Pressure's off now so we can get back to our normal plain Jane kind of show where people don't expect much from us. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 101. What? Wait, weren't we supposed to stop? Uh, oh my goodness, what is going now. on? It's a start of a new era. A, a sober era. era. How are you doing? Shut up. <laughs> I usually don't ask you right away how you're doing. You're a little sober tonight. You're drinking yeah, I'm, a lot. Yeah, I'm very sober. You're drinking some gin and juice tonight? You, I don't okay? even have a drink in here tonight. Thank God. You might last like any through any kind of night. drink. You're going to last through this podcast? You're going to fall off your fucking chair? I'm not chair, making any problems. Lose your pants? You told me you woke up. Your fucking pants were half off. I, I don't I think I was understand. trying to take them off and go to bed, but it didn't work out. That one leg hole did not want to let go. You know that that is usually the sexiest of sales? pants half off did you know did you know that no i didn't you, you know that yeah you no. uh you were drunk last week i i am tired tonight i am very very tired. we're all very tired baby i'll even uh explain why because usually uh before uh the night before friday nights we record this on saturday uh for the main you know the main deal here I usually go to bed at a reasonable hour because I think, you know what, tomorrow night I'm going to be up till 5 a.m. Not, not last night. Last night I was DJing, freaking spinning some fucking vinyl. Time to get vinyl. done, 2 o'clock in the morning? 2.30. 2.30. 2.30. Chinese, Chinese dentist, dentist over there. Yeah. Chinese dentist going on. And then I went downstairs and watched TV. I didn't get to bed till 4. And I thought to myself, what the fuck am I doing? Fuck, and then I, I went to up, bed before yeah, you. My that kids, never my happens. My kids woke me up at 8. I'm tired. So tired, Eric. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello, and welcome to the official, unofficial podcast for WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of December 10th, 2016. Like you said, this is episode 101. Is I that was, episode uh, 200? Is this, volume, is this volume two, episode season one? Two? Can we do that? Season two? We have 100 know. episodes a season? I hate when podcasts do that. I, I don't know why they do it. They shoot no. themselves in the foot with that as well because people are impressed. That's one of the only things that you can impress people about with a podcast is longevity. Ooh, they've been really, around a long time. It's not, like, it's not like, though, that there's ratings. and pe- I mean, you could have three people listen to your podcast and have a thousand episodes, but at least you're, you're committed. Yeah. You're committed to the debauchery and the fucking nonsense. We're committed, right? We should be committed, I should be Eric. committed. Yeah, you fucking yeah. stepped on that one. <laughs> yeah. I set you up, and then I fucking stepped all it. the fuck all over. I took it as my own. We're <laughs> proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Batman Podcast Network. We are also proud, proud members, Eric, of what we like to call the Get Fresh Crew. Get Fresh <laughs> Crew. <laughs> one more time. I, Freddie had that in the rant and raves last week for the 100th episode. I love it. I like this. Might replace. Look at all those chickens, Eric. First, let's hear. We'll hear the chickens. Look at all those chickens. Okay, that makes me smile. But get fresh crew. <laughs> that really does make me smile uh, almost as much as this one, Eric. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> I love that kid. <laughs> that that is my favorite kid. I love them all. I love them all, Eric. But yeah, I'm gonna break it down for you, fellas. Uh, mm. The get fresh crew, Eric. A bunch of brothers and sisters, sisters oh, yeah. who family. are awesome. 
they get together on that Slack chat, talk about anything and everything, rarely about us. Uh, you know, that kind of does bother me. I'm a very vain man. Yeah. I like to have people talk about me uh, behind my back. Usually people talk behind my back. It's bad shit, but, you know, in the thing. But we did have to move it to Slack, which is a app type thing, a website deal where you are in a chat room. I'm trying to explain it. It's kind of confusing to me. I'm an old man. But when people go there, it is a judgment-free zone, Eric. Judgment-free zone. Me? Nope, they are not. Uh, people were laughing about you being drunk. Not judging you, Eric. Just laughing. They were laughing with you. <laughs> they were laughing with you the whole time. But yeah, if you want in, all you have to do is email me or message me on Twitter. If you see me on the street, say you want in. And you know what, Eric? <laughs> that means you passed the test. You are a member then of the Get Fresh Coop. And speaking of emails and Twitters, I'm going to tell you where you can find us. We are at email. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> We're at email address. I, 100 episodes we've done, boys and girls. I'm telling you, 100 episodes, and everyone is like, the, the it's starting new. It's like a, a rerun that you haven't seen her. WeirdScienceDCComics at gmail.com. And that email is good for mailing us anything you want. You could just talk, just say, this isn't for the podcast. What the hell is up with Eric? And then I'll respond. I'll, t- I'll tell you what the hell is up with that guy. We're also Please on Facebook. <laughs> really? We're on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics. We're on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. We have a subreddit on Reddit, which is Weird Science DC Comics. We're on Twitter at Weird Science DC. This is starting to be a really, really yeah. long list. We're also on Mixler, and that is at Mixler.com, and our uh, username there, again, is like Twitter, Weird Science DC. And I mentioned that because last week we did do the first three hours of the podcast live, and it was on Mixler. So if you want to get You mean that legendary that sort of 100th thing, episode? Yeah, the legendary episode where Eric got drunk. Unfortunately, most of the people, you, you didn't hear that live. Thank God Thank for God. you. Thank God. Yeah. But. Uh, we did do the first three hours. We have up the ante like where we're going to be able hours. to do. Yeah, we're we're going to be able to do twelve hours. So yes, at some point we will do a full podcast live. Going to keep that on the shelf down. a little though, right? We you can't blow your load right away. Absolutely not. That's what killed me. In about half of my dates in high school. That's what ended up happening, and it, that's not good. I've been told that's not good. I didn't care. Date yeah, over. I, Eric. I just I went home. I went home. Went to bed. There is no such thing as dry like, humping when Jim Warner's involved. I'm I got a you. written contract saying that she couldn't tell anybody about Damn this. Damn right. I didn't have it. I didn't care. I'm a, that's a cheap date, right? A cheap date. I'm still tired. Uh, we did, Like I said, we did the first three hours. We're going to do uh, certain things. We're going to have impromptu kind of podcast deals. Me and you did that a couple weeks ago. We're sure going to have full shows on. But also, Reggie started off. Uh, the whole thing where we have but what we trend. like to call the Weird Science Radio. It's kind of a radio station. Reggie gets on on Thursday nights at, on what, 7 o'clock yep. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And he has his rap attack show where he spins some records. He does some talk about rap music, has a lot of rap music. KWRD plays all the hits. I, yeah, we, and we, we listened to it. Both of us both listened to it. And we liked it. And I thought, you know what the hell? I was gathering songs last night. Kind of like if I was going to do a show. I never had an idea of when, what night I'd be free to do this, whatever. Nope. So I'm gathering up uh, some songs and things like that. And Reggie, in the, in, at the 
you know, at the last second could not record last night. So I was just doing that. I'm gathering. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going on live. And I went on and I had my own and, radio show. And I, I had no on. idea. All of a sudden I checked out the Slack chat. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Werner's on there doing this. I'm yeah. Like, yes. I, I didn't even think I was going to do it. And I started late. I started at I know, 11. That's what my like 20 going after on. 11. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going on. So this is what you get. If you go to Mixler and follow us at Weird Science DC, you're going to get stuff like that. Now, I think that every Friday I am going to have my show now the way i said i don't know if this makes sense to you eric this is how it's going i think we have a show for every weekday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday every show starts at 7 p.m eastern standard time so that that we're not having a crazy schedule whatever if you want to listen to whatever's going on that night 7 p.m i think that's a good idea I, I came up with this idea, so it must be good. Yeah, because we don't have enough going on. Why not make no, a fucking it's, live Well, here's the thing. It's week. not just us. Uh, Brandon, and here's the deal. Brandon is going to be on Monday. Toby is Tuesday. Ryan is Wednesday. Reggie's Thursday. I'm Friday. Eric Shea, we're trying to push for you to be Sunday night at okay. 7. Okay. But Little. I thought it was only weekdays. No, no. I'm saying that's all we have now. Okay. We need two more people. We need to fill up that time now, slot. Now, the other thing is, though, I didn't want the Saturday slot at all filled up in case we do decide to record a podcast. Makes so sense. Screw that up. So Saturdays. But you are in for Sunday night with your sacrilegious horror movie talk and maybe soundtrack songs. And this also, this doesn't have to be music. You could have a just a talk. It's a little roll up your sleeves and talk about the issues that kids think about nowadays. You want to do that? So I have little, two listeners. I got the you. The Eric rap, they call it. <laughs> just yeah. sit down, roll my sleeves up. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. rap, kids. But let's I'm telling you, like I said, life. every night at 7 o'clock, there will be a show on our Mixler thing. Uh, these are not going to ever be released on our uh, podcast feed. So if you want to listen to it, you got to be there. Be square. Yeah, be there. Be square. It's going to be fun. And yeah, there's talk, but there's also a chat room that you get in and people talk when I was doing it. Requests flying left and right. And I was I was going with the request, Eric. I was going with it. But that's enough of this. This is a lot of self-promotion. Sure is. I I really do not like that. But, uh, you know, so we'll go on to what is more important, Eric. This is your birthday weekend. How dare we you? We are an hour away from your birthday, correct? I'm trying to forget about my goddamn no, birthday. Yes, you're we an are an hour away man. from my birthday. And last year, during this time, if you were listening, I had gotten a hold of a lot of creators, including Dan bunch. DiDio. Sure did. Who at that point had hinted at what eventually became Reaper. Reaper. Yep. Yeah. That was, was that last year or two years ago? That was last year. Okay, it was last year. So, yeah, because he was talking about what the 50th issues would be, and and obviously that's like our little in when he told us that we realized that that kind of got pushed to the side and became Rebirth. Became 52. Yeah, but we had a bunch of guys. We had a bunch of creators. Some guys didn't even know who you were. It was fun times. Who the hell is this Eric Shea? And that's what I want to hear. Well, and I'm too lazy, so Eric, I didn't get that much done uh, this week. But Toby did. Toby Dare, because you're a fan of the roasts, right? Oh, God. I'm a fan <laughs> the, of watching other people get roasted. Is, the best thing is Toby came up with this idea. He wanted to have the Eric Shea birthday roast. Now, in the meantime, I'm walking around work yeah. uh, doing material. And I had to come up with a way that I said to you, like, why I was doing this material. I just said that we were on Twitter roasting each other. No, I was actually prepping for the birthday roast, Eric, that we had. I just died Uh, a little bit inside. uh, There's a bunch of people involved. Uh, You can all sit back and listen to the roast of Eric Shea. Hey, hey, this is Epic Sex Man, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. 
Thank you. Um, I can honestly say that as a Brit, I am honoured to be here tonight at the roast of Eric Shea. Um, I've got to commend you all on what you've done to the country after we handed you the keys. Oh, uh, hey everybody, give it up for Brandon Moore, right there. Yeah. Uh, what episode of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast is complete without his dulcet tones? But let's admit it, having the Marvel Minute on a DC podcast is like winning a gold medal at the Special Olympics. God bless him, but who gives a shit? Now, some of the humour of these roasts, it used to be horrendously racist, but the Get Fresh crew, we're above hate speech, right? Speaking of <laughs> has anyone seen Reggie? <laughs> Reggie is so black that people go to his yard sales just to get their stolen shit back. <laughs> I kid, I kid. He's actually a white guy, but that's only because the entire roster of Milestone Media staff slapped the black out of him for saying Static Shock number 1 was average at best. Go check out his Cosmic Treadmill show that he runs with Chris. Hello, Chris. I believe the latest episode is called I Am Curious, Reggie. I see Dancing Mike is in the house. Originally, the Straight Outta Nonsense mixtape was going to be purely music from the man himself, but the fire he was spitting on the mic was so intense he ended up burning half of Tennessee to the ground. <laughs> Sorry, too soon. <laughs> Shout out to Frenny, Missy T, and the other bombshells of the Get Fresh crew. Thank you for giving so many young men so much hope that the people with breasts who read comic books aren't just fat guys. Let's hear some noise for Jim Werner, everybody. Jim is so old, he gave Action Comics number one a fuck you five. Right. It's a shame his wife isn't an archaeologist. That way, the older he would get, the more interest she'd give him. <laughs> now, Jim may be older than B. Arthur's pubic hair, but he's also notoriously short, both in height and temper. I'm amazed that he managed to raise a family. I'd have thought he'd have struggled to put food on the table. Seriously, though, Jim, I love you. It's the little things that count, right? Though he'll never admit it, the entire Weird Science DC Comics podcast was created purely to groom our guest of honour, Eric Shea. Oh, Eric Shea. What can I say about Eric that tonight's guests haven't already said? Turns out there's a shitload. As the pod has gone on, we've come to learn a startling amount about our beloved honoree. Though we've never seen them, we've been told Eric Shea's glasses are so thick he can actually see the point of Brian Hitch. <laughs> When he isn't wearing his glasses, his trusty eye patch is never far from his side. He wears it to prevent X-Wing pilots firing photon torpedoes into it. <laughs> you know how Doom Patrol number one came with a peel-back sticker of Jiro's on the front and beneath it was a galaxy? If you peel back Eric's eye patch, beneath it is Jiro's. <laughs> I was truly honoured to finally speak to the man himself on episode 100. I say speak to him, it was actually just me reading him his own comic book reviews from the website while he masturbated furiously. Eric loves horror movies, an ironic passion I feel given that his entire life is one long horror movie. Seriously, the guy is so scared of everything that he thought a handkerchief on the ground was a dead baby ghost. Alright, alright, I'd better clear the stage. Eric, from the heart, you are the best lover I never had. Even though I'm six foot four, I still look up to you. Have a very happy birthday and I wish you only the very best for the year to come. Don't forget to go fuck yourself, buddy. Peace! <laughs> Here comes mine, Eric. Uh, mine was edited, by the way. Making I, his way to I the went stage. too blue. Give it up for Jim Warner. 
Oh, it's so great to be here at the Eric Shea Birthday Roast. And it's great to see so many familiar faces out there. We got the Get Fresh crew in the house. You know, the Get Fresh crew, the place that you come for comics and stay for pictures of G's girlfriend. (laughs) Now, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there is a Get Fresh crew after Dark Channel. And we've learned a couple things about some people, especially Toby over there. I mean, you've heard bros before hoes. Toby goes with bros that are hoes. Now, enough about Toby. I see that Brandon is in the house. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that Brandon is from Buffalo. And I'm not saying that Brandon is bad with commitment. But Brandon's girlfriend and the Buffalo Bills have two things in common. He loves them both, and neither are ever getting a ring. (laughs) Wide right, Brandon. Wide right. And I see that Trevitt couldn't make it tonight. I think he's getting a whole landscaping crew to mow his lungs. Yes, Trevitt, that is a pot-smoking joke. And speaking of jokes, how can we forget the man of the hour, the bell of the ball, Eric Shea? The guy's a gangly six-foot-five behemoth. He's legally blind. He's socially awkward. I mean, who has fucked him more, God or Jess with that strap on? The answer actually is Jess. Now, I don't like to get political, but I'm sure everybody's heard all those stories about people wanting to leave the country after the recent election and and losing their minds over it. Yeah, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about Eric Shea being voted in as America's sweetheart. (laughs) Now, I do a podcast with Eric, and he usually has something on his mind. A bandana. Now, I'm not saying that Eric is dumb, but he recently told me that he thought that the English Channel was a British TV station. Now, the big thing that everybody's been talking about is how much Eric drank and got drunk last week on the 100th episode. Now, Eric is a recovering alcoholic, or as he likes to call it, being hungover. Now, the best part is the hangover only lasted a day, but the sound clips, they will last a lifetime. Segregation, Reggie! But seriously, Eric, I want to wish you a happy birthday. You're my brother. And I couldn't do this podcast without you. And I love you. Boop, boop. And now, please welcome Roastmaster General Brandon Murray. How you doing tonight, everybody? This is Get Fresh Crew member Brandon, a.k.a. BMur3660. Uh, shout out to the rest of the Get Fresh Crew. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I want to thank Jim, Toby, uh, and everybody else for extending the invitation, uh, allowing me to step up to the roast table here tonight. Uh, so with that being said, let's get started. I see Dancing Mike out in the crowd there. Uh, Dancing Mike has me pretty confused. Uh, does he have a wife, a girlfriend? Is it really his sister or this famed caretaker he references that's really looking out for him? Because I, I really worry sometimes. Uh, not for Mike, mind you, but for whoever this companion of his is. I hope they're well compensated regardless of the role. <laughs> ah, yes, Dancing Mike, we love you. You're the only person we know who can defend an entire corporation, DC Comics, an entire group of people, homosexuals, uh, with a single photo tweet of a white-suited Spaniard playing banjo. Uh, with that being said, I look back out into the crowd, I see my boy Trevitt. Trevitt, some people buy food, some people pay for rent. Our boy Trevitt buys comic books and trades. Uh, Whatever the hell else comes out that week. 
Trevor just unloads the diamond boxes straight from the FedEx truck right into the Uber he takes to the store. Those poor Uber drivers all know better by now than to pick up Trevitt. They don't want to be paid in Justice League variant covers. <laughs> uh, keep looking out in the crowd. Of course, you can't miss our boy Toby. Toby, one of the standout members of the Get Fresh crew. You all know him. Uh, most likely frightened by him, you know, because he talks funny. Uh, if you don't know who I'm talking about, hello, love. That guy. <laughs> Anyway, Toby has a superpower many of you are unaware of. Uh, he's the only person I know of that can make a member of the Get Fresh crew blush. He accomplishes this simply by reading his internet history. <laughs> Reggie, our boy Reggie. The only person that's ever had me more confused than Reggie is my first girlfriend. Is he white? Is he black? I have no goddamn idea. Also, just like my first girlfriend, I only ever met Reggie online. So I'll continue <laughs> to have no idea. Seriously, though, Reggie's pretty much been reading comics his entire life. So if you want to know the entire backstory of the fuzzy-looking background character in the third panel of issue 214 of Detective Comics from 1973, Reggie is your man. Jim, the elder statesman of the group. Jim's so old he invented the actual wheels for Mr. DC's rigshaw. And that's also the story of why Jim hates Mr. DC. Nobody's ever seen Jim's face, this includes Jim's wife, who made him wear a veil on their wedding day, which he still has never taken off. You ever wondered why Jim's so angry? You may have missed the part of every goddamn podcast when he mentions he has five boys running around the house at any given time. He lives like a goddamn Japanese businessman for the most part. Surprisingly, that's not the thing he's most angry about. No, sir, that would be our man of the hour, Eric Shea. Eric Shea, a.k.a. The Dude on a Podcast, a.k.a. Staring at a Mirror Master, Pirate Name, Patches O'Shea, future host of the podcast Drunk Out Loud. <laughs> the only way this guy could have gotten more drunk on episode 100 was if he tailgated at the Bills game chugging beers out of some girl's ass prior to recording. <laughs> Eric's probably most well known for his catchphrase, Boosh. Anyway, little known story about the history of Boosh and where it comes from. Apparently one night while recording, Eric telling a story, tried to call his girlfriend a bitch, was only able to get the B word out before she came storming into the room, gave him a Quaker Town uppercut right into the gut. That's where the oosh comes from. Uh, so a catchphrase was then born, folks. Now Eric dies a little bit inside every time he has to repeat this and relive the memory, but he does it for his fans. America's sweetheart, folks. All this minor internet fame has really gone to Eric's head. It's gotten to the point Eric's already giant head is growing disproportionately bigger than his body. His head's now literally gotten so big, he actually needs Jess's dildo under the sink to legitimately clean his ears. But seriously, folks, I want to extend my serious birthday wishes uh, to the man of the hour, Eric Shea. Happy birthday, buddy, from the entire Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. Bottoms up. It's a real honor to have been asked to honor Eric Shea for his honorable birthday honors. I'm just practicing saying honor, so I'm ready to address the judge directly during the decency lawsuit against this podcast. <laughs> it's a cavalcade of stars here tonight. We've got Brandon from the Marvel Minute segment. 
Incidentally, Marvel Minute is what Brandon's girlfriend calls their lovemaking, which is better than Dr. Doom, what his daughter calls him when he's withholding her juice. Chris is in the house, of course, to regale us with stories of the losers and idiots that have made comics over the years. Try to look interested while he talks excitedly about the industry's changeover from 4mm to 6mm staples. This whole event was put together by the one and only Toby. At least I hope there's only one of him because that's more than enough. Some people are homosexual, others are bisexual, but Toby is the only trisexual and that he'll try anything. <laughs> one time Toby's doctor told him he had to stop masturbating. And when Toby asked why, the doctor said he was trying to take his blood pressure. <laughs> and you can't spell Jim Warner sucks without our own Jim Warner. Here is always looking for someone to notice him. Jim was so neglected as a kid, people thought he was American civil rights. He didn't have to sit in the back of the bus, though. People prefer to throw him under it. Jim is one of those faces only a mother could love, and she hates him, so what does that tell you? <laughs> though his mother always was one to go along with the common man. Not unlike the mom of our guest of honor, Eric Shea, what, what can be said about Eric that hasn't already been written on the many restraining orders against him? As a young man, Eric idolized his father, which is what made him the piece of shit he is today. <laughs> there are a lot of nice stories where Eric spent a lazy Sunday afternoon in his bedroom playing with his Fisher-Price toys. That was last weekend. Eric doesn't like Indian food because he says it doesn't agree with him. He doesn't seem to understand that only a moron would be seen agreeing with him. And then he turns around and eats a batter-fried hog's head from Wendy's. The confusing thing is that he does a lot of this self-destructive stuff out of spite. Unless he's seeking revenge against his large intestine, I don't understand it. Eric had to quit drinking because he was losing too many friends. For his friends it was easier, they just had to lose Eric. <laughs> One time Eric drank so much that he shit his pants. Turns out this is the application process for the cardboard box factory, so he was hired on the spot. <laughs> it must be interesting to be the only non-retarded person at your workplace. That's like being the smartest fly in a pile of dog shit. It remains to be seen if the fly or the dog turd wears the trademark 90s Eric headband in this case. Anyway, Eric, I'd like to wish you a happy birthday. But I'm saving my wish for something special. Considering you're still breathing air, though, I'm guessing the wish didn't take for some reason. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Drive safely. Thanks for listening, folks. I've been Epic Sax Man, and this was the birthday roast of Eric Shea. There it is, Eric. Oh, that was the really birthday good. birthday roast. I, I actually, I don't know if you can tell. I, I was edited. I was the only one edited. <laughs> I got a little crazy. I, I was going to give the old, like, hey, it's good to see Reggie here because now I know my hubcaps are, are safe. How about yeah. that one? Is that a good one? Yeah, I like that, that one. I didn't use any of those. I, I ended up, I think, a lot on the cutting room floor. That you'll have to wait for the Weird Science Get Fresh Crew Volume 2 of the, director's the, uh, cut. Yeah, of the mixtape. We'll I actually see, just but, yeah. I actually just sat there and imagined myself. I closed my eyes, imagined myself on stage, and I was shaking hands with everybody after they left the podium. Yeah, uh, yeah. Every time they mentioned me, I'd freaking like wave to the audience and whatnot. Yeah, I had a good time with that. Freaking shake your head or whatever. But yeah, Toby did a lot of work with that. Yeah, so thank you, Toby. Thank you, Toby. Thank you, and Brandon and was, Reggie and Jim yeah, and Epic Saxman being deal. the master of ceremonies. That was great. He was the master of ceremonies. But this is going to lead into our next. 
bit of the podcast, which is the Rant and Rave line, Eric. And you can get a hold of us on the Rant and Rave line and tell us anything you want. You call us at 641-715-3900. Enter extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. Just that easy, folks. Just that easy. And the first one up is your man, Rob Lewis. All right. Celebration, bitches. Or should I say milestone? It's your man, Rob Lewis, here from Albany, New York. Hey, Alec and Jim and Professor Reggie. Or should I say Paul Robeson? I know, I know. I'm a whole entire week late, but for some strange reason... City Hall in Albany expected me to work last week. Uh, Not only were we responsible for putting up decorations in the Capitol building, but we were responsible for putting up lighting all over downtown Albany. So I missed out on all of the celebration and all of the fun last week, but I just wanted to call and tell you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've had so much fun with you guys. It's been great, and I'm looking forward to another 100 episodes. I want to tell you some of my personal highlights. Somebody is. Well, how about did you hear that one, Jim? How about the warm cup of piss that Jim drank in the car? (laughs) Or how about the time that the Justin Weed review turned into 15 minutes of what does it mean? I don't know. Great stuff. (laughs) Great, great stuff. Anyway, have fun, guys, and I'll be speaking to you later. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Rob. Rob. And, uh, Rob, tune in uh, later on in the podcast and hear us talk about that Dead Man book. Fucking have a ball then. I didn't. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, thanks, Rob. And the next one is from our man, Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello. Mother needs something today to calm her down. And though she's not really ill, there's a little yellow pill. So, update on the Smokies. The fires are out. Gatlinburg officially opened today, um, which is Friday, uh, December 9th. So, Gatlinburg is again open for business, and uh, they will start trying to rebuild about 2,500 buildings damaged or destroyed and 14 lives lost, but now the long road to recovery is beginning, and uh, this Saturday, the 10th, I will actually be going to Dollywood, so I'll be supporting the Sevier County economy, and uh, like I said, continued uh, prayers and well wishes to all the people in that affected region. Anyway, I bought uh, two books this week. Uh, the first one is Death of Hawkman. I'm liking, loving, loving, loving the art on this series. I like the fact that the story is going a bit, um, it's starting to pick up a bit. It could still move a bit faster, but um liking this version of Hawkman. Didn't really read much of Hawkman or any of Hawkman in the New 52, unless you count Future's End or whatever that was. No. So I'm um, really hoping that Hawkman can be reintegrated into the DC continuity, unless he ends up, uh, dead at Death of Hawkman, but hopefully that is just a title and will not be truly his death. So anyway, my, the other book I bought was uh, Batman number 12. Here we go. Now, I am going to go off, I'll start with my negative first. Although I love this series, I am not liking Batman's costume because 
some of the art I think is really ruined by the fact that you see that purple, purple freaking cape weird. flapping in the wind and that I know that was Capullo's thing and since Capullo wrote it and he who shall not be named you know or Capullo drew it and he who shall not be named <laughs> had the final approval on oh this is the costume we're going to use for Batman forever and ever and ever and I'm kind of getting tired of the purple cape uh, so that's my only thing um, to say about that also is I noticed in the oh, Batman annual, the that. Harley story drawn by Neil Adams. Neil Adams drew Batman in his more of a classic costume. I guess he said, I'm Neil fucking Adams. I'll do what I want to. So <laughs> I didn't enjoy the art in that one. So anyway, besides that, getting into um, I Am Suicide Part 4, I noticed that... Um, a few things, because it explains why they moved her from Blackgate to Arkham. She was becoming um, problematic and violent, which I think points to something Jim uh, hinted at on the impromptu music show tonight. I think the psycho pirate has a lot more to do with the Catwoman than yep. we were led to believe at first. See, that's what happens when you and also, I noticed near the her. end of the yeah. issue... Because I am liking, loving this Batman a lot more than what we got from He Who Shall Not Be Named. But I noticed at the end of the issue, he does mention, um, you say you killed 237 people. And then he says, I say you're a fraud. Mm -hmm. And he also says, you know, because you told a lie, I couldn't find the truth. So that's getting, I'm starting to think maybe the 237 people wasn't entirely true. I'm hoping it isn't. I think 236. And I like at the end of the letter that Batman wrote, I will yeah. always find the truth. And then right after that, you have, you have been betrayed. You have been defeated. Which not only is what Bane is saying to Batman, but seems to be a nice coda to the letter that something he there's could actually be saying to Catwoman. So this issue, a lot of people are complaining there's not much action. I think there's action throughout the art, especially the backgrounds. are. It's beautifully laid out issue, beautiful art. I I enjoyed this issue. I, I went 8.5. If it weren't so much set up, I would probably, probably go 9 or higher. It was just I enjoyed Batman number um, 12 immensely. And uh, that's about all I've got for this week. Just a little short rant and rave before I go to bed here and get ready to go to Dollywood. And um, episode 100, congratulations on that. It was quite a ride. And um, <laughs> I will be sending in hopefully some more music in the future. I hope nice. Eric enjoyed if, if Eric probably doesn't remember the songs that were played I in his honor, it. but I hope if he ever goes back and listens to it, he enjoys that. I love it, and, Mike. Thank um, you. I do like the fact that, you know, um, through all of this, that you really appreciate what we do for you because I put in, I know it's nowhere near the work you put in, but for that podcast alone, I think I got up at uh, about 10 o'clock and recorded till about 3 to get those songs in. So it is it so nice much, to be appreciated. So that's all I've got for this week. So keep your enjoy your burrito, uh, spotlight <laughs> off, edit. and see you in 7. Uh, yes, yeah, that was his edit in there. But yeah, Mike, uh, those were awesome songs. And me and Mike, Mike, when I was doing the uh, thing on Friday night, Mike was giving me all these uh 
crazy, uh, what's it called, request. And oh, I saw. Him. We were talking about uh, the Batwoman, or Batwoman, Batman issue, and Catwoman in particular throughout the show on the chat. So we were we were talking about that, and I kind of spoiled. I I think I uh, stole his thunder a bit because he thought that he was going to drop some knowledge. <laughs> I told him the knowledge first, but here is the next rant and rave from Toby. What up, though, Jim and Eric and the Get What's Press up, crew? Whoop, whoop. It's your whoop. homie, Toby Hagen, calling from the UK. I say homie, and I guess I should now be addressed as um, brother of Eric Shea um, <laughs> and possibly illegitimate love child of Jim and Eric, but um, that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to uh, congratulate you guys on uh, the Big 100. I think the episode was a roaring success. It was an honor and a privilege to be invited on to uh, to be a part of that, so thank you guys for, for having me. Uh, thanks to everyone in the Get Fresh crew whoop, whoop, who um, <laughs> you know, responded well to my presence. That that the, the biggest thing for me was was the fear that people would be like, "This fucking guy is dead air. Get him off of the show. We don't want him anymore." That's what they say about you. you know, uh, I know. Where is England on a map so we can go over there and eradicate this uh, waste <laughs> of a human soul that is Toby? But um, yeah, everyone kind of embraced it. So you know, thanks guys. I was invited originally on the show to um, discuss the mixtape. Unfortunately, we got sidetracked by the um, just the sheer awesomeness of what was what was unfurling. You you you've all heard it by now. It was uh, an instant classic episode. Shut up. Um, and yeah, there was there was just no time to discuss like serious bullshit. Like shut up. What goes into uh, the, the the behind the scenes peak of a pot of a mixtape? You know, there was just way too much fun and shenanigans to be had. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd touch base, and uh, I've written a little document that details oh. all the Easter eggs that are peppered throughout the mixtape, okay. and I thought I'd read those out to you. Uh, thank you very much, by the way, to everyone who has downloaded the mixtape. If you haven't, you can get it on my Twitter feed. It's pinned to the top. Uh, the feedback has been incredible. I'm really, really happy that you guys have taken to it and really enjoyed it. In no small part, thank you so much to Dancing Mike for contributing all of his music to the podcast, because if it weren't for him, then the project never would have happened at all. And, um... The fuck? Sorry. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Who is crying? I love them! Anyways, um, yeah, you know, if it weren't for Dancing Mike, the, his... his Timeless contributions to the podcast with the, with his music, like the idea for the mixtape would have never happened. So yeah, big thank you also to Reggie for uh, his contributions and for letting me um you know tinker with his uh with his magic. Let's say I um I, you know I, well you'll you'll hear about that in the uh, the tidbits and um also to Trevor as well um for letting me um put music under his uh, the best run and rave call of all time if you ask <laughs> me. Uh, G anyone who contributed to the album basically from the heart thank you so much for that so yeah i'm going to read my notes now on um what the easter eggs are that are hidden on the album all right um there is a bit of a spoiler at the end but i've kind i've kind of uh, hidden it so if you haven't checked out the album there's a little plot twist if you will at the end of, uh, dun, dun, of the dun. thing. so hopefully when you get to that point you'll go drunk, oh, oh, i didn't see that coming although i think a few of you did so anyways let's get into it all right so track one intro the reason this track opens on a seemingly post-apocalyptic soundscape and why the tracks sound relatively melancholic is due to Jim and Eric teasing that the episode 100 was the last episode ever. Yeah. Everyone seemed to love that. It blew my mind on a, on a personal note. It blew my mind that that opened episode 100. I was so made up with that. And yeah, it was awesome. everyone seemed to really enjoy mm -hmm. it. So I'm glad that that went down. Uh, went down well, sorry. 
So then uh, the next track, Fuck You Christine, is track six. The music <laughs> used in that track is uh, the Gapra Whitewood from the Final Fantasy Thirteen soundtrack. Um, I used that as a nod to the uh, the love of ro- uh, roleplay games in the Get Fresh crew. Uh, track 10, edit that out, the extra salty remix. My note says, possibly the greatest moment of the first 100 episodes, the beat is jacked from Vanilla Ice's classic song Ninja Rap from the film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yep. to The Secret of the Ooze. Um, if you cast your minds back, I think it was to episode 99. Um, Jim read one of my emails where I detailed a, a story where I complimented uh, Kevin Nash for his portrayal of Super Shredder in that movie. And then I ran away. Track 17, <laughs> the MC Cryptid sex tape. This track nearly didn't make the cut, but I included it as um, I seem to be getting some sort of reputation as a ladies' man, um, which originally inspired the Love Line segment, which uh, I'm going to get back onto next week. And I also needed another skit for the album, so I picked that one because it was from my first ever music release. And it had the Kirk and Spock fight music in it too, and who doesn't nice. love a bit of Star Trek? Seriously. Track 18, Me. Something Wrong Batman. Um, it had a different title, but it's actually a skit that's taken from the Earth 2 version of the Jamie Madrox solo album, Fatso. So a little bit of a Juggalo reference there. Track 10, uh, 25, Reggie Reagan. So this isn't actually... This track isn't called that. Um, it's one of my favorite Reggie joints, but um, the other member of the Now crew has a verse that comes straight after Reggie's where he kind of it goes off the rails a little bit, and I always felt it detracts from the uh, the ending of an otherwise awesome song. So I just added some vinyl effects at the beginning and the end of Reggie's verse, so it sounds like it kind of starts up from nowhere and then it ends suddenly abru- uh, you know, out of nowhere. <laughs> Track 27, The Zombie Apocalypse. So through this track on there is a nod to how the Get Fresh crew love their cult TV shows and comic books. And uh, in this instance, I was evoking The Walking Dead. Simple as that. Track 28, Word to My Home Slice. This is a hidden track from one of Reggie's albums. And when I asked him if I could include it, he said I could name the track because it didn't have a title. And as he'd uh, taught me the term home slice in the uh, Get Fresh crew tra- uh, chat, um, it was just basically a tip of the cap to him, really. Um, I really like that <laughs> word. And uh, Reggie will forever be my OG home slice, which uh, makes me think nice. of a delicious New York pizza, but uh, that's neither here nor there. You're my home fry. Track 30, there. Halloween with the Werners. Um, I was trying to find a way to portray the interesting dynamic of fucked up fathers that Jim and Eric share, um, and I thought that that would be a fun What's example. My daddy? Uh, I placed the Rob He's Zombie dead. version of the Halloween oh. theme beneath it as well in an honor of um, Eric's love for horror movies. Um, and it's of course appropriate for the story that's being told okay finally outro so i told you guys that there was going to be a big reveal coming and it's right there i don't bury the lead it's like right off the bat actually it opens with a um a kind of like fake fago commercial so that was again another little nod for the juggalos out there which is basically me and eric but hey so uh, yeah Yeah, Um, i hope that you guys uh, enjoyed the revelation if you didn't see it coming i'm amazed that no one has actually made a fuss about it yet it's uh, i was quite impressed by you know people being quite i'm assuming being respectful of the fact that there may be people who haven't heard it yet so yeah the music is um beats and pieces from uh, the end it's the last track that's on the video game dj hero and i used it because you know we all love video games i also needed a way to name all 50 names at the time of the recording of the <laughs> Get Fresh Crew yeah, chat so on funny. Twitter. And it, uh, I didn't want it to be boring, so I thought that the way that the beat got gradually faster and faster would keep it exciting and stuff. And finally, um, when I got to the last name, I realized the track was still going, so I ended up just blabbering and doing a whoop whoop, which uh, <laughs> I got in just in time. And you can actually hear me running out of breath when I say um, the <laughs> Weird Science DC Comics podcast mixtape. For some reason, just saying 
straight out of nonsense which is the the title of the album just kind of you know didn't didn't uh, pop into my mind at the time <laughs> anyways um this has been a recording of over eight minutes now i wanted to make it um under five minutes so guys i hope you're still alive uh, anyone else listening i hope you're still there um, we're going to now return you back to your uh, regularly scheduled uh, podcast. Also, a uh, quick shout out to Reggie. Congratulations on the rap attack. It was fucking awesome. And um, I can't wait to uh, hear uh, some MC Cryptid tracks jumping on that. So, uh, yeah, guys, enjoy episode 101. Uh, I love you guys. And uh, I love everyone listening to this as well. Whoop, whoop. Toby out. Thank you, Toby. We love you, too. We love Toby. Uh, I'm thinking about that schedule. That we have. Schedule. I love that. I love how uh, those Brits. Uh, Aluminium, Jim. Schedule. The schedule, Eric. I got a schedule for you. I was just going to say right up your ass, but that doesn't really make sense, does it? No, it makes sense for you. I think that um, I'm going to contribute a rap song for the next Spoon James coming out of retirement from the next mixtape. Oh, shit. And it's going to be called Segregation Reggie. That'll be the name. <laughs> I'm, like already, I'm claiming it. I'm telling I, you, I like all it. you motherfuckers trademark. out there who think trademark. they're going to grab that, that is mine. I, that's, hey. that's, that's, that's our Segregation Reggie. Oh, my yeah, God. I could just hear the beat. Segregation Reggie. Oh, it'd be so good. And then oh, this one. So Who is much. laughing? I hate them. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. That's going to be so good. So good, Eric. But the last rant and rave for the week, I, I go to these things and I lose track of what's going <laughs> on, is from G. G is giving his first rant and rave. Eric, here it goes. Oh, nice. Hey, America's sweetheart, Eric Shea, Heartbeat of okay. Africa, Reggie, and Jim. And Jim don't need no intro. He's his no. Jim. Spoon Jim. Yeah. And uh, Get Fresh Crew. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. You guys are doing good. Uh, hope you guys are staying warm uh, for the month of December. Uh, I don't think I did this, but I just wanted to congratulate you guys, Eric, Jim, and Reggie, um, for episode 100, your milestone episode. I'm hoping for at least 500 more. Oh, God. Um, I loved it. I loved I the episode. I rated a. Uh, episode. <clears throat> I'll tell about the rating later, but. Um, I also loved Ray, Reggie's radio show. Um, good time, Reggie's radio Ten out of ten you. rapes, Reggie. It was so good. Uh, I listened. I heard half the songs before, but I haven't heard half, other half. And uh, it was really educational, uh, enjoyable at the same time. I love the show. Uh, Reggie's a real natural. Yeah. Uh, he even has that DJ voice, so he could start his own rap radio. Cause you know he got That's that right. that black voice, so. And, uh, <laughs> Racist. No one even knows you. No one even knows you're not black. So, um, so well, I'll say, um, geez, phone. Uh, I'm looking forward to episode scared. 101. Or is it going to be 200? I don't know what you guys decided. It might be 200. To how are you going to know? <laughs> I'm always looking forward to your episodes. Don't do uh, it. I just want to tell you guys, bad. thank you so much for such a great show. Uh, you guys helped me get through the work week. Uh, I told G-Man this on Slack, but I start your podcast episode on Monday, and I finish it on Thursday. But um, yeah, it gets me through the day, and uh, tell us yeah, my coworkers are crazy. I laugh randomly, yep. you know, whenever I hear you guys' uh, crazy antics and crazy statements. But um, yeah, especially that one where you know Jim said he wants his dream was to be a retard. <laughs> I start laughing from that one. But dream. um, yeah, uh, weird science. You guys get a twenty out of ten rates. We made a diagram where uh, the circle just because of sheer length. If Reggie did a twelve-hour rap show too, I would have given him a. A higher than a 10 out of 10 rapes too but you know jim and eric <laughs> uh, and, you know, they just got it because the, the length the show is just too long 
They're untouchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, guys, I just want to congratulate you guys once again. And um, uh, looking forward to your next show. Thank you. Nice. Bye. He gives us a lot of rapes, Eric. It's a weird theme for the night because that's not the last of the rape that we are going to hear from. But yeah, thanks, G. No, yeah. we're talking about the thing, though. We, we actually sat down. Oh, he didn't sit down. We made a diagram at work this week to try to find the sweet spot between being retarded, a little too smart. Yeah. And like, it was you a know, Venn diagram, well, as yeah, if you was. will. It was the Venn diagram, and yeah, it was the the sweet spot. But it, <laughs> there is that when you cross over, uh, not good. That, like you're still in, considered in fact, a retard. Well, but that's you're the too smart, and that's like you don't have that freaking melon in my of that, dream. That, uh, yeah, in my dream, I want to go full retard. Unlike of what, you know, unlike the sage advice in Tropic Thunder to never go full retard. I want to go full retard because when you're stuck a little bit above. You're fucked. That that, that sweet is, spot is the no worst. Place to be. Yeah, that you don't want that. It, you get a lot of problems. And in fact, we were deciding what we would want to be. I know this is what we do at work, and we decided we <laughs> wanted to be not like we were like you almost with the eight triple challenge. I oh, said yeah. you you can't eat six. You went. I can eat eight. When Damn they're right. like, we're not one point challenge under. Me, we want to be ten points under. Eric. That's but right. you're still you're you're just happy. You're working. You're making some. Macrame. Is, is that what they you're do? half retarded. You can realize how much life can be pushing you down. You don't yeah. want to realize that shit. The, the people who I've met that are are half uh, are always angry. Yeah. I want to be the smiling guy. I want to be there. Nothing, you know, everything's fine. My pants are off and I'm having a grand old time. And, and really, then you get away with a lot too. The, the guy right. at work is pretty much in that, that that sweet spot that isn't so sweet. Guy is always angry. He's spot. always confused. I don't need that. I just want to go through life all happy, skipping, skipping. Yeah, motherfucker's got to work right there. You're fucking too mu- too smart. Yeah, really. You, you already ruined it. You really, well, the minute that I have to go to work, the the dream is over. I want to Deals sit there. Off. I don't want to be retarded anymore. Sit there anymore. and drool on myself, yell out like in a uh, David Cross, I believe, when he was in. I think it was in Friends, where he just yelled chicken pot pie, and then <laughs> they right. all thought, but he was he was fooling. <laughs> Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot, pie. And they'd all laugh at him, but yeah. You always have problems. The problem with that is a woman is always going to ruin that plan because you're always going to want to, you know, get him. This this happens in every type of. Now, there's not a lot of movies or TV shows with this theme, but The Ringer, Ringer, that was one that ended up happening. Women ruin it all. Stay away from the ladies. That's my advice. Uh, But we're going to stop right now. We're going to go off to the news. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news.
And now it's time for Eric in the news. And oh yeah, I guess Jim's there too. I decided to switch it up in the middle, Eric, because it is your birthday. I was thinking to myself, as soon as we started playing a song, I'm like, yep, it's back to business it's as back usual. To business. Nope, I'm like, honestly, I, actually, I was just daydreaming the whole time. That was fun. I'm like, you know what? That 100th episode for how drunk I got might as well have been a dream for how that I was, remember That it. was your dream state. Yeah. That was like heaven for you, right? Your it sexy was. body. You oh. got it all going on. Your sexy self I'm going. 25 years old again. Nice. Hooey. It is the news. I got to pick it up. Pick it up. Uh, you know what picks it up all the time? You know what does it? This. Oh, yeah, I'm going there, yeah, all right, come on, I need it, I need a pick-me-up, to get fresh, what's Freddy think about the Get Fresh Crew? Uh, what does Freddy think of the Get Fresh Crew? Get Fresh Crew, boop boop, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, hello motherfuckers, oh yes, oh yes, also this, if it'll start, it didn't start. Oh no, I had that edit that I had edit that out in. It did not play. What the hell is going on, Eric? What's going on? The news. Hello, weird science. Hello, weird science. Get fresh crew. There's the news, Eric. The news. The first bit of news. The top ten comic books of November have come out. They have been released. The release party has happened as they drop those numbers. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Number one, Eric. Any guesses? Number one. Batman number 10. Good job. All right, job. good. I I'm was gonna actually going to say that, too. We're going to guess all of these. It's going to take no, us no, fucking it's gonna take three forever, years. Yeah. I'm number two, Eric, Batman 11. Nice. Ooh, 11. Number three, Civil War 2, number seven, which proves that people buy garbage. Yep. Right? Well, number four. I can't say that personally. I have not read it. I have heard I have. things about it, though. Garbage. Garbage. It's the garbage. Number four, Star Batman number four. Dare leak my balls. Number five, Invincible Iron Man. Number one. Number six, Amazing Spider-Man. Renew your vows. Number one. Number seven. Nonsense. Yes. Number seven, Batman Annual. Number one. Okay. Number eight, The Shock of the Night. Venom number one, Eric. Venom number one. Number nine. Dead Man, Dark Mansion, Forbidden Love number one. Then I'd I'd fucking slit slit my throat. I'd have to have (laughs) Dead Man come here. Uh, Number nine, The Walking Dead, number 160. And number 10, IVX, number zero. You know what? Oh, yeah, I forgot that came out. In Humans vs. X-Men? Humans vs. X-Men, yes, number zero. those are the top ten. So you got a couple DC titles. Got a bunch of DC up at the top All right there. All Batman, Eric. I know. People All love their is bats. right in the world again. You know what's <laughs> not really up there? Is. The Justice League. No, it's not. Neither Superman, though. There, you know, there's some that are missing there that we really do like. That Justice League Superman's is not there. Superman's been hardly ever in the top ten is in the last Everybody that years. listens to us, and especially the Get Fresh crew. Uh, Get Fresh crew. Boop-boop. <laughs> <laughs> are they all, like... Waiting with bated breath for the numbers to come out to see how bad the Justice League is done, and also to debate how low it has to go before it hitches off the book. Because That's a that big book, topic. Book is nonsense. It is such not. There are two things that are nonsense in DC right now, and it really is 
the Justice League and the fact that Steve Orlando is allowed to write like all these separate books and shit like that. That really is the things that drive me nuts and I don't understand, but we're going to have to keep getting it for now. Uh, but I am looking forward to see all the numbers. Uh, they'll probably come out in about a week, usually the way it goes. Nah, probably midweek this week. So we'll see what's going on. Maybe I'll have an a emergency podcast, Eric, where I just oh, sit and read you? them. I just read the news. I'm like Corey when the fucking uh, Lisa calls up in The Simpsons, the Corey hotline. I'll just pick up the paper and read the I was going to say, the Corey. I had no idea where yeah. you were going you with remember that. remember that? When you're like, I do the Corey, the Corey hotline. Oh, let's see what's in the news. And he mispronounces everything. Lisa oh, was addicted stuff. to the 900 she number. She was. I'm telling you. Uh, Principal Skinner could tell a 900 number from a fucking block <laughs> away. Uh, the next bit of news, and we only have two bits of news. This is something I got from Newsarama. It is mm. that a new writer will join Suicide Squad in January, Aaron. That's disappointing. According to Newsarama, no, it isn't. Simon Cy Spurrier is joining DC Suicide Squad with January's number nine issue. Spurrier will join series writer while Rob Williams on this issue, which is a tie into the Justice League versus Suicide Squad event. No reason has been given for the addition, but Williams told Newsarama that they will both be writing number nine and number ten together. That's not bad. I'm just happy that that Rob Williams is still on there. Guy's a busy man. He can't write all these issues, so he's probably just having him to help. See, in my mind, like I was thinking to myself, like, all right, this guy's taking up for Rob Williams before I knew the news, but I'm like. Does that mean that Rob Williams could be possibly going on Justice League? No, no. No, no, happening. no. I got happening. happy for a second. But I that have my is the news, and we're going to take a break. And in this break, before we get to the mail, uh, we will be going back a little shout-out, a little callback, if you will, to the Get Pump for the Week song, Eric. We have a new nice. Get Pump for the Week song, uh, but after that, we'll be back with the mail. Hello, Weird Science! Get fresh crew! <laughs> I hurt myself today. You hear me, Jim? To see if I still feel. Segregation, Reggie! I focus on the pain. Hello, motherfucker! The only thing that's real. Look at all those tickets! The needle. Tears a hole. But that's what I want, Jimmy boy. The old familiar sting. Try to kill it all away. Who is laughing? I hate that. But I remember everything. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. What have I become? The guy is drunk. My sweetest friend. And then I do that. Everyone I know goes away in the end. Segregation, Reggie! And you could have it all. <laughs> My empire of dirt. Spiders. I will let you down. I gave it a 7 out of 10. A 6.8 out of 10, honestly. It's Mail with Jim! Hallelujah! It's Mail with Jim! Oh yeah! 
time's over for you, Eric. It's over. Good times. It is over. It's mail with Jim. I enjoyed them all. They not mail with Eric. Not that we don't need no Jim Werner. <laughs> that was our favorite part. <laughs> we were like, we loved it because he just went with it. I love, Mike, that you went with those songs and just inserted my name, whether it made sense or not. We actually <laughs> like that better than if you tried to change it up. That uh, was good stuff. But this is mail section number one. If you want to be part of the mail that's spread in four sections throughout this podcast, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, and you're in. You pass the test again. We are very easy with these tests, Eric. Say, why do we keep handing out a bunch of tests, though? It's just, it's tests. Everything is a test in this life. This life is a test, Eric. And when you win, if you fail, I don't actually nothing happens. No, at the say, end, we all die. Easy Easy A. That's what I call you, Easy A. You're easy. I don't know. I'm Not Easy E. I'm so t- Easy E. You got AIDS yeah. and died. That's what yep. happened. Jesus hey, give me some Christ. time, man. I can I can Jesus do this. This Christ, you can catch up. You gonna get that from? <laughs> well, the first mail is from J Man. J Man says, "Hey Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J Man? First off, I just wanted to thank Eric for giving us comic gold with his <laughs> drunken milestorm rant. I love milestorm. every minute." <laughs> Of it, milestorm air. And the milestorm comes out. And the milestorm no, comes out. I just want to these all. Milestone when you're drunk. I want after to talking it, about milestorm. Yeah, that was the problem. Is yeah. I, and at one point, I just I was having so much fun just asking you questions and <laughs> watching where they led. <laughs> it was like you're a magical a mystery tour, Eric. <laughs> he says, Jim, I'm gonna have to disagree with your score of the latest Batman. All we get is Batman again taking out hundreds of thugs and getting to a naked, shadowy Bane with Selina and Psycho Pirate by his side. I thought this was supposed to be Batman's Ocean's Eleven with his own suicide squad. Where the hell are Bruce's partners in crime other than Selina? That's the mystery. Michael Yannon's art is amazing, but that is the only good thing I can say about this issue. I give Batman a 5.5, he says. That's all for now. My wife, who just had a birthday yesterday, is being a royal pain in the ass. She's royalty, huh? (laughs) <laughs> Ain't Can I be a royal pain in the ass tomorrow? Ain't on my birthday? Great. No. It's uh, actually in three minutes, Aaron. Three minutes at your birthday party. It's your birthday. I'm not singing to you. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. J-Man from San Mateo. Thank you, J-Man. Thank you, j The next one is from Bobby. Bobby says, hey, Jim, Eric, Chris, and Reggie, and a great big whoop, whoop, whoop to the Get stop. Fresh crew. Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. I could play that all night. I could play I could it all tell. night. Giant Size Issue 100 was the most fun I've had on a Saturday night while sober and clothed. At least, at least one, one of us of was us. clothed. Yeah. yeah. I especially loved Eric's one-man show performance oh, of Invincible Iron Man's Issue 120, Demon in a Bottle, Eric. Did, did Iron Man say stuff like this? Segregation, Reggie! <laughs> oh, I love it. Why can't we have some goddamn black heroes... In the regular universe. Why that thing's going down right? Jim, that guy knows what's up. Tonight that Toby and I became brothers. Uh, it had no tonic. Ah, oh, it's so good. I am so drunk right now. I love talking to Toby. I just want to talk to Toby off air all night. I, this, this is my favorite one. Why does it keep going? Oh, it just keeps going. I can't believe that drunk Eric called me a piece of shit. That bothered you all week, actually. It really I, did. I know that Bobby's giving this as, uh, as a joke and having fun with it. Really did bother you all week. You you felt really bad about that. Well, it was uh, one of those spontaneous things, like just because yeah. she's talked about freaking cellar door. But oh, you piece of shit! Because we were talking yep. about earlier that week too about how and I had you the had idea. a little loose tongue. You were yeah. sinking ships with those loose lips. Your drunken lips were going a mile a minute. 
Fucking Mr. Fucking Talk. I said I got so I was, angry I was at one Mr. point. I Buzz at that point. Yeah. Well, that sometimes that leads to even more talking. But that is behavior unbecoming of America's sweetheart. No, I agree. Eric. You are one. Uh, you are the one who is a piece of shit. You are the Jim, one who is the piece of can shit. Can you please play me Jess's? That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. Your is my command. Uh, also says, how funny that Jim would ask Eric to guess my gender. Now, I will say this. That is a running joke between me and you because anytime there is a name that can go either yeah, way. There's any 50-50 question, I'm honestly. telling you, yeah, you will always pick the wrong one. You thought Bengal, uh, the artist, was a girl. It was a guy. You th- I mean, anytime you, you have it. But even funnier is that Eric guessed female funnier still i'm actually an even even bigger tranny than danny the street it looks <laughs> like eric was wrong as usual that's the best i mean i'm telling you wasn't that i makes half me, right that makes me so happy so happy <laughs> now you're being a piece of shit eh? it's it makes me so happy that you were wrong and it's going to lead me to another story when we're done here but jim i'm a big fan of your spot on impressions i especially love your robot like this i am a robot Beep, boop, beep. Is that my, and your Mae West. I could be a Mae West robot. Come up and stream this sometime, big boy. Beep, boop, boop. How's How that? does he do Is it, folks? How it's, does he do it? It's great. You should see me too. I'm doing the Jesus robot. Well, I know I you were. Beep, boop, beep. I've done the robot at work. I just walked by you. Actually, any time that somebody makes me walk somewhere, I kind of do a crazy robot while I'm walking. A little thing for myself to pass the time. She says, while binge-watching Westworld, I couldn't help but think of you every time they showed the saloon prostitutes. Will you please <laughs> turn my head voices real and give me a come up and see me so Actually, ask for a come up and see me sometime. Beep, boop, beep. Come up and see me sometime, big boy. Beep, boop, beep. How's that? Are you going to just, are you asking my name or are you taking inventory? Beep, boop, boop. How's that? It's so is terrible. That good? It's it is good? so bad. Here is an English robot. <laughs> Hello, love. Beep, beep, boop, boop, beep. Now, here, that's that's the English. I know. The applause. Keep your applause to later. Here is a German uh, robot. Hello, love. Beep, 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 beep. Isn't that good? That is good. I really, I'm. Losing, does I, I, he do I, it? I should be a voice actor of some big You're television show. Phenom. I could be like a like I am the the Michael Winslow of my generation, Eric. Unfortunately, Not Michael Winslow was the Michael Winslow of my generation, but I should be a man of a thousand voices, Eric. Beep boop beep. She says, "Fuck Eric." Ah. From Bobby. P.S. I love what you guys do. And I love you guys for doing it. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. And this leads to my thing where you always are wrong. Uh, this has not been revealed yet. People have asked me all week. I've kept it secret. Uh, while we were recording, you got very drunk. I, I, I'm just – that is a spoiler. I don't know if people knew this. While we were going and recording, you kind of got a little tipsy, right? Is, is that yeah. possible? Yeah, I mean, I've heard things. Who is laughing? I hate them. <laughs> You me on you're a lot gonna of keep. I don't you are gonna keep hearing things. Uh, but during that part where Toby came on, we were talking about Jess. You, we had taken a break, and you went off and realized Jess was not in the house, and then said, "Oh yeah, she's out with some dude." Double A Ron. A A 
A-A-Ron, as you said. And I said to you even then, are you sure it wasn't Aaron? And you said, as in the E-R-I-N, you're like, no, no. I think it, it was A-Ron, A-double A-Ron. Like, you were fucking slay. Who knows what was going on? But you did say that she did tell you that. I'm here to announce that was completely wrong. She was yep. out with a girl named Aaron, as yep. I thought she was, because number I go against whatever you say, usually It makes right. sense, yeah. If you say bet on black, red, Eric. Definitely. That's all I have to say. And, uh, yeah, she was out with one of her friends named Aaron, who yeah, she works with. Yep. She And the best is she completely told you all of that info. She told hey, you Jim, co-worker, I woman. I then got really drunk. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That is true. But it's I don't drink liquor back. very often. I almost polished off that bottle of uh, yeah, gin during yeah, that time yes, we were on. Yes, you did. I think I'm going to drink during the awards show. I okay. think it's my turn. Now, also, uh, we really I, – I tried not to embarrass you too much at the beginning of the show. We probably could have oh. spent the first three hours talking about your drunkenness. I do want to point out that I did see in the chat uh, between people saying that their significant others hated my guts for always talking, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting up this new concept, Eric. It's called the Silent Podcast. It's called. It might it, catch on. I just released five episodes. Well, just that two side. It's just nothing. You just turn it on. There's nothing, and you, you seem like you're smart or something because it's really out there. I'm very artistic. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. Um. What was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I really. Oh. I, I saw in the chat that I think it was Frenny or – no, actually, it was Missy T, I think, said, oh, man, Jim doesn't sound like he's getting drunk. And, yes, that is true because there was a time where I saw that the train was going off the tracks, and I knew, yep. Eric, you were heading to a place where we had never heard before on the podcast at least. Well, somebody, had to, somebody had to to keep the trolley going. Eric doesn't stop once he starts. No. He so what happened is I had to stop because we, we said, even this week we were talking about it, because I said, boy, it would, it would have been really funny if I would have just kept drinking as well. Uh, nope. No. That we probably would have fucked something up and it wouldn't have been recorded. Yeah, that, Jim's, that was yeah, the Jim's thing. in charge of, the, of recording yeah, the things. Yeah. If he is like not in the if right state of mind, if I'm fucked up, who knows what's going on? Now I do think that at some point I have I owe it to you and to other people to hear the drunk Jim Werner who becomes very happy and probably would give every That's book a fucking really? ten out of ten. That sounds amazing. Uh, oh, I've yeah. never seen this so, person. It'll happen eventually, but it was not going to happen last week, though I would have loved to. I saw you. I, I, I'm telling you. I, I could tell where you were You saw heading. the writing on the wall. Oh, the writing on the wall. Jesus Christ, it slapped me right upside the fucking head. I, I realized probably by the time that we got done the first mail that I could already tell shit was going bad. And, See, I couldn't bad, tell until the good. end of Superman. No, I knew the whole time. I could tell you stuff. Not that you were just slurring the words, but you were getting very talky. <laughs> I was like, this is not going to end well. So I stopped. But yeah, the next email is a new email. Maybe one of the best names I've ever heard in my life, Eric, besides maybe Snakebite Cortez, the <laughs> colorist. Uh, if this is a real name, fuck, it's awesome. Luke Hollywood, Eric. Nice. Luke Hollywood has written and says, What's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Chris, Brandon, and all the other bodacious members of the Get Fresh crew? Boop, Where boop. is it? Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Luke? My, my name is Luke Hollywood, and I have a problem. I just can't get enough of Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I've been a listener since the dawn of rebirth after a certain DCR podcast fell by the wayside. I like it. Not after a certain DC podcast. <laughs> after a certain DCR podcast fell to the wayside. <laughs> 
And I must say, I've loved every minute of it. Wherever I go, Weird Science goes with me on the streets, in the sheets, in the shower. Nowhere is safe. Mm. I tried to listen one time in the shower. My phone does not have a very good uh, speaker. And now I know it's time for it. a, good, a new phone because you got it all wet. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. On many occasions, I've found myself laughing out loud to Eric's annoying continuity points and Jim's frightening bowel movements. They're People not annoying. The... They're poignant. No, they're annoying. They're fucking <laughs> annoying. People on the street may think I'm crazy, but they're the crazy ones if they don't listen to weird science. I came for the in-depth comic analysis and reviews, but what did he stay for, Eric? What does everybody stay for? The nonsense. But I stayed for all the nonsense that came with the in-depth comic analysis and reviews. The nonsense, uh, G just realized it uh, the other day where he's like, you know what? I listen to you guys and I love the reviews, but at the end of the fucking listening, I don't remember anything you said about the reviews. It's all the goddamn nonsense. The stories. Yeah, I'm currently listening to episode 95 of the podcast as I'm stupidly slow listener, and I'm about a month behind on my rebirth books as I'm an even slower reader. Same with me, Luke, me and you both. But boy, wasn't Night of the Monster Men a big pile of shit? Oh, yeah. Affirmative. Complete. Affirmative, Eric. Big pile of shit right there. Sucked. It sucked. Mm. Wait, wait till he gets to that fucking I am an honest signal fucking stag story. <laughs> fucking jump wait off Wait till we roof. get to the fucking continuation yeah, of I'm that. I'm just saying, that annual, it was. It, I was really having a lot of fun until I turned that page. And uh, we have a little more of that nonsense next week we'll, you'll hear about later. Because of this, I felt there was no point in mailing in my thoughts. But after the latest post on WeirdScienceDCComics.com, I just couldn't stay quiet any longer after a tremendous 100th episode extravaganza which I haven't listened to yet, and another week of stellar issue reviews, what I found on Thursday night blew my mind. The release of the premiere official-unofficial mixtape of MC Cryptid, Toby, and the Get Fresh crew, straight out of nonsense, over 30 tracks of my favorite dancing mic classics and soundboard wonders from my favorite podcast, as well as all new dope fire hits for me to rock out to when I'm not busy (laughs) catching up on the podcast. Christmas has truly come early to all us fans of Quakertown's finest. I went to exclaim uh, my excitement. I want to explain to ex- my excitement of this on Twitter and was gifted with an onslaught of likes and retweets by the whole crew. I guess all that Twitter stalking finally paid off. <laughs> what, why you want to be a member of the Get Fresh crew? So now I sound like I'm having a strike. I gotta stop. I know. That. I really. It. It. I, and every time. I think it's I funny. gotta tell you. Every time I I fucking poke myself in the fucking breast, it's starting to hurt. I think I injured myself every time <laughs> I give myself a fucking poke. It, and now I did it trying to explain it. I I think I hurt myself. So now I'm finally You're ready to smart. say thanks. For making my week that extra bit weirder every week and giving me hours of hilarious content for zero monies. I hope all these rumors of Jim finally escaping the podcast episode 100 are false, or else there will be no one around to read my long-ass mail. I guess I could send it to Eric, but nobody really wants that. Oh, It's another Team Jim. How do you know I'm not a robot? Everybody's Team Jim. Beep, boop, beep. Maybe I'll download the next episode of the show to see if you answer this mail. Does that count as cheating? Yes, yes it does. And I, I freaking that's the way you to do, do it. You listen to episode 100 first. From your boy in, here we go, Lexlip, Ireland. What the I'm, fuck did you just Lex say to me? Lexlip. I'm saying Lexlip, Ireland. I don't, know, you're, I don't know what that is. It's code. It's code between me and... Will Hollywood? <laughs> I almost just called him Hollywood. I wonder if anybody just calls it's him Hollywood. Hollywood. I'm doing it's so funny. Long. I have it right below, and I was like, I was just going to call him Hollywood. And then I couldn't remember. 
Weird science is going Hollywood. Here it is. It's I. It's it's Irish. It's in Ireland. It's spelled L E I X L I P. Yep. Lex slip is how I'm going. I don't care what you say. I'm always wrong. Uh, you wrong with men and women. I'm wrong with any pronunciation or actually True. just just reading. <laughs> and he is. Please from, lip. He. I'm saying. I don't know. He says and he says Ireland. Have fun pronouncing that, Jim. He gives Lies us. Lip. X O X O X O Eric. I nice. think that might be binary code. He is a fucking robot. No, Luke I've seen Hollywood. binary code. Doesn't look I'm like telling that. you, he's behind. So I think I'm actually going to email him to tune in for Reggie's show on Thursday. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe he all the shows. Toby's show on Tuesday. I gotta, I gotta let Luke know this and see if he wants to get involved because I think he would like that. But yeah, thank you, Luke. That's kind of a you fucked up time that. though for somebody in Ireland. Yeah, it is. Uh, Reggie, it was funny because we were trying to decide this weekly schedule. And Reggie, well, seven is actually really good for the U.S. Yeah. Uh, not so great for England and Ireland and anywhere else, really. Pretty much. And uh, somehow Reggie's like, that's a great time for them. I'm like, what, a Tuesday at midnight? <laughs> but the other thing is, actually, I want to do. I want to point this out as well. I did say that it's never going to hit the feed, but there is actually a kind of a feed on Mixler. Mixler, so if yeah. you do go there, you can listen to previous shows whenever you want at your leisure. Ooh. It doesn't matter what your schedule is, Eric. Schedule. You can listen to it at your leisure. <laughs> Aluminium. The next bit of mail is from Travis. Pumpkin, Eric. Pumpkin, they say. That's what they oh, call Travis. it over there. Pumpkin. They call what pumpkin? Uh, animals. A uh, uh, dog. That's what they call them there. It's a uh, Mac. Pumpkins. No, pumpkins. And then they, they uh, it's weird things. I, I might have to what tell you a about? lot of things all, all night. That's what they call it. And then you Are go you and drunk? you want, when you go to order a hamburger, you, you actually ask for a uh, hot dog. And then they give you a hamburger. Eh, you don't ask for a there. steamed ham? No, not a steamed ham. You're not going to go in your kitchen and see the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> Can't tell. More of a Utica thing. Yeah, it is a Utica thing. Steamed hams. Uh, Travis. Travis says, I was so sad to hear that episode 100 was going to be the last. I guess this email isn't even going to be read, so maybe I shouldn't bother to write it. But yeah. I just can't help it. Do you think that this would happen, like, it, we even before uh, where Luke was talking about DCR, you think that... uh we would quit. How long would it be until the emails stop? Do you think right away that we, we say legitimately this is our last episode and people will be like, fuck those assholes. <laughs> they fucking go to the next podcast. And really, you go to these other podcasts and just listen to them 13 times and then you'll get the length. Yeah. Right? Actually, listen to a real goddamn fucking podcast, not this nonsense. Freaking, what the hell are we thinking? It's the craziest plan we, that we ever thinking. came up with. There was no plan. It just happened naturally. How does how does something like this happen naturally? Because it's like we're I idiots. say to you, you're we like, why why is your intestine coming out your asshole? It happened naturally. It happened, and then I go man. dancing around, sock. fucking skipping rope with my intestine. I'm fucking skip to my low. <sighs> on with Travis's mail. <laughs> is this on? Is this on? He says, I can't let go. I'm going to write to the Get Fresh crew 
until my last dying breath. There you go. I, every time I ask a question, it's always answered in the next sentence. Yep. It's like you with these fucking people in comics. You're like, I mean, you think you're going to fucking crack the code. You and the, the next code, page, baby. after, after seven research. hours of research, they tell you the next page. Just read that next page, baby. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Learn from I, me. I know Telos' real name. I figured it out. Oh, turn the page up. There it is. Oh, Arik said uh, third. Fuck There it me. is, Arik. We're in Skatars. Or until someone else, anybody know what we're talking about? Here? No. Or until someone else agrees to read my nonsense every week. Nobody's reading your nonsense, Travis. <laughs> my book of the week this week will definitely be Batman. Yet it makes me wonder, how can one book be so awesome and still so disappointing at the same time? You, that's the enigma I dealt with all fucking Tuesday night. It was great, loved it. However, we were left again hanging, waiting for the good stuff to happen. I suppose that's exactly how it should be, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how all of this is resolved. Now listen, don't go ballistic on me, Jim. Right, this, but, this is just the same. This is like when somebody comes up to you and says, I'm not a racist, but, yeah, you're a fucking racist. You know I'm going to go ballistic. Whatever the fuck this is about, I'm going to get angry, correct? Correct. No, I'm not. I'm going to be really? fucking happy. I'm going to be fucking happy. I don't know what he said. I didn't read this before. I have something positive to say about the Justice League. Whew. Okay. I'm very right. happy with the fact that Wonder Woman is the first to show kindness to the guy when he claims innocence. That's fine. That's I, I don't agree. I think they all, you know, they they could have come and smacked his fucking ass left fucking saying, seven times to Sunday. I don't know. Like almost killed a goddamn city with their fucking watchtower. Shit is going wrong to no. him. Yeah, huge yeah. Point. Uh, also, just before we get to it, a little sneak peek of uh, one of my things I get angry at. How does Wonder Woman know he's telling the truth? I don't know. No, there's no way. She just says that, and they oh, all think. Yeah, yeah, I Jim, think they Jim. weren't paying attention. They, they. She's uh, telling the truth. Yeah, they just thought that maybe she used the lasso. She didn't no. use no lasso. She they were just watching how fast Flash could now chuck an energy drink. Now she has the superpower. She's the fucking, yeah. you know. She used the bolt of Zeus. Yeah. I'm so angry at that. It seems we are keeping the type of character she is being built up as in her own book very nicely. Well done. We don't even know what kind of character she really is, though, because it's all a lie. Yeah. Well, she knows the truth, Eric, except for her own goddamn story. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm looking through this that goddamn page over and over trying to figure out where the fuck the lasso was that maybe she slipped it on him and, like, she bumped against him. She rubbed he's, up against him. He he's all telling about the it, truth, so, yeah. and they're like, okay, whatever, whatever. Hey, look I how don't fast even... Flash is chugging energy drink, really, everybody. The, the truth is that he's still a piece of shit that should be arrested. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll go into that a little later. My steaming pile of garbage this week was Marvel's Nova which actually is Brandon's uh, Marvel Minute, so we'll see if he agrees. It is beyond me how they can kill a great book, only to reintroduce it a few weeks later with Charlie Brown-level art and current Batgirl-level storytelling. Hey, maybe Marvel is basically doing to Nova what DC did to Batgirl. They found a demographic that really wants a Charlie Brown style of art and story that would make the monkeys proud. The monkeys! Hey, like hey, the monkeys. monkeys. I like the monkeys. You don't like the monkeys because you have flashbacks. You're fucking retarded. I do, but I really like the show. I did. That was a lot hey, of fun. Hey, sis. Hey, hey, well, hey, monkeys. Sis. Hey, hey, the monkey. Hey, did we ever hey, tell sis. anybody that for some reason you were named to him with Sace? Yeah, Sace. It made no sense. I don't understand. He would say Sace, and that's that was like my PTSD fucking word. I hear <laughs> Sace, and my fucking butt cheeks clenched up, and I was ready for a beating. Sace. I, I, what the hell was going through his retarded mind? Were you six mind? at the time? I don't know. 
No, because here's the thing. I am a third. I'm James Werner the third. My dad obviously was a junior. He called him Sace too. I don't know what the fuck does that James? Does that make sense? James? Nothing makes sense. Sace? Hey, hey, with monkeys. Yeah, and again though, that's what I want. I want to walk around fucking singing the monkeys theme and beating (laughs) the shit out of anybody I see and not having any repercussions. Especially little kids. Yeah. And they decided to redo Nova for that crowd. He is talking return. Like Batgirl and Burnside and beyond. I respect that there are people out there who want this type of thing, and I don't begrudge Marvel and DC for taking their money. God, I just wish they gave them Deathstroke and the Inhumans instead of Batgirl and Nova. Oh, well, I really wish your podcast was continuing because I love when I hear you say, Batgirl used to be good, Eric. It's true. Yes, yes, it is true. The, and, and thanks, Traps. Thanks, the next, the next email is from Hakeem, Eric. Hakeem says, hello, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the entire Get Fresh crew. Do, do, do. Hakeem. What was that? Do, do. Hakeem. Is that what you said? I said, do, do. What's up, Hakeem? <laughs> oh, it was, do, do, Hakeem. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to congratulate you last week on your 100th episode. It was a crazy week at work, and I didn't. Oh, who the hell am I kidding? I'm just a lazy SOB who never get, got around to writing a congratulating email. Simple as that. Sorry about that. It's fine. Sorry. We're, we're all lazy. That's part of being the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop. Beep, boop, beep. The show was hilarious. Loved every single minute of it. Here we go, Eric. But I did have a what-the-fuck moment when you played an old clip mentioning Eric's girlfriend owned a strap-on. Just to be sure to just be sure to sleep with one eye open, Eric. Late at it, or I'm a if very that's your sleep. thing, whatever floats your boat, man. No judgment. I told you it's a no judgment zone. I also have to get a keem in the, the get fresh crew. Uh, I'm gonna do that as well. I'm gonna get him in on the fucking trolley. In all seriousness, I wish you guys in the podcast nothing but success. And looking forward to a thousand more. But uh, Hakeem, is, I believe, is it Canadian keeps though. Going up more, I think though. we have too many. I think we have too many. And it was five hundred. Yeah. Now it's a thousand. I think we have too many Canadians in the get fresh crew erica <laughs> don't we have a limit on them i'll send another email later today to give some thoughts and ask some questions about the ter- direct currents issue dc launched and that'll be later on in a separate mail congrats on the hundred episodes and i'm, I'm gonna get uh, hakeem into the get fresh crew uh the next email is Thanks, from Jim. mark Mark says, sup, Jim and Eric. After up, listening Mark? to episode 100, I became extremely concerned for Eric's future well-being. So with the help yeah, of a few too. people in the OG Get Fresh crew chat, I was able to workshop a joke to help Eric get back on the wagon. However, believe it or not, Eric talked me out of it later on the chat. Then I come to find out that Aaron, the guy Eric told us Jess went out with, was really Aaron, E-R, <laughs> a girl. I felt it's the best interest of his health that the joke is told. A man walks into a bar. His alcohol dependency is tearing his family apart. There you go. <laughs> Remember, Eric, we're here to support you. Have a great week, guys. Stay classy, Batman Beyond. Mark, P.S. Jim, can you give me a segregation, Reggie? Oh, God. Thanks, Jim. You rock. I could never pass up Segregation, Reggie! Segregation, Reggie! I had to do it once. Double I shot. I love, remember at that one point when I went through those non-jokes and I just oh, sat yeah. there all day saying them to you and laughing so hard. I love them. It's like the knock-knock, who's there? And the guy cried because his grandmother had had Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Uh, the next one is from G and G says, What's up, Jim, America's Sweetheart, Eric Shane, the heartbeat of Africa, Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh. Coo-coo-coo. What's up? 
saying. I, I yell that. My, I must wake up everybody all night. Get fresh crew. Let's yeah, do that from now on. Yeah, I just wanted to say that episode 100 was definitely worth uh, worthy of an episode 100. And Eric's slow deterioration in the drunken mess was comedy gold. I'll never be able to see the name Robert Venditti the same way after Eric called him Venditti's. <laughs> Uh, Seafood Toby's opening act intro was amazing, and I got the feels with that rap opening. Reggie, I love. I also loved your rap radio. I heard songs I've heard before and songs I've never heard before. I can't believe you actually played Girls Act stupidly. I love that song, but I never play it when I am with my lady friend because I think it will offend her. Hope Frenny and Missy T didn't get offended. Ha ha. I have some recommendations if I if you do it again next time. And he is doing it this Thursday. You don't have to use any of them if you aren't feeling it. I wanted to pull in different types of rap songs. That's what the rappers say, the feeling it, Eric. That's that means oh, yeah, that you're what on. They say. And I also heard he said that these songs were YOLO, Eric. YOLO. YOLO. Number one. Zeros. Zeros, I hate you, something for the ladies, he said. Number two, Soldier Boy, let let me get him, something to dance to there. Wu-Tang Clan, Gravel Pit, he said that's underground-ish, I disagree. Uh, fabulous, can't deny it, good old gangster rap, I do know that as well, I like that song. And Dr. Dre, the message, easy listening rap. Some good suggestions, right? Yeah. Okay. I also attached I my first I <laughs> rant and rave. Hope you guys have a good one. I want like something really gangsta, uh, like uh, parents just don't understand. Oh man, that, that's that is like shit. gangsta from that fuck that fucking goddamn Will Smith. That guy'll kill. Some, he'll put a cap in your ass, Aaron. I'd rather listen to your thirteen-hour podcast than do a marathon of all eight Harry Potter movies. Not I me. Like the Harry Potter movies. I, uh, it gets a little. Uh, I'm not a big fan near the end of the series, but I do like this. And he says, "Latex G, GM Chung, Eric." Thank if you, G. You know. uh, yeah, thanks, G. And that is the it for mail section number one. I'm. F- are you feeling it, Eric? Like the rappers say nowadays, I'm the young rappers. It. You feeling it? No, it's man. Like, it's we're like when they say, back. We're I, I, they, they like when a new album's coming out, I don't know if you know the slang, they go, this new album is, is uh, going to fall today. Is that what they say? No, they don't. They say it's falling, right? No. This album's I, falling, baby. I don't know what you're talking about. I have, I have my ear on the pulse of the streets, Eric. I know what they say. That's just because you're low to the ground. I hear what they say. It's like when they're like, hey, man. I like that crunch music. The crunch? Isn't that what they sing? I I don't even know what you're trying to fuck up here. What The crunch? (laughs) Thrash? I don't know. I like when they say, hey, you know what I like when you do that whipping jippity do? You like that, right? The jippity do? I know know what what they say. You don't know the jippity do? I thought you were on the fucking. I thought you were a rapper at one point. Yeah, yeah, I was. You don't know the jippity do. I don't know. You know, when you do that thing with the with your hands, the jippity do. The jive? No, when you you do the thing with your hands with the head. Where I where I grab the back of my head and I grab my leg and try to put the together. No, no, that that's the fling lick do. I I wish you knew what was. Wasn't that the demon that freaking Midnighter talked to? That was. (laughs) Ah, we'll be back with the books. Jippity doer. Jippity do. Now here's Eric, and he's talking all about DC. Now here's Eric, 
he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down. His reviews are strong and sound. His scores are much better than gems you'll see. He will tell us all about DC. So tell us all about DC. Eric Shea. All right, Eric. Nice. There you go. It's because I got a notification on Skype that it's your birthday. It sure popped is. up at 12.30. I don't know what took it so long. Skype was as lazy as we are. It took a half hour to wish you a happy birthday. I had a little uh, rotating cake. Didn't wish me anything. It just no, notified you. It's weird, you. too. It should give you the cake, not me. I'm sick of cake already. I have uh, I have five kids, which Brandon mentioned earlier uh, so nicely in the uh, the what's it called? The roast. The roast yes. um, and all five have, well, four of them especially have birthdays within one month. And it's Isn't coming all February? up. Uh, they are February from February 7th to March 6th are four birthdays plus my wife's birthday. So there's five birthdays in that one month. And every one of them likes ice cream cake. Now, <laughs> my son, Zach, his birthday was just on the 8th. And he had a ice cream cake, and I'm all, I'm still sick of it from last year. I really don't like ice cream cake. I am more. I've had ice cream cake in 20 years. Yeah, I'm more. Um, I'm I'm not a big guy on dessert type things, uh, in general. Well, I no, rather, I, I would you. rather have a bag of little Cheezers pretzels, Eric, than a whatchamacallit bar like you. Oh like. God, I love yeah, me some whatchamacallits. I, I really do like salty stuff more, and that my blood pressure oh, yeah? shows that. <laughs> Ah, yes, but this is the book section of the podcast. We will spoil everything, everything, including your love of a book you once thought you liked, Eric. That's what people tell us. We're very convincing with our hate. Is it I don't know hate? what the hell we're talking about. I'm talking about the books. It's time for the books, Eric. I'm saying we're going to spoil people's love of a book that they thought they liked going into oh, the podcast. I thought we were going to somehow spoil my love. I'm like, no. How's that going to happen? I got no. so confused. How is that going to happen? You hate them all already. You're, I do you're not. You're a negative fella. Uh, but we also have more. written reviews. <laughs> like uh, Luke says, he goes and reads our written reviews. And that is at the website weirdsciencedccomics.com. And all these books are written reviews are up for them and you can see our clever catchphrases and fucking things i, I don't know our subheaders <laughs> is this on <laughs> oh yes you can see me write jokes I, you, I, somehow yeah. we feel way off like we haven't done this in a long time in that week there yeah like we, yeah. we pushed we spent our entire load on that 100 and then fucking nothing now now my refractory period is off. I'm not hard, really. I'm going in limp, Eric. I really am. Never do uh, that. I will tell you, though, you want to read some reviews? Come come on Wednesday. I think I have seven or eight reviews. I, I don't know how this is happening. I really don't. I'm going to have to mail a couple of those in, and we're going to make it a contest. Decide which I mail in, Eric. <laughs> that is the contest. Uh, but this is the meat and cheese of the podcast, the books. And I'm going to tell you, Eric, I would say the meat. Would you prefer a ostrich or elk? Wh- well, which I've would never be had ostrich or elk, so I wouldn't know. Which would you go with? 
Which would you go with? And in your mind, it's funny because you would assume that ostrich would be something along the chicken variety, but for some reason I'm thinking steak when I think ostrich. Now tell me, how am I eating this? Are they in a fucking ground meat into a burger what, patty? What, did you think that like you were just going to go and there's an ostrich running down the road and you're going to bite his back? No, I this might. would be like a, uh, like a breast, an ostrich breast. Dude, I don't know. I've never seen a goddamn ostrich breast or what that would look like. Wouldn't that be gigantic? I, I'm sure you cut it into a portion that you can eat. That's it's like, fucking do you ever see a fucking cattle? What, what are you, having a steak that's fucking six feet long? You know, that would God be amazing. damn it. Why the fuck do I podcast with you? And this the, nonsense. The, the, what is it, the great 96er from fucking uh, The Great yeah, Outdoors? Not every steak is huge, Eric. God, I want that. Not every steak is huge. You want I'm, I'm any gonna go, steak. Uh, any steak that allows you to, if you finish, you get it free, that's a steak for me. Me as well. What would you go, ostrich I'm or elk? I'm going elk just because I don't like the looks of ostriches. They just look like jerk-offs to me. Uh, they, they do kind of look like they're a little bit of an assholes, but yeah. then you can eat them. Then you're like, yeah. fuck you, ostrich. There you they're go. It's going to be tough. I don't know. I feel fuck like their heat's going to fall ostrich. me down. You think it'd be tough? No, I, I think, think it'd be tough on me just because the heat uh, in my mind is going to fall me down. How about you with an ostrich egg? A little scrambled ostrich egg that on the side. That sounds disgusting to me. I don't even want to try I that. I just bought an ostrich egg once in Why New York. Why the fuck would you we, do that? We were in New York because they're fucking humongous. It's hilarious. Can you imagine making fucking a family of five a fucking omelet with one egg? Yeah, no. I swear to God, I picked it up and the lady got mad at me. Uh, but I picked it up and I swear to God, I thought I, was, I thought I was Fred Flintstone. <laughs> and what did you just say? How do you know that lady was Asian, Eric? Yeah, she was Asian. Come on, she man. She was. That's what I'm saying. How did you know? Yeah. She didn't say you touch your body. She said, put that down, round eye. And I was like, Guy what the Jing. fuck? And then I was going to, I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to show her how this is. I'm like, I, I want to buy it. Said, okay, $20. I'm I was like, going to nah, say, nah, how much is an you, ostrich You can egg? have that back. I think it was like 15 bucks. I forget. It just seemed great. I really did feel like I was Fred Flintstone looking at that goddamn thing. I also want a rack of ribs that's going to knock over my fucking car. That'd be good, too, right? That's that's the meat, Eric. Good. <laughs> you want to hear what the cheese is? I, I looked know. up a cheese. Uh, cheese is the Winamere cheese. What, nope. you, you ever hear of the Winamere cheese? Well, no, listen to that. I'm not a fancy guy. Eric, let me tell you. The Winamere cheese won best of show at the 2013 American Cheese Society Conference. When it comes to expensive cheese, Eric, this one is actually relatively affordable. One spruce wrap, one spruce wrap wheel only cost okay. about $45 and includes oh, the wintry huh? seasonal flavors of berries, smoked meat, and forest. That was my craft singles that for the two now, fucking cheese. You missed the best part. No, no, this I didn't. This is the I description. How the fuck does forest taste? Is that Forrest Gump? Is fucking Fremunda? Or uh, forest to me it seems like you're eating an evergreen forest tree. <laughs> you're eating that fucking lazy ass it's got eye. Got two holes in it, but one of the He's holes got is that lower eye than looking the other. Yeah. Christ, this is the meat and cheese, Eric. So we, we've decided on elk and Wintermere cheese, possibly with a huge fucking ostrich, you fucking ostrich omelet on the side. Fucking I'm telling you, this is about his... And a goddamn craft single, my meat yeah. and cheese. Uh, real, what is the meat? Pepperoni. Pepperoni? Jesus, Christ. I told you way back when I, I ate that pepperoni stick and I, I really got sick because it really, it was so such good. a thick pepperoni I've done that it, it almost so seemed like I was eating somebody's leg. 
It freaked me out a bit. That's all I want to do. Eat somebody's I know, leg. I know. Don't you have these weird fantasies? Like, well, fantasies. That's why like. anytime I get on a plane, I hope we crash in the Andes, Eric. I'm hungry. Alive. I, I look around and I look and see the fucking fat guys. I want to sit next to them. Live part two. This time I'm hungry. Guys, like the guy's name is Ted. I actually am calling him Lunch. Damn lunch, right. Eric. The Andes. I wonder if that movie holds up. I have not seen that since it came out. I would think I would think cannibalism is timeless. <laughs> <laughs> when does cannibalism go out of fucking fashion? It's always in fashion. Uh, speaking of fashion, Eric, we're going to start the books. We're going to start it now. None of this nonsense. In a normal fashion. None of this nonsense. Now I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you all about uh, this next book, and I'm going to wax poetic about it. Nobody's going to remember. They're going to remember nope. fucking a joke. Cannibalism. Doesn't go out of fashion, Eric. Uh, we're talking about the books here. <laughs> I'm trying to get my notes. I, I'm actually, I feel drunk. I am so tired right now. I feel drunk. And I'm just going to tell you right now, not that this will Man, make any drunk. sense. This is not going to make any sense to anybody when they're actually listening to this. But I think we might go live when uh, around 3 o'clock. And we'll do a live show to me and you. How about that? Oh, fuck. The guy All is right. drunk. Yeah, I think that we're going to do that. But. Batman Aren't you going to kill the time for somebody tomorrow? Nope. No, Nobody wait, no, has a show tomorrow. Now. Yeah, that's right. No show tomorrow, Eric. No show for you. You break, you buy. You buy. You bake, you buy. Bake. Beep, bop, boop. You, you scramble notes? egg, you buy. You doctor yet? <laughs> Batman number 12. Written by Tom King, art by Michael Yannon. I'm going with that. I, I have to. He follows us on Twitter. I gotta ask this guy how to pronounce his name because I love the guy, but I feel bad. I don't. I'm going Mikhail myself. I'm going Michael. Michael. Right. Michael Yannon. There you go. That's how we're doing it. Hugo Petrus, June Chung, and Clayton Kells. We continue the trek to figuring out exactly what Batman's plan is to get Psycho Pirate by getting not much at all, Eric. Really, this issue consists of a letter that Bruce Wayne wrote to Selina Kyle as narration while we see Batman make his way to Bane. The issue doesn't move the overall narrative forward much. Or does it? I don't know. Does it? <laughs> we will discuss that next. But let me reach into my reviewer's 101 book, Eric. I'm opening it up and tell you that Michael Yannon's art is very close to being worth the price of admission alone. I hear that. It is very much a callback for his art on Grayson. This is what I've been talking about since Rebirth, uh, of how great an artist he is. Even though Definitely people haven't said he, people haven't said any, you know, they're not fucking, you know, putting him down or anything. Absolutely uh, not. People no. be insane. But the the book itself, uh, this is his best art to me since say, that, that since the spread, Rebirth. I'm say though, that spread page alone where you see fucking Batman climbing yeah. up the goddamn I castle walls, that. it's a yeah. fucking amazing I goddamn thing. I said that that is fucking so good art that it. this is what I've been talking about to, to you and everybody else. None of you fuckers ever believe what I say. You're always against me, Eric. You're always telling me I'm fucking foolish. I don't, I don't know what we're talking about again. What happened? We're talking about this book, Eric. We're so now, are you it. stoned? You seem really paranoid tonight. I might be. I don't do that stuff. What do you, what do you think I am? I don't know. Some All fucking, of a sudden, everybody's against you. What do you, you? think? I'm fucking like, wait a minute. I got to stop and fucking go kick some hacky sack. What do you think? I'm a hippie? Yo, man, want to toss the B? Yo, man, want to toss the B? Uh, somebody <laughs> would say that I mispronounce a, he said the D, and I think that he wants to go and jerk off together. And yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, and we enough. go, we end up at the, you know, nearest portage on Eric. It's fucking game on, baby. 
That is some tight quarters. It is. That gets you going. You know, you can't. They can't back out. Then they're they're stuck. Plus, I put my back against the door. They ain't getting out till I'm done. That's no, but knowing weird. you, you put your back against the door. It would fly open. And there you are on your back <laughs> with your pants down. Pants down to my ankles. Oh, that's not good. That is not good. That's how you get arrested. Ah, uh, yes. And then somebody's yelling, oh, my God, there's George Michael. And then I know right. I, I've had a brush with fame. All right, Batman, faith, Eric, Jim. it starts off. Faith. This whole thing is a letter that Bruce has written to Selena uh, as she is getting uh, taken from Blackgate over to Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. And that does solve one thing that we were kind of had an issue what with. What the fuck is Selena doing in Arkham? I yeah, that's how I said that. No, this spells it out. Now, in the meantime, do you think, I'm going to say, before we even talk anything else, do you think this letter was ever delivered? Dude, I don't even know. It doesn't even sound like Batman to me when I read it. it like, doesn't, I, I, I don't think this letter was ever delivered. Like, Why would he had, send it? I'm telling you, though, I even had ideas where he didn't even write this goddamn thing. I actually had ideas that maybe Selena wrote it to herself because she's yeah. so fucking insane. It might be. It really might be, but I'm not going to go with that until I see, you know, any different because it I actually had, do had like personal, the letter. It had some personal shit in there, which I, I don't know, think she would well, know. It's here's just, the it's, thing, yeah. It's just such a weird and, letter coming well, out of this issue. Here's the thing, though. Um, you nail it, though, with why I like that it. it does not sound like Batman because I think that rarely do we ever really see Batman. I think right. this is about as bad, you know, this is Bruce Wayne. Uh, more than we've ever Bruce seen Wayne. Bruce Wayne. This is yeah. the Bruce Wayne who's talking to somebody who he knows has the same thing as him, which is being this, you know, even she said it. This leads me to when Selena was talking to Wesker, I think it was two issues ago or maybe last issue, right? but it, it was when she said, it was last Listen, issue, yeah. uh, you know, when Wesker's like, oh, you know what, when I have, uh, you know, the puppet, it's telling me all these things with Scarface. Oh, it tells me this, but when he's gone, I, I feel better. And Selena basically said, you know, that what I have isn't that easy. It consumes me. It does this. That's why I think that he is talking about that in Selena he does see somebody who is his oh, not equal yeah. but has the same problem, the problem being that he's always somebody else. He cannot be himself ever. And he kind of did that because of what he had to do. And it is that, you know, and he goes into this about his parents, about how they died, how they laugh. And that's the weird. The only thing that really felt really off was that whole thing about laughing. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was okay. Again, I don't know that this, you could think that this is Batman writing this letter just to make himself feel better. Uh, it's something like, almost like a psychological type, uh, you know, thing that you would do, write a letter to somebody. Now, though. I don't I, think that this here, was delivered because if somebody else gets a hold of this. Oh, I agree. This is it, something it like really, you get this letter and then you eat it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And she's an Arkham, and yeah, it does spell out. Listen, you, I heard you had to get transferred, You're, and I do think that Psycho Pirate has affected her. Now, if this is what happens at the end, I will be a little bit disappointed only because – Number one, there was no real setup to that. Number two is she doesn't seem that bad in this book. No. You know what I mean? She While seems she's fine. going, yeah, she seems fine. That's the problem because it really does seem like she is very violent. Like it's spelling out she's been very violent now again. I don't know. It wore off, whatever the case may be. But I do think that she is involved somewhat. 
that with Psycho Pirate. I do think right. that, and I do think that, like Dancing Mike even said, and it's spelled out later. I don't think she murdered those guys, and that would be great because I don't want to think that she did yeah, it'd it. It'd be either. amazing. The, I'm the weird you, part about one, it is there was one part of this letter though I want to ask you about because I, I tr- I'm telling you. Going through this, I had a hard time staying focused throughout this letter and like the train of thought that Bruce was on while writing it. Bruce yeah. actually wrote it, but he's just saying, um, he's talking about laughing, how they would all laugh. Uh, yeah. I, but I don't. I think of you. All of them can laugh. Mother, father, him, the yeah, whole him. world. Who is him? Well, that's the, the only thing that I thought was that this is him. Really, if you want to go into this, I really do think that if it is on the surface level, what he is writing is exactly what he is writing. We're not going to find out next issue that he didn't write or whatever. I'm saying that this is thing. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. he has a disassociative issue with Batman. I really do think that when he's Bruce Wayne, he, like Selena said, oh, the, the cat takes over and things like that. I think that that's what he's getting at as well. That when, and it, I'm telling you, if it's what he's saying in this, it's pretty fucked up for what we know of Batman and really oh, changes a lot of things because to me, then, Batman is a different person to him. So well, he is talking. He, he's Ricky Henderson now talking in the third person that he would say that. I don't know, though. Uh, it, that is a weird thing that's that was said. Like That, that was the biggest writing, thing I had a problem with. Like, are you talking about Joe Chill? Yeah, like, what, I actually, I actually thought he was talking about Batman. He's writing yeah, this Bruce he's so Wayne. Weird. He's talking about Batman. Uh, but it goes on uh, to be weird things because it does pretty much say in here that – when he became 10, he was going to kill himself. He went, he got a fucking razor, he sat down, looked at the fucking, you know, picture of his mom and dad, and was going to slice his wrist. Yep. And that's when he decided, no, you know what, I'm going to dedicate my life to fighting crime and avenging uh, what happened to my mom and dad. But that was when, again, it we've seen before, and we've heard it a lot of times. Oh, Batman, he gave up his life. It really is like suicide. He gave up his life to fight this crime. He's not... This is a little more personal. This this is not the same like as that. So that's what it is. The ears, the belt, the gargoyle, it's not funny. It's the choice yeah. of a boy and the choice of to die. Yeah. I am Batman. I am suicide. Yeah, yeah. and it, before that he says, I was there. I felt the cold steel and the yep. warm blood. Like, to me, he did start. He started. It's such to, an you know, emo thing to write, though. It's it almost is. like dark poetry. It is dark poetry. But it really, to me, I, I know... Not a lot happens per se in the no, story for the thing, but all. I think that especially issue... because we especially because we left Batman right above the action. Yeah, that's in the last uh, issue. Yeah, no, we should say that that confused the person. hell out of me because he was right above them. He was yeah. in the vent above. Now he's fighting an army to get to where yeah. they are. I'm like, you were there, motherfucker. Now, I saw the you. only thing, the only thing that I could say at all is that when he when there's that big spread. When they show him jumping between, it does kind of look like at the beginning that could be a vent that he's coming out. It makes no sense, though, why he's doing this to get back. Uh, The only thing that you might be able to say is above in that that the Batman who's that, that would be Punch, who's still above there. And that's part of the plan. Uh, But really... It is odd. It is odd that they're going, and I hope it wasn't just an oversight that, you know, where he left, because all he had to do was drop down, and he's there. Yeah. 
And really, now it's not start, like anything it's is like surprising he died, here. He had to start from the beginning of the game, level again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. It really is crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm, back to the thing. I mean, this is one of the first times I've ever read that Batman was going to kill himself. That he says, as a kid, I was going to commit suicide. My life was over. My mom and dad were done. I was going to give up. Uh, but you know. And he decided to go. And he says it twice about giving up his life to, you know, fight crime and stuff. But there are parts of this that is, um, I think Dancing Mike even said, where things are said where either on the panel or other things pop up that make me think that they are also hints about Selina and Psycho Pirate. Now, one of the things is Batman did come in. Never, I know he wouldn't have to spell it out, but the whole thing is I need you to save some, you know, someone who needs to be saved. Yes. Now, in this, because of where we are and what's going on, it sort of points to be that it is Selina. That Selena needs to be I saved. I guess. I'm saying, though, I thought the same thing going into this, but pretty much Bane is saying the exact same thing that Batman told him. No, 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 no. Bane is but giving I'm out saying, all though, the information now, that he has. With, when it's going with a letter towards Selena, that it's pointing so much at Selena that it does seem to point to that, but there's other parts in there. Well, and again, the art is incredible. It's just him pretty much fighting his way. Yeah, it is him going through Bane. a goddamn level. And of again, video if you want to go the whole deal, it is him fighting almost like uh, Nightfall, where he is. He has. I to even go think through. this is worse than Nightfall. Uh, yeah, he has to go through the craziest shit to get to Bane. Uh, yeah, he really he's beat to shit by the end, but he does get there. But yeah, even the whole thing he's talking to Selena about, like you know, that's just the mask under the mask, and and all this stuff where she, like I said, it all goes back to me with the letter she wrote to him at the beginning, and I like the. The bookends of that before we get, you know, the big finales and things is that Selena wrote that personal letter to him and now he is writing to her and they really do have a connection that uh, I like. I do like it. But, yeah, they're going and he talks, I mean, you know, right, there's right a now, little rich Right now kid. I'm just going through this whole progression of what he's doing because it seems like he starts like he enters the place, goes through all this shit, climbs the goddamn castle to jump off back down into the ocean so he yeah. can get into an underground fucking water thing where oh, I guess yeah. where a sub would come. I'm just looking. I'm like, God damn. Because I wasn't spending a lot of time just looking at him beat the shit out of all these people. I was trying to focus on the letter. Yeah. And I'm looking at it now, though. I'm like, this is a fucking roundabout way to get where the fuck you're going, Batman. Especially yeah. since we saw you well, there before. And but, here's, here's the, big, the big page. He's fighting. Now, again, too, I think that the way Michael Yannon does the art uh, like in the one, the, I have the page open where he's fighting the guys where he's talking about when he was 10. And he really isn't fighting all those guys. That is a progression of there's one, two, three, four, five, bat, six Batman. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks like he's fighting. But you do see the one guy is repeated. Like, you know, that's the forget progression. But I like that it is almost like a almost like an optical illusion but also just to show you that he he has to go through a ton of people anyway uh but this is where it was that i think is really good and i don't think that 
people are giving this enough credit, this book, for what it says about Batman as a person and Bruce Wayne, because they think most people wanted to find out answers, and they didn't get yeah. it, so they were immediately uh, irritated. But this one page, to me, is one of the best pages of Bruce Wayne and realizing what he went through to become Batman. Where he, and I'll just read it. What the fuck? He, he says, I was 10. I got one of my father's razor blades, and I got down on my knees. I put the metal on my wrist, the edge uh, scratching cold, the blood on my hand. I looked up to mother and father. I told them I was sorry. I was so sorry. And then he says, I was on my knees in Gotham, and I was praying, pushing my hands together. Now the blood and the blade warm between them, and I prayed, and no one answered. And that, that, to me, that's the big thing. He was going to kill himself, and he kind of, but then he realizes when he says, I was alone like everyone else. And that, to me, is the biggest point where he was a brat who thought the world had ended. He was the only person who ever had any sort of bad things happen to him. And he realized then, no, I'm like every fucking other person in Gotham. And you know what? I don't like that. Nobody answers anybody's fucking things in there. And he says, I understood finally. And that's when he said, kind of thing, but he said, I'll swear on the spirits of my, of my parents to avenge their deaths by spending the rest of my life warring on all the criminals. And I think that's a huge thing that he was going to kill himself and then realize, no, you know what? Everybody has problems like me now. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to. And he is basically saying, I'm going to fucking give up my life. My life is done. Yeah. So that people don't have to go through the shit that I went through. And I thought that was awesome. I really do. Right there, that page it was huge to me and my score. And again, I realized nothing happens in this book. <laughs> but it See, I've gives done, this you... page actually made me go back and think about the first issue of Batman. Was it yeah. the first issue of the Rebirth issue? No, it was the first issue. When he's riding that plane down, he's asking yeah. Alfred, would they be proud, yeah. Alfred? Is this a and good again, death? That even shows you there that when he was doing that, it all ties in all together. Yeah, he was on that plane, and we said, Jesus Christ, the guy has a death wish. Now yeah. you realize he, he does, and it's not even a death, death wish. Death by just, serial hero. He has Super, already, yeah. he's already given. He's already decided that he is going to die doing yeah. what he's doing. He's accepted it. I don't even know it's a death wish. It, it, it's just acceptance that it is going to happen. And, and he ability. wants to do it in a way that helps people and that his parents would be proud. And I, I think the whole thing, like they just said, and what you brought up, which is awesome, that he was going to kill himself and looked up at the picture of his mom and dad. He's already talked about them laughing and stuff like that. And there he is going to kill himself because, because of them. And, yeah, he's not going to do it now, but he's going to make sure nobody ever gets in that position. But he says that Selena's just like this. He understands that she is the same thing and she is the only one. This is something that – you think about it. There she is, the way it was explained. She is a woman. She's, you know, but she's got this fucking persona she puts on and all that. She really is a good choice of what he's saying is she's the only one who really can understand oh, yeah. him. He can't talk to Superman about this stuff. Superman's an alien who fucking could just punch anybody and throw him into the sun. And, you know, doing stuff because of that. He, like, he is so superpowered, but he's accepting that. Somebody to the sun. Yeah, well, he's, you know, Superman himself, what he does is because he is accepting the responsibility of his power. I've got to add some jokes. Uh, it's getting a little too heavy for me. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, Batman himself is just this is such a strong thing of showing Bruce Wayne and I nobody's even said I see all these people talking about him, but nobody said like Jesus Christ this shows that he was going to kill himself and yeah, I really sorry. thought there in, was going to be my more mind, of a reaction in my mind this scene is almost like what uh, Scott Snyder did with All-Star Batman where he showed that freaking Bruce spent some time That's in that psychiatric what I thought. hospital I in thought uh, too. the summer 
And, and I, nobody's I thought, talking about it yeah, like that. And I thought, Jesus Christ, this is, but he goes on, you know, with the whole thing with Selena. Yeah, you know what? And he even says, when we kiss, you're right. It, every The pain goes away. Uh, and I do like that as well because that's just, you know, what has he done? Also, you figure he pretty much stopped everything at 10. You know what I mean? I mean, he's yeah. a grown man now, but really, he's just a guy who goes around and beats up criminals now. And he said, like, you read that one part, he is suicide now. And it just, to me, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, then he's going to go. And after that, he beats up everyone. And he says, I am suicide. He gathers his thoughts. He's talking there. He's bleeding. And he gets up. And he says, when, when we kiss, the pain goes away. Because for a moment, we share our deaths. And for a moment, we don't die alone. Because they're, they're the same. They're, they're kindred spirits here with the thing. Yeah. And this is where uh, the big thing is. And you see him getting towards Bane. You see Bane, Selena, and uh, Psycho Pirate. And he, Put he your says, goddamn pants on, Bane. Yeah, and he says, you say you killed 237 people. You say you did it out of vengeance for the orphanage. You say you did it out of mercy. And we're like, I'm like, okay. And then he says, I say you're a fraud. I yeah. say you're me. You're like me. You're dead. And, like she, and because he says that you're dead, you know that death is a choice. You don't take that choice from anyone. He knows that she didn't do it. Uh, the weird thing is, is he can't seem to prove it. Now, I don't know if this is that people died and she just took credit for it. I don't know if it's going to be something like – because even Batman – even if Psycho Pirate I'm you, though, if people her, died, I'm saying if people died and she only took credit for it, I think he could prove that. Yeah, it's weird, though. I don't think that there's one of those things. I, To me, if she did kill them but was under the influence of Psycho Pirate, I still don't think that that would be fine with Batman. I, for some <sighs> reason, it's a weird gray area. It, it is. may have happened. I, I, but that, I think that might be an out, though. It, it might be, but then you sh it, where it's going in every panel that has the thing, there's Bane, and it's like uh, Batman says, I locked you up because I had to because I to you told a lie, and I couldn't find the truth. And then says, but I need to know, and that is on Bane's panel. And I'm like, okay, that's that's weird. But then it says, as you became problematic, violent, someday, soon, I'm going to free you. That is on the panel with Psycho Pirate. It has to be that he did it. That there's no, there is no reason why that exact thing about being problematic and violent, and I'm going to free you, is right on that panel with Psycho Pirate. It has to be pointing out that he did this. Though the problem with me is <laughs> she has not been violent in this in this not book. Not at all. So well, I she, don't know. She kind of has. She killed fucking she Punch has, and Julie. But, yeah, she did. That's true. I really, actually, you're you're probably right. But yeah, just having that there. And then she, because I have to, and because you told a lie, and I took a vow, and I will always find the truth, and that's she's there. And then it, you have been betrayed. This is a uh, thing. So there's that juxtaposition of I want to find the truth. You took a vow. I took a vow, and that's when Bane says, you know what? You've been betrayed. You've been defeated. Uh, yeah, I think that Selena is going to pop up, and it says, and when we're free, Cat, we'll put on our mask, and together, finally, we'll laugh and laugh and laugh. And he says, what's next, Batman? That's Bane saying it. Nude Bane. Uh, Batman kind of looks like he's just crawling up there. Or, oh, yeah. He's over, fucking yeah. Uh I do think that Selena was under the influence of Psycho Pirate. And the thing is, though, I, I had this weird feeling in the back of my goddamn like head here where Tom King feels like he's kind of leading us to that with this issue and even yeah. maybe previous issue as well. But it just seems too much, too easy at this point for him well, to go that direction. Here's what's weird, though, because remember in that second issue or whenever it was when, uh, when I said, "Oh, it's Punch dressed up as Batman," I'm like, "Oh, that's so obvious." 
didn't seem like that many people thought that. I read this issue and talked to a bunch of people. Nobody but Dancing Mike, really, a couple other people, even think anything about this being anything about Selena. People are reading this and going straight up the thing. Up there's Batman going towards Selena and Bane and Psycho Pirate. Oh, this issue sucked. I, you know, I, I even, uh, heard somebody say on Twitter where I was just looking at random people were like, oh, I really like the art. I didn't even bother with the words. Oh, what? What are you talking about? And I, I think that they were exaggerating, but basically saying eh, the words were nonsense. It was just a letter to Selena from Bruce and whatever. I don't agree. I really I don't do think. And also, this is one of those things where when this issue comes, next issue comes, you have gotten a solid thing now of how much Batman cares about Selena and how much he wants to do to prove that she didn't do what she claims and also to help her. This is not an issue where it's like, Jesus Christ, where is the point in this where Batman is thinking to himself, why the fuck did Selena fucking betray me? It's yeah. not here because no. I don't think she did. And where the fuck is Wesker? You talk about the the you know Batman in the in the vent that is off. Yeah. But where's Wesker? Is Wesker dressed up as Batman? She's, That's I'm when. T- I'm say is Wesker still standing there? Well, to, here's so he the only. Stay? Remember in the vent the thing that yeah. And remember he said he'll follow any rule. He's probably exactly. just standing right where he yeah. was. But also the weird thing about it is the Batman in the vent last issue. If you remember when Selena betrayed him, said no. Like he was shocked and surprised. I don't think Batman is shocked or surprised here at all. I think that maybe that is, you know, maybe pun- whatever. It could be. It could be Bronze Tiger. I don't know. I don't think that it is. Bronze Tiger was there say. though. Uh, yeah. Well, he was knocked out, and then they took yeah. him away. I don't. Well, yeah, he was there, but uh, also, yeah. There's so many crazy things because, like you said, if it was Punch, now, he was I there would, too. Yeah. What I want to know is that I don't remember if we saw this or not, but at, when Batman got the shit beat out of him by Bane, and then he yeah. escaped the goddamn pit, and he met Wesker and Catwoman. Did he put on another costume because that that one was torn to shit? Yeah, yeah, I, I he didn't. He came out and he said, "Did hey, where uh, Punch Joy and Bronze Tiger there? Yep, the plan's going as as good as you want it, darling. Okay." I, I just didn't remember. Remember though, remember they, all he said them was okay. Let's go break his damn back, and they went right in the door. Now he could have changed it. Some I don't know where he'd have this other costume. Not I think that I. might be. I think that might be an art. Does he uh, have the ring like pop. fucking uh, Barry Allen would? I have the fucking ring, sh- like the sh- costume shoot out the ring. But yeah, I, don't know. I I actually because of that whole thing about him, you know, wanting to kill himself, the whole description of how he became Batman, and what again I've seen it before. Not as powerful as this. I really do think that that was awesome. I and the art was incredible. I love the uh, art. It was the but most, yeah, was I the struggled with the, the score. Tonight. I said it's a weird thing. I even said my whole review was basically talking about how it was so hard to review this issue because I loved almost everything about it. But as an issue in this arc, it's tough to review because you don't you it's. If there's not much going on, and if next issue, if next issue reveals all of a sudden, hey, Selena was with Psycho Pirate, and she was influenced in this, and it was this person and that person, I do think everything's going to come together, and you go, holy shit, as a whole, this is incredible, and I really do have faith in Tom King, uh, but it's tough to to review this as an individual <laughs> issue. Agreed. I gave it an eight, thinking that I was going to be one of the highest reviews. I really thought there are tens. Uh, out the wazoo on comic ground that people are giving it tens actually the average i think ended up being an eight because there were tens there were twos people were all over the place with this and i really do think that it's one of those of what you 
how you go about deciding how to review it. If, like, oh yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough execute. individual issue. Yeah. Uh, like, no, as an individual um, individual issue, it's very I, hard. I could go anywhere between us because of how much I love the art. Go anywhere between a six to a seven. Yeah. And I because I'm interested in where the story's going and I want to see how it concludes. I actually think this is going to be great as a trade yeah, if it ends too. properly. But uh, I'm going to go high with the seven for me for yeah, my I score. Went, I was an eight out of ten and. I stand by. I really did like it. I well, really sixteen do. critics to, does have an average score of eight out of ten. Batman. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I actually I didn't even know it was exactly eight. It was seven nine uh, before, and it was funny because I reviewed it, went on the Slack chat, the Get Fresh Crew chat, and I said to them immediately, "Hey, I just reviewed Batman. I have a feeling that people are going to be, you know." either high or low on this that they, there's no middle ground you're either going to hate it or love it and uh most people seem to hate it actually uh thing for the is, people i don't I know how, like you know it's hard to hate it just because of how great the art yeah, it is looks so the good. entire thing it's and so plus it is continuing the story i think it's kind of nonsense to a degree that you know batman has to go through all this even though he was there last issue yeah but it's, we'll see how I that think it, if i it's, hope if it's that that that's the one thing that i, I hope is explained like all of a sudden he's like yeah they're like Batman, why did you, uh, you know, backtracked? I want yeah, to prove it to you. I want to do it know. all again. It seems like almost to the amount of people he yeah. has to go through, you almost think that this was a uh, diversion while something else is going on. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to move on. The next book is your book, and it was a lot of fun to me. Sure was. Superman number 12, written by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, with art by Doug Mankey, Jaime Mendoza, Christian Alami, Will Quintana, and Rob Lee. Frankenstein has come to Hamilton County, and Lois Lane has too much time on her hands. <laughs> These are the things that we learn in this book. It's like sticks. Well, I know. <laughs> well, that and... Fuck you. <laughs> no, that and that Hamilton Horn newspaper can't be trusted because the editor-in-chief is some sort of purple-skinned Cesarean. Who is laughing? I hate them. <laughs> some sort of purple-skinned Cesarean-looking mofo in a skin suit. Are you still reading? Yep. Oh, yes. This, this was a fun issue. It was uh, a fun issue with some, a little bit of nonsense well, thrown in. The, here's the thing. Is there's sometimes that I'll, I'll have a lot of fun, and so the nonsense I can deal with. For some reason, because Frankenstein's in this book, it I can deal with a lot nonsense. of nonsense. And <laughs> the nonsense, is, to me, it's all Lois. It's all it Lois. Is. First off, what, what is she doing? How many jobs is she Jamaican? She's got like 15 I, jobs now. I'm Where you, is I, little Johnny? I, I started reading this book, and I immediately just got angry at Lois because – how she can manage her time and how when she gets home from work, she's not terribly fucking tired no, like that, I am. You like, know, what am like I she doing gets wrong? so tired that she wakes up in the fucking woods. Yeah. What is she doing? And, and so really, she has now taken over her doppelganger's life and works for the Daily Planet. So she goes to the fucking Hamilton Horn. Hey, I'm going to work at this newspaper too yeah. and be a stay-at-home mom. And, and like, yeah, no, and this is, this is the, uh, you know, Lois Smith. I, yes. I would assume they don't really spell it out. And I think it's it going to confuse. I yeah. think it's going to confuse people though. Like, oh, what she's working here ever, instead I don't of think there. We're see it ever again, honestly. Oh, I don't either. I think that that's that's the thing that annoys me the most about this. Is well, I do think this is all just set up for this issue, which is a placeholder issue to before the next deal. It really does. Set, I'm telling you, though, they set up this thing. I want to say it was issue three. I can't remember off the top of my head where yeah. we had the whole like the family. Oh yeah, it was at the, at the carnival. But, the thing was, it was supposed to be about was getting Clark to be for, a job. Yeah, it was Clark. The, it was all about Clark. And, like, and Clark kind of was like, oh. Do you have your wife show up for your interviews? 
I, I don't know. It's like and then you know, she gets the job instead. I don't know what's t- going on here. Tomorrow uh, I, or Monday, I'm not going to go to uh, work. I'm going to call my grandmother to call and say, like, it's so weird. It's so weird how she ended up being the one there. And yeah. it really, where is the you know, this lady is so good on her yeah. investigative journalism that she's claiming and all these things. Who's looking into Lois's, you know, background and shit? You know, Lois Smith who didn't yeah. like you know exist the, the pro- five years and, ago, and well, actually can, two years ago, yeah. because it's a new goddamn. And you can tell all of, you can yell about me and all this stuff. They're not checking that at the Daily Planet. They think that she's Lois Lane. Yeah. So she's there is no in. check there. That is perfect. That that setup is great. This is not. Why aren't they looking into this? She just shows up with her fucking backpack and her fucking you know bike helmet, and off she goes. And the oh, lady's like, "That pissed me off too." That she's actually riding her bike to work. I'm like, yeah. "Fuck you! Yeah, you really. have all of this energy. I hate you so goddamn yeah. much just because I Tell don't." You, the last I saw, she was passing out in the woods. Where was her energy then? But yeah, she's there. They're it was talking taken about from that wine bottle. And, and yeah, really, <laughs> the bottom of the bottle. They're they're there, and they're talking about how great like a uh, a small town paper can be because they can get the real stories and, and they also we go after the big stories as well and by the time that that frankenstein breaks through the wall i realized boy this is a lot of filler <laughs> i'm like what is going on here it's great that i i really love frankenstein I'm telling you, and, i love the way the doug mankey draws yeah, frankenstein here the I way i'm too. telling you i was trying to describe it in my written review i'm like it's he somehow gives emotion where without showing you emotion, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. think of Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. That's the yeah. only way I could fucking put it. He he has to break America. He doesn't <laughs> want to. He has to. The, the government's after him. Uh, no, I I love it, and I also like the fact that one of my books that I first started in the New Fifty Two. Uh, way way back was Frankenstein Agents of Shade or Agent of Shade and I really liked that book and it kind of ended like him being pissed and all this and we haven't seen him much he's he's come in and out of books it was mostly uh, future zen though yeah yeah but this actually like there's no there really is no hope that there's going to be that book again no, I'm telling but you it though, does give me hope now he is him, in like here. quitting shade that's what I thought that's what they're, they're gonna go with this this is almost like when we had uh, Dick Grayson leaving fucking Spiral and Midnighter not dealing with the God Garden. We're, we're getting a lot of these in the Rebirth where they're going to say, like, eh, we don't want to explain shit. We want Frankenstein. It makes that they need a reason why he'd show up almost as a bounty hunter. Yeah. Though I'd love him just as a bounty hunter. It would be so fucking would I. awesome. I hope that this is one of those where there Lobo has been some positive. Yeah, there, there, has, yeah, there has been some uh, uh, positive fucking things about him being in this issue i could only hope that he would show up in another book as well uh i'm even to the point where i wish that you know i like bizarro and red hood i really would have liked frankenstein though because i love him the only thing about this is i thought his dialogue was a little off it kind of gets we didn't to even it, get one melmoth's beard that's and that and he's always a very proper old school oh yeah uh, dialogue and it kind of comes in and out here but it's not really you know, full out. And that's the this the Frankenstein I, I really like. Also, Frankenstein is a guy, he's a guy of honor. He, yeah. like that sort of thing. I didn't quite get that here. I wanted it a little more. Like at now, one point. Here he's just, a man on a mission and nothing's gonna yeah, stop him. He, he fucking slams Lois against a wall with it fucking by the neck. And My then lady. he's like, Oh, you're just a human, innocent, and he fucking throws her behind him. And I it's he wouldn't do that, but I'm so that's happy fine. she didn't that's hit her head they... on the side of a desk and all of a sudden she's yeah. dead. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be so good. 
But the, I'm telling you, John's we start, crying. We start this issue off with me fucking just pissed about about the amount of time and energy that Lois has. Yeah. yeah. But then it gets me really angry because uh, yeah, here when Frankenstein busts in and tries to kill Candace, I guess, in the yep. editor in chief. Yep. Lois reaches into her backpack and pulls out a little souvenir she took. Yeah, the a little souvenir. Bat soup yeah, just something that, that would go missing and nobody would care. Where this is, is the, the Hellbat? This, this is the Hellbat glove. I don't care if you argue with me that it was on the moon base, the moon bat cave. I don't care. This is a ultra. This, this is a this thing was, that helps kill Darkseid. I'm saying it. This was something that was designed by every member of the Justice yeah. League, just in case Darkseid ever invaded again. Yeah, they yeah. would have a weapon that Batman could use to take him out. What happened if little baby Darkseid, who is out and about, decides to fucking cause trouble? Now, Batman has an incomplete set. Yeah. I, you know, there he, he is. He's just not a guy who would deal with that. Out. And, and there, yeah, he'd have his hand just there, like, what the fuck? There is no way that Batman, especially, and you say the Justice League, I know they made it together. Yeah, they I'm have entrusted you, it, Batman to take care of this. It's even weird to me that that happened before. I didn't even think about it well, because this was in the goddamn Watchtower. It was under yeah. guard. Like, you could not get to this goddamn thing. It was a big deal when Batman came yep. and stole it to go to Apocalypse. Yeah, he to stole it, Damien. and then they just let him keep it. He has it on the moon base. It's ridiculous. And people and just, just oh, it's on the moon base. Peace. The moon base means nothing in, no. in the DCU. It's ridiculous. I, I'm looking at it now that Lois actually has it just in her backpack. Like, fucking like a fucking nonsense. regular person would carry mace. She carries and, the hell and, and, and to me, it's never going to be addressed again. It was also, just that she was powerful enough, but it, it's nonsense that Superman should have come down and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Not even just that it's the hell, not like, oh, it's the hell back. No, he really wouldn't care about that. It'd be like, you know, Lois, you got to fucking watch out. Jesus yeah. Christ, you can't they fuck around with this They already don't trust shit. me. What are you doing? Yeah, I told you even the the part where... The, the hell bats who does kill you as you use it. And you're like, ah, you know what? It's just a glove. I'm like, well, oh, so it'll give her cancer. <laughs> this thing is not safe. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are, again, they, we talk about this. I really had fun. But I have a couple other issues. It's a issues. fun it's issue. Just, it's just some right. nonsense problems yeah, they, that come they in. Run out, they run out of the – she gets him with the hell bat glove. He gets knocked out kind of. He gets pushed They jump out they, the hole that he created when he jumped yeah, in. And they run out, and there's his hover bike. I guess you'd call it a hover sure. car. Uh, they go, why would Frankenstein have the word that starts this thing start? Why wouldn't he have something that's a little more, you know, safe for him to be the Here's only one to start it? It's so stupid. That really was weird to me. I wish I could figure out how to start. Off they go. Oh, it must be voice activated. Yeah, voice activated. Why wouldn't he have it like Melmoth's beard? There you go, Eric. You'd have your thing. But, yeah, he jumps on. They're going to get out of there. And uh, Superman comes. And the fight is on, Eric. The fight is on. And I do like this. This makes sense. If people would say, like, oh, my God, you know, this doesn't make sense because of who Superman is. And, and Frank Frankenstein's a guy who's going to do what he's going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like he's going to see Superman and go, oh, my God, oh, you know fuck. what? Hey, yeah. thanks. Thanks for showing up. No, he has something he's going to do. He's going to fucking do it. Uh, in the meantime, uh, what's his name comes over? The uh, the neighbor. Cobb? Cobb, yes. Mr. Cobb comes. And, Cobb uh, Brandon. Cobb. Uh, I did the same thing you said you, you thought you did. I yeah. called him Mr. Cobb. Uh, Mr. Brandon comes over, and he just starts shooting. He's a, good, he's a pretty fucking brave guy. He yeah, just right. starts shooting. He goes up against a Frankenstein monster with a double barrel, and like yeah. he does not relent. Even though yeah. the monster's not going down, pop, pop, yeah. he reloads. Now, 
as this is going on, Frankenstein just goes up to him, grabs the shotgun, throws it, and it's a pretty cool I scene. I really like the interaction here because fucking uh, Cobb's all like, you are a persistent creature. I'll give you that. He's like, as are you. And then yes, fucking yeah. he's about to toss him. And Superman, thankfully, comes to his goddamn rescue, yeah. which I also like that too because – Frankenstein subdues Superman with his goddamn gun, which is great because it's a magic gun, so it yeah. takes Superman a little bit to recover from it. Yeah, it does. Uh, in the meantime, it almost looks – the art is a little odd because it looks like Frankenstein has a grenade, but it's actually a, a retrieval thing for the car. Uh, See, I didn't even pick up on that yeah, when I read yeah. that. That's good. And I'm glad you brought that up. Why didn't he press it earlier? He let Lois and uh, – what's her name? That's Candace. Heather. Candace. He, uh, it's funny too because it actually reminded me a bit of Etta Candy and her yeah. name's Candace. But uh, why did he let the car go that far away before he clicked to it? He well, because done he was this dealing with Superman. He could have done it immediately though, it, because it would have to come. It, it, they even say we couldn't steer it. He jumps on it and is hanging on it. He could have just hit the thing and it would have come right back and parked. That kind of got me. And I, I, I like it too because when it does come back. It slams right into Superman. Yeah, because they can't control it. They cannot no. control. It's just going to come back where it's supposed to be. In I, my I mind, like, I like the little situations here where Frankenstein gets to have his licks in on Superman yeah, yeah. without even really doing well, it. Well, I also liked it too because Frankenstein knows where that car's coming back, and in my mind, he set Superman up oh, completely yeah. to be where it would go. And at the point where the car hits Superman. Uh, Frankenstein just kind of looks like, yep, he's just sitting there. He's, he's, he's just taking a, he's his time getting up. He's taking his time yeah. getting up. Now, he's there, and they're fighting, uh, and basically it looks like he's going to kill Candace. And, you know, they don't – they're not going to let that go. Superman's not going to let that go. But then we find out it isn't a human. It's so, it's so weird, though, because here, like, Frankenstein grabs Candace. He has her, mm -hmm. like, with a sword to her throat, and he's like, like, Superman's like, no one's getting murdered today. And then they just watch him cut this woman's yeah. face off. Yeah, he I'm doesn't like, why stop wouldn't him. you have reacted before the whole cutting of the face yeah, off? Yeah, he saw a bunch of sprockets and shit <laughs> flying. I don't know. It's not a sprocket. Uh, it's like purple goo. Yeah, I saw And I'm telling you, at the one point, if you look at the panel, it does look like some weird shit is flying off from the inside. Like it was I fucking attached somewhere. Yeah, I don't think it is. It, I'm telling you, look, it looks like little fucking doodads. But yeah, they see it. and it Turns out some ugly. alien motherfucker named Krug. Yeah, it's Krug. Did you look up Krug to see? Sure did. Yeah, so did I. I didn't find shit. Nope. He I looks like the though, right? doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, she does. And uh, I like the fact that Krug is there with that fucking like the the Sunday church, you know, garb on oh, her, yeah. her things with her crazy ugly face. Though hey, at first I thought like, it was like I'm saying Krug's a guy though. Uh, do Krug's you think? Sound, I, I don't know. I, I think so. Just because the name's Krug, I don't know. For some yeah, reason, that screams masculine. I don't know. The, the problem with that is, like, how then is it altering its voice and things like that? That and, and maybe the sprockets were Reiner. Who's saying the Cesareans have like fucking female human voices? I don't, I, we don't even know what Cesarean. I don't. It just happens to look like the face <laughs> I'm pattern. I'm telling you, what do they have a fucking voice box that gives you fucking all the stars? Doing I, that? I hear that's the next big thing. And I don't know. I'm going with with all you all ever say to me. If you are, uh, if it's a question, you look. It, she has boobs. Some woman. Yeah, that's I what you always, you, you go too. for that all the time. No, I do not. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm a stacked fella. 
stacked like a pile of shit there. But uh, I, I did have some issues with this, but the issues I had were even – actually, the issues to me were even fun in and amongst themselves. I agree. Me thinking about Lois having that back, the Hellback Club, just, I just imagine her getting into so much trouble from the Justice League when they show up and all this stuff. So the, the nitpicks did not – deter my score because i did have fun i love i love frankenstein and i like the fight i thought that in an issue like this you do have a lot of filler with i love the fight the fight to me was not all just filler i enjoyed it i liked the pacing of it and all that and i really love the art so what what did you get great i gave it a 7.8 out of 10 i I think i'd go eight uh maybe even you know what fuck it eric fuck it daddy I'm going 8.5. I need to have a, a book of the week, and this is as good as any other. Uh, but you know what? I think this is still my book of the week. Yeah, I'll go 8.5. I'm telling you, I gave a couple eights, so I got to go a little higher, and I did really enjoy this for just having fun. I'll tell you, it's just the nonsense things I had to drive drive the score down a bit. Yeah, I know. I, I know what you're saying, but what did you say, Eric? You liked it, baby? Yeah, I liked it, baby. Did you like it, baby? All right. But we're going to go on to the next book that I didn't like so much. Let me pull up. I don't even know what I'd give this book. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't pick a score before we got on. Usually, like like, wait. I know you have a score. score. You reviewed it on the site. It's a perfect score. I gave it a perfect score because a perfect score of this it has double meaning and it works for both. Fair enough. Justice League number ten, written by Brian Hitch, art by Neil Edwards, Daniel Enriquez, Adriano Lucas, and Richard Starkings, and so it begins again, Eric. Brian Hitch shows us the real big bed behind this whole attack on the Justice League was an app. It seems that Jesse James' hacking code is a magic wish-giving app that can give you tickets to sold-out sporting events, be a shoulder to cry upon, and also hack in a cyborg and Green Lantern ring and the back computer. I don't know which is more ridiculous. Actually, it's a tie, Eric. It's all ridiculous. This book sucks. It's fucking ridiculous, and while I love seeing the cool villains at the end, the way uh, they get there infuriates me. Yeah, it, this is this book is just nonsense. I, I really, say- I, it's such nonsense. Uh. I'm telling you, first off, just before we even go, the fact that throughout this issue, number one, uh, Jesse James, James Palmer, has to explain that he is not mad at them three times. It infuriated me that. But also, they go between where this James Palmer, his emotions are all over the place. Like at one point, he seems upset. At the next point, he's not. Then he's mad. Then he isn't. Then he's happy. The guy is crazy. Brian Hitch cannot write characters. He cannot write though, dialogue. He can't. He, he paces a book horribly. He can't I don't, I don't, do anything. I don't know if you even realize this. We spent an entire issue in a man's living room discussing yeah. what happened. Yeah, that's all it is. And they and actually ask him again. Somebody has to get the goddamn cotton out of Aquaman's fucking oh ears God. because he just keeps He's got repeating water himself. Here, dude. He does. He he must because how many times does this guy have to tell Aquaman that he's not mad at them? And it, yeah. it, really, to me, in three pages, it seemed okay. But even at the beginning, like the Justice League shows up, you have these people across the street. You know, oh, there's the fucking gossiping girls. Like, who? I told you he was up to something. What do you mean he was up to fucking something? A fucking couple of days ago, he buried his goddamn wife what the fuck Seriously. is he up to they don't know he's in this goddamn garage the fuck is she talking about i want to slap them i was really hoping head. that house that got destroyed at the end 
was that lady's house? Yeah. Oh, I hate the three of these. The one's just gawking. Yeah, how about stop fucking close your mouth, especially at dinner time, you fat I fuck. I, I, I was I think so angry. Justice showed up outside of my house. I might yeah. gawk too. Listen, I, I don't want to fat shame anybody. <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> angry. But yeah, then the one lady's like, after what happened to his wife Diane, such a shame. I'm like. What the fuck are you talking about? You would think that, hey, after what happened to his wife, Diane, I, I hope he's okay. I yeah. guess he's desperate. I baked the casserole. I, what I brought happened. it over and to And really, him. these people are there, right? They're there. They know that the wife died. To, to you, how did they die? In an attack that the Justice League tried to stop. How do these fucking assholes know, don't know that the Justice League is coming to see that he is okay? Yeah, that's immediately what I would think. They have spelled out on the news. It's oh, been all one, over the news. One casualty. Oh, my God, the Justice League. Oh, da, da. It angers me that the Justice League didn't go there before this. Well. They should have been there already. They should have apologized to him and also asked because this guy is having problems already. He lost his job, all this. To me, that this is what – also, you have the kindred attack, right? The whole right. thing is spelled out in this where, oh, my God, there's so many people that need money. Where I'm telling you, they would have had five concerts by now. They would have had fucking – there would be relief funds. There would be something that doesn't seem like anybody's doing no, anything no. because Brian Fuck Hitch writes Palmers. a book. But Brian Hitch writes a book as if it's in this fucking bubble that doesn't really exist in the real world. He doesn't think things through. Everything that he does is fucking heavy-handed, spelled out. Like like I said, he's got to mention seven times that the guy's not angry at him. A fucking Aquaman can't get it through his head, but they go in. They're I'm there just at telling the you, though, I'm saying, we, when we find out what this thing is, like the fucking kid is spending the entire goddamn yeah. issue on the uh, iPad looking at yeah. this fucking app or whatever it is, his heroes are in the goddamn house. Yeah, yeah. they're Why there. Why is he not paying attention to them? Well, at, at one point they're walking in the door and he's looking and smiling, but they seem bored. Uh, like nobody cares. Uh, they say well, that they Justice do, League. but nothing. And he's like, oh, you know, they show up. You need to come with us again. You don't know why or what or how. This guy shouldn't know. Now, again, he is up to no good If he, right away if the Justice League showed up and I was doing some crazy shit that he's doing in his garage, I would already – I would assume that's why they're there. So I'd be like, oh, you know what? I wasn't really going to do it. Da, da, da. And if that the Justice League showed my door, I'd be clearing my goddamn browser history. But, and I'm telling you, and this I'm not is the thing. No yeah, the thing though is that would have been a good way to have that sort of, you know, disconnect between what the Justice League is actually there for, what he thinks that leads to an okay thing, where it's like, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean it. You didn't mean it, and that the one point Batman would say something along the lines of like, you almost killed us, killed you. What what are you talking about? Yeah. That would be okay there. I'm looking to freaking Simon and the Flash are looking over at those ladies across the street. Those fucking pieces of crap. But then he's like, hey, can you come inside? Not in front of my kids. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? What do you think is going on right now? All they've done is say one word. You're going to come with us? They might be taking them to give them money. Who knows? But, yeah, they go in the house. And, yeah, he's like, hey, anybody want coffee, something stronger? And there's Flash. He always has to be the – oh, I could take an energy drink. I could take an energy drink or two. And then they're all looking at him. What? I'm like, this isn't – this isn't we a comedy got problems, book. guys. They're, they're, yeah. They're, and – this isn't like everything is off. Like there's humor or attempted humor when there really shouldn't be. You don't oh, need to lighten a the city mood. Was here. Almost destroyed. Yes. 
Cyborg why are you trying killed. to lighten the mood? And so is Simon. Simon yeah. almost killed all of his friends but, through a like I'm saying, the this is this is Brian Hitch. Brian Hitch thinks that Flash is always a jokester. Batman's always pissed. Yeah, and they go. They are such caricatures of what they are. He he doesn't write characters, Eric. He writes caricatures. Of course, Take especially when we bank, have Wonder baby. Woman say he's not lying yeah, without doing yeah. anything. Yeah, and then you don't have the you know anything to do for Aquaman, so he just keeps repeating himself because yeah, he, they. Jesse or James, James doesn't know why they're there, and they spell it out. Listen, uh, why did you do this? You were upset. At this point, his daughter starts fucking accusing him. Like, Dad, Dad, in the garage? Like He's like, that wasn't me. I wasn't doing that. I, I'm not doing shit like that. I just want to help our family. The, the whole thing is so off. In the meantime, there goes the little kid. He's off playing with his fucking, you know, his iPad tablet again. The iPad again. Uh like you said, you're there with the Justice League there, and he's just back to his games. Your greatest it, heroes. Because it's part of the – this is the forced nature of a Brian Hitch story where he is also only there for one reason, and that was for that, that app to go. So oh, yeah. off he goes. He's going to do that. Uh, but, yeah, also, like, Cyborg also keeps having to mention, like, he means me and you, Simon. <laughs> Anytime there's a hacking involved or mention, he means me and you. I'm like, God Damn it. But yeah, it all turns out that they have tracked Batman. We saw it before. Batman has recognized It was a this. signature to the code. Yeah. Is it a hack? Is it an app? Is it a code? It is the thing has come alive, which was makes it like no an sense. Alternating fucking AI or some nonsense yeah. or whatever well, the fuck a what, says? what I said, uh I actually got a I'll keep it on the down low, but I got one of the Get Fresh crew doo -doo, who is a uh IT guy. No, I just let the cat out of the bag, but I wanted them to read it, so I, I did have them read it. And tell me if any of this makes sense, because maybe I'm just dumb. And they, yeah. you know, he said it's nonsense. He said it was the fucking awful that it makes no sense because it's a it was a code. And he says, Batman's like, oh my god, yeah, what happened? And he's like, I didn't do it. I wouldn't do that sort of thing. That code that I used to do. It was too dangerous. I wrote it down on a notebook page and, and put it in a box in my room. Not, not locked away, Eric. Not like, like anybody who knows Jesse James uh, could just have come into this house and find, found this box. It's yeah. just in a notepad. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard uh, that Lily found it. And uh, Lily went then and she – this is the worst part of it. It's so stupid. She went and got this code and then ended up using it. Uh, because she's really good at coding and she understands it. And this she whole learned thing, the code before she learned to read code yes. before she could read. Yeah, she learned. Jim. And this is where I, I just, I wanted to kill somebody. Oh my where god! Where she's like, I found it in your notebook. I was looking for mom's stuff. What do you mean you could understand that? And she says, Dad, I've watched every line of code you programmed since I was born. I learned to read that before I read Doctor Seuss. And he says, Yeah, yeah, I know. You always like fiddling. Everything comes to a screeching halt because he then says, you know, that, that dating, dating app was huge in school, right? Yeah, except Allison Graham ended up selecting David Bates, the ugliest, shortest kid in school, as her dream date. And then he's like, yeah, right. Why right, would you yeah. be... What, what the fuck are they talking about? The Justice League is there accusing the father of trying to kill now, them. Please tell me, though. I'm, I, I just When I was reading this, this threw me off so bad because this part's terrible to begin with, but... yeah. The next panel after that, does it look he, like he starts shaking her? Yeah, it looks like he's yeah just shaking her around. <laughs> he's like, oh, but my anti-encryption stuff, she says then, this is how she explains what this thing is. And she says, it's a bot, a next-gen AI, 
a search engine that could find what you want before you knew you wanted it. And he's like, oh, he's shaking her. And she's like, I'll it could you, get anywhere. I don't think he's supposed en- to be shaking her, but that's what I get from looking yeah, at this it panel. It could get anywhere search engines can't. But my anti-encryption can. stuff. Are we back with this dark net? Because where is it that she's getting? And she spells it out. Oh, it can get you tickets to concerts and dinner reservations. This is a young girl. She's going to find impossible to find tickets. What the fuck is it talking about? And the Kumite, Jim. Yeah, yeah, the Kumite. Then she's like, oh, you know what? You know, the search results, imagine a search engine that knows you before you know it. And I call it Genie because it grants wishes. And then she mentions, I I was going to sell it. Good. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm getting so angry. My throat hurts now, but it makes no sense. I know, that's the problem. It makes no goddamn sense. It really doesn't. What is she talking it makes no sense. So there, you have the Justice League there. You have Cyborg and all this. They're trying to figure out. Now, I did miss my favorite part of the issue because when Jesse, I keep saying Jesse, it is James, but he yeah, goes yeah. by the hacking name. Jesse, Jesse James throws me off too. He explains what he was doing in the the garage, and he says, "Listen, I wasn't doing anything bad. I was just going to steal trillions of dollars <laughs> from LexCorp and Wayne." Yeah, he says, "You know those pieces of shit, LexCorp and and Wayne." And then they're like, Batman just jumps in. You were going to steal from Lex Luthor? He never mentions himself. It made me laugh so much. It was like one of those where he is trying to get his name out of this fucking equation. Oh, let's yeah. not talk about the Wayne stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's so funny because he's like, yeah, you know, those jerk-offs, Wayne and Luthor. Well, Lex Luthor, what are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> Lex is a jerk-off. You're yeah, right. Yeah. It was so funny when he said that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this then is they're terribly t- written. It's so bad. So then they're sitting there. They're trying to figure out what's going on. It's like, oh, what, what did you do with this this code? Oh, I put it on my iPad. And then you have that moment where they all look over, and the little boy is playing it on the thing. Bobby is playing the game. Uh, what does this? What? Tell me what the end game of a code. That why how did it come Global along? Global thermonuclear warfare. How did it come? Yeah, it's Joshua. He's still playing the game, Eric. Why did it come alive? Why does it have a thing against the Justice League? I because know that it's saying that died. it grants wishes, but why is it taking it to this extreme? Where even after it seems like they stop playing the game, it's still genie. It's still playing the game to the nth degree. It makes no sense. At one point, to me. This thing should be as easy to stop as turning that goddamn iPad off. Why didn't they even try this? This thing is running on an iPad. Turn it off. The, yeah. the first thing, smash that fucking iPad. Just get rid of it. What Unhook I want to know is Wi-Fi. Once we find out that the game has changed and now it's the Justice League uh, versus villains. Yeah. Where we find out that it's sending out a freaking mass, you know, notification to all villains that if you kill the Justice League. You get both the Wayne and LexCorp money. I'm yes. like, why are we still with the Wayne and LexCorp? That was something that he was doing on his own, yeah, not associated had with nothing, this at all. Yeah, that had nothing to do with this. This was all – that was something that he was doing. This – it makes no sense. It is stupid. He doesn't know how to write a goddamn story. This is fucking nonsense. And, yeah, you even have that part that, where – I'm telling you, though. We do get some cool fucking villains showing up. Oh, there, yeah, which no, I that's what I said. But uh, in the meantime, we did have that moment where uh, James Palmer is talking and saying, like, hey, uh, you know, all in Wonder Woman just out of nowhere. Yep, he's yeah, telling, he's the, telling truth. the truth. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Yeah, they even explained this huh? whole thing is this uh, app was asking it questions. How was it asking him questions? 
How is it? Uh, tell me how. Describe Do how you this want thing to play works. A game? But uh, this is the, yes. Yeah, I'll play a game. But yeah, he's like I. How I about told, a nice game I of told, chess? I told the the iPad no. all about my games I play with my figures. And again, in that first issue of this arc, you saw Bobby playing oh, yeah, with, the playing figures, with the figures yeah. to the like point a, where or adult Eric. And, and I remember complaining because it was it seemed like that was something where the little kid would not realize that the Justice League. Like to me, it would have been oh they were my heroes, but they let mom die. He wouldn't play. But it's it's a force. It's force. Oh, Oh, I was playing with my figures, and then the the iPad asked me uh, what I was doing. Right there, the kid should be committed. I, why didn't you go <laughs> to somebody and say, hey, you know what, Lily, uh, this Dude, thing is asking thing me is, questions. I don't understand how kids understand technology nowadays. It might be They might be used to this kind of thing. I, guess. I don't know. It's like fucking Siri. It's, we it's were just, raised to not trust the machine. It's just talking to him, though, and it's asking him questions and making him feel better. Why wouldn't he have gone to his sister? And at this one point, even you have seen him on this iPad. His sister has spelled out, oh, I told you not to use the iPad. What do you mean? You were standing right next to him at points where he's playing with this well, thing. Well, honestly, seen this. the Justice League is in their fucking living room. She's got other things she's... Oh, no, like, I'm saying yeah. that even before that. Oh, she right, was right. just always hanging around using this, and, you know, she gets mad now, but she wasn't mad before, and she's doing all the... And again, the the one thing she did point out in that, I think it was the first issue of that arc, where the dad was in the garage, and she, and she does say to Bobby, hey... I have something in the I'm works that's going to help yeah. us. That's what that was. That's okay. But that's who her new she fucking sell- search engine genie. How old do you think she is? 14? I don't know, 14. Who, who is she going to sell this bot to, this, this AI? She I don't know, Bill Gates. She, she says she's going to sell it. Where, where's a 14-year-old girl going to sell it? Yeah, she says, I thought I might be. it might be something we can make a bit of money off of if I sold it to developers. Wouldn't that be something you'd go to your dad about, who is a computer programmer? Dad can't be bothered. He's been in the garage for days. She says, oh, I was looking through mom's stuff, almost as if she's trying to explain that she thought it was mom's. Mom isn't a hacker. Mom isn't a computer person, as far as we know. I think that she she would have said, like, hey, Dad, what's this? No, she's just going to use it, and it leads to the – all of it just leads to the next part of the hokey story. That's all it's ever been in this book. You, you have – Brian Hitch just is so – he might as well have a sledgehammer right upside my fucking head with this story because it's nonsense. It, it really is. I just – but Jim, He's we get the doubled truth, down and gigantic yeah. showing up. And this is what I said. They they claim Cyborg says, "Hey, I don't want to risk it interfacing here, uh, but it looks like we're playing a game, villains. It did this. They want to stop it before it happens. It's a little too late because it it is also using Cyborg and uh, Simon Baz. Hey, couldn't as, that just jump out and like a, you know like infect him again? Because that's as what we I'm saying. I don't it, know. On the news, the, somehow the code got on the news. This? And then optically jumped through the screen into Cyborg, which then, you know, transferred yeah. from Cyborg's well, finger here's the thing. to the I ring. Wish, I wish at one point somebody turned off the iPad. That would yeah. be my first. Now, again, oh, no, I can't turn it off. Or, oh, no, it's in the, you know, it's in the Internet. It's in the fucking whatever you want to say. It ju- it's then the cloud. It jumped. I don't know. Whatever it did. Uh, just try it. Just turn it off. Please, just turn it the fuck off. I think that might cause problems, but they do spell it out then that, oh, you know what? Even if we could stop it now, it's already set out this bounty and all these villains. And really, where, where are the, the A-class villains? 
these guys, these guys who answer the better. call, it, it's double down. It, I like it. I like the people. Uh, so do I. But it is ridiculous. It's gigantic. Uh, double yeah, down, Gigana. Who else we get here? We get fucking, uh, oh shit, Count Vertigo. Yeah, yeah Count Vertigo. Uh, I like it. I'm like, okay, we haven't seen Count Vertigo in a long yeah. time. That's yeah, kind of cool. We get his Green ass Arrow, kicked instantly. So, yeah, I yeah, have why, that. why does the Vertigo not, like, affect Cyborg? I don't, well, because I think they're shot. Hey, he's more machine the man my friend oh he doesn't want to hear that jim i'm just telling you it might be bad but that's what happens but yeah that's all i thought of was like see man you're more machine than man just go with it yeah yeah uh shimmer cold snap mammoth jinx heat stroke gizmo (laughs) (laughs) sounds like some fucking uh west coast rap group in the 90s uh plastique girder who it doesn't make any sense if you were reading the no uh, Neither does Double Down. Yeah, yeah, Double Down or Girder make no sense if it if it was if you were reading Flash and Coat Snap. Simon, uh, that's a major disaster. That's this yeah. book. And then Scarecrow, who comes in and like you have all these things and they're going and they're just fighting. Then Scarecrow is he just fucking with people because he's acting like a fucking clown. He shows up. And, Are I'm you afraid you. yet? You should I actually, be. I actually dance on your twitching corpses. They are dealing with some fucked up shit right now right now they have a fucking problem and what fucking batman has is like fear toxins get spread out no scarecrow i'm like you got bigger things to worry about than yeah, little really. old scarecrow but i'm telling you scarecrow might as well be are you afraid yet you should be i'll dance on your twitching corpses when you're scared yourself to death Bye now i'm like what the fuck really that's what you got Oh goodness gracious! Oh, uh, but yeah, then it goes on. They're they're fighting everyone. And then, and the, like, and yeah. then the big bad really shows up. Fucking yeah. Amazo, which it's is amazing. pretty goddamn cool. Yeah. Amazo who can duplicate metahuman powers. So he he uh, is Mazo. a fucking he's a problem right there. The other yeah, ones, he is. they might be some B listers, but Amazo, he's hardcore. Yeah, he is. Uh, we also said like we were we were talking uh, part of this too like Scarecrow to me I don't know maybe I'm crazy Scarecrow to me doesn't seem like he cares about money that much you know what I mean yeah, I, I don't know I guess everybody research. everybody likes money or whatever but some of these guys are like Gizmo I, I don't know Gizmo it, needs money weird. to make Gizmos I guess I guess everybody could use a buck but it just honestly look at, looking at the roster here I think they'd all be in it for the money. Like, really, you think that they would be? Yeah. Anybody's going to be. Why Why isn't, like, big names showing up, though? These are the guys who fucking first show up. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I'm telling you, I like the, the villains at the end. I thought that was fun. At least, they, you know. I'm saying, though, if, like, that. Despero showed up, like, he don't need no fucking money. What yeah, the yeah. There, there's for the most some part, that wouldn't. Be. Actually, Amazo is kind of odd. Amazo yeah. is kind of odd to think yeah. about for him needing money because he is a goddamn android. And uh, to me, though, is uh, you ask me, there's Cold Snap, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, They're going to give me 10 cents if I kill the Justice League. Oh, my God. They're going to give me $10 trillion to fight the Justice League. He's not going to accomplish this either way. No. Why is he even trying? There is parts where, okay, the money sounds good, but – you know what? I don't think I'm going to get involved. Also, I'm looking no. at the art. Do you see the panel where uh, the kids are in the front and they're screaming? You have to go to this page. I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. Uh, what, what is going on with Bobby's hands? I, I think he has uh, become one. His hands are uh, welded into, like, they have melded into his face. It's fucking horrible. It looks like he's got some fucked up fucking hands that are connected to his face. <laughs> 
You see what I'm talking no, about? No, I'm trying to get to the... Uh, oh there it God. is. That's oh, my crazy. God. Isn't it, that crazy? It fused into his wrist. <laughs> he doesn't Kid, have hands. You got they're, some problems right yeah, now. fused into his... <laughs> Whose power is the fused skin to skin? I don't know. I don't know. It made him a new Look freak. at that mouth, though, too. Yeah, like, it's all like, fucked up. Ugh. And uh, it's funny because I'm going through this thinking to myself, you know what? I really like the art. He's a goddamn nightmare creature. Uh, yeah, he's fucked up now. But I did like the art of the villains. Uh, yeah, so did I. The, the rest art of it, itself. Like, I don't know. The art just seems kind of generic to me. It also it seems like the JLA book a lot. Yeah, it, the art is a bit generic, uh, but I do like that panel with the villains, the big oh, panel looks great. with all the villains. That looks really good. Uh, yeah, it's okay, uh, but the story's nonsense, and I did give it a fuck you five. And I do think this is one of those where I even think that if we didn't have the fuck you five, probably would have given it a five anyway. Yeah. Uh, because of the villains at the end. That sounds like fun. I know it's not going to be. I know it's going to be nonsense. I know all these other villains are just going to somehow disappear so that the Justice League can fight fucking uh, uh, Amazo. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just not he cannot Brian Hitch can't write characters he has no concept of what he's doing on this book and I have no concept of why he's still on it it is awful it really is it's terrible uh, what would you give it see I was reading this book the whole time and just not having any fun because of how terrible it was just having the Justice League staying in a living room while people yeah. discuss things over and over again but I did get excited when all the villains showed up just yeah, because I'm one of those guys who loves seeing all these. So because of that and because it's a mediocre art, I guess, but uh, the, the villains look great, but You're I give it a 5.1. 5. 5. 1. 1. I, I knew it, you son of a bitch. Uh, yes, but yeah, it's not good. It is no, really not. not good. And people I are dropping this book. book. I really hope that it, it, it's, it's, it's a joke. This book has become a joke. It's all a joke. And it's a book that never should be a joke. I don't care if all the other books, even Batman, goes down the fucking tubes. This should be a slam dunk, home run, anything. It should be pretty much easy. You have the best characters in this universe on a team. This should be Many easy universe. to at least, even if you gave, you know... A fucking – you could mail in an issue that's a seven in this, yeah. you would think. Uh, you just have them go around fighting. You know, have fun with it, but keep the characters uh, accurate and at least make things worthy of, of the Justice League. Before we did hey. say he did have the kindred and all this. That just was ridiculous. This hey, Jim, issue, if Wonder Woman was looking at you right now, she would say that you're telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. This issue, they stand in a, a guy's house. Yeah. And and not listen and find out they have an app that's against them. I don't know why. It's uh, a new killer say, app, Jim. Yeah, it's the killer app. All the kids are playing. You, you'll be dying to play with it, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll go off to the mail section number two and get rid. I gotta go downstairs and and get some liquor. Get this Maybe taste out of my bit. mouth somehow. Yeah, but we'll be back in a second. So when I'm talking to my wife And shaming people who are lame I always mention Eric Shea Some people like to hear the news Some people love all the reviews The thing that I look forward to it's mail, it's mail, it's mail. Mail with Jim. 
things we think of, stories of the things we do, everything that we send in, we love that it's going to mail with Jim. With Jim, with Jim, with Jim, mail with Jim. With Jim, 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 I heard Jim, man, Jim, beep, boop, beep, this is mail section number two, I'm going to start with Travis, uh, Travis has a bunch of emails, I think he has an email in each section, uh, Jesus Christ, this is going to start off Travis is going to talk about a book ratings. Been a, a weird uh, cadence I'm going to have in talking oh, now. Good. He is talking about the ratings. Travis says, "Okay, okay, I give up. I've always done my ratings as a. Do you like that? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I've always done my ratings as a five star max kind of thing." But it seems everyone on the planet goes with the 1 to 10 rating. At least all the people who matter like you guys. Ooh. So I've switched. And I see that I'm very happy with having 10 slots to rate a book instead of 5. My new system makes it very easy for me to come up with the right number. You know who goes with the 1 to 10 system? Eric and has two thumbs. Who? Just about everybody reviews books, unless the guy Good lost thing. his thumb in a fucking, you know, a combine accident or something. <laughs> I don't know. Bus I thought accident. I'd share my system and ask how you guys do it. Is it really just a gut feeling after reading it, or do you have a real criteria for each score? Here's mine. Now, before we go on, yes, I, I would think that uh, we have done enough reviews. This is not, it's not an Eric Shea, I've been reading comics most of my life. Fuck you. Uh, but we have done, uh, between me and you, my friend, we are probably have reviewed 2,700 books. It's around like there. Uh, by this point, um, I am easily able to mail it. In. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> I, uh, no, I really do get the idea when I'm done. Now, sometimes it does lead to a review that I don't really point out a lot of bad, but yet only given an 8.5. But in the end, that's my score, and that's how I'm, I'm sticking with it, as they Me say. As well. No uh, book should ever be a ten. I have the one point one to nine point eight scale. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but I don't <laughs> I don't think any book should be a one either, really. One five maybe. I think I've given I, I think I might be a have zero, but, I know that. Yeah, I don't know about zero a zero is tough. One is really tough. I'm telling you, if you read a book and it's a one, stop three fucking pages in and just don't review it. Just give it up. I know you can say to me, oh, but Jim, why are your pants off? And I'd say, I don't know what this has to do with scoring books, but they're off because it's comfortable. But also you might ask me, hey, Jim, isn't it your duty to warn people about a book that's just, you know, bullshit? I guess. I don't know. What am I here? What am I, a fucking hero? Am no I said that. am I a fucking hero up on the fucking mountaintop? Am I supposed to save everybody from fucking bad purchases? Am oh, I? Weird ideas tonight. I'm tired. 
Also, I, I'm, I'm saying this stuff, and I'm realizing there is somebody's significant other mad at me right now because I talk too much, Eric. I talk too much. Here, here, I'm going to do a, a version of the podcast where I don't talk a lot. Here we go. That's fun, isn't it? That was the greatest fucking moment of podcasting. That's for you, whoever. Mrs. Calabash. I thought I'd share my system and ask you guys how you do it. Yeah, I'm repeating what he said. First, for the good stuff. A 10 rating has to be exceedingly rare. The best of the best. Books that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Batgirl being frozen in fear when the guy points a gun at her. Jane Foster punching Odin in the face. The death of Gwen Stacy. Okay. It's funny, too, because you already get the idea that Travis, a 10 to him is something that, tragic. Tragedy is what, it floats his boat, Eric. He's into that shit. That's how you get Travis hard. Yeah. But, yeah, uh... I agree. I'm not with you. I think that books can be a 10, and like I said, it is a gut feeling. I don't have – if I'm going to give a gut feeling you, that a book is a an 8 – I used to think a lot eight, of books back in the day used to be 10s. Yeah, I'm telling you because I really Give it enjoyed out like them. candy. Because I really enjoyed them. I'm telling you, these people are going to get angry at you. You're not on the mountaintop preaching. I a 9 not. rating is for books that are so good that they really should be a 10. <laughs> But they can't be a 10 because that would dilute the awesomeness of the few books that are there. I'm thinking of the first few issues of the Vision uh, book as an example. Okay, And right. 8 rating is for stuff that is definitely not just filler and far from leaving my pull list. But honestly, I can wait for the next issue. Uh, 8 to me. That's weird. That's still yeah, really that's, high. He's really going down the tubes quick. You yeah. know what I mean? And 8 to me is eight's pretty good. 8's a good book in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a good book at 8. Telling you, a seven is not awful. No, this is where he's he has I read actually a lot of sevens. <laughs> here's the thing, it's so funny. One, two, three, four. Yeah, he has a he usually goes by a five point system, correct? Right. Uh, he now spells it out and he only goes to six. It's five points. <laughs> Red Hood and Rebirth is a good example of this, in my opinion. A seven rating is for good filler material, not annoying or boring, but nothing. I'd push anyone to read a six rating is for books on the bubble, not dropping it yet. But if there were too many books in in a row, uh, like this, he'd drop it. Next to the bad stuff. Oh, he does list it. It was on the okay. next page. One, a rating indicates that I not only did dislike the book, but it actively made me angry. Yes, this is where the Burnside and garbage go. A two rating is for stuff that isn't for me. No mention of quality, just I actively dislike it for some reason. That's two? Like books featuring Deathstroke or Damian Wayne. I have no interest in books featuring characters that I hate, but they're still that, better that, that than Burnside. I should not judge your score. I was going to say, this, this is starting is to get skewed because of yeah. a... Yeah, I, here's the thing, though, Eric. It's his system. He can do whatever the hell he Damn wants. Right he a three rating for major disappointments. Books where I am certainly the target audience, but somehow they are boring me, and I just don't care to keep reading it. Green Arrow has been heading in that direction lately. A four rating is for stuff that I just don't have the time to spend on, and I certainly wouldn't spend money on it. I'd probably like it, but just not enough to commit to. Notice I leave the five alone. Your classic fuck you five, I guess. I have no idea what I'd put in there. Hey, <laughs> It's weird. Um, so that's it. I hope everyone can wake up now and not hate me for going into that much detail. I liked it. I just wonder how everyone else comes up with their ratings. Uh, here's the thing. If you really, really want to get into it, like the nitty-gritty, I do. I use a – it's a very much a gut feeling. I really – 
if you would sit there with me while I'm reading the books and writing the reviews, I really will say this at work. Like, I'll read the book on, we get them early, I'll read them on Monday or even Sunday night, and I'll go into work on Monday and we'll start talking about them. We just talk, you know, it's nothing for the podcast, General, it's just yeah. our normal talk. And I will always say to you, you know, I'm thinking about a seven to an eight, whatever, in that first reading. Uh, I will have an idea. Then when I read it again, I have that idea in my head. And then I'm reading it and kind of thinking, oh, well, I like this, I like that. But it's never like, okay, I like three things. I didn't like two. I like the art. I never really go that big on that that tit-for-tat type of deal. Uh, It is a big uh, gut feeling. But what I'm getting at is if you really wanted to go look at our uh, thing on Comic Book Roundup, you can actually click on the person's name. and You can see, and it does give you your average score. Uh, So if you really want to know where I would think – the average book is mine's about a seven five to me you know that's where not the middle but that's an average book yours is closer it's a seven yours down to a seven so you're a tougher uh reviewer and that i'm telling you even if you want to go with that where you don't give tens you know your nine five is pretty much then my ten because the way we skew it and stuff like that but you can go by that but really it's a gut feeling i really do when I go into a book, like we were told by uh, Brett Booth a long time ago about how, like, if you, like, uh, artists should have one through five and a, yeah, a, yeah, a writer should have one route. through five. I start out with that idea in my mind. I don't go that route eventually. It, it, it becomes the gut feeling, but yeah. I usually start out my reviews. The first time I read a book, I will think about that for a second, but it, it doesn't really justify my scores in the well, end. And I'll tell you, it just in general um, – to me, great art is always going to be able to influence a book more than bad art. Like if an art, if like Batman, if I hated Batman, I still couldn't give it a fuck you five because of that art. Yeah. Uh, but I'll never have an issue where I read it and think, boy, I love this story so much, but man, that art sucked a two. Never. It no. just it can't. It usually, to me, art. A better, like I said, great art will affect the score to me more than awful art because I really, as long as the the story's the Don't, same. If the story's great, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I I can deal with that. That's something that a lot of reviewers talk about. I can deal with bad art at, with a great story. I can't go, oh my god, that art was great. That story was bullshit. So I love the issue. I I really can't do that. Uh, but he says, uh, one last thing to note. Well, none of the above describes art, just rating the story. I give a separate rating for the art. Uh, a being awesome and F being horrible. So the presence of good art can't move a book from one slot to another. I at least for you, me. Will you give something like a 6 uh, D then? I, maybe. The art is either good enough to allow me to read the book or it's bad enough that I can't make myself read it, in which case I won't have a rating because it's so ugly in my eyes. And, of course, my ratings confirm Batgirl used to be good. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Batgirl, to me, it was a mix of uh, trouble on both fronts there. But, yeah, I, I, it's hard to even explain the whole thing. I really do read the issue. I usually read each issue for review probably at least two times, sometimes three. If I'm having problems... Uh, picking a grade, a score, I will read it a third time, but I usually run through it once and then I read it again as I'm reviewing it, kind of, you know, page through it like we do yeah. on the podcast. 
and then I read it again at least one more time for this goddamn podcast. So there's sometimes actually, I think Justice League I actually read four times. Uh, then there's books that Reggie does, and there is no way I could bring myself to read that Dead Man more than once. I nope. read it once, and we talk about it on the podcast. That's the best one. It's a book that you don't review. And then you just read it that one time, unless it confuses you or something. But next email is from Brian from Baltimore. Dear Jim, Eric, Reggie, and Chris. Sup, guys. Yeah, just wanted to drop a quick note, get a couple of things off my chest. This has been an off week for me. I guess you can even say I'm depressed. Ooh. I'm really having a hard time dealing with the fact that I've made a major change in my life, and he decided to drop the Justice League from his pull list. Now, while I haven't been reading comics for most of my life, like the studious Eric Shea over there, (laughs) I have been reading them for quite a while with breaks in between. One of the mainstays of my comic reading career has always been Justice League. As any of you have even heard me say in the Weird Science DC Comics, get fresh crew chat, Eric. Get fresh crew. It takes me a while to get to it. <laughs> I was wondering, where's the with this? <laughs> I could never bring myself to drop Justice League. I would feel wrong. Well, that was before I read this piece of shit issue. I'm talking, of course, about Justice League 10. Okay, the main crux of the issue is that Palmer isn't really behind the attack that sabotaged the Watchtower at Baz's ring. It's a piece of Cody wrote that is his apparently genius-level hacker daughter decided to turn into an iPad app. I didn't even... We didn't even spell that out. This getting... Reading a code on a piece of paper to get it onto a tablet involves a lot of other things, not just typing it in, like I think Brian Hitch thinks. Yeah, to beta test it on her middle school friends. Uh, That's the other thing. She does spell it out in there. I wish I forgot about that, too, where she says, like, oh, I was just going to try it on Jeannie. Was she going to try to kill Jeannie? Like, what is she, quote-unquote, trying Jean- it out? I was saying, Jeannie's the, uh, the No, end. but it was a name. She said that okay. she was going to take it, and I even had it in my notes back there, and I wasn't going through it. I'm going to go to the part. She says, uh, to, oh, I just put, tr- I put try it out. I have, like, 17 <laughs> fucking question marks. Yeah, and then I put, he kept the hack in a notebook in a fucking box? They repeat, oh, they uh, put, they keep repeating about this damn wife. That wasn't very uh, nice of me. But, yeah, he does – he's right. She does say, I'm going to go and try it out on some friend. Uh, What is she going to – like, I wish she was dead, he says. It's And also, it is – he says, it's Google on steroids, which is true. But then there's fucking Flash. We were defeated by Google. Yeah. Flash almost made it seem like he was making fun of it. But it, it was nonsense because yeah. it was true. And can, uh, it's Google on steroids and can find you whatever you want. And its name Genie implies that it uses it, its user's wish is its command. So apparently her little brother decides to start using the app because he's lonely. And both his piece of shit father and sister think what, what a six or seven year old who just lost his mother needs is some alone time with an iPad. The kid confines in Genie that he wants to play a game where his mother didn't die, but instead the Justice League did. This is where I just said, what the fuck? Okay. So even if this thing could instantly search the web and find you any piece of information you would want, how does it make the jump from that to knowing how to control and deorbit the watch? Tower, control every one of Cyborg's systems, and create a controller shitload of constructs from Simon's ring, and then instruct them to fight the Justice League in battle. 
Nonsense. Is, is, he, is he asking us for questions? Because I don't have the answers. No, he's, he's, these are rhetorical because there is no answer because <laughs> it is nonsense. That's level of sentience that can't be fucking programmed, never mind, by a kid. Hitch has absolutely fucking no idea what he's doing at this point. That much is obvious. I really think his outline all started like this. Now, I will say, uh, Brian is so knowledgeable in this, it would be like I talked to him about this issue, Eric. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll even say uh, Brian's the one that I talked to beforehand. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta read this. Yeah, please tell me that this doesn't make sense because I don't want to look. Uh, really, I knew that it didn't make sense. I, no. I've been around computers a little. Want an outside perspective? Yeah, I just, I just want actually, honestly. I just wanted him to laugh with me yeah. and have somebody else suffer. Uh, he says this is the outline. One, cyborg gets hacked. Two, something catastrophic happens. Three, throw a bunch of bad things in. I'm done with it enough. Until further notice, I'm going on the Justice League strike, and I'm boycotting this book until either Hitch is fired or he proves from more than one issue he can write a coherent story. I can think of tons of other things. I can throw three bucks away on every other week and have a lot more fun doing them. In no particular order, they include physically throwing $3 away every other week, <laughs> burning $3 every other week, and flushing $3 down the toilet every week. First thing, you might as well use it, wipe your ass with it, and then flush it, that's what I do. I really needed to get that off my chest. Thank you guys again for all you continue to do. And I'd be a real jerk if I didn't shout out to the wonderful peeps in the best damn community on the planet. Of course, the one and only Get Fresh Crew. Get Fresh Crew. That is, I'm so happy, Frenny, you have saved me. Episode 100 was an experience. I wasn't even there, but I swear I woke up with an Eric Shea size headache, and all I did was chat with the GFC. Reggie's Rap Attack is awesome, and I will be tuning in every week. I look forward to seeing what you guys have in store for us in the weeks to come. Later, guys. Brian from Baltimore. P.S. Batman sucked this week, too. It was Ooh. real pretty to look at, but I hate play, paying twice for the same thing. And this was an exact copy of the last issue. I'll give Tom King a pass on this one, though. Uh, thanks, Brian. And yeah, thanks, me and Brian. Brian were talking about this issue. He is a IT guy, so I was like, I'm going to the expert. Damn right. He's, yeah, he said nonsense. And really, he, he points that out. The Get Fresh crew is is pretty cool. Eric. It's probably, if we had to say what we were most proud of, uh, either uh, me standing up to Jess about the dildo, saying so it's, you know, feather did, on my did cap. You, or, did you stand up to her, really? Yeah, I, in my mind, I did. I told, <laughs> I, I told her, I gave her a piece of my mind. She couldn't hear it, but I, no, I but... stood up with her. I had some balls, right? Uh, yeah. But no, the Get Fresh crew is one of those things where uh, me and you talked about all the things that we wanted to do when we started the podcast. And I will tell you, none of that was like, oh, I want to make a trillion dollars or I'm going to do this. We really, my whole thing, you know what my thing was. My thing was that I wanted people to read a book and then say, who, I wonder what Jim's going to say about it. <laughs> like that was always my, I would get giddy telling you that eventually maybe this could happen, that people would be interested and actually pay attention to me. Uh, but yeah, really, we, we never really wanted anything like that, but we like having a crew. And we even went through, sure remember we, uh, it started out that we wanted to call the people who the, the few fans we had at that one point, we were going to call them weirdos yep, for weirdos. the thing. Didn't, didn't catch really, but the Get Fresh crew just started as a joke of mine, and it was me, you, Reggie, you know, Chris, anybody who was involved, and it makes it so much – it's awesome. 
that people want to actually kind of go with that and become our friends, Aaron, because we don't have a lot of friends. I not really, anymore. You have not some. Since the, not since yeah. the site really. podcast started. Yeah, really, because we don't do anything else. I, I just don't. I really, I don't have friends, Aaron. I don't no. mean to be like miserable or anything or be a, a dud. I don't. I don't have any friends. I am a guy who people just don't like, Eric. I'm unlikable. I Actually, know. I just I end up this podcast. <laughs> I get obsessed and and go with it, but. Uh, yeah, these guys are my brothers and sisters and friends sure and everything. They are. They really are. I wake up and I just want to see what they're talking about and things like that. Half the time, I, I can't even get involved because I don't know what the hell they're talking about, but it's awesome. And no, again, if you want to join in the Get Fresh crew, uh, it's not, it's not a, oh, you have to show up and, and say that Eric is great. And just, it, you know, don't even talk about us. Just get no, these never. people. Everybody in the Get Fresh crew. That'll just kill a conversation. They, yeah. No, they talk about other comics that they've read in the past. Uh, Chris gets on the chat, and they ask him questions about, you know, back in the – I get on the chat. It's Joke City. I just throw one-liners out and then fucking leave. Oh, uh, Jeff out yeah, there. Bam, we I'm talk out. about video games and, and music, and that's what led to, like, Reggie's Rap Attack. Uh, and all that stuff. Now, I will mention, I do, I have a show as well, Eric. Nobody's mentioning Ooh. it. No, no mine wasn't impromptu. It was a guerrilla show that came out. Fuck, I didn't uh, even know you were doing it. Yeah, uh, but I will be doing mine. I do think it's going to be an 80s-centered show just because I love 80s music. So that's we'll awesome. see. It's not going to be. It's not going to be as well received as Reggie's. That's it's cool to listen to old school rap. I love old school rap as well. I'm gonna get guff. I know people aren't gonna like me, Eric. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to push people to fucking feel bad for me and show up because it is a contest. I I told Reggie. Uh, well, right now, thing, Reggie's winning. Uh, no, well, it, it is here, but the stats are crazy on that Mixler. There's no individual stat, so you right. only get total listens. Boy, I'm glad because I think Reggie would be killing me. Uh, yes, the next one's repairman Jack. He says, what's up, guys? Whoop, whoop to the Get Fresh crew. Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> okay, forget all that we have to talk about the uh, this Batman issue. So he wants to talk. First, wasn't Batman in the van about Bane in the previous issue? Did Batman just hang out while Bane and Selina make their way all the way across the castle and Punch and Julie got carted away? I feel like this issue just screwed with the time of events just because King felt this letter was too important to be shortened or to let anything else outshine it. I almost think this should have been a Batman 44-esque flashback side story. Probably would have come off a little better. Immediately, I had to go fully read your review after finally reading the book. When you had popped in the slack and thought it would be controversial, but you ended up liking it, I immediately thought I'd probably agree because I'd mostly agreed with you on King's Batman to this point. On this issue, I oddly mostly agree, but I still can't come away from this book giving it a good score. I agree with you that the letter is great and seemingly very important, but I just don't think it sustains a full issue and it makes me feel like this was a complete waste of an issue. I'm telling you, Tom King's no dummy, Eric. Hey, if you sure tell him it. to show up at fucking 11, he's showing up at 1059. Uh, but he, this, this letter means a lot to the story. It has to. That's all you got. You got that dialogue of that letter and then the, you know, Bane saying that couple things that I really do think that we're going to find out just how. God, I hope it is. so. It has to. This is not a, an, an idiot. This is a guy who sets up his stories and has never really let us down. I know you didn't like a Mega Man. 
as much. I did not. Um, but even that, it, it, it seemed weird. But all everything else I've read, he sets up the story perfectly, and it always has payoffs, so we'll see. What I think it does give us is the why behind this Catwoman. We get the why Batman is sticking with her, even though she has, quote-unquote, killed 297 people, he said. We get the fact that he thinks... She is lying, and him being the detective he is, he just has to know. I think this is a fine thing to have after the previous issue. We just seemingly saw Selena slash two people's throats right in front of Batman. Continues the speculation of it if she actually did this or it was part of the plan, because with this issue, both are seemingly possible. Either she did it for real in Batman's letters explaining why he led her uh here in the first place, or it was part of the plan, which is still not addressed. My problem is that it really uh, all we got. Also, I, I actually was going to spell this out, too, while we were talking about the Batman. Why I really do like this as well is, it, now you have to kind of, you, you got to bear with me here. Okay? <laughs> Batman, we have seen all the time that the Robins especially have been mad at Batman all the time about him lying and really not telling them what's going on. I really like the story as if we are seeing it through their point of view as a reader that this is what Batman does. He does not ever spell out shit. The, the Robins in the New 52, even in the Rebirth, that is what they are fucking pissed off at him all the time. Hey, Batman, you don't ever tell us. You never trust us enough. You don't tell us what's going on. You put us in danger without telling. I think that this is a great way that Tom King is showing us exactly how everybody who works with Batman feels because he never lets them in on anything because he's the smartest guy and the greatest detective. Well, I really that's the think case. That. I'm, I'm with the Robins. I'm kind of pissed. I know, but that's I think you're supposed to be. I really do. I think that that is a side thing that he is kind of playing with because we have got nothing. We don't know anything at all about the plan, and I really do think that is Batman. Like, he is showing us in this I Am Suicide that he, he, we're seeing a Batman, and we're really finding out what it's like uh, for him to be Batman. I think we're also finding out of anybody who works with him, this is how they feel, and you would be pissed. Uh, I, I forgot. I was going to mention that earlier. I forgot all about it. But <laughs> I feel like this could have been much better handled in something like a flashback. But once again, I think we are seeing a pattern from King. He likes the out-of-sync dialogue. He likes explaining current events with either dialogue from a separate person that mirrors the situation or explaining the circumstances from a past dialogue that we are just now learning of. If King didn't fall back on one of his patterns, I feel this could have been a much better issue. As it stands, I was really frustrated with this issue. Yes, what we got was some good character details and information of a relationship, but it screwed up the time and events and waste an entire issue in doing so. Just can't really give this issue an overall pass. I also thought the art was near incomprehensible, and a lot of the movement splash pages are really? completely pointless in the case of Batman making his way up the outside of the castle. I love that. I did, too. P.S. I still think we're seeing Bronze Tiger on, on Venom in Batman's suit. That was a shit ton of people he beat up, and I feel this letter is meant to just reinforce that we're seeing Batman, but really we're not. So, And that would make sense, like you said, uh, for the, the suit. If the suit is actually like something he had stashed, he was supposed but, to pretend he was Tiger out. Was knocked out right there. No, I'm saying he was knocked out, but maybe he really wasn't knocked out. It was it was Catwoman who stomped him. She gave him the old atomic leg drop. Uh, actually, she just stomped on his head. Maybe she didn't really stomp that hard. He's not knocked out. He fakes it. They pick him up to take him out. He wakes up. Boom. Two heads together. Goes and gets the stash fucking thing, and that's why he's out and about. Uh, it would make sense. I would think that if he was knocked but, out and they were going to get rid of him, black. they would have taken him to that and threw him off the fucking thing. What's that? But, but 
he's black. Yeah, but he, he maybe he's got. He's in whiteface. No, we always said they got that holographic technology. We'll see. Does that, does that count as whiteface? Kind of. He's the, he's a whiteface. He's ghostface killer. Uh, sorry if this is a mesh of thoughts. I was just going off stream of conscious because I'm frustrated and thinking about this issue. Have a good show. You just got repaired, Eric. You just got repaired. I like that. I love that actually. I I actually I it's it, I it kills me because Jack is a guy who it makes him very nervous to talk about like a uh, calling in. Or leaving, right. uh, like sending and stuff. He said this before. I would love to have a, a fucking thing of him saying that. You just, you just repaired. been repaired. Yes. That's good. The next mail is Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Brandon says, Sup, fellas? What's I know up, Eric has probably been the butt of all the jokes tonight. Because oh, every move from last week is being replayed on the soundboard. So I, I've been a little... I, I don't, It's your birthday weekend. Eric. We'll, we'll get birthday. back to We'll get back to your drunken fucking escapades later. Yeah, I don't so to help to you out, Eric, just so you don't feel too alone today, I'm going to share a story from my past to shame myself and people I hang out with to take some pressure off proving we all have those nights. Yeah. Uh, this is called the Bus of Doom 2. My friends and I would rent a school bus for Halloween every year once we were of drinking age, dress up in costumes, and go bar hopping until the wee hours of the morning when bars closed. 4 a.m. here in Buffalo, remember? Jesus Christ. We named the event the Bus of Doom, and let me tell you, things never went according to plan. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> you get a bunch of dudes dressed up in costumes drunk in a bus. Especially when that many drunk people are together. I lived in Maryland at this time teaching and would uh, travel home each year for this event. So this tells you how fired up I would be for this. I'd take an eight-hour drive essentially to drink myself stupid over the course of a week. Good old-fashioned <laughs> 20-something buffalo fun. It's funny, too. He taught. Uh, he says he was a teacher in Maryland. That is a good plan to get the fuck out of state uh, when you're going to do something oh, like this. You're, you never could run into a student then, right? Again, needless to say, this never went as planned. Any year we did it eventually would turn ugly. One year in particular strikes me as crazy when my friend Mike and I dressed as 70s cops. Fake afros, porn stashes, shoulder straps or guns the works. We had another buddy go out as Michael Phelps in just a Speedo, shower cap and gold medals. It was like 20 degrees out, so he's crazy off the jump. We got so drunk off nothing but Jaeger bombs. My friend Dave got into an argument with his wife eventually. He took off walking the streets of Buffalo somewhere. (laughs) And uh, Dave was, okay, he doesn't say, I hope Dave was Michael Phelps. Uh, we have no He's clue. He's not here, man. His wife's still with us. Then started screaming at me with only what I can assume are glowing red eyes at this point about how it's all your fault. He only does shots like this when you come home. And she's trying <laughs> to continually seriously scold me. I began to laugh and then violently puked out of the emergency window of the bus, really not caring about anything at this point. I briefly <laughs> passed out. My fake mustache stuck to the window. Imagine a human pile of garbage that was me at this point in the in the night. Somehow the girl dressed in the St. Paulie's girl outfit I took home that night still wouldn't leave me alone. God bless her. She may have thought she would have had to give the police a statement about how I suffered alcohol poisoning is the only reason I can rationalize her sticking around. This had to be her thinking, looking back at this point in my life. The next day I get woken up at 7 a.m. when my friend Dave finally arrives home to find me naked on his couch after passing out again sometime (laughs) after the bus trapped us off. Dave, mind you, who this is his house and we lost him on the bus of Doom Tour the previous night, simply shakes his head and says, take her home, tossing me his 
keys to the car. Then reminds me we're leaving for the Bills game at 8 a.m. And we did. Then the tailgating began. I was drunk all over again in no Jesus time. Christ. I don't remember that weekend much after that, but I'm pretty sure the Bills lost. Yeah, I miss being 27. I'm telling you, the Bills probably did lose. See, we all have those nights, Eric. No biggie. So spin zone for that night, at least A.A. Ron yeah, was a you, girl. You had this whole spectacular thing out there. You had a bus. You had costumes. I was sitting in a chair doing a podcast. Yep. Telling <laughs> Reggie, or not Reggie, telling t- Toby that he's your brother. Yep. Uh, his books, Light Week, Overall, and Books for Me Since This is the Month, my pull list after being, since this is the month, my pull list after being adjusted is hitting rebirth titles a little bit now, too. Uh, so I got only Batman, Superman, and Clone Conspiracy, then got some back issues for Young Animal Books, Doom Patrol 2 and 3, and Cave Carson 1 and 2. Yeah, I, uh, actually, I, I remember looking at his pull list. I'm like, a lot of people were on Doom Patrol. Yeah, I think it's mostly yeah. from looking at his pull list. Yeah, maybe. I know I saw a couple people were catching up. Like, this was the week it seemed that they bought a bunch of Doom Patrols. Uh, but that's going to fill his empty spaces. I know Batman is the source of a lot of contention right now with people either loving it or hating it. I personally love the issue, 8.5 out of 10. Really, I'm just reasoning with myself that King is going to pay all this off some point because that's what Tom King does. And remember, Brandon's coming from the Vision book. That is one of his favorites. Oh, yeah. He will never badmouth Tom King. Although people will throw this issue out as a fill-in issue, I'm not sure that's what it is at all. And I think this will be providing us more answers when we come back to it after the arc finishes with hints about what Selene is really up to. This is also the same pattern as previous arc follow and how people's reactions chart it for that as well. It went from this... Uh, it went from this is awesome to what the fuck is going on back to, ooh, I get it. It's really awesome again. I've learned to just sit back and enjoy the ride with King Books. He will pay off your questions in the end for the most part in a satisfying way. Story also feels longer than six parts. The end of this arc won't be the end of the story, and this will continue going forward, I'm pretty sure. At least it feels that way. I don't really look at solicits uh, too much to know. Superman really threw me off this week as if Lois isn't a bad enough mother. She's trying to get a second <laughs> job now. Where the hell does she come from? Where the hell does she get Where off? Where does she get off? Does she need all this money for more booze? What's your deal, Lois? Inquiring minds want to know. My guess is that she likes the high-end liquors and needs the dough. Alright, gents. That's it for me this week. Happy birthday, Eric Shea. Singing Thank in your you. May West West. I was actually going to give you a happy birthday to Eric Shea. That's my Mae West. I don't like it. How about I do the marijuana? Happy birthday, Mr. Shea. You getting excited? I was, and then you got all Jim about it. Happy birthday to Eric Shea. How's that? (laughs) You like that? How about this? Say it's your birthday. You like that one? It's my birthday, too. Yeah. <laughs> you like that one? I uh, kind of do is, like that one. That is Brandon. That was actually, here we go. Here, do you like this? Which do you like better? Happy birthday to you. That is Britney Spears. Or do you like this? Happy birthday to you. That is Justin Bieber. Which one do you like better? I like them both equally. Do you like them equally? How about this? Happy birthday. Day to you. Who do you think that was? Uh, Wonder Woman? No, that was Debbie Gibson. How about this one? Happy birthday to you. That was Tiffany. <laughs> no. That was Tiffany. Oh, God. 
Jesus Christ, how could you not know these? And that is from Brandon at BMUR3660. And I do want to say also that Brandon is going to be on the Mixler on on Monday. I, it's weird. I keep saying that. It's annoying me a little that I keep bringing it up, but I'm so excited about the radio station stuff. really doesn't do anything for anybody, but if you want to hear some, some tunes and get a little Brandon on the mic, he's going to be starting uh, 7 o'clock on Monday. Uh, what he said, his is like an eclectic mix. He's like, we play all music, country and western. <laughs> now he's actually going to play like, uh, just like rock and stuff. I think. We play both cons, country and western. Country and western. Now he's going to have some fun, but he's also now going to tell us all about Nova. Nova number one, Eric. And I know that a lot of people were bad mouthing the Nova book in the uh, before Marvel Now started. I'd hear podcasts and all. I read a couple issues of that, and it was okay. I, I didn't really know much about Nova. I think that people were just upset at the change of the character, right. and you know that he got he took his dad's mantle and whatnot. Uh, but we're gonna see what Brandon has to say about the new re. I guess it's a reboot uh, because it is a number one for Marvel now. So we'll see what he has to say about it. Hey, how we doing, Weird Science? Uh, this is Brandon. I'm coming at you with this week's Marvel Minute. Um, book we settled on uh, with a little help from the chat room was Nova number one. Uh, so, so this is again a, a fresh renumbering uh, after the previous series ended. Looks like what this series is going to explore. Uh, of course, it's going to follow Sam Alexander as it did previously, but also uh, explore the sudden reappearance re of Richard Ryder and why he came back and, and what the hell's going on with him. Uh, so our writers are Jeff Loveness, uh, and Roman Perez. Roman Perez is also on art duties. Uh, he, he gets a color artist of Ian Herring, um, and we're going to move on from there. So we start the book off. Uh, we see Richard Ryder at, at his house. Uh, looks like he's talking to his mom, um, who, who's kept some pictures and his old Nova helmet on the fireplace mantle as, as they catch up a little bit back and forth. Uh, mom kind of approaches Richard from behind. Um, and as he looks in the mirror, he, he kind of sees her hand turn into this nasty uh, blue kind of scaly thing. Uh, looks like with some warts, so that's a little nasty. Uh, freaks Richard out a little bit. Um, lets his mom that he lets his mom know that he's okay and kind of takes a step outside. As Sturry mentions to her, "Thank you for saving the helmet." Uh, we pick up following the events of San Alexander. Uh, looks like he's fighting a bunch of manta manta ray looking space aliens. Um, so so he's mixing it up with them, having it out with them, uh, and and we see that he's kind of in orbit around uh, ego, the the living planet. So he's having a little back and forth with ego. Um, uh, I've never really read Nova before, so so as far as I can tell, I'm I'm not really sure ego wants him helping. Or either he, he's trying to get rid of Nova. You know, I, I don't have a whole bunch of history with Ego there. So trying to piece it together the best I can. It looks like Ego and Nova are basically in a fight. Uh, what Nova ends up doing is kind of taking a meteor, uh, ramming it into Ego to get rid of all these manta ray looking bug things. Uh, and he takes off to head back home. Um, he, he arrives at the, the breakfast table uh, to chat looks like with his mom and sister real quick takes a few bites of cereal and breakfast before he uh, zooms back off in his gear to school 
he grabs his backpack, kind of lands in what he thinks is a safe area to get get changed, take his Nova helmet off. Um, but but he remembers that he forgot clothes, uh, and he's kind of walking around in, in just his skivvies here uh, as various kids on their walk to school start snapping pictures, making fun of him. Uh, he looks like he's stopping one of his boys to ask him if he's got any pants on him. The dude's like, no, man, I don't carry extra pants. Um, he ends up bargaining with the kid. He gets a pair of his stinky gym shorts from him, and, and then along comes uh, this this new girl in town that he, he has a little bit of a crush on. Um, she catches him literally with his pants down, um, kind of blows it off as she walks back to school. Uh, Nova in the dirty gym clothes uh, arrives to school. He's kind of getting made fun of by all his boys. Uh, they kind of to uh, dare him to go talk to this new girl, try to spit a little game. Um, that doesn't go too well for Nova. He kind of imagines a, a out-of-hand scenario uh, and, then, and then kind of fudges up talking to the girl before he kind of just comes up with, with um, a reason to scoot. And that reason ended up being his, his Nova helmet going off. Uh, so he, he sneaks off to a secluded area slides the helmet on and gets notified that there's another uh, Nova signal detected in the area. So he throws his gear on and takes off to investigate. We we go back to events with Richard Ryder. He's kind of hanging out in his backyard at his mom's house, uh, reminiscing about a picture with him and his dad. Uh, he, he just kind of sticks his hand out, calling the Nova helmet to him, uh, which might be what's setting off uh, Sam Alexander's kind of Nova senses there, alerting him of what's going on. Richard slams on the Nova helmet and then kind of takes off for a ride. He blasts off into space and, and kind of reminiscing about how beautiful it is and how he forgot uh, how gorgeous it looks when he's up there. Um, and then suddenly it looks like his powers start failing him out of nowhere. Um, this this cool kind of art thing happens where the trail that he's falling from looks like it's kind of blue and evil and filled with purple eyes. A little bit um, reminiscent, saying that word again, probably for the 18th time in this review, but a little bit reminiscent of his mom from uh, the very beginning of the book when she put his hand on his shoulder. And that's how our issue ends with uh, Richard Ryder plummeting to earth. Um, if you had to wager a guess, I bet Sam Alexander would, would be on his way to save him before he hits the ground. But uh, uh, that's how the issue en ends, and it says next, going nowhere. Um, so you know how I do things, guys, for you. I tell you to buy it, to borrow it, or to forget it altogether. Uh, this legitimately being the first Nova book I've ever read, I did rather enjoy it. Um, but there wasn't really a whole lot uh, that occurred other than kind of introducing you to the players of the um, the story real quick. So you got Richard Ryder, the old Nova who's come back from the Cancerverse, and you got Sam Alexander, the new Nova, who's still unaware currently that Richard's back. Um, so, so that's kind of the dynamics playing at hand here. Uh, it appears Richard can still, you know, use the Nova powers and, and, and Sam as well. Um, so, so we'll see how that um you know, that scenario mesh, meshes, meshes, meshes with each other. Um, so that's it for me this week, guys. I did rather enjoy the book. Uh, the art was fantastic. The story was decent, not great, um, but but it interested me enough. Um, and again, I'm kind of new to Marvel Cosmic, but it interested me enough to pick up issue two. 
Um, so if you're a Nova fan, what my suggestion would be is to uh, to buy it. If you're a new person to Nova, my suggestion to you uh, would be to maybe borrow it and see if it's uh, your cup of tea. But that's that's how I would leave this book, kind of somewhere in between uh, buy and borrow, depending on your uh, relation or your fanhood to Nova. Um, but that's all you got for me this week, guys. Uh, if, if you're looking for any other suggestions, Clone Conspiracy was was definitely a rebound issue from uh, issue two, which felt a little down down to me. Um, but but this one was much better. So hop back on that if you were unsure you wanted to pick up issue three. Uh, and until next week, when I talk to you guys, that's it. I'm gonna go back to Jim and Eric. Adios. And we're back. That was Brandon. Brandon. Eric. Brandon. Brandon? Nova. Why was there a blood Nova? Brandon doing a Nova. Is that good? I don't know what we're trying to do. How can I tell if that's good? Brandon. That was Brandon, Eric. You like the Brandon? I do like the Brandon. The Brandon? Uh... You know, just uh, this whole podcast is so out of sorts the way we record. It is uh, legitimately, it's legitimately Sunday afternoon now because we had so many problems. Actually, we were just tired last night. So this whole thing is just a cluster fuck. uh, Unlike Brandon, Eric. It's like Frankenstein. We're going to sew pieces together and hope it works out. Sew pieces together. But before we go on to what I like to call the green section. Of the podcast, uh, we got a late rant and rave. That's actually uh, congratulations to us, Eric. It's a celebration like of us. Oh, that's the way you can get. You can send in shit all the time <laughs> if it's congratulatory. If you're gonna do it where you know you're gonna bitch and moan and you send it a little late, eh, I might have to. You know, You'll get you it. Next you might week. get the axe there. Yeah, you might get it next week. I may forget about it though. Forget about it. But yeah, hey, this was sent in by uh, Garrett. Hey, I'm walking here. This was sent in by. Gareth and Pauly P of the City Geeks Country Geeks podcast. So I, uh, I'm going to play it here. And Pauly P, member of the Get Fresh crew, do do. Gareth is not Eric. No, he I heard is that. not. He actually points it out in this. But here, <laughs> hey guys, it's Gareth from the City Geek Country Geek Australian, podcast Eric. alongside my co-host Paul Casey. 
Hey guys, it's a happy 100th episode, so this rant and rave will find you a week late, just like most of my emails usually do. Uh, right. Congrats on all of the nonsense up until now. And seriously, when Gareth first told me about your 8-9 to nine hour DC Comics podcast, I thought, how can two guys fill up 9 hours of DC Comics I don't know. podcast? Very but weekly. you guys somehow yeah. managed to find a way every week to do it. Well, there's three. I don't. Well, there's three. That's true. I won't forget your edging. Well, there's there's the whole get fresh crew. Whoop whoop. whoop, whoop. Yeah, which I'm not part of. No, so congrats on your Gareth. so congrats on your hundredth episode, guys. Yeah, and, uh, congratulations, we'll talk to you, guys. Talk to you later. Uh, it was was you guys who uh, who were one of the reasons that we started this podcast. So you're to blame. Uh, to but blame. congratulations, guys. Yes, uh, thank you. Thank guys. you very much. And yeah. Uh, not only have I fathered, or you know, me and you both have fathered five kids, Eric, because we're we're one and the same. I consider my kids yours, and I'm also going to dump I, I them on them. you eventually. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've also fathered some podcasts along the way, uh, which because um, I hate condoms. Are, yes. Are you proud of that, or, or does do you shake your head at all? No, this? I'm proud you know, of half that. of them are in the get fresh crew, so you better watch <laughs> out what you say. <laughs> no, I brought us yes. up that people want to do what we do. Like, hey, if these fucking idiots can do it, yeah. why can't we? What an inspiration we are. I think that's what it was. And basically, it's look at these guys. They can talk for 14 hours. Boy, we could probably put together an hour and a half, two hours. And it makes it sound very easy. Uh, I don't know. It seems easy anyway. 14 hours, 12 hours, two hours. We actually would have more trouble doing a shorter podcast. Oh, God, yeah. Said, because we talk. We have a diarrhea of the mouth. I like the Brandon, Eric. The Brandon. But we are doing the green section, as I said, which uh, pretty much only has two of the three books being green, uh, but they are I'm sure greener. if you w- put some wiggle room into some things, you, you can think make I could put some one. wiggle room into Nightwing, which is the yeah. third one? Um, uh, He's kind I of green go, in Bloodhaven, huh? I always go that uh, he is green with envy, but I would also think that he needs the green to pay for that apartment. I'm How sure DeFacer that? has some green paint spray. Oh, she probably does. Paint That's spray. a spray spoiler. Paint. Fuck me. A paint spray? I, paint I'm going to go get my punching glove, Eric. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and you know what? When I get both of those, I'm gonna put an explanation point at the end there, uh, just for uh, you. Is that okay? Should I no, do that there? Segregation, okay. Reggie. <laughs> ah, yes. Let's get on with it. It's the first green book. Is uh, your book? Sure is. Green Lanterns number twelve, written by Sam Humphreys, with art by Eduardo Pensica, Julia Ferreira, Blonde, and Dave Sharp. Brian Kleminski is still on the loose with the fan ring, and that's about it. Yeah, we find out that the ring feeds off its wear's emotions and that Jessica may want to give up being a Green Lantern, but that's about it. That's all that goes down here. <laughs> Spit it out, buddy. Is it just a rehash of everything else we've been dealing with so far? Yes. Well, this issue kind of goes hand in hand with what a lot of people are saying about Rebirth in general. The past couple of weeks, there's a lot of these uh, low-key uh, issues I, I we've had. I don't even know I if mean, I could call this a low-key. This, essentially to me, is a filler issue. Yeah, it, it is. is a rehash of everything that we've been dealing with, with like maybe one little point of new information where we find out that the Phantom Ring is sucking off the like. There's no safety on this ring. That, that's it's the biggest part. off the of emotions, it. making it, the person, the wearer, yeah. go kind of crazy and not being able to deal with his yeah. emotions properly. And, and like you said, they're they're going to push a lot of things. Sam Humphreys is going to remind you some things that he really is reminding us also that Simon and Jessica both want that they want that ring. 
I and guess they, I'm they telling you, I, I used to think that. I got the idea here that Jessica doesn't want anything now, really. No, I think that she does now because she's basically – she doesn't think that she's a good Green Lantern and thinks, oh, if I get that ring, it would show me. It's also pointing out – that's the other thing. I do think at some point the Phantom Ring will go on Jessica. She will grab it. And she will be a Green Lantern. That will solidify herself in her mind yeah, as a Green Lantern. That's pretty cool. I like that I idea. think that that's going to happen because that. she keeps saying to herself, oh, if I had this ring, what would it be? And she really does think it would turn her yellow. She, But, yeah. again, you get that hokey thing with the, the Fear Lantern deal. Is it that you inspire fear or have fear? Uh it always makes me wonder because they, they kind of jump back and forth with it a lot. But, yeah, I think that eventually and, – and Simon, really, it's pushing that he would be a red I'm lantern. telling you, she'd become, a, she'd become a fear lantern just because of the fear she does, but then she couldn't make a construct because she couldn't induce fear. She could yeah. only feel it. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what it would be like again. She'd be the worst fucking yellow lantern too. Uh, but, yeah, I do actually think that it will go on Jessica and that then that will be the, you know, let's start right now. I'm a Green Lantern. I can accept it now. I know yeah, because it's a this, really good turn to the story. I never even thought about well, that it, because the Phantom Ring. I that's the one thing I do like about the Phantom Ring. It's it's kind of a, a gimmicky thing, the Phantom Ring itself. But I do like that it just feeds off your emotions. And really, all this issue to me really is that it's really showing you. Okay, if you're if you're upset and you have avarice, I always walk down the street, Eric, and I go, boy, I'm really feeling avarice right now. Man, I am uh, avarice out. Like I am avarice right out the ass. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it really is a setup issue, like you said. It's a filler issue that solidifies. I, I'm telling are, you, we even have to go back and explore how fucking this, uh, Frank Lominsky wanted to be a Green Lantern his entire yeah. life, and even gave up a fucking date. To go train some more because he yeah. felt like, oh shit, no distractions here. I got to go back and train, bitches. The, the date thing, I I did like the art there. Kind of looks like it, they were in like the dead zone there. But uh, I do it like was a the, cool flashback. Yeah, I do like it. Uh, it ends very odd with him doing it because uh, they're there and Frank sees. Uh, how Jordan and his girlfriend there or his date, whatever, even says that everybody's like, oh, here he is again. It's almost like Hal has really worn out his welcome in Central, uh, you know, he really, or Coast City. He's really just all the time he's there saving people. She doesn't seem so. that impressed, right? I don't get right? the idea that he's saving anybody here. It seems like he oh, just plucked no. these kids off of Ferris wheel and the one and he's just terrified. having fun. Yeah. It's funny too. Yeah, he plucks him out, and then that he gets a call, and he forgets, and they die. I I don't know what he's doing. He's fucking around. But uh, this lady, this girlfriend of his, doesn't even like him. It's a weird transition because she's like, I don't know. He's a he's a fucking show off, which he is. He really is. Yeah. And uh, then he's like, Oh man, you know they save him. And then she goes, You know what? He is a hero. <laughs> And then Frank fucking goes off to do one arm push. I'm looking at I'm looking at this girl he's with too. She's kind of like a hippie chick. I'm like, yeah, I bet she, she stinks a little bit. Yeah, yeah, she probably does. She has a tattoo. Eric, look at that. It's like <laughs> one of those tribal tattoos. Yeah, she she's a hippie. She's she probably does a little hacky sack. She does the sack right. She throwing the she throwing the f. Throwing the b. The f. The frisbee. <laughs> what is the b? What uh what what did the b stand for again? The frisbee. Oh, that's what it was. That is so stupid. That is the stupidest thing I ever heard. But he's doing a one arm push up. You ever you do one arm push up? I can't do two arm push ups, uh, man. I always have a problem because my right arm is obviously I'm a right handed guy. That's the stronger arm of the two. Now, that is uh, very relative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stronger does not mean very strong with me. But the problem is my right wrist is the one I broke playing hockey. So I never could do a one arm push up. I, I don't get the uh, the whole balance of it all. 
throws me off. It, it really does. I've tried. I, I used to do a lot of push-ups, but after that car accident that fucked my shoulder yeah. up, it really yeah. became hard after that yeah, night. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I've tried. Every time I've tried one-arm push-ups, I end up face-planning. I, <laughs> I really have some issues. Uh, but, yeah, then you have Frank, and, you know, you have that flashback, and then it goes back to him. He's struggling with all the emotions in the ring. He goes to see Volthoom. Volthoom That's the thing, is, too. It's because one thing that actually bothered me a bit is we always talked about, I think it was in the Batman and Robin Eternal, the transitions between issues where, like, we pick up somewhere we weren't before. In the last issue, we were outside of that one house. Here we're inside another house where Frank is just fucking going buck wild with Avarice, and Simon yeah. and Jessica are trying to stop him. Yep. And then, like, he brings the house down, which forces our heroes to save the people inside while he takes off yeah and now the freaking green lanterns are tracking his energy signature oh yeah yeah the, it's i they wish can they track little, it now. i wish they were a little quicker with it because the whole thing could have stopped with this issue or even the next because frank like a goddamn dummy goes back to his apartment in coast city where volthoom has rami and is just sucking off his face yeah and, and basically volthoom gets pissed he's like first off shut your fucking mouth we have this and really it's he's spelling out and he's spelling it out that if rami wakes up shit is going down like rami can definitely to me can fight back i don't he's very concerned or what he's doing kind of sucking energy off needs him to be out to do it whatever uh but he's pissed at at frank and then he's like they're they're gonna track you back here fucking man up buddy get some nuts on you and go do something jesus he is so irritated with frank and the only the the thing too then you have frank and this is what actually the only reason i i like this issue more than you um but it goes down because now we're going to get into this hokey this it turns into every generic story star wars even with the i don't know maybe he's redeemable maybe this frank guy isn't so bad after all and oh would you punch me if i had the phantom ring would you do that i'm like really this is not we've seen frank Go with the, you know what, I just want to be a hero. And I wish that at this point, if that's where the story is I think he does. Out, I, wish, I think he just wants the accolades yeah, to be a yeah. hero. I, th- I wish that if they were going this way fully, that you did see that uh, Frank was a guy who wanted to be a Green Lantern. He, it was always passed by, but he, he had good intentions. And then when he became the Green Lantern, he was doing good things, not, like you said, for attention and accolades. I actually wish we would have had that, where yeah, well. Jessica and Simon have to actually decide for themselves, you know what, maybe he does deserve to be Green Lantern. Even with Jessica, you know what, maybe he's better than us. Look at us. Right. You're a fucking rage monster, and I'm so anxious. Maybe he's better, but in the meantime, Volthoom is just using him. And then at the end, probably he's going to die anyway. They're not going to have him going around now. The the one out with this is good that you could just take the goddamn ring off and then send him on his way. Uh, That's what I think. I don't actually think he's going to die. This is the first story arc, though, that we've seen ball through since Jeff Johns' run when Necron and Howe took him out. But um, looking at the art here, for some reason, until this point, I think... I yeah. never got the idea that Volthoom – Volthoom has been fucked up from his confrontation previously. Yeah. He looks like a little guy here. Do you see the yeah. one panel yeah, where he he's does. talking like he's, – he's like, silence the frag. I'm like, why are you so tiny? Are you on your knees, Volthoom? What happened to you? You look <laughs> uh, like a midget emperor yeah. from Star Wars. Uh, and he he, uh, he has big uh, little big man syndrome too with that whole thing because he's <laughs> yelling. And, and Frank's just like, you know what? This is hard. It really hurts when, when I change these. And you think that hurts? I had the first ring, you son of a bitch. He's <laughs> so angry at him. But yeah, he's whatever but he's up to. his belittlement of Frank is Frank the fucking man up. Uh, yeah, remember some things and he became a Green Lantern again, was able to yep. focus his 
his emotions and just like be stable because he was cycling through so many goddamn oh, emotions. Oh yeah, he was. And it was he he, he was going it was, nuts. It was killing him almost. Yeah, and yeah, he does like, and then he proclaims, "I am the Phantom Lantern," and I like the fact that the Phantom Lantern thing. Uh, there, he, when he says that, he doesn't revert to the gray Phantom Lantern. He goes no. to what he really wants to be, and he does have willpower, and he does show that willpower. He's getting yelled at. He's got a man up. Yeah, he's going to use willpower to do it, so he is a Green Lantern. And, yeah, that's when you get Simon and Jessica kind of arguing about, hey, maybe we could do something with him. Maybe we could Do we have to him. go and punch him in the face? Can we maybe talk yeah, to him? Yeah, maybe talk yeah. him down a bit? You yeah, know? yeah. He and could they go be through, a good guy. Yeah, and they go through the whole thing of, you know, that's where – you kind of get the point where Simon's like, I don't know, maybe I want to take him down because I want the ring for myself. And yeah. that's where Jessica says, you know, I'm afraid that if he shouldn't be the Phantom Lantern, that I shouldn't be a Green Lantern. Like, this is really going through her mind. And then they, have we ever seen this big uh, uh, battery statue? Yeah. I, I didn't even know that we had. I, it, it kind of was, it was a funny moment because Frank flies down there. And again, people don't care. Uh, to no. me, there's so many Earth Lanterns now that the readers get upset, but so do the people in these cities. They're like, we see a fucking, yeah, yeah, they might be missing right now, but Jesus Christ, we see one all the time. And look at him. He's got like a fucking Parallax fucking cape on. Who needs that? I uh, know. I always loved the way Parallax looked back in the 90s. It's funny, though, but he's at, a, he's at a place that if it would have happened, they, they wouldn't like that look, but he doesn't no. care. And he's going with it. And uh, I, I love it, too, because you're like these two women. He goes up to him, hey. You want to take a selfie? You know, I'm right here. Come on, they walk off. I want to take a selfie. What a selfie. fucking jerk. Like, what a jerk off. Yeah, they just walk away from me. He's all upset. And, and yes, that's... I am cool with taking selfies. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, he's cool with it, all right. And, but he, yeah, he, that's... and I'm actually afraid. I got afraid, too, because they walk off, like, because like, they're like, oh, he's willing to go with the regular people. What a jerk. Mm-hmm. And they start walking off. And I think he's about you... to hurt them. But yeah, thankfully, I think that he was. Simon yeah, and I... Jessica show up, and they freaking put a construct around it, his it's hand. It's so funny because... That the fact at that point, I actually wish that what they would have done here is these, oh, regular people. And he goes, hey, I wish he would have gotten angry right at that panel, became red, because the next panel, without the next page turn, is Simon's construct of like a a lockdown, like a a lockdown on the thing. I actually thought it was something he accidentally made because he's a Green Lantern at that moment. There's a green construct. I'm like, the fuck kind of construct is that? It looks like some fucked up hand. Uh, So I wish that as they went away, he would have turned red, like, God damn it. And then that would have happened. It would have made it... uh, you know what I mean. It would have contrasted a little better, but it is them going. Uh, and, yeah, they're telling him that he doesn't deserve what he's got, and that's and, where and he we're, gets pissed I'm telling you, we're back to what we've been dealing with. Yeah, like, okay, Simon and Jessica are back, and now we're going to fight again. He becomes a fear lander, and he's like, I am going to make constructs that, like, represent you. You're going to have to face yeah. yourself. And I'm like, all right, that's cool, I guess, yeah. but it, yeah. I've done this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I actually wish, too, that as a Phantom Lantern, I wish that he could create uh, multiple constructs of different colors. I think that'd be neat, Eric. Like, he uh, he makes a rage monster construct, uh, like a, a Red Lantern construct for Simon and a, a yellow for Jessica. I think that would have been a cool thing. That'd be kind of cool. Now doesn't work that way, at, uh, I'm thinking yeah. back at Lost Army when fucking Guy Gardner, for some reason, was the Christmas Lantern. He had a fucking yeah. rage lantern and I, a, I a actually, rage ring I and a green lantern ring. I Christmas for Lantern. It's <laughs> so <laughs> cool. But yeah, I wish that it would be something like that, that you could even combine Man, constructs really or something. Sweat 
put that under the rug. Yeah, they did. I, I love that. I actually love when he was actually the Christmas Lantern. It was good. But yeah, really, uh, like you said, there's not much that really goes on here. It I is do like the art in this of, issue, though. Oh, I do too. I, I like it. Uh, we said you're a colorist in the DCU or, you know, working for DC. You get on a Green Lantern book of any Lantern's book, you're fucking, you're high flying then. You're That's going the thing, in. though. If the I colors was a colorist, so I'd good. still be a lazy guy. So I'm like, oh, all right, let me do um, Gotham by Midnight. A lot of yeah. black. That's what you want to do? Freaking <laughs> go back to the uh, Dark Knight book where everything was exactly. brown. brown. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got a lot of brown. I, there was a sale on brown <laughs> colors. Uh, yeah, but uh, especially with this Phantom Lantern that can switch off and on at different colors. It, it, the, the colorist is awesome on this. The oh, colors, yeah. I mean. And the art is, too. Uh, but what did you give it? I gave it a 7 out of 10. A 7 out of 10, did you? It's a lot of rehash. I still am interested in the, a Phantom Lantern because we it's pretty much, in my mind, the coolest fucking story arc yeah. we've had in Green Lantern in a long time now. Yeah. Just the idea of it. But I, I, really, was, I love it. This is the, this is me, the story that pretty much put this book on my $25 pull list, my revised pull that. list, because I really do like it. And you made a liar out of me, you son of a bitch, because I said that I liked it more. For some reason, I thought you gave it a 6.5. I think it's a 7 <laughs> as well. I, I could even push up to a 7.5 because of the art, but really, it's more of a 7 to me. I'm telling you, a 7, I'm telling you, that was me being optimistic because I want to see the story going forward, but this issue, it's not a lot going on here. Uh, well, We've, you know, you've been reading comics all your life, my friend. Most of my life. Uh, most of your life. And you know when a lot of times they have a big issue, I think next issue that points out that next issue is going to be a, a humdinger, <laughs> as we used to say. <laughs> and uh, I believe that it will be. And this is just, hey, everybody, we want to get everybody up to speed. Remember, these are the important things. Frank is crazy as fuck. He can't control his emotions, which affects the He always the rain. wanted to be a Green and, Lantern. Yeah, he always wanted to be a Green Lantern. And you, have, and you even have a little bit of the, uh, remember, he does not like Hal Jordan. And uh, because he's jealous and also you have Simon wants the ring uh, and he's kind of a, a Red Lantern type of guy if he did get it and Jessica would be a Yellow Lantern. Which I is think kind that, of weird to me because I never thought of Simon as someone like would have been like a Red Lantern before all of this. What would you have thought he'd be then? Honestly, uh, a you're Green Lantern. racist. <laughs> if he was going to be any other Lantern, he, he is mad. They Especially since I Rebirth. I mean, even at the beginning, even when you had that, that Red Lantern, uh, you know, the freaking Red Dawn yeah, storyline, yeah. he was getting more and more angry about people with their graffiti, which we is haven't that, seen. Like, when you get angry, do you get the Emerald Sight Jim? I don't know. You know well, he gets the, the Emerald, Emerald Sight, Sight, but I, I still really think that they should tell Sam Humphreys, listen, buddy, we have this little thing called a battery that was fused together. Every <laughs> other issue, you better show this battery. They, this thing is MIA in this whole series. After, after Hal just said, hey, you know what? You're going to have to work together and use the battery. It, we've really not seen it. I, I'm, it doesn't annoy me, but every time I'm like, yeah, you know what? We haven't seen that, but we're that was supposed to be a next. big goddamn It was going to be a huge thing. It was going to be what brought them together. You know what brought them together? Cookies, Eric. Yeah. Cookie night. It's cookie well, day at work love next cookies? week. This week coming up, we have cookie day at work. What I used to call the greatest day of all, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I, bailing I on this one. I participated one year, and then they made fun of me, and I never did yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Have you? You've never done it since. No. Yeah, you haven't. You make me get your cookies. I sit there, I go in there, and I get the no, I mean, plate I of cookies. I haven't brought in cookies yeah. since. And you don't go in the break room to get them. Absolutely so I not. go in, and already, there. number one, I, I do have to admit that probably on cookie day, 
I am by far the one who eats the most cookies. It's it's here, easy. The con- there's not the even a contest. Everybody's in there. Here comes Jimmy oh, the yeah. Mooch. They do. I come in there. Yeah, they go, here he comes. Never makes a goddamn cookie and eats the most. But I go in and I also like, oh, look at I think I'll try that one. I've never heard. What did you call it? You've got to Ch- try Chocolate cheap? I've never had that. Six of oh them. Boom. My. What is this? Pianet Butter? Oh, well, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, they all, they love me though when what there's extra. Delicacy. Yeah, and that, well, then I go and I bring my plate out and I set it down. And usually I would say on cookie day, that first plate usually is about 16 cookies. Yeah. So I have that. I set it down and then I go, oh, I got to get Eric his. And I go in and I'm like, huh? Here I, it's like Jess getting the, the, the food for you at the, the festival. I'm like, Driving, yeah, yeah. gotta get Eric, you know, his cookies. And they're like, who are you fooling? They're all yelling at me. I think that's why, did you realize this was one of the first years for our Thanksgiving, uh, brunch or whatever they call it. They actually came out to you to give you the stuff and make you get it because I think they thought I was fucking lying and getting three plates <laughs> for myself. You were eating all my yeah, food. I think they were trying to cut the middleman out of that equation and fucking save some food. I didn't get a lot in uh, Thanksgiving. I, I wasn't very impressed either. But I, I say to you, no cookie day for me this this year. And I know you're a liar. I'm a liar. I know I am. I, I'm telling you, I go in there and there's all these crazy ass cookies. You got shit with the fucking M and M's in them and uh, oatmeal raisin. Look, I'm uh, not gonna go in there when anybody else is there. I'm gonna eat me a shitload of cookies yeah, though. Yeah, you eat that. Well, that's the other thing. We do have the benefit of almost everybody else at the the shop or the the factory that they all go back to where they have to go we kind of have free reign where so else is right go, next to the break room yeah and when we, they go back uh, to their jobs we spend the next hour and a half ninjing and grabbing <laughs> shit and i'm telling you when we need thanksgiving afterwards i was running into the the cold room and grabbing shit out grabbing and putting it up my goddamn i was putting hands. i was putting uh mashed You're potatoes sweet. and turkey in my fucking pockets <laughs> and running uh, <laughs> that is a oh, good meal. Nothing beats a good turkey and mashed potato pocket meal, is what I say. I've always said pocket. that. <laughs> it was a hot pocket. <laughs> oh, actually, it was cold. Oh, it was disgusting. I fucking started eating these mashed potatoes because I put them out on a plate and tried to heat them up, and they had blue felt on them from my hoodie. I still ate them. I just ate them all. I love them. When you walked up to me, oh. you had to shimmy your fucking arm down because you had a piece of pumpkin pie yeah, hanging up by your bicep in your sleeve. I had a piece of pumpkin pie up my sleeve, so I was there, walking around like I was the. I didn't have a hand, and then I'm like, "Here you go, buddy." And I, it was, I was like a a human vending machine. You're not that pumpkin pie. That thing was smashed up because I had to smash it in my hand to put it up my sleeve. <laughs> Oh, that is good stuff, my man. That is good eating. That's my Thanksgiving miracle right there. It was a miracle I didn't die because I was eating that shit for a week later. I, I remember oh, my, buddy's, uh, bad. my buddy's younger brother as a kid. He had this weird idea where like armpits were made to hold on the food for later. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking of the entire time. Oh, I love it. Like when he was six years it. old, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to store some food right here for later. That's why I won't yes. go hungry. I'm like, oh, okay. So good. Nothing like a sleeve pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> to pass the afternoon. Oh, God damn it. Uh, here's the next book. Next book is uh, Continuing the Green Eric. It's Green Arrow, 
number 12, written by Ben Percy, art by Otto Schmidt and Nate Picos. While on the surface, having Oliver back in Seattle is about as good as a sleeve pumpkin pie. Uh, but what Ben Percy has been giving us re- uh, over... <laughs> I messed up. I tried to improvise. Ah! While on the surface, having Oliver back in Seattle is an improvement over what Ben Percy has been giving us recently. <laughs> but the more I read this issue, which I did read it three times, the more I didn't like it. It's as if we are t- have taken a time machine back six months because everything we get here feels straight out of the first rebirth arc. Black Canary convincing Ollie to help others while Broderick sets up Green Arrow to be a bad guy feels like rehash. And even Otto Schmidt's awesome art, which I do love, uh, adds to the sense of deja vu. It's it's almost the same. We even see some characters from that fucking Ewok city. I I really want to like this book again. Ewok Village. Yeah, Village. This issue isn't doing it. And I just... I know that some people like uh, Repairman Jack, I believe it was, said he really enjoyed this issue. Like, this is him like, oh, you know what? And I do agree. And like I said, it is better than what we've gotten since even when the Amico 2 shot, like those things where oh, yeah. it took the time to go. It is it is better, but this it's just the like same thing. does feel like a callback to that first arc, yeah, which it, I really enjoyed. But the problem, I really did especially too, with the it, art. So yeah, funny. Yeah. I open this book up. I see that first page with the news yeah. reporter with the fucking green arrow yep. behind her on the yep. screen. I'm like, that looks amazing. Yeah, it's, it does and look I'm like, amazing. All right, let's jump into this fucking shit. Yep. But the problem is, as soon as we get past that point, you immediately see like – before the term social justice warrior was out there, pretty much Oliver Queen was. Yeah, like back in the yeah. 70s, shit like that, he was always he's, a fucking He's a, the a modern day liberal. Robin Hood. It's not just, yeah, it's not just but, his look or what he does, but no, he no. has been that. He, he was always this big liberal and he always came to blows with fucking Hawkman who was a fucking conservative. Yeah. It, was, it was always kind of funny back in the day. But this whole social justice warrior thing, it, it just feels – it's too much here. I don't yeah, know. It is. I, it well, doesn't feel right anymore because we have this clash in society as it is right now between now, after yeah, the fucking yeah. presidential election. And we, when we're interviewing all these different people for the news program in the beginning of this, yes. and it's just like – it is just creating more of a clash, and I don't yeah, want to see that. and you're, go, you're going to go down, and it's it's very cliched and black and white how they go down the, the line there. you know, And that, that's yeah. what, that's oh, what the they do in the media anyway. And the awesome liberals. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the thing to me – this is probably not true because of the way things are written ahead of time, whatever. But it does – the way this issue made it seem to me was that there was uh, – Rebirth started. Ben Percy's getting out. Oh, my God. You know what? I don't know what he was doing before, but Jesus Christ, I'm on board. This Green Arrow is fun. You have yeah. Black Canary there. She's going to be like his moral compass. You're going to have all this going. Boy, yeah, it's great. And I, you know what? I can deal with the social justice warrior stuff because it's really it's, fun. And it's, it's that too over the top. No. And then you had this other crap that all of a sudden we thought that this was where he was like, okay, the leash is off. Go on your own, Ben. Do your stuff. And then it started going now downhill. And to it. me, this seems like he's trying to get the, the magic back. Because it is almost exact. It's the whole thing. Before, it was Oliver Queen who was there. Oh, I'm a playboy. Oh, there's Black Canary. You know what? You you should think more. Because remember, the whole thing was, look, uh, you know, you think you're doing well by donating this money or whatever, Oliver. But you have to, you know, walk the walk, not just talk the talk. And it, it even made us afraid that at one point he was going to give up his money. And my yeah. whole argument then was like, you could do a lot of good with this money, Oliver. But it ended up getting taken away when broad. Rick 
pretty much framed him for murder, got him all this. This is this is it again. Because the now big, he shows up on this Trans Pacific Railway, crashes the that whole thing crashes. The Empire Express crashes. He comes out and, and runs away, you know, on the motorcycle with uh, with freaking uh, Black Canary. The last We're issue. Back. And now the whole thing is, you know, that's the big story. Is uh, Green Green Arrow good, bad, and this is what this whole reporting thing and the TV's going. And it's funny because they are going like he was. He set off a bomb, and that yeah, he did. They think that he did. Plus, he attacked police. I don't think there's a question really. Uh, while we know better, the, the question of any of the authorities in Seattle should be that Green Arrow should be arrested immediately. Okay, he's really vigilante. And that was why the whole thing with uh, Broderick. He was getting rid of Oliver Queen forcing him to kind of be Green Arrow, but also Green Arrow, Oliver was saying, oh, you know what, now I'm, I'm just Green Arrow now, Oliver's dead, whatever, but now he's going after Green Arrow. It's just the same. Such, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I actually like the concept of the story. It's not yeah, executed perfectly because I like the idea where somebody is trying to discredit Green Arrow yeah. and make him, I'm saying, we've seen it on the Arrow TV show, we've seen it in comic books a bunch of times, I like the idea of that story, but... With a character like Broderick being behind it, who knows that Oliver Queen yeah. is Green Arrow, do you know what you got to do? Hey, Oliver Queen's Green yeah, Arrow. That's what you do because to this point, Oliver Queen is a wanted murderer. He yeah. is wanted for murder. This is what you do. If you are Broderick and you're going to be a piece of shit that he is, you have a press conference. I'm sure that he could find out like, yep, you know what? Oliver Queen's Green Arrow. Oh, how do you do I, that? I, I well, found some stuff in the. Yeah, see, I found some stuff. Then Industries. all they're going to say, yeah. and then you set it up to be research. this. Yeah, and say this then. Listen, if I'm wrong, prove me wrong, Green Arrow. Come downtown and then fucking take off your fucking mask, and we'll see who you are. Because he is, and that's what you should be getting at. Instead, he is going to discredit Green Arrow. How did that work for him doing it for Oliver? It didn't. Everything the that he Inferno did. Went down. The Inferno went down. He has the, the really. Broderick, the Ninth Circle, if there are two people left in this Ninth Circle, they should find Broderick and kill him because everything that he's been involved with has been a total disaster. Yeah, he is, he's throwing money out the fucking window. He, the, he was because of him, the Inferno went down because he fucked with Oliver. And then the, the Trans-Pacific Railway. This is trillions of dollars that this guy has been the head of that has gone to shit. And I'm telling you, if we want to get away from the entire story to begin with, he should not still be the CEO of Green no, Inch. He, he would have been fucking kicked out and somebody would have yeah. replaced him because yep. he's lost the company he's trillions lost of fucking so dollars. He's lost them so much they had one fucking maiden voyage and the thing went to hell. I know that they don't think it's his fault, but shit has gone wrong. It really, yeah. they would actually, actually, I think they would just say, listen, uh, we're going to pay you this money. Just step and down. Even, we need a new, even if we he's need not, a new Queen Industries head. should be bankrupt because the stock should have gone down no. once I found out that uh, Oliver Queen was a goddamn murderer and is now dead or something like that. Yeah. Now we yeah. have Broderick, who has this grand fucking scheme. It goes to shit. The whole Trans-Pacific Railway is gone. Fucking dignitaries are dead. I'm like, yeah. you know what? All because of Queen something Industries that was is Queen gone. Industries. There, yeah, there is name, nothing left. Their, the their stock name is, is tarnished. Uh, yeah, we saw that that uh, hokey thing in Nightwing when the stocks were going up and down because Bruce oh, Wayne let people dig. This would just it would plummet. It'd be done. Yeah, I'd be. And really, this is what would happen to sell, me. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah, sell, sell, sell. Oliver, in the meantime, is bye, bye, bye. All of a sudden, Oliver owns his company back. That's how he gets it back. Boom, Eric. Oh, but right now, solved. everybody believes that Oliver Queen is dead. 
Yeah. Oh, he'd have Diggle by the fucking thing, and it'd be all him. And then, but yeah, even when they're doing the uh, news reports, they, they really stress the the social justice warrior stuff. And, and there's those really two guys, those two guys that are the one guy's up. dressed up as Green Arrow, and the other guy's dressed up as Batman. It has a very good potential. Also, in the background, is pretty cool. It looks like there's a red sun Superman. You can see the cape. The power pretty cool. back there too. And uh, yeah, it's really cool to me. Um, until they open their mouths, because yeah. first off, that here's a line from, hey, what do you think? Oh, Batman is is mean. I M O. Who who actually says these things like that? It, people, you know, in my opinion, S J W. I don't. I S J W. I've seen people at least. I haven't heard them. Actually, I have heard a couple people say it. Yeah. And I, it drives me nuts. I M O. I M O. You don't. You don't say I M O. It's 2016, uh, Jim. People don't I have guess. time to say actual words anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> LOL, my man. LOL. It just gets me angry. Uh, then there's that F hot you. barista. That hot barista there. She's got. She's hot to trunk there. Uh, but yeah, they go on, and uh, what has happened is Oliver is back in Seattle, but they are setting up the Ewok village in the in the woods, and he yeah, we, is we, having we, the, the time of his is, life. I'm, I'm telling you, this issue too. I'm, what, I hate the fact that we're dealing with so much Robin Hood shit in Nightwing. Yeah, Here, it makes a little bit more sense. But it's over the top. He just created fucking what, – what the hell is a Sherwood Forest, a goddamn village yeah. that like – you know, he is creating fucking Prince of Thieves goddamn hideout here. Yeah, 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 he is. It, it's just – And I'm telling ridiculous. you though, it I gets just, like, worse. He's having the time of his life, Eric. It's I'm like telling the, you though, the song. it gets worse though because the, dancing. Vil- the villain they set up here, I, the person who ends up killing all these people to make Oliver look bad, yeah. I think it's the cop he, ki- he beat up earlier that was all over the video yeah. that somebody – like a person took. Yep. You know what his name is? What is his name? Nottingham. Little John? He's going to be the sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, nice. And uh, yeah, he'll become look this at, is look mine. At, I'm telling you though, look at his Dutch boy haircut. Yeah, it's true. It yeah, is the sheriff of Nottingham. His name is Officer Nodding. Yeah. And they're it's, setting up a fucking Ewok village, a Sherwood Forest. It is over the top fucking Robin Hood. Yeah. I'm like, I understand. He looks like Robin Hood. We don't have to throw well, all this Like you're saying, what you're saying is true, even with the social justice warrior stuff that Ben Percy does. He really has. Uh, a penchant for bashing you over the head with whatever he wants you, to do. I got he is gonna, right in your he face. Is gonna punch so you in the face. Yeah, he's going to punch everything. you in the face until you fucking understand. Oh my uh, God. Like in the New 52 where he had where he had to show that every white person was a piece of shit. Hey, I uh, agree. I see myself in the mirror every morning, Eric. I know it's true. You are a big piece uh, of shit. Yeah, I am. But, Segregation, uh, Jim. <laughs> that was live. <laughs> Segregation, Reggie. Uh, the other thing that made me laugh, though, with all of it, well, there's a bunch of things that just get on my nerves, but Oliver, it really seems to me that he's gone off. I think I've mentioned this at work, like, they're building these, this village, these forts, yeah. and I, I, I'm telling you, I go tree fort, not tree house. I, I like to think of it as tree forts. I but do as well. They're doing all the work while he's out, quote unquote, putting out sensors. I <laughs> think freaking Diggle's like, Jesus Christ, Oliver. But at the one point, they want to get Oliver and Black. That canary just lets out a scream. I think all those sensors would go off. I know it's 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 uh, something that's audio, but she ends up moving shit with that, and there's motion sensors. I think they all would have went off. It's just ridiculous. But well, they, you hey, know what, what it is? She just told everybody where they're hiding. Yeah, at. really. I'm telling you, it's so crazy. But yeah, Oliver then is like, you know what? This is pretty cool. I really like this. But I'm gonna clear back. I'm gonna clear my name. I'm gonna get my name back. I'm gonna get my company and my money back. And there you go. There's where. Black Canary steps in like she did in that first argument. Oh, no, no, no. It's not about 
you. That shouldn't be the agenda. You have to think about the city and everybody else. And he's like, I guess, but no buts. What do you think we're building out here, Ollie? This isn't just a treehouse. Like, she is such a downer. I, I mean, why can't be? It's like he can only do one or the other. You know what I mean? How about we get back his company and his money, and he could still help? I, I think that she's upset that if he gets back the money, he's going to go find some horse or something. You know what? And I'm telling you, there's something that really bothered me, too. It's just a little bit of levity, which you kind of need this. But we're dealing with some dire situations here where Oliver gets done setting up all the sensors while fucking Black Canary and Diggle are creating the treehouse. And yeah. he comes in. He's like, hey, he has his arms wide open. And Diggle's like, here, I need your help with the walkway. And he's like, no, he's being dragged away. He's like, I want snuggles. I'm like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Snuggles. He wants snuggles. snuggles. He wants snuggles, Aaron. Uh, but then we go into uh, Seattle. Shit and go is to, going wrong, we, Ollie. Uh, God damn segregation, it. Segregation, Reggie. Then we go to Pennytown in Seattle, and that's where you get naughty. Naughty, Eric. And he is a piece of shit. I, and again, this is once again Ben Percy. He doesn't have gray areas. He, it, it's black or white with this guy. Oh, you're yeah. either a really big piece of shit or you're – it's just – this guy is such a piece of shit. I'm telling you, though. The guy kind of, I'm saying this is terrible, the driver kind of had this coming. Well, I told you, I said when I was talking, I don't even remember if you remember me talking about this. Yeah, I'm like, you have these people in this car, and they're kind of pieces of shit the themselves. The and the people in the car are both pieces of shit. Yeah, he's, hey. There is the nobody cop, good in Pennytown, it seems like. No, Pennytown is not a great place, but he's, no. hey, the, the girl who's with him, hey, the cop's going to search the car. He searches the car, he finds the amp, and I always, I, um, that's a an energy drink, isn't it? The amp. The amp. I don't know. I, find I, that I amp. actually think how the amp is a new kind of drug because weed's legal now. It's just a joint. It's cool. Yeah, that's like, what I don't uh, understand. Like, what is, what is, is amp? Did, is did you amp, guys steal an amp? Is amp amp a, a joint? Is that hot? No, because it I, seems. No. But it's weird though because I wouldn't Maybe say to you. I don't know the term. How about this? I say to you, oh Eric, Jesus Christ, he's gonna find our mobile meth lab, and you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm drinking age. <laughs> it doesn't really matter here. And we have a cop, mobile meth lab, my friend. And then he rolls down the window, and the cop's like, show me your hands. like, I'll show you my hands. Certain fingers will be raised. Understand? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. why would you say that to yeah, a cop? Yeah, why would you say that? Right away, that's a, a reason for him to be – now, he goes over the top. but He, he goes way over the top. He kind of can – he kind of can be a jerk to you if you if you say that. You, you know what you do? You say, I'm sorry, officer. Here's my fucking hands. I'm not doing anything. I'm drinking yeah. an amp. I, I, I love I, the I amp. I understand the cops down here in Pennytown might be a little brutal. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to be a dick. I'm going to do everything you tell me to so I don't get the shit beat out well, of me. And that's the that thing. If you're, gonna, if you act like this while you live in Pennytown, Eric, you're never going to step up to Dollar Town uh, <laughs> and, you know, for later on and gold to Bloom Town down, downtown. You're never going to make it there. Uh, but yeah, he you, ends up. This is the problem we had with uh, Ben Percy and the New Fifty Two, where there were no good guys. Everybody no, that's in Seattle was a piece yeah, of and shit. And actually, Even I said it. Arrow. There's no gray area. Actually, there's no good there's no area. White area. Every, I, yeah, and, ooh, you're getting racist. Uh, yeah, there is no good guys really. It, there's no good guys, and he did it here again. Like you said, Oliver does step in, shoots the guy in the in the hand to make him stop abusing this guy. I mean, because he's doing it. But this other guy. It's not a good guy I'm either. I'm telling you, though, though there, this is violence begets more violence because yeah. we already have cops who are brutal. Now we have a vigilante who is on fucking video being praised yeah. by all these yep, people they're being praised because now. he, he beat up a cop. Praised. I'm like, 
There's yep. no good situation. There's no good outcome to any of this. No. And it, it's funny, too, because as you go back to the, the reporting, it is, you know, Green Arrow versus Cop video goes viral and they're having it. You don't really see anybody supporting the cops. No. You know what I mean? And I, I think they should have done that anyway, just because there would still be people like ah, that Oliver or that Green Arrow. He's a piece of shit. I don't like him. Whatever. I wonder what that one guy earlier who was saying. Yeah, that's just a, a myth that they made up to control us. That guy better yes. his words. But now we go back to uh, we go to City Hall. Uh, Seattle City Hall. Which goes back to another thing we had yeah. during the the Patriots and the yep. fucking wargs where we had these people in the press conference talking about how, yeah. you know, we don't need any of these dirty wargs in our no. town. We're going to yeah. round them up. And here you have Nathan Dominey. And the problem again, piece of shit. He's not I, a he's good guy. He's an over-the-top piece yeah. of shit. Everything is over-the-top with this guy. I'm telling you, he somebody fucking won't. says something about him and, you know, on the microphone, he's like, you know, yeah. uh, take this person out and don't be nice yeah, about him. This like, is, okay. That's the thing. Yeah, there's where I have a huge problem. These people who – and even the cop. I, I know that it's it kind of is a piece of shit thing to say. But I think that nowadays with social media and all that, everybody has a phone and videotape and stuff like that. A piece of shit cop – would know you don't just grab a guy, you know, you take him somewhere and then you beat the shit on him. You go to a this, safe area you, and do that. These aren't the cops. These are just regular people he's inspiring to go to violence. I'm telling you, no, this I'm is just saying, a- no, I'm saying the cop when he fought that guy. Oh, they, right, they right, should right. know better than that. Uh, this guy appears to be somebody nope, who's a seasoned you, piece of shit. That, it seems that nobody gives a fuck in Seattle. They are always quick to violence, and that's yeah, they okay are, in but this it, town. Again, that girl did videotape, and that's what ended up being the big deal. But you go, and this guy, this Nathan Dominey, who you find out later was a guy who grew up with Oliver. Uh, this guy has not – time hasn't been fair to him, Eric. No, Oliver no, is Oliver in a lot better shape, better right? Me, yeah. uh, but yeah, in the meantime, this lady, and it's a lady, steps up. Oh, Ooh, you, you're supposed to – because this guy is – you know, it's kind of going along the, the Trump deal of yeah. the, you know, it keep really – let's make is. Seattle, you and know, it's better. it's bothering me. Uh, yeah, it's it's bad. But – and then he's like, oh, you know what? I'm we a Timber family. We deal with this in real life. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, but just... he's saying like, oh, I support Seattle, Seattle this, Seattle number one. This lady jumps up and says, listen – you know, you're, you're saying all this, but my father lost his job. You laid up tons of people to, to have shit sent overseas. And on the mic, this is a guy who is a politician. He should know to not yell on mic. It doesn't even have his hand over the mic. Somebody get rid of her, would you? And don't be nice about it. He has I'm just told you, though, people it, it, to kill her. You kind of had this with the whole Trump thing, and he got elected president, so. Yeah, sure. But yeah, he's there, and he gives a little fucking, you know, the peace signs. He's got them Richard Nixon. Gets in the car, and Oliver's the driver. And we continue just the piece of shit, where this guy never liked Oliver. He's like, hey, I, you know, Oliver wants a favor. Hey, when you go talk to Broderick, because I know you have a meeting with him, can you set this here? Also goes back to that. That first arc where Oliver shot that arrow that had the trick arrow that had the thing that can clone all the hard drives. Yeah. Now he's going to have this guy put it there. But it's the same thing again. And the guy's like, ah, fuck you. I, I never liked you anyway. When you came back from being missing, you became this liberal blowhard. Fuck you. I didn't like you before then anyway. And Oliver's like, well, when Broderick fucks you. You, you can help me out and whatever. And then, hey, t- you don't bother telling anybody that I'm alive because no one will believe you. Gets out of the car and just walks away. Yep. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Now, now we're going to go to where I things just why now are they in this meth house? I don't know. I, why? Where? What is this transition? He walks away, and then all of a sudden, Oliver and and Black Henry appear to be in detective mode. It, it's trying because to figure we have out to find out that Oliver's goatee twitches when he lies. Yeah. 
This this whole scene really seemed out of whack with the rest of the book. All of a sudden, they're there. They're at this house trying to figure out, and they realize, oh, you know what? People don't just leave meth laying around and flush it down the toilet. They take this stuff. You know, Henry uh, says like this is the this. fourth incident in as many yeah. weeks, Joe. And it looks like – well, it looks like houses are being set on fire, all this stuff, and there is a gang war. You have all this shit going on, and they, they figure out, oh, it must not have been – uh, these people fighting against each other or whatever, and then they see this guy who's collecting fucking metal, and he draws on the fucking homeless wall. Joe. Yeah, homeless Joe draws on the. Looks like Captain Avatar from fucking Star Blazers. He fucking draw. I, the guy is a the Picasso of arrow drawings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. What did he say? Is I said, asked you. Dip my pen in this yeah. ink pot here. What was he doing? Well, he was, uh, was just he stabbing doing? an arrow into the wall and then yeah. making a picture with it. It just doesn't even make sense to me. I th- well, at first, I thought he was stabbing himself. I'm like, oh, don't do it. He's probably got hepatitis. The fucking wall has got hepatitis now, Eric. But he draws a pretty good thing. But he, he goes, draws an amazing thing. He, well, we and see he a goes, goddamn stormtrooper on yeah, the fucking it's wall. It's the stormtroopers like storm uh, combined with the Sandmen in the Earth 2 book. And he's like, that's who you're looking for. And Oliver kind of, I don't know, they react like that. He even like, oh. has awesome fucking like, perspective, like yeah. a 3D-looking guy. I'm like, why are you homeless, dude? You have a fucking career in comics. <laughs> yeah, really. It's like when they have a, what was that, uh, that caveman's, what, that Samuel L. Jackson, was that the one where he's playing a fucking violin? The you know the homeless guy? There, there's always no, those that movies. Was, that was, god damn it, what's his, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> was it? Oh, my God. I thought, I'm thinking, you know what it is? Do you, do you know the movie I'm talking about where Samuel L. Jackson plays a homeless guy who looks like this guy? No. Nope. Uh, I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing is, though, who are those people? Who, who are, are these people? people? The people that he drew. Oh, I have no idea. That's what I, I, it seems like you're supposed to know. No. Nope. He, he draws these things like, that's what you're looking for. I, I'm I, if I was them, I'd be, be like. It's, it's going to become the, like the sheriffs of Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that's who you're looking for. Oh, he's the one who did this. You saw him, not them, him or them. How many? Many. Uh, who are they? I, I just, I'm sitting there. I, and I won't it, be surprised if they just don't come out. They're the stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. It just, it was funny because it really, to me, I didn't know who they were. So this scene should have some weight to it. Hey, they just look like you said stormtroopers. Oh well, where's Darth Vader? Uh, yeah. But yeah, they go on. There's Broderick, and he's talking to uh, you know about what he has to do and how he's going to frame Oliver. He's talking to to somebody too, which you said that's the bad guy then probably because he's like I'll I'll kill him now. And then Broderick's like, no no no, we're not going to kill him. We're going to make sure that everybody you know he's discredited. This we've seen this. We saw this yeah. in Flash in the New Fifty Two. It's always the thing. You can't kill him because he becomes a martyr. So instead, you discredit him first, and that's that's what he's doing. And everybody who was talking about, you know, Green Arrow earlier yeah. is getting everybody killed. Everybody who we saw that was pro-Green Arrow, actually yeah. not even that. Uh, yeah. Every, it's pro and con, honestly. Yeah, pro and con. And you didn't like him. Yeah. She gets stabbed to the heart with a goddamn arrow. The weird arrow. thing is that goddamn, uh, the guy who's into like, uh, what's it called? The CIA, what are they called? <laughs> the fucking oh, urban legends about? and stuff. I, I can't even think right now. The conspiracy yeah. theorists? Yeah, the conspiracy theorists. He he got off scot free. That guy's sure just did. sitting there. Yeah, but yeah, everybody else, including who appears to the be that little lady. kid from the rebirth issue. That that is yeah. him, right? Yeah. Now his mom's dead. She's dead, Eric. 
But yeah, everybody the reporting on dead, this. They, everybody. And then it looks like not only that, but there's also the thing where it looks like that goddamn village, the Ewok village from Rebirth, all of them are getting Fucking killed. arrows rained out on them. Yeah, uh, they are raining on him, which that has to point to this stormtrooper army as well. You know, this isn't one guy shooting arrows. This is a bunch. But yeah, everybody's going to be dying and they're going to blame Green Arrow. And this is You know the why? Because they're shot with green arrows yeah they were shot with green arrows so it has to be him i mean it, it just has to be right yeah. i think that where we're gonna see also he's been a hero all these years he he was just bound to go on a fucking killing spree yeah well you'll you'll see now that in my mind the people in the ewok village the who were getting taken by the underground men uh earlier nobody's gonna care about them that's gonna be no. where you point out you'll point they'll point a more social justice warrior look look at all these people were dead but they didn't care about them and they I, don't I, care I'm about people you, in Pennytown I can understand Oliver being a person who cares about the fucking you know the, the little man you know what I'm saying yeah. like just as, I don't like the term social justice war he can be that you don't have to fucking ram it in my goddamn face yeah. every time you want to talk about green arrow I agree. I agree, Eric. You're there are subtle ways to do, do a comic book and have fun with it. I know. I agree. You can this still have fun it. and be an SJW. God, I can't believe I said SJW. SJ, it sounds like you get, you're telling me I've got to go to the doctor and get a shot of fucking penicillin God, if I have an when SJW. I first, when I first heard SJW, I thought it was a super Jehovah Witness. No. <laughs> really? That's you. Uh, I had a couple SJWs in college. I... It, it just, you know, I went to the student, you know, the infirmary. They gave yeah, me a fucking shot. Yeah, you got shot. some penicillin. It's good. I went Antibiotics. Back. I was good. Then I didn't care anymore. I was not an SJW anymore. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to take a break. Actually, we're not taking a break, right? We're going to move on to uh, the next book. Yes. Nightwing number 10, written by Tim Seeley with art by Marcus Two, Chris Sotomayor, and Carlos M. Manguel. Dick has moved to Bloodhaven, but that doesn't mean there isn't trouble afoot. Yeah, our hero doesn't even have time to unpack before a murder mystery is laid on his lap, and he is forced to go to the only person in town he's met to get the answers, and boy, do I mean forced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, he's heading to Bloodhaven, and if people weren't aware, uh, in the last issue of Nightwing, there was a weird, and it was a weird deal, so it came out of the Raptor story and then went into a story where Superman Dude, showed that, up. That last issue almost felt like an annual. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It did, and I almost said Nightwing annual. That's yeah. why That's why I don't even think that that wouldn't have been a bad choice of the Rebirth number one because all of those kind of felt like annuals, but it does it seem, the only it so problem, much seemed like an annual. To, you would have to put this out now, though, because you would not have that real connection to the the – this rebirth Superman, the pre-Flashpoint Superman that we did during that like last issue of Nightwing. Well, that's that what I'm of, saying. But that's no. what I'm saying though. Up until then, we didn't have, you know, we you're we didn't know him as much. But I think they could have done the same thing where he shows up there, and that was also the side item of him kind of becoming closer to Batman as well by getting the push of the Nightwing push or whatever he called yeah. the Dick Grayson push. The but Dick I, I do think out. with a couple little, very little tweaks, that could have been a Rebirth number one. I agree. Yeah, I, I always call it the Rebirth number one specials, but the other, the Rebirth number one the one Nightwing shots re- of the, the characters. Rebirth, Nightwing the Nightwing number yeah. one. But it's weird to say Nightwing Rebirth number one and then people are going to get confused because there is a Nightwing Rebirth number one oh, as well. I understand. It's so, it it's so that, hokey. It, it's so good them crazy this should have been the number one this to me should have been the first issue of the nightwing rebirth uh followed by uh, the rebirth number one being him going to it's all hokey i want to kill somebody but yeah going towards bloodhaven he's there now uh really that whole thing with superman pushing him towards this 
it really doesn't matter. He's there, and there's really no explanation past just him being there, and I'm fine no. with it. I'm fine with it, and most people will be because this is what Nightwing does. This is where he was. So you really didn't need that much of a push to get him there or to make it. And it's uh, weird too because sense. I I do look forward to the story of him going to Bloodhaven and being his own man. But I remember yeah. when Bloodhaven was a thing back in the Nightwing back in people, the like, late nineties. I just hate the name Bloodhaven. I know I and do too. New, it just sounds with, so nineties. It's, I don't know. It's just something about it always bothered the shit out of me. And I just wanted him to be around the other bad characters. So when the new 52 yeah. happened and we kind of erased Bloodhaven from existence, yeah. like, all right, Nightwing's back in Gotham. Yep. He's with the rest of the bad family. I love this. Yeah. And then it all kind of went away. Well, and again, if, if you were around in the new 52, at one point, Dick went off to Chicago. And to me, that, that was, was the surrogate. That was the yeah. surrogate Bloodhaven. They weren't going to have Bloodhaven at that point. So they made it Chicago pretty much is the same thing. Uh, and it's weird when I, I wasn't reading comics. Eric, I have not read comics most of my life like you. Oh, I'm sorry. About uh, that. when I hear Bloodhaven, it sounds like it would have been the Baywatch Nights town where there was oh, vampires. That's what it of, reminds it's, me it's of. It's pretty much Atlantic City is what it is. Yeah. It, it's funny. It seems to me when you call something Bloodhaven to me, there's supernatural shit going on and there's vampires everywhere you look. Maybe even a werewolf they or a mummy. Nights. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. This is uh, Gotham. Night- well, I can't say Gotham. <laughs> it's this is Nightwing, Nightwing Nights. That doesn't work yeah, either. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work at all. Uh, the issue starts off kind of strange. I have to say, there's oh. there's Damien practicing uh, getting ready to, to me, call my the Titans. Titans. Yeah, he yells to me, my Titans. Batgirl comes down and starts making fun of him. Buses, hey, balls. what are you practicing, whatever? And it leads to Damien pretty much saying, you know what? Last time you were with Dick Grayson, you said that he should go to hell. And is this is that just the hokey way to say that now Dick is there because he's in Bloodhaven? But why did they have this? Is this so that you realize that they are going to leave him alone right now? Yeah, it's from like we see as uh, Damon's giving back or the whole thing. You told him to go to hell. Luckily, he didn't go that far south. We see uh, yeah. Batman standing there listening in where he does seem kind of upset that he has lost his you know oldest it's son at weird, this point. But it's, it's weird to me. It's just this page. Is this so that you realize that everyone knows that he went? Yeah, I, I, that's all right. I get. That I just get that they have this so you know that, you know, he's that not sneaking off. Yeah, he's not sneaking off that they know this and they're they're allowing it. I, I don't know. It, it just was a weird beginning where I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to go to Bloodhaven. And we start with Damien practicing to, to call the Teen Titans and Barbara making fun of him. And Batman just kind of hanging out in the shadows like he always does. Uh, it was weird. But then you go off to Bloodhaven. So we get to Bloodhaven. And you have these this guy, he looks like he's a he's a piece of shit. Like you said, yeah, it's very much like Atlantic point. City. Yeah. Uh he's a guy well, who's it's always been like kind of thought of as Bloodhaven was like southern Jersey. Yeah. And and this guy's up to no good, but he says, Hey, listen, you know, they're trying to spruce up Bloodhaven and I don't care because if if they do this, uh they're paying more attention at the boardwalk. I can do my shit, you know, my shit down here, uh do my funky shit and not, and not be bothered. But he goes, he gets a knock on the back door, he goes and somebody yanks him and pulls him out. And I don't know. We got a murder the, mystery on our hands now. Yeah, and even at crunch, the end, crack, crunch, shrap. Ah! Yeah, it's crazy. Even at the <laughs> end of the issue, I can't say that I think I know exactly who this was. Like I thought at the well, end the reveal would be something with this, but I really don't know actually. See, I have an idea going forward because this is what leads us to our murder mystery. But first, before we go there, we have to see that Dick Grayson does not have his priorities set because before he goes and gets an actual job so he can pay for a living in Bloodhaven, he decides he's going to become a volunteer social worker to work with abused kids. I'm like, 
Yeah, I understand you want to be a good guy and all that and find the inner Dick Grayson. You you got to pay the motherfucking bills. Yeah, but dude. here's the thing. He even says though he he might have ten million dollars in savings. He says, "Oh, gonna have to dip into the savings." I, I'm, I'm just like, going by the old continuity where he spent a lot of his savings buying Haley Circus. Yeah, it's weird. I don't think that that is here because even then that was when he went to when he went to Chicago in the New Fifty Two, which was very similar to this. He showed oh, up. He he. He had that two roommates. He he was living on a couch because he had no money. He had spent all his money. I don't think that that is what's going on here. I think that we were talking beforehand. I'm like, do we know if he got paid working for Spiral? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and and yeah, or did they have a severance package when he got fired? Or maybe when the Somnus satellite went off, it made Dick Grayson's account go back to what it was. The Somnus satellite (laughs) made everyone forget. That Dick Grayson um, was Nightwing and also gave him a trillion dollars. I'm telling you, nobody wants to mention Osama Saddle anymore. We no. just have to know that Dick Grayson has his secret identity yeah. back. Yep. But like, when he's talking to Sean Sang, who is the director of this uh, like community center about becoming a volunteer, she's like, yeah, I looked into you, Dick Grayson. And she does this whole thing. I'm thinking... Huh, what about those articles? Like, like, did she look oh, at yeah. a hard copy, a newspaper yeah. that might have said Dick yeah, Grayson is been a, Nightwing? Yeah, yeah when... Uh, a satellite's uh, knock, not forever, knocking out hard Yeah, Forever copy. Evil, he was, he was exposed, and they had that. But yeah, they're not going to get into that. I'm telling you, that whole thing of him losing his money with Haley Circus, that, that is not in here anymore. It really Look, it's isn't. It's still and, in my heart. Well, here's the thing, is I did like when he went to Chicago in the New 52, so and he had to sit on the couch, but you know what? Sometimes it's not the greatest thing to have to worry about your heroes making money to pay the rent. So I, I don't mind boots. Tim Seeley saying like, okay, you know what? We want Dick to be a good guy. So he's going to work at this charitable organization that, you know, what is it? The, uh, the Haven. The Haven. The yeah. Haven Community Center. He's going to work there. And really, if you want to go down to the nitty gritty of it, I do like this as a way of him kind of doing exactly what Bruce did. After exactly. he came back from being it, it is dead. kids who have like had tragedy in their lives who are kind of troubled and they'll have somebody to work with who yeah. has actually experienced it themselves. And like I said, even at the end of the New 52, when Bruce Wayne was dead, when Batman died and then he came back, he went and worked at the youth center. So yeah. I, I do like that. Um, he having to worry about where he's going to get his money, that ends up leading into stupid things. You I have a half of an issue of him. Do. Yeah, what's that? I want to know what Dick Grayson would do as a regular job. As a regular job, I bet you he would become an acrobat. Because I believe he was like in the Earth 2, Dick Grayson was a journalist. Yeah, you know what he would do? If really, if you want to have him do anything, get him at the goddamn club, the fitness club, and have him be a fucking personal trainer. No, that's not a bad idea He's either. He's fucking, the guy's in the best shape ever, and he would he do good at that. He was a gym teacher over he the freaking gy- yeah. Spiral. Yes, he was in Spiral. They made him the gym teacher as a, as a cover, but he could certainly do that. And oh, yeah. even then, if not, a bad idea. not to mention Spiral... But he still probably is on the books as that gym teacher. So he even has, you know, qualifications. Just do that. If you're going to, I don't think Tim Seeley wants to have to worry about paying the rent. You know, that's, that's normal shit. I worry about that every fucking month. So I I like it. I I would like it brought up though eventually, even if we don't have to deal with it. Like we're just dealing with Nightwing I'm telling you, at that one point, I will get to it. At that one point when he on an aside says, you know what? It doesn't pay much, but I guess I'm going to have to dig in 
in the or he says I need an apartment, I need a place to go and be myself. Yeah. It's going to cost money, but I guess I'll dip into my savings and they do, it's not even like anything spelled out. So they're going to do that. He is going to be but you know, that's Bruce Wayne money. Just saying, the guy's His been savings. Like, the guy's been legally dead for freaking how long now in this universe and he has way more savings yeah. than I do. It's fucking oh, pissing oh. me off. Yeah. Well, so he's there, he gets this thing, and the one thing when he's applying for this job did throw me off. I wish that they would have just went with the, hey, I got a recommendation from Bruce Wayne, you know, that guy is a philanthropist times 80, we're going to do this. Now she's like, oh, I looked into it, you were the orphan until Bruce Wayne took you in. I really think that that is glossed over very quickly by this lady, and I know we talked about before, and it's not that I'm saying she's like, oh, you know, maybe I can have some of that Wayne money. It just would seem like I wish they would have had a moment where she's like well you're bruce wayne's adopted son why would you want to work here in bloodhaven why are you in bloodhaven anyway and dick could say to her listen sometimes everybody has sometimes everybody has to make their own way i want to do it here and that would be great and really that's why he's there so we get that idea in this issue i know but i wish he would have said it there because it would have been more natural then to me it would have been i liked it right off the bat that he did not have a recommendation for bruce wayne he had one from dr leslie Tompkins, and i'm like i like that and in fact even before that you get a, a kind of a it's almost like a dream type uh storytelling deal and it's i do whole too thing. It's, it's just a white background with dick sitting in his chair talking but like you know as if he's explaining his whole situation to the yeah, sean he, and he's saying it but she's like why would you head. do this and he's like well you know i was with this raptor and he was a bad guy and batman told me that it's, i was too trusting and i up. did and you're like okay it's catching everybody up but it's such a hokey thing of almost like this would have been like he would have been laying in bed and then just woke up oh my god i better get to that interview it's <laughs> It really is. It's the craziest thing. Uh, but then he goes in. That's not what I. That's what I wanted to say. But here's what I actually said. And one of the things is pushed in here is that Bloodhaven is trying to up their their uh, freaking you know get get everybody involved to come to Bloodhaven. And they have the oh, yeah. worst slogans. They go with that. The one is get my blood up. Get my and blood that's up, where, Jim. And that's where uh, Dick even says, hey, you know, I just came here. I can't wait to get my blood up. And I wish she would have also said, no, we we don't really say that here. Because <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid. I wish they would have the said Dick. that. Like, that's, that's healthy. See, the other that, one is Bloodhaven, a shitty name for a great place to stay. That, that's pretty much what it says, a scary name for a great place to live. Uh, that is the worst slogan. It's terrible. They and that actually comes into play big in this issue. Uh, because we have a couple sections of this issue dealing with this, you know, trying to up the, the, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Yeah, up tourism, but, uh, you know, make it look better. I'm telling you, I can't think tonight. Well, that's the Uh, thing I want to talk about here is I don't know what kind of game that Tim Seal is playing here because I see aspects of this that make me think that he's going for the original Nightwing going the Bloodhaven story. Like they even, the, uh, the Haven is in the Redhorn district, which Chief Redhorn was the biggest crooked cop working for Blockbuster. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, the original continuity, but, the more I think about it, I think that that is hokey thing to show you that he's done his research. I don't think they're going to go anything like that. I think this oh. is when, like me and you would write a story, and it's Superman, and we have the him well, like go like on a train, and it stops the, at Siegel Station. Yeah, I'm saying you it's like the latest I mean? episode of The Flash, where The Flash went to the future, and he's in Fantino's freaking boulevard or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Like, oh, I, I like, think no. that that's what it is. And that happened. You know when that uh, what book did that a lot was uh, Max Landis' American uh, Alien. 
uh, right. Superman American Alien. Every fucking place that he went to it had like a call out to people and stuff like that. I just think it's a call out for people who did read the other thing uh, to go, oh man, it's a weird oh call god, out, though, he it's knows not like that. It's, a, it's not like it's a creator, it's a character and plus the, yeah, uh, the situation that we're presented with in here with this murder mystery that yeah. they go after Gorilla. Well, was Griff that guy for? ever good? No. The, yeah, so why would they have named a street after him? In this, he has to have been a good yeah. guy. He has to no, be a good I'm guy saying, to name a neighborhood that, after. I don't think that character is going to be in here. I yeah. think it's more of like a point to where, like, where he's going, though. Yeah. Um, I, but I also, with the whole thing, too, he's still playing – Tim Seeley, that is – is still playing this whole branding thing because we had the whole branding of Raptor yeah. and, like – you know, everybody has their brands. Everybody Batman, has a brand. And That's what he's Blood doing Haven here. is trying to rebrand to become this That's family right. friendly it's, place. All this time, the word I meant to be try to find was rebranding. They want to rebrand Bloodhaven. They want to make it more appealing to people and tourists and stuff like, like that. Did. And this all leads into Nightwing being there as well. But yeah, in the meantime, this guy comes in. Uh, what's his name? James. It's Jim Knight. Jim and Knight. It's, City I Bunch hate Adams. it because there's no. I am a James. I'm a Jim. Don't fucking call me Jimmy. If you call me Jimmy, I don't know what just happened. Uh, if you call me Jimmy, I'll fucking slap you in the head. That's for a fucking eight-year-old. No fucking. I call adults. you Jimmy all the time. What are you talking yeah, about? No, no fucking adult. Come on, Jimmy boy, you know Jimmy. what I want. Yeah, that's funny though. Hey, this guy comes in. It's like, hey, James, this is Dick Grayson. Hey, call me Jimmy. Fuck you, James. Nice. He's fu- and anybody named Nice is not going to be nice. Sir. No, not but at yeah. all. Because soon yeah. as Dick leaves, we find out that uh, Sean Sang and Jim Nice. Are kind of They're up, up to, to no something. good. They have a secret yeah. life, it turns out, and they have a group of other people who Jim Nice wants them to put the costumes on for whatever they're yeah, up to. Yeah. But wait, this is really heavily just like, you know, um, I guess alluded to more. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the word well, I want. It now. is. It is. And the, the problem I, or not the problem I have, but the thing that I think you have a murder at the beginning and then these guys start talking and they're, you know, hush, hush, wink, yeah, wink. Yeah. It's not them. Uh, they're going to be people who are vigilantes, just like Dick Grayson. They're not the bad guys. I guarantee you it is too hokey. Honestly, it could just be like a support group for former villains who want to put the like the, yeah. the costumes on and face who they no, were. I think, I think that they are vigilantes who have been underground because uh, Bloodhaven, we find out later, Bloodhaven doesn't take too kindly to, to costume vigilantes. Nope. I think that's what they are, especially when you see who this lady is at the end. That is not a villain, my friend. If that's a villain, I'll fucking you know, quit now. Uh, episode 101 is the last, I'm telling you, because she's the worst. But we'll get to that because in the meantime, Dick's uh, he's trying to find himself He's in Bloodhaven. He has this apartment. He's trying to find himself, but he really gets bored. He is a he's a vigilante. That's, That's he what he is. He doesn't have and any hobbies. That's the problem. Not, I no. think like the d- whole like yeah. uh, volunteering thing is a way for him to do something when he's yeah, not I think so you know, at a day job. But or it's when also superheroing. Again, he knows a couple things. One of them would be kind of that because I'm telling you, even with Bruce, even if you don't see it. There's been points where he has helped out kids, he's, even with Damien and stuff like that, but he's Bruce Wayne's adopted son. They were at galas and all this. So charity and this sort of thing is what he knows. And also being Nightwing is what he knows. He has been in a secret organization that he was basically James Bond. He was – you're not just going to sit around in an apartment watching TV now. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? He's trying to catch he's, up a Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's reading yeah. fucking Robin Hood and gives up on that to read Robin Hood Rebirth yeah, number that, one. Yeah. That's okay. It was kind of a funny thing, but yeah. they're really pushing. Tim Seeley's really pushing the Reber, uh, Robin Hood 
in this rebirth deal. And I laugh because he did not even finish reading it again. I'm like, thank God. You know, even he's bored with this talk. (laughs) And even so, I wish he would have been like, because in the Raptor story, he's like, I used to read Robin Hood. And that's what I wanted to be, whatever. I wish he was reading. It's like, you know what? This is more like Green Arrow than than me. Why why did I ever get this? Because even when we were doing that, you even said, Nightwing isn't really like Robin Hood. No. So it was funny. But yeah, then you. He's Batman light. That's what he is. You peek into the mayor's office uh, at Bloodhaven and he's pissed off. And you get this. You're getting this whole thing throughout this with the rebranding of Bloodhaven. And the mayor thinks it's, you know, we better do it as well. He has a PR department, the tourism board, that's going to have to get everybody in. And he's like, you know, this bullshit that you're playing, these fucking, you know, crappy ass slogans, it's not working. You better do it because the casinos are this town. It's Atlantic City. Like you said, yeah. if Atlantic City, all the casinos, and they kind of are kind of having problems. But yep. if they all leave. Topical, they, Jim. Yeah, Topical. there's nothing left. <laughs> That's all there is. Uh, you know, yeah, you'll have some people in like Atlantic City show up in the summer and things like that. But the casinos are the, the big there. money. And they are going to, people are leaving town. He has this whole thing like, you see what this is? It's a humpback whale. You, you fucking let the casinos go and that's what you're going to be pushing. I'm like, I, I'm like okay, I, I don't get it, but there you go. You have to push something. And they're interrupted by the police going, like, you know, yeah. police helicopters going after somebody, which gets dick out of the slump because now he has something to do. Fucking yeah, something up, to do. Heads out, which I, I I don't know why. It's it's really kind of hokey, the whole, like, panel for panel shot of him putting his costume on. Yeah. I like it, though. It's almost it's like okay. the first first time he's doing it now that he's yeah. in Bloodhaven. And it's he shoots the first his time yeah. again. Again. <laughs> and he goes out and he actually comes across Gorilla Grimm, which yep. it's not a really well-known character. You just need to know he's from Gorilla City and he's a talking fucking ape. Yeah, and, well, here's the thing. They have a full but ba- He says who it is, so I don't mind. I don't even mind if it was, you know, Gorilla Frankie. Yeah. Because he spells it out. He's like, oh, Gorilla Grimm. I like the setup because there you have this big grill. It is the low-rate Gorilla Grodd, which yeah. makes me laugh. Like, this is where I think Bloodhaven is kind of going to have this more of where instead of the Joker, you're going to get the trickster. Instead, You know what I mean? You're going to no, get these second-rate deal. And I do like that. Uh, and I like how this is spelled out. I think Tim Seeley does a pretty good job of telling you who this Gorilla Grim is quickly yeah, and he, that him and, him and dick have uh, yeah, a had, background had run in before yeah yeah good. and not that they're friends or anything but they have a background because what ends up happening is it looks like he's being framed and he yeah. says to dick the police are after him for this murder that they claim which obviously would be the, the murder that we had at the beginning of the issue and he's like no i don't do this hey i i stayed away i wanted to go clean now i don't know where a talking gorilla is going clean like it almost seems like he's suggesting he worked at the post office in bloodhaven Paint club, dude. It, it's crazy. So he's like, hey, you know, I was going, I was going, you know, I was clean. I wasn't doing this, though. Yet he does resist arrest, so he's fucked anyway. But he says, well, that's, to, that's where I'm going with this original story of the concept for Bloodhaven with Nightwing back in the day. Is that they they're putting this all on Gorilla Grimm because whoever yeah. did it was a big guy who was able to break fucking bones and crunch the shit out of this fucking guy. Yeah, so yeah, that's why yeah. they're going after Gorilla Grimm. And he, Gorilla Grimm is saying, "Look, I'm innocent. Please yeah, go I'm talk innocent. to Sean Sang. She'll yeah. like tell you what's up." And I'm like, "Really? We're gonna go talk to the one person that Dick has yeah. actually met in this town? Like, that's fucking forced as shit." But what this whole thing with Gorilla Grimm is what I'm talking about, where this original storyline with Blockbuster going around killing fucking criminals and trying to take over the, the crime yeah. in the city. 
Blockbuster is capable of that kind of shit. Yeah, he is. It's just, if that's the case, like, again, I, I understand the whole legacy and stuff we said, but I wish he would go to Bloodhaven, and if that's the case and we're going to do this whole thing again, I, I want something new. Like, you have Batman, where you have a rebirth, per se, it just continues everything on, but we're not getting... You know, you, I like the callbacks. I don't yeah. like let's retell the same goddamn story. So if it is that, I'm going to be irritated, hey, even Jim, though I didn't even read it, the old story. To you. Yeah. Well, I know, but I didn't see it, and I don't want to. I want something that's going to be my new story. Well, Tim, I don't Tim's, want... Tim Seeley uh, sat back when he was writing this and said, hey, if Dan Jurgens gets to retell his Death of Superman story in the beginning of Action yeah. Comics, I'm going to retell this but story. But even that has got a wink-wink, and it led to something different. I, the way Tim Seeley has been doing everything in this rebirth, to me, it's just a... It's a rehash. It's a rehash of everything. And, and you're taking Dick back to Bloodhaven, and there is a, you know, a, a, you're wary that he might be making a rehash again but i'm like i want something new what's going to end up happening if what you say is right and it is blockbuster and it is the old story kind of there is going to be people people are going to be like you know what it was better the first time you're, you're going to run yeah. into this problem with that like even when you were you love the whole dan jurgens thing in action comics oh, yeah. you had doomsday kid, and stuff it's, like it's, that it's, yeah it got old even you were like, it got old. And when the nostalgia sure wears off, you need a story behind it that's something new that gets you going. And it didn't have it. Action didn't have it. It's still trying for me. It's still trying to catch up or still yeah, trying to get something going. I, I can't say that I don't like it because I, I actually I do. I don't but it's mind weird. it. But, uh, yeah. well, now in that book, just, you know, I don't know why we're, we're talking about that here. But even in Action Comics now, with having this story with Lex, and everything with that and him being arrested and, and taken away, I'm interested now. And that, cause that's something we haven't well, seen. Well, it's so obviously. weird. Throughout, throughout all the Superman titles right now, it seems like, you know, even though we had that doomsday rehash in the first, a couple of, uh, first arc of action comics, it seems like most of the super titles are rehashing like the reign of Superman. Yeah, we got Steel, yeah, yeah. we got freaking Superboy, the new Superboy showing up in a Superman, and we got uh, Cyborg, Superman, and Supergirl, and we had the Eradicator and Superman before. So it's yeah. like we're, we're throwing all this stuff from the 90s back at you. Hey, you like Bloodhaven? Here it is again, boys yeah, and girls. Yeah, but here's where I think this is different. This would be like – I'm trying to think of a big story that uh, – you know, this would be like in Batman, like all the shit going wrong, and then they're like, you know what? It's this new organization you haven't heard about, the Court of Owls. Right, like, right. Like this, if this is well, blockbuster. Even in Batman right now, we're just keep talking about the shit that happened in Nightfall. I'm going to break your goddamn back, Bane. Yeah, yeah, but it's different. It what is I'm different. saying is there isn't a part where all of a sudden all these villains are attacking Batman and you don't realize that it's Bane trying to wear him yeah, down yeah, yeah. to break his back. If this ends up being blockbuster at the end of this, it's almost exact. Like you have already told me what the story would be. And if it ends up like that, then it well, isn't it, it will, anything it, uh, clever or new. I'm saying it will not be the same. It will be a, like almost a retelling, a reimagining. But, but here's of the Dick but Ray's the problem. What to... I'm saying is though, you if this is a murder mystery, you already know the mystery. If it is, but I'm saying I'm if you're right, die. like no, I'm saying if you're right, <laughs> then then it's bullshit because right, right. you're trying to set up a mystery, but yet you're taking it back. And again, we're saying all this, and it may not be that. Yeah, yeah, this is just uh, my speculation. For I'm what telling I got you, what, where I'm getting this whole thing is 
it, it really is all you know it has the danger of being a rehash to me and right. not even just the, the bloodhaven stuff that i didn't read but it's very similar to god the chicago thing in the new yes. 52 that never was properly finished and it's just nothing in this book in 10 issues to me has felt fresh yet it has oh, and i'm t- even the, the issue last issue that you said felt like an annual Felt like that annual in Grayson. The one Grayson annual when oh, Superman and, and Dick Grayson were together. It felt very similar to that. Like it nothing, really did. Nothing it was, to it me. It was almost a reimagining of that where this That's is how I'm they saying. became friends no, now with yeah, this Superman. Yes. Nothing in this series so far has struck me as being fresh and new, and that's what I want from my Rebirth books. Where I have the problem where a lot of people are loving Aquaman – I have the same problem there. Nothing in that book feels new. Like you said, even if you went with, uh, like you said, Action Comics, you're go- at least you're going back to the 90s. Now, this is as well, but yeah. it's also feeling like parts of the New 52 still. It's like it's like Tim Seeley is grabbing all the shit that he thinks is the good stuff to kind of throw together one, when I want thing, something new. The one thing I can say that I look forward to because from everything we get here, even if it is a rehashing, reimagining, whatever you want to call it, of Dick going to Bloodhaven, yeah. is that I, I'm looking forward to this because I want Nightwing or Dick Grayson to act like that character. Like yeah. He has not well, been here's that the for thing. so this long is, to me now. This is what I want to tell you, that the way, in general, Rebirth is going – is when they said to me, listen, you know, the New 52 got away from the legacy. The New 52 got away from the love and the hope yeah. and whatever. We're going to go back. As it sits now, I think that where I am kind of getting wary, not wary, weary of it, is that it almost seems like DC hasn't really decided that. DC has decided that people just want the shit that they wanted before, and we're going to give it to them once hey, again. Hey, tell greatest hits, man. Yeah, and it's not new. Like, yeah, like instead of you, oh, you didn't like Grayson in his own book, Grayson. Okay, we're going to give you the same story again that you like. Just we're just going to give it to you again because that's what you liked. And I think I think eventually that is going to not go over well. And we talk to people in the in the Get Fresh Crew chat. And even they are saying now, like, they're kind of getting a little bored with things. Things are starting to get a little boring. And, and I think it's not just because the pacing and stuff. I think it's also because some of these stories just, they're not giving you anything new. And they're kind of running out of steam because they're all going on this nostalgia. Most, you know, a lot of them are. Yeah, a lot and of most of the ones that I think are the ones that are grabbing shit from the New 52 are the ones that are really struggling because we've already seen all this for the last five years, and now you throw this in. And, again, I'm talking about Aquaman. And so, and you even have, like, a Green Arrow this week that, to me, it's just you're getting the same thing again, and it's just it's starting to, to wear on me. But we'll get back to Nightwing because then he goes there with Gorilla Grimm. Gorilla Grimm gets taken by these... Uh, these police and they say to to dick listen we don't take kindly to you this is this happened in chicago as well yeah where the police and and i i understand and they like listen no, i don't no know in your you know I, I don't know what the fuck goes on you know in gotham gotham you can go there but here we don't do that shit and i i actually like that in the way that gotham's the big city this like you said this could be atlantic city where they're like fuck this yeah. city this, shit we don't that's need the whole thing. this like shit. Goth- if gotham's new york this atlantic city let's be more like yeah. new york yeah yeah and, 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 but the police aren't about it here because you know they, they don't do it but the fucking well, again, pr person happens to see nightwing on a yeah. news camera he's like 
all right, I got our new fucking take. Yep, on we I have our, our own thing. superhero now. Yep. This is going to bring people in, Which, like fucking Metropolis. Again, and I said it's weird because Nightwing to me isn't that type of superhero. I'm right, telling right. you, uh, the thing in Action Comics where they had people with helicopter rides to see a Superman. Yeah. Uh, to me, that makes sense because people get, oh, it's an alien or it's Lex Luthor in this crazy getup. Whatever it a, is, some motherfucker flying is. around. It's the somebody city. flying. They're doing stuff that. This is just a guy in a suit that's an acrobat that goes around. I don't think that that's great thing. But, yeah, you get the idea now that he's going to be on billboards, whether he likes it or not. I think they're grabbing him to oh, do yeah. this. Batman probably won't be too fond of that if they get that far and he hears it like, whoa, whoa. And even to the point where I think that's where they set up Damien and Batgirl. I think Batgirl is going to end up coming at some point and going like thinking and thinking that Dick – is all into it. Like, oh, you know what? You leave Gotham. Now you want to be a fucking star. And, they, you know, whoa, whoa, this whoa, is what bitch. led I you to before. I saw you when you went to Burnside. You were all yeah. about selfies. Exactly. Well, I think that's what this is going to be, where she even shows up and say, you know, what's going on? You're all over these billboards. And I could just imagine her riding in on her motorcycle and every billboard has Dick Grayson on it. Uh, <laughs> Got but yeah. I yeah, really. Yeah, because they don't know his dick, but <laughs> yeah, really. No, but they'll have some slogan with Nightwing and right, and right. stuff like that. It'll be crazy, uh, which is it. It is kind of funny, and I think that's where it's going. Well, I hey, don't think under he's Nightwing's like wing. Yeah, or whatever. oh yeah, under the Nightwing. It, yep, yeah. Take wing. Who knows what they'll do? Because the slogan they under came the up with. Wing. Yeah. So he ends up going from there, and he, again place. because Grim said. Gorilla Grimm said to go talk to her. So he goes off to go talk to her. And then when he goes in, she is, she ends up she, being the in defacer. Full costume, the defacer? And it, it's funny too. Did you see that? Yeah, I'm sure you did. But the D on her thing for defacer looks a lot like the Robin R. Right. Uh, it's just in that font of a D. And he's like, hey, Sean Sang, we need to talk. And there she is. And he goes, defacer. And like you said, I would guess that. She must have been a villain at one point. Yeah, so they really had she... to have a run in previous to this because she knows who Nightwing but is I and don't he knows who Defacer is. And the problem is, is I really liked how they set it up with Grimm where he spelled out, oh, Gorilla Grimm, he's from Gorilla City. And me and Batman kicked his ass a bunch of times. And, you know, he's not that tough, but I haven't seen him in a while. I like that because you, it only took one fucking well, panel. I, I'm and sure you we'll have that at the beginning I of the know, next issue. But really, this is a girl who has spray paint cans that may or may not be spray paint. We're not sure, but yeah. you're getting the idea that she's the defacer. She's a graffiti artist with a, a ball cap and a fucking ski, like a, a paintball mask on. This I'd is nonsense. Like some kind of like breather of some yeah, sort. It looks like a breather, but it also looks kind of like a, a really crazy deal. But really, that's what she is, the defacer and maybe the defacer. And maybe somebody who just tags walls. There she is. Yep. But uh the other thing is, uh in the office earlier, it had the whole thing where uh in Sean's thing, like look in the mirror to see who the hero is in yourself. There was some like thing like that. Right, right, right. And throughout the whole issue, they really did push almost everywhere where Nightwing went, there was a mirror <laughs> and, and him in it. And I was like, eh, I kinda didn't mind that. No, but they kind of made it seem that I did like it. And at the end, yeah, he's there. He's looking, she's there, and the mirror's looking at him, and I don't know if they're going to go with the fact that she's going to call him out like, you think I'm the bad guy. And I do think, like you said, I don't think she's a villain here. If if anything, 
you're you might be right. She's a reform villain that this gang that think, she's like, doing Gorilla, is taking Gorilla it to the Grimm streets. Gorilla Grimm was as well. He was it's like, weird he though. The only anymore. thing that like Gorilla Grimm does spell out go to Sean. Uh, here it seems, and with this James earlier, it seems like they might be involved with like going and trying to stop crime at night, trying to do this sort of thing. Like, and also that would lead to Dick Grayson becoming the face of Bloodhaven as the vigilante when they're like, you know what, you motherfucker, we've been doing this for two years. We're just fucking, you know, we don't go out where there's fucking cameras, you stupid ass. Like, I can see that easily that they get mad because really in the day she does run a youth center. This yeah. is not somebody who who seems to be, you know, I don't think this youth center is a sweatshop or she's selling bodies. I think that she's a good person who, like you said, maybe has let some villains in, but I really do think she's going to be very pissed that Dick let it out that he is in town as a vigilante. And she wouldn't know that the Dick who applied earlier, though, I, you know, it is kind of a weird deal because now he does know exactly who she is, secret identity and not. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to say some kind of support group for former supervillains. It might be, but if it's a support group for supervillains, they are now doing former, good. Former, former yeah, I'm saying, but former in the point that what's weird is I didn't get the idea that Grimm was like, hey, go talk to Sean because I've been dealing with her. I think that she just knows him. Like, I don't think that they're even associated with anymore. Like, maybe when he came to town, but I don't get the idea that he was hanging with her last night while they were doing things. I, I it, it didn't come off like that. Because right. then I think he would have spelled out, listen, not only have I reformed, I'm the good guy now. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Oh, I'll Dick, say, you I don't go. know. I don't know if they're a good guy now. I think, you know, they just might hang out and they like when Jim Nice was talking about they got to put the costumes on because they have to see the monsters they were before them to move forward. Yeah, I, I think that the whole thing with the monsters were that maybe they were bad before, but they can they listen to the right voices and now they're doing good. I really do expect them to be doing vigilante work in Bloodhaven for, I'm telling you, the past year or so, if not more. And this is where they're going to get mad at, at Nightwing, thinking he's going to just come in and just be a vigilante when they have been taking care of things behind the scenes and not getting caught. I do not think that she is a bad person. I don't Don't think they would, I don't think they would have set up that anything that she's involved with would have any sort of bad doings if he went to apply for a job there in the first issue. I do think that he's going to continue working with her during the day. And what I, it leads me to believe, which I do like, one thing that Nightwing uh, especially when he went to Chicago and, and things like that in the New 52 even. And Grayson, he did get it, but I I think he needs somebody with him. I think that he needs, a, you know, a vigilante group with him. If, the, if that's what they become, I like it because I'm sick of having Nightwing just out talking to himself. Right. It's, it, we say it about books all the time. You need somebody to, for them to deal with and, and, and well, help out and talk to. And I think that this would be perfect. And they worked during the day with Dick not knowing it's, you know, I like that interplay with that as well. So I hope that's what it is. And like, I did think that Tim Seeley was pushing you to believe that these people were the ones doing the murders then. And he even uh-huh. says at the end, good guys versus bad guys. I think that the facer is one of the good guys. I think so they'll spell it out pretty quick, uh, later. And I do, like I said, I said it a couple of times, but I think it would be funny for them to also get pissed. Like, you think you're so fucking hot shit, Nightwing. This is fucking Bloodhaven. You come in and within one night, your own fucking oh, team. Oh, this ain't Gotham, boy. This yeah, is our yeah. town. I like it. I like that. But uh, what did you give it? And and the art, I know that you told me beforehand that you weren't really big on the art. 
uh, when it no, wasn't no, no. that the, I, I told you before I, I read a couple pages no, and okay. when I was talking well, I didn't like the art was the page it was where that it was white just page the yeah, white I didn't like that either like that was once we get past Mark, that I'm good I like Marcus the art too is on this book and I hope he stays on the yeah. series from now on because I actually do like the art in this yeah, book I do a lot. Too. I, I like it as well. I, that it is true at the beginning. It gets better as it goes on. Sure and does. then once he is out and about in Bloodhaven itself with the backgrounds and stuff like that, I think it really starts getting, it starts looking really good. I liked it. But what did you give it? I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I really look forward to see where the series is going because it gives me hope that we'll get a Nightwing again, just being mm-hmm. Nightwing and we can deal with that. Even just have, yeah, just, you know, like I said, I want to have Dick Grayson see who he is outside of being yeah. Nightwing because he really has no life. Yeah, yeah. And I want to well, see I, that I aspect would, of him. It's funny. I would actually just like – I know people wouldn't do it because everybody wanted Nightwing back, and here he is. Uh, I do like the best parts of, of him in this. I did, And it was very quick, but I did like when he was in his apartment and he yeah, was trying too. to figure out what he likes and stuff like that. But I'd give it a 2 plus 5, Eric. Oh, 7. Okay. <laughs> I'd give it a 7. Uh, at points when we were talking before, I was even going to go a little lower. But as we talk, I do like it. I'm just, I'm just worried that it's going to be more rehash again. But I, I have to give him some. I have to give Tim Seeley some. You know, I have to let him tell the story before yeah. I start ripping into him. But from what I saw with Raptor and that stuff yeah, being almost exactly what Grayson was, that I just hope that he gets through with this and and gives us something. It's it's almost like that's uh, the thing though. I got done reading this issue. I had a good time reading it. And that's yeah. all I want out of a Nightwing book. Yeah, I didn't have that much fun reading it, but I liked it. I I just the Gorilla Grim stuff made me kind of chuckle a God, little. You bit put overall. a gorilla in something, you're gonna make you, me the, smile. The the stuff with the Bloodhaven branding just it bored me. I I just think that that's stupid. Though I said at the end that I like the idea of him being the face and them being mad about that. But I just we like you said we got all that branding talk with Raptor. I don't yeah. know what Tim Seeley. What is he? Is he trying out to be an ad fucking guy? Because that's all you he won't get. Shut the fuck up about it. No, I'm just starting to get annoyed with it. But we'll move on. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mail with Jim Now Mail with Jim And I've got a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mail with Jim Now Mail with Jim all right, Eric, we're back. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are back. And we are back with mail section number Trace. 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 Hey, give me the mail. That, does that sound like a good Italian? No, hey, I don't know how. It's I am hoping for a letter from my mom. I wanted the mom a letter. She's sending me the spaghetti. She's sending me the recipe for the sauce. The gravy, as we say, down we in say Little Italy. We say the gravy in Little Italy. They call sauce gravy down in Little Italy? Yeah, that's what they say a in bunch Little of Italy. Retards. Didn't you ever hear that? You, no, they even I'm say sure it in Goodfellas. They, they sure mentioned in Goodfellas. Hey, yeah. that's a good of the gravy. I probably it's said this is nonsense and turned off Goodfellas. I never watched it again. It, it led me, unfortunately, I took that to heart and I, I ended up putting a spaghetti sauce on turkey. 
Uh, it didn't work out. Yeah, you know, what? Said, that doesn't sound too bad to it's me. It's said to the gravy. I think that if you put uh, spaghetti sauce on a fried turkey, that might even be better. That sounds pretty good, right? Put a, I like put a little sauce mozzarella. On a lot of put the mozzarella. Then you know what we gotta do? You gotta get some meat sauce and then put that on the turkey. Meats? What? No, meat then you sauce, put, baby. Uh, yeah, mix the and meat okay. then with the turkey. Now we got then multiple put, shit going on. It's a lot of the, protein. Then I put the protein. pork gravy on the spaghetti and meatballs. Slice up some Actually, sausage. I'd like that. that. Actually, you you put like a brown gravy on noodles. Now now you're fucking German, Eric. Uh, that th- sounds delicious too. Actually, it does actually sound really good. I might I'm have really hungry right now. I might have that for dinner. We were talking about <laughs> having Chinese tonight, actually. Right. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see where that ends up, Eric. But we are on mail section number three, and the first mail is from Travis. Travis. Travis says, hey. He didn't say hey. Travis again. <laughs> I don't know why I said hey. hey. Travis had. I hey. need some help from the Get Fresh crew. Boop, 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 boop. Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop. That's right. Get <laughs> Fresh crew. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, now I lost my place. And this is the soundboard, really. It, it gets me off the rails. I need some help from the Get Fresh crew. Do, do. Tell me, how does art affect your reading habits? Am I alone in thinking the art style of a book completely controls who is going to read it? Yes, you are. And is it done on purpose, Eric? What, done on purpose? Yeah, I think all of the art is done on purpose, honestly. Yes, I believe as well. Um, I do think there are certain artists that they throw in a book to get, you know, hype. If you're going to talk about stuff with art, though, I think where they really do something that is on purpose and to try to lead things are the variant covers. You have these variant covers by certain big artists. Like if Ooh, they Johnny had, Romita Jr. I'm telling you, if they had a Greg Capullo, and I, it would shock me if they don't before he comes back with Scott, Scott Snyder this uh this fucking summer that they have a Greg Capullo variant cover month where you get the big well, books. Isn't he doing him. his own book with Mark Millar? Yeah, yes he is, but he's got time. He could do a little pencil fucking writing on a wall like that guy in Green Arrow. That fucking arrow. <laughs> Homeless Joe? The arrow. Homeless Joe, the arrow uh, wielding Picasso. Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking idiot. Uh, but yeah, I think that. But I, I mean, Really, anybody who they put on a book with art, I would hope they think that that person is number one a good fit with the art. Well, also, honestly, does I've done well it. With what we got before, writer. like I, th- whenever I think about like you know the art for some reason, thinking how it affects a book, I always yeah. think of the Doctor Fate series and how we had Sonny Lou on that. And not only did I hate the story, but I hated Sonny Lou's style on yeah, that. Yeah, but, but you know it's Sun- very funny though. Um, now having that style all that time that's the only one that fits in my mind for that book and in fact when i saw that story he did he did the uh the uh hawk girl one right yeah and that's what i was thinking of i like it seems very yeah. similar to me for some reason even though the one's magic one's a goddamn alien the ca- two characters really coexist saying, really together on, for me because he was of that, on that book so long now that i think that's the style that i think that book should have now oh uh, god he, i don't want to see it no, again i'm telling you they it's like a battle of attrition it wore me nope. down i couldn't you go take back it and read some early earth too and see dr fate and that with nicholas scott doing it. yeah. it's fucking badass that's what <laughs> i want to see that's little Eric Shea. He's been reading comics all his fucking life. Shut He's up. giving you the callback. He continues, what I mean is there are a whole lot of books that I'd call quote-unquote normal books where the art might vary in quality pretty tremendously, but still it falls within what I'd call a normal comic book where the writer or publisher intends that 
for you to take the content seriously. In my opinion, two books that fit this category yet are vastly differing in quality are Wonder Woman and Cyborg. The Cyborg book is nowhere near as breathtakingly beautiful as the Wonder Woman book on average, but clearly they are being, they are being produced with a certain intent in mind. Again, if he's saying that he thinks that the art is set up for that book in particular, I would hope that DC I, does I think try he's saying to get... that like, this is almost like, a, I can't say house style because Liam Sharp has this great freaking uh, intricate style that I can't can't see exactly his house style yeah. at DC, well, but like I mean, they're not taking chances with the art style on these books, like having a Sunny Lou or fucking um, no, yeah, like or, almost like the Harley we had before with the dream sequences. They're yeah. not having somebody who's doing that on a normal book all the time because yeah. you want to have a pretty straightforward story. And I it's guess, art style. but it's weird you say that for Wonder Woman the house style, but yet it's a book that has vastly differing quality, you know, art qualities within its own book in a month. But I do like it. All I want is a book that the art. Uh, it doesn't fuck up the book. Uh, really, we say we, that, we, though. We got – what's that um, – I can't think of the new artist that's going to be on year one of Wonder Woman. Uh, Bill Quicks. Uh, Bill uh, Quist. Yeah, yeah, Bill Quist. Yeah, Bill Quist. Quist. I'm telling you, from what we've seen of her on Sugar and Spice, that is not Spike. in my mind – Sugar spice. and spice, you said. Sugar and spice, Jimmy. Ooh. <laughs> and everything nice, everything. And titties. Oh, my goodness. What, what was that sugar and spice? <laughs> the guy is drunk. Oh, uh, Yes. Guys, not drunk. Sugar and spice. Guys, trying to make a goddamn point. He fucked up. Oh, yeah, sugar and spice. You were were up on your soapbox. You fell off. Uh, go on. Well, no, go Bill on with your, your to point. Me is not the kind of same style that we're talking about. When it changes up with that in Wonder Woman, even though I really liked it with the interlude, it is not what I would call the normal kind of st- art style. No, that but they go it, with. here's the thing: if uh, if uh, if that would have changed with Liam Sharp's art, that would have been oh my god! That but Nicholas Scott's art that kind of does go you know you can see it. But yeah, I, I don't even know what, what we're talking about anymore. Art you, style, you, man. Art style. Sugar and spice. Sugar and then spice. you have books like Shade the Changing Girl, Batgirl, maybe Supergirl, where the art is not at all comparable to the art in the other category. I'm not trying to say one is better or one is worse, just that in my mind I... at least, the art is trying on purpose to be non-standard. It is trying to stand out, not just by being so freaking good, but by being different. I don't think that's the case in... I don't know. Shade, I have looked through. That's Young Animal. That That's all bets are off there. Yeah, I got uh, nothing there. Supergirl is a very cartoony style. Uh, the issue you're going to have is I don't think that that art is like, oh, I'm going to be non-standard. I think that because Supergirl has been gone for a while, this is just the style they want it and they're going with it. Again, you're going to hire somebody. That's their style. Uh, you know what I mean? If you yeah. hire Greg Capullo for a book, like I mentioned, you have him on a book, you're going to get a style. So I'm going to hire that- Greg Capullo and tell him, look, I see what you've done so far. I don't want to see none of that shit. Do something yeah, new yeah. for me. Why would you even hire these people? So if you're going to pick Sonny <laughs> Lou, if, if Sonny Lou all of a sudden, or here's the deal, is we're not really high on Riley Rossimo right now, yeah. and he will be on the Suicide Squad book. I don't know. In my mind, that's not a great fit. But somebody at DC isn't just saying, oh, there's Riley Rossimo fans they also must think that it fits well enough i hope somebody's there saying that that you know at least that goes through their nobody's mind nobody's talking to nobody there shit's just no, happening nobody I has know. any idea what's going I on i mean there's one guy he's an editor on a book he doesn't even know he thinks it's called sugar and spice in my mind, when the publisher commits to the second category for the artwork, it is on purpose, <laughs> and it is to go to with a certain style of writing that will go along with it. Again, you're also you also don't even take into account that the writer and the artist kind of have to get get along a little. 
You, you know what I mean? Also, you have a lot of these writers that I've heard where some are very, very particular with giving out this. It all goes back to Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo when they talk about how they didn't get along at first. Uh, Scott Snyder is a guy who likes to control everything. So he's going to tell the artist, I want this. I want that. I want this See, around that there. That actually makes me curious to find out what happened with John Boy Myers on the Teen Titans and why he yeah. bailed on the book. Well, yeah, you had that. And, and maybe they wanted to change this. I don't know why. That was fucking awesome. That was I don't know. Maybe it was John Boy something you know we don't know what goes on maybe it's something along the lines of what you get paid or credited for and all this other stuff like maybe how much input you have on that's the actual what i'm saying you're and, on, and I, know. I know that what he did was complain not complain but say listen i, I quit and yeah. he did not make any bones about it he quit and use the you know artistic differences or, or whatever that creative differences um but he also then i have on artistic that, differences well, that week and I put an explanation point on that. When he goes <laughs> then, when he quit like that, he also released a bunch of unused uh, character models. Yeah. Uh, very odd that he did that. So maybe that was part of it. There's some guys who, you know, they have their vision as well, and, and they don't like, want to get I don't know fucked. if John Boy got hired and he thought, okay, I'm going to be part of the Teen Titans team. And then once he got there, he found out this is all Ben Percy's bitch. Like, he was yeah. just there to fucking tell this well, story that's what that I Ben mean. Percy like, wants Something to. like that. Or or we don't know. Maybe there's a thing nothing. in the contract that they're like, well, listen, I don't know how these people, what makes all the money. Ooh, like, if you're an people. artist, there's some of these artists who also do the covers. You're obviously yeah. going to make more money. Maybe it's something as simple as that. Like he was promised a certain amount of stuff and the deal, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna back off on that. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. He does follow us on Twitter, and he actually did talk to me a little after that. But he's Ooh. he's no dummy. He's not going to you know say crazy shit because I I I'll tell everyone. John boy, talk shit I on all the people you work secret. with. So nobody hires you ever again. Yeah, I can't Come on, keep baby. A secret. Yeah, I ruined his fucking career. <laughs> I personally find it very hard to read books that fall into that second category and that what he said, the second category were books that kind of are being weird looking, almost like weird looking for weird looking sake. I just don't think that again, you're also, you're, you're these artists that this is their livelihood. If they're going to do something just to be weird and it is their style maybe, but if you're thinking that this is a plan, like, Ooh, you make Supergirl, make it fucked up looking. This is going to affect that person's career. Yeah. They're not going to do that. But I got, I they got to get another job. Hey, aren't you the person who fucked up? Yeah, Supergirl aren't you the person who fucking art? went with that Batgirl? I think Batgirl, the problem is DC is still reeling from trying to adjust to that Burnside Batgirl they, yeah. because it was such a big hit. Now everybody's turned on it, and they don't know what to do. So it's like this combination of that Burnside look with a little bit more re- – oh, it's, a, it's a mess. I really wish that book would have just clean slate, boom go with it and and have another look but i think that we will get that eventually but they're trying to ease out wait. of that yeah i can't either. uh he said i just can't make myself care again invested in that second part the the weird for weird sake i'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter who you heard them all right or what other listeners might have to say and yes i'll say it again because jim who is my hero says that he'll read whatever we choose to send Batgirl used to be good eric it used to be good wasn't I heard every, that. every book used to be good at some point, right? Did it? I have no idea. I can't say every book. I, even though I have been reading comics most of my life, I have not read every book. That is true. But like you told me, there's never a bad story, just bad just writers. Just bad writers, yeah. And that's what you told me probably the second day that I met you, and I thought, why the fuck is he saying this to me? <laughs> I don't even know who this guy is. There's no context. <laughs> there was just, none. You just went no up bad to me. You were like this, just you were this crazy, you were, you were the retarded Socrates leading me through. <laughs> oh, my son. 
there's no bad stories, just bad writers. I'm like, well, what are you talking We're trying to ship shit out here. What, what are you telling me? Uh, the next one's from Simon. And Simon says, hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. What's up, Simon? I'm listening to and loving your episode 100 Spectacular. It's such a shame it'll be the final episode. But now that it's over, I can get something off my chest. Here we go. This goes right with the art, Eric. Sometimes there's synergy in these emails. Mm. I love Raga Rosmo's art. I love the stuff he did over at Image. I thought the work he did on the DCYOU Constantine was brilliant, and he definitely wasn't the problem with the god-awful Night of the Monster Men. He was a bit of it. I've not been able to find a copy of the Wonder Woman special he did a story in, so I can't comment on that. It was okay. He's apparently taking over art duties on Suicide Squad book from Jim Lee, which is going to piss off a lot of people, but not me. I'm excited for it. Maybe he can undo Jim Lee's awful Killer Croc design. I love that Killer Croc design. And, uh... I just, I can't imagine. Uh, I'll tell you, Rossmo's for some reason in my is, mind, if Rossmo gets on there, all of a sudden Killer Croc's going to have a fucking one of those crocodile snouts and a tail. I'm going to be fucking furious. He's going to look like a fucking marionette, if you ask me. They're all going to look like <laughs> him. He's going to fucking mangled up faces. And, uh, the one thing that Riley Rossmo's Everybody art, looks he like has Charlie that, McCarthy. He has that artistic design where things aren't really overly uh, detailed sometimes. And, uh, I think right, everybody I looks surprised is what it is. It is true. It, it, well, half the time they're surprised because half their face is drooping down below the other half. Yeah, I'd be surprised too. Given a, uh, giving up the podcast must have freed up so much extra time for us to hang out with friends, family, and loved ones that at this point you've had enough and are itching to get back behind the mic, staying up all night to bring us the finest nonsense money can buy. Oh, that would have been the dream. Uh, yeah. It is the next day. It's it's daytime now again, and I don't know. I don't know what is. What throws me off more, 4 a.m. or, you know, 3 in the afternoon? I, it, the afternoon stuff really, it does I throw know. me I off. Think, I think it's working out pretty well. We got it's our okay, energy back. We were really I think tired I'm still the night tired. before. Yeah, we were. We were. It's um, like 2.30. For somehow we forgot how to do a long-ass podcast and go yeah. through the entire night. Yeah, we gave up early. Uh, yeah. We really bailed. <laughs> and here was the thing. Like that. <laughs> I, I kept thinking while we're going, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's getting late. How long are we going to go tonight? Because it's obviously, I, I'm looking at the outline. I'm like, we're not getting the shit done tonight. There's no, no way. I'm already exhausted. I was a DJ the night before, Eric. I, right. I couldn't go. But we're there. And then it, it must have been like you. You're like, because you did say, hey, you want to do the rest tomorrow? I'm surprised I even answered. <laughs> fucking <laughs> boom, disconnect off of Skype, fucking run right to bed. And then I didn't go to bed. I said to you, listen, let's not be fucking idiots. Let's not be assholes. If we're going to do this, both of us go to bed so we're not fucking exhausted and I tomorrow. I didn't. I didn't get to bed till five. I Jesus was watching. I, I, ended up wa- I ended up watching uh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, how um, was it? Don't. It was okay. Don't don't cool. ask me how, Eric, because that was illegal. Yeah, uh, I know. Fire stick. Fire yeah, I watched stick. it. It was an okay. It was a cam. No, it's I didn't thinking. mind. It's it's the Amazon Fire Stick that I uh, what is it called? Jailbreaked. Broke. Jailbroked. <laughs> I did that, Eric, and I watched that movie, and it was okay. Good, good. I was with actually worried mind, I wouldn't be. With that in mind, I've come up with some it, it drug a little uh, at points, but it was okay. With that in mind, I've come up with some fresh new segments for the podcast. Eric Shea's America's Sweetheart. Eric Shea attempts to reunite the cast of the hit 2001 comedy America's Sweethearts for an off-Broadway musical, the movie with a twist. The twist, Eric was America's Sweetheart all along, Eric. That's right. All along. I don't Second know what that is, America's Sweetheart show is from early 2000s. 
but don't I'm, I'm on board. He, he sent me the IMDb. I'd have to. I'll have to check on that. I, I don't know. Now I messed up the link. Scott Snyder's Super Cereal. Scott Snyder takes us on a journey in the history and manufacturing process of the favorite cereals of the biggest DC heroes. What did Bruce have for breakfast the day his partner was parent? Partner. <laughs> His parents. I I just had Bruce come out of the closet, Eric. Nice. Uh, what did he have for breakfast the day his parents were murdered? Vengeance. Was Special Snap, K. Crackle, Pop, Snap, Crackle, and Boom for a young Clark Kent? Find out this and more. Also, the Brian Hitch Apology Hour. Every time a new show of Justice League comes out, Brian Hitch comes on the show to apologize for it, and we slap him. This would Winners be amazing. All. I don't know how we get these people on board, yeah, but it would be I'm an sure awesome show. Agree. We could, I'll, I'll ask Scott Snyder. I'll give him that full out. You know, hey, I got a little thing for you. Be like, and he'll never fuck? get back to you. Yeah, he never will. He'll get back to me later when he wants us to talk to when him. When All-Star about Batman next comes All-Star out, he'll talk about that, but he will yeah. not talk about anything else. We're his 3 a.m. girlfriend, Eric. I know. 3 a.m. date. As always, keep up the great work. Can't wait for episode 101. The next one is Thanks, Dylan. Simon. And Dylan is from the DC Bros podcast. He says, sup, Jim and Eric, maybe Reggie. And sup. also, I, I say that. He's also a part of the Get Fresh crew. Do, do, do. And also on our site. He's on the site doing a bunch of things, including next week's Superwoman. So yeah. he'll be reviewing that on the site. Welcome aboard to the shit show that is weird science, Dylan. Say goodbye uh, to your free time. Yeah, say goodbye. Sup, Jim and Eric. Maybe Reggie if he's there. He isn't. And then the Get no, Fresh crew. Do, do, no, episode 100 was your last episode. But if you're reading this, that means that episode 101 is recording. The show is still going, and you lied. We are liars. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I loved episode 100. It was amazingly off the rails. I'm so happy that Eric got so shit-faced and graceless with new clips for the soundboard, like this I, one, I'm Eric. not happy. Who is laughing? I hate them. <laughs> Everybody was laughing. I could Tell hear you, them through the fucking internet. Two times this week, I came home from work and actually listened to those sound clips to make myself feel Just better. Just get a little peppy. I did. I got peppy. I also want to thank Toby Hagen for a shout-out for the uh, Get Fresh crew after Dark Chat Room, which I may or may not have set up. I can neither confirm nor deny that. He's to blame. I had to get the fuck out of that chat. I'm telling you. I was invited in. Were you Were you invited in? <laughs> yes, I was. Are you still there? Yes, I am. Yes, you're still there, you, you fucking piece of shit. All of you guys. I'm in there. You know Reggie. I'm looking at a picture too. right now. Me and Reggie had both had to bail. Reggie's yeah, like, I, I had to get the hell out. I lasted maybe a night. And I'm like, I cannot be killed because of this fucking chat. I got the hell out. Ah, uh, yes, and it, here's what he says. This is where, if you want to be part of that after dark, it, it is invitation only, Eric, and you're not, it's like Fight Club. You're not supposed to mention it, but. I know. Uh, he it's says, crazy with, that you're talking about with, it. With all the rape talk going on in that channel, it sounds like a lot of what? fun. Why does everything keep going back to rape? It made me want to ask you guys, what are your five favorite rapes? Nope, I'm out. <laughs> five favorite rapes. Fucking Dylan has become somebody we work with. His are as follows. Buffy versus Spike, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Silk Spectre versus Comedian, Watchmen. Mia versus Possessed Tree, Evil Dead 2013. I Spit on Your Grave 2010, the entire film. And Cheryl versus the Possessed Tree, the Evil, Evil Dead. Evil Dead original movie, yeah. With that said, it's time for an FMK with Possessed Tree, the Comedian, and Spike. <laughs> Do you have your favorite rapes, Eric? Any favorite no! rapes for you? I, I really, I actually. Usually I don't like to put a filter on myself. I actually had some really awful things. Like uh, I don't know, was uh, you did you fucking monster? Uh, uh, Jody Foster and the Accused. Is that is that one that I could mention? Is that a good one? 
Uh, let's say, does it count with freaking, uh, what the hell is his name? Steven Weber from fucking uh, Single White Female? That that might, yeah. And also uh, Monroe on Too Close for Comfort. Oh, he got raped by two ladies. It was, sure a fucking, it was a fucking fun, laughter-filled episode, Eric. So did, fucked up, male! Did Dudley, uh, did Dudley go the distance with the bike owner? Shut the bike shop owner? I don't want to talk about did poor he, Dudley Or did there. they just drink wine and eat ice cream? They wine and like, took yeah. pictures with the shirt off, they, I think. And I, I don't think know. they had uh, pizza as well, right? Can I that be so. considered? Can I just think that that's it? Can I put that? No! <laughs> Five favorite rapes. I'm Seriously. not playing! Seriously. What part of the game is this, man? Seriously. I don't know. The FMK is the possessed tree, the comedian and Spike. I'll go first. I would probably, first off, I'd marry Spike. Um, I don't like the comedian. He's a piece of shit. Uh, no, Spike, he's going to hurt you. Yeah, he is. I, I'm into that sometimes, but not with him. I, I really, I actually, I don't know. I guess maybe I'd fuck the possessed tree. And no, it's going to fuck you. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's huh? fine. It's just a tree. The best thing to me, like, it, it doesn't walk, right? It's just there. Yeah. I can yeah. run away. Uh, you no, know. it's it's got fucking uh, branches coming at you, grabbing you. Yeah, but this is the thing. All this of a sudden, you got a bark in your butt. We've never had the F in this. It's not rape, marry, kill. It's it's F. Well, now so, it is apparently. No, I'm saying the possessed tree would go at me. We'd, go we'd find get a fucking, done, uh, and I'd a leave. Not, I'm gonna go I, find a fucking notch in a fucking tree and let's put my dick in it. Yeah, yeah. There you go, and then you walk away. The comedian I can't stand. He's he's a piece of shit. He's dying. I marry Spike. He seems to be nice. You know, I like his accent. Hello, love. Yeah, he spikes it. He's got that white hair. He's got a slick back. He wears some cool clothes. He looks like you in high school with that fucking sure trench does. coat. What was it called? A, a fucking a what did you call coat. it? A duster? Is that what it no, was? You it walk was a in the town. Coat, you hear the fucking good, the bad, and the ugly playing in the background as you walk into town. Fucking you and your duster. He says fuck Spike because come on, he's a vampire and James Marsters. Who wouldn't marry the comedian? Because he's funny. Girls love a sense of humor, right? Well, where's the girl in the situation? Saying, there's here? no heartbeat. Me. I'm saying, how is the blood getting to the erection to fucking make a goddamn hard cock? What for Spike? Yeah, for vampires they, in they general, just, it's always bothering me. They, they do it. They they have a way. Kill the just kill the possessed tree. He doesn't like the noise of demonic possessions. He says, I, I, I hear that. There's nothing wrong with any of this, right? <laughs> That's what he asked. Anyway, I haven't read too many books yet. Just Superman. If I read more of them, I'll write back in about them. I don't think he has. So Superman number 12 was pretty fun, even though I had no idea what was going on. Frankenstein was pretty awesome. Lois is still a, a bunch of terrible mother nonsense. Where is she yep. keeping John? Anyway, uh, keep up the awesome work of the show. I look forward to every single week. Him and Kathy rapey... Brennan are just playing doctor while they're home alone. Yes, with rapey love, Dylan. And we're going to go off now. I believe right now we have a thing that uh, Ryan did for us. Uh, we're going to go off to Ryan for his segment now. Hey everyone, this is Ryan and Alan again from the Columbus Comics Corner podcast. Um, here with another uh, detef- Detective Comics Batman um, talk. We haven't really came up with a segment name for this, but we've just been, um, since uh, Weird Science's 100th episode, we um, decided to contribute a Detective Com- Comics Volume 1, Issue 100. Um, so we thought we'd you know keep recording these um you know, past 100, you know, once when we can, 
uh, just to contribute to the Weird Science and the Get Fresh crew. Um, but yeah, well, this week we are going to be talking about Detective Comics Volume 1, uh, number uh, 101, um, printed in July of 1945. It actually doesn't give us, well I'm sure we, if we could have gone back, but, um, but it didn't give us a date when it was actually released. But uh, this one is called Batman the Tyrannical Twins. Is that, did I pronounce that right again? I probably didn't. Uh, yeah, the Tyrannical Twins. The Tyrannical Twins, the weird one. And then um, for cover artists and inks on this is um, Dick Sprang. Writer is Don Cameron, and penciler uh, is also Dick Sprang. And letters are uh, Pat Gordon. Um, so yeah, in this issue, um, Bruce and Dick um, taking two twin baby brothers after their uh, mother uh, leaves them in front of a clothing store that uh, Bruce and or yeah, Bruce and Dick had just walked into, and uh, left a note addressed to uh, Mr. Wayne, um, asking. Well, actually, I think Bruce went in. Excuse me. Let me let's go back. Bruce went in. Yeah, Bruce, and, uh, Bruce went Dick in. Was still outside. Yeah. <laughs> And she just left the, the babies with uh, with Dick and, you know, says, hey, can you ask Mr. Wayne to watch over them? There's something I need to deal with, and I will uh, contact them later. And it, there was also a, a note addressed um, to Mr. Wayne that Bruce found um, as they were, you know, playing uh, with a toy ball. But then um, they get back to uh, Wayne Manor, and Bruce hands the kids over to Alfred for him to babysit. Um, of while course. Alfred, <laughs> while Alfred is uh, playing with the children, one of the twins uh, hits Alfred over the head with um, one of the toys that they had already had prior. And when it cracks open, um, they see that there are you know a bunch of um, stolen jewels. That um, you know Dick has a feeling that it has something to do with a robbery that was at the uh, jewelry store that was mentioned in the newspaper earlier in the day. Um, so then Bruce and Dick suit up and head out to uh, do some detective work and it turns out the wife is um, actually married to the jewelry clerk who the police are currently holding in jail. Um, back at the uh, Rainer home uh, she's being held up by another than you get you guessed it gangsters. Um, Batman of course. <laughs> Batman coming through the uh, the balcony window to uh, punch out uh, at least one of the gangsters and uh, then the other gangster is actually able to uh, literally pull the rug from underneath uh, Batman and Robin, <laughs> <laughs> uh, allowing the gangsters to uh, get away at that point. Um, but luckily, Robin notices that the uh, gangster left a very clear handprint on the uh, rug. Um, the Mrs. Rayner explains to Batman, uh, Mr. Rayner had uh, previously took out a loan uh, from a bank and he had um, yet been able to pay it back. Um, so then later, you know, they all make their way to the uh, local precinct to visit Mr. Rayner in jail. Um, he explains, you know, while he was um, at work the day prior, he was speaking with um, Joe Bart, who runs the print shop next door. Um, he mentions after speaking with Joe, you know, he was slugged from behind. And when he awoke, um, you know, the store keys and the stolen jewels that the, um, you know, were found uh, were in his pocket. So, you know, it turns out he was set up and the police were actually waiting for him back at home. Um, and even Mrs. Rayner mentions that, you know, there was a noise um, coming from the nursery earlier that morning. Um, and there was, you know, she saw a shadowy figure and, you know, after she had yelled, 
um, the the person that ran away. And meanwhile, Alfred is taking the uh, twins on a stroll. This is this is where it gets fun. Um, meanwhile, Alfred is taking oh, yeah. the twins on a stroll um, while walking the kids. You know, their toy ball um, falls out of the stroller and rolls down this you know gigantic uh, hill. And good timing because the gangsters are at the bottom of the hill, and one of them notices the um, the ball that they that they know uh, is actually stuffed with uh, jewels. Um, so they grab it, and Alfred tries to ask for the ball back politely, and um, is knocked unconscious. And after shaking the punch, um, this is where Alfred turns into Sherlock Holmes. And I would say, uh, uh, I, I got I got to stop you. Oh, go ahead. He turns into. The Butling Bloodhound. Yeah. Oh yes, you're correct. And uses his detective skills. <laughs> and now I would say he borrows a bike, but uh, he definitely stole the nearby bike uh, <laughs> that was near him. Uh, then, yeah, he stole that. Yeah, and chases after the gangsters uh, while holding on to the stroller. Um, See so if you can picture that, or if you have the book in front of you. Um, he attempts to uh, take a sharp turn down the alley because he sees that's where the uh, the car had turned into, and it doesn't really work out, you know, as expected. And the the bike and the stroller um, actually flip, and you know, midair. Um, but he's uh, still able to save the children's fall by uh, holding up holding them up by the by his hands. Um, but yeah, so then at that point, uh, Joe Bart uh, and the gang take both uh, Alfred and the twins into Joe's print shop. And, you know, Alfred is uh, strung upside down, um, and the gangsters plan to murder him by somehow lowering him into this press, and we'll get to that later. Um, Yes. (laughs) But just before the gangsters can go through with their plan, uh, Batman and Robin bust them through the window slash wall, is how I put it. (laughs) Um, Then, at that point, Joe Bart, you know, grabs a Tommy gun, and while Batman is uh, taking out the other gangster. Um, but just before shots can be fired, you know, Alfred awakes and grabs the gun just in time, so the shot goes in the air. Um, after the thieves have been jailed and Mr. Rayner is released, um, the Rayners return to pick up their children. Um, and at this point, you know, Bruce and Bat- or Bruce and Dick are no longer Batman and Robin. They're, you know, them, they're normal selves. And uh, they thank Bruce for watching him and have a small conversation. Um, and that is the, the end of the book. Or this oh, issue. wow. I can't say the end of the book because um, I guess I should mention too that the Detective Comics, it is like a 52-issue 50, uh, series. Um, but we're just covering the, the Batman stuff. At some point, we, we'll probably we'll dive in to some of the other... Stories because I, I saw some other good stuff. Some other there. weird stuff in the, in the back of these books. Yeah, there's some weird stuff in the back of these books um, for the time that they were printed. So we would definitely touch on. <clears throat> excuse me, we'll definitely touch on that at uh, some point. But yeah, let's just uh, let's get into the kind of discussing this bad boy. Yeah. So the first thing that um, that I thought was great was the like the the letter to Bruce. You know, starting out, um, well that he finds after you know they're playing around. And, you know, it's, it's just funny that, I guess, it seems that the parents were more trusting of, uh, you know, kids, we should say, in the uh, in the 40s. Well, it seems like they were just more trusted in general because you know, Bruce goes into the store, Robin sits outside, well, Dick sits outside the store, and the ladies walks up, starts talking to him, and it says, hey, we watch my kids while going to the store? That yeah. would never happen today. 
And then, you know, she's like, I'll be right back. She goes in, and then uh, Dick's out there playing with the kids for like an hour, and then they realize the lady must have ducked out another way, and then that's when they find the note saying that, you know, Bruce donates a lot of money to the child, uh, the children's orphanage, and he likes children, so he'd be the best person to take care of the children. Yeah, people in the 40s were mm-hmm. really trusting. And then they immediately just drop him off with uh, with Alfred, like, hey, uh, we need you to watch these. Uh, hey, yeah. Alfred, got something for <laughs> you. doing anything else around here, so uh, we need you to watch these twins, and yeah, while we do our detective work. And then, yeah, then that's when they, um, yeah, they're playing with, well, Alfred's playing with the kids, and one of them busts him over the head with the, uh, the rat- rattle. Yeah, mm-hmm. with, with the rattle. And all the jewels come out. And it's like filled with, the, yeah, it's filled with jewels. Some diamonds, some rubies, and some emeralds. And I uh, was, it, so yeah, Bruce even said it's real ones. Yeah, the, the, the time it must have taken... The, the time it must have taken to yes. do that. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> oh, I have something else, but we'll get to that later. I have something else that just had me like, first of all, that doesn't make sense, and second of all, the time it would have taken to do that properly mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah, and then that's when they finally um, make their way to the Rainer house, and they love, back in the 40s, they, uh, Batman loved coming through windows and uh, decks and all all kinds of uh, entrance ways. Kool Aid yeah. Man back and forth. He's like he just busting through the door. Like oh I yeah, yeah. All the destruction, but he does get some some destruction later. But no, dude, with the destruction. Uh, and then that's when like the uh, the one gangster. I think I can't remember if that's Joe or not. Um, but yeah, that's when he pulls up the rug and the. The handprint that's left, yeah, the hand, was hilarious. The huge handprint, like that's left behind. But you know, I guess that I guess it technically does come into factor. But it's just funny that like his hand is like covered, like he didn't wash his hands after he got done working, or <laughs> yeah, because even Rob was looking like that handprint is like black as ink. And it's just and we're almost done in by rug. Yes, that yes, that alone. Yeah, and then she's like, you know, you'll, you'll need to, you'll have to help my husband. And she explains the whole uh, loan thing, and then they finally visit him. Uh, that was great. Um, and what else was there? Um, the fact that they spent a lot of time of the, a lot of this issue interrogating, yeah, yeah a lot and interviewing people. I know we were talking about. Um, the uh, one detective comics I was somehow was kind of wordy. Yeah, like so this was pretty wordy. To um, when he was speak at the jail scene, when they were when he was like uh, interrogating Mr. Rayner. That's yeah. The dialogue was, was like James Tynan, uh, blast from the past, blast from the future. I should say. <laughs> yeah, those those were some of the uh, biggest word bubbles I've seen. And then yeah, and to bring back the uh, the whole kid thing like at, at the. On that page six, if you have it open, um, Batman's you know talking about the kids and or she's talking about the kids how she left them because um, of the large sum of money given to uh, orphanages, and then she's like, so I left, so I left them with him or rather a young boy uh, without his permission. <laughs> like, damn right you did. <laughs> yeah, like, here yeah. little boy, want some kids? I may be back. I may not get you know murdered by gangsters. 
Maybe she went in. Yeah, they might be trying yeah. to kill me. They might Maybe not she be. Went Who in knows? Knowing that, you know, this could be uh, the last time. Um, oh yeah, and then the old. Uh, then they would get to Alfred taking the stroll, uh, impress impressing the ladies. Oh boy! <laughs> even tips his hat. Yeah, Alfred pulling the ladies. Tips his hat to to the couple of them. Uh, and then the the ball rolls down this giant giant hill. I'm like this hill is steep. <laughs> like the incline. Yeah, like this is the it steepest really hill is. in Gotham. I don't think I've seen a, a steeper hill since this book. <laughs> it's just really fun to, because I've never never read any of these, so it's really fun to go back and, because Batman's one of my favorite characters, so it's it's really fun to go back and read. Um, a lot of these old issues, and you know, just see where we came since here. Yeah, I've I've never no. ventured this far back, but as you said, it's interesting seeing a lot of the things, seeing the uh, writing style, seeing the uh, I mean, so far we've done this is the second one we've done, and in both cases yeah. we're dealing with gangsters. So in the next one. It's interesting to see that Batman fought gangsters all the time back in the day. The next one should be uh, should be interesting. We won't reveal the cover, but you know if you if you guys want if you guys keep listening to this, um, you know, definitely check back and not check back, but go read um, some of these books, especially if you're you know Batman fans and you know you haven't gone this far back like us either. Uh, but yeah, and then <laughs> the ball finally rolls out of the uh, well. The kids are playing with the ball. Um, and it rolls, starts to roll down the hill, and one of the gangsters like points it out. Um, and some of the dialogue there is like, the gangsters like, "Take a look, boss, and tell me if, tell me if me peppers, me peppers is lying." <laughs> like, oh, that's great. That's the dialogue I want. That, that's, yeah, that's one of the fun, funny things about these books is seeing how um, they try to write the dialogue mm-hmm. at the time. And when I'm reading this, and I'm reading the, the gangsters dialogue, like I'm just thinking of like the stereotypical gangster movies from back in that that day and era, with funny accents and everything. And you, Talking real you know fast. Have, like I would love to see like a um, you know how they do like the Wonder Woman and Batman '76 or '77 thing. I think I think the I know they do the, the Batman '66 and I think yeah I think yeah, Wonder Woman '77 something like that. Like a, uh, one of those but with Dick Tracy and Batman or and Detective like Yeah, that's what it's wow, that's exactly what this feels like. It feels like a Dick Tracy comic. Oh my goodness. Like that would be that would be a great collab. DC, wow. DC yeah, that would be awesome. Or we'll tweet at you or you know, that that'd be that'd be good. I'd definitely buy that. <clears throat> Yeah, we're just giving them all kinds of uh, ammunition at DC. Like, they need to just hire us on and just be the idea guys. Yep, and then, uh, oh yeah, that's when Alfred asks for the ball um, politely and gets, uh, I can't tell if he gets either punched in the face or the gangster grabs his nose and, like, squeezes it. Because <laughs> his, like, hands, like, Oh, like <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the line of thinking that he yeah, got punched yeah, in the probably. nose, but the way that it's drawn, it does look like he might have grabbed his nose. Uh, then, you know, got your nose. Then that's when uh, Alfred goes detective and uh, put... Which, which mm-hmm. I want to know, 
where did he pull the pipe and the hat out from? Where where did that? Does he just walk around town with his pipe and his Sherlock Holmes hat, waiting for something to happen right. so he can just throw it on? Maybe I have to go back to uh, some past issues or uh, once we like keep moving forward. Maybe it's a continuing thing that happened. But yeah, he he stole that. He stole that. Maybe this. Yeah, yeah, he stole the bike. The bike is stolen. Did he, have, he didn't mention anything about borrowing it either. Oh, no, he did. He said, uh, yeah, he did say borrow that bicycle, but sure. Sure, sure he did. He crashed it and yeah. probably busted the bike. Like, decided to take that sharp-ass turn with uh, two babies and a stroller Hold it while holding on to the stroller. Like that, This was Alfred's big moment of this uh, of this issue. Well, my, my thing is 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 the uh, couple panels after that when he crashes the sh- the stroller and the bike, and he's holding onto the kid pulls over the handlebars. So somehow Alfred managed to do a complete front while holding these kids and land on his back, holding with, the kids, holding the kids in the air. <laughs> Classic. Like it's it's not as crazy as the uh, the. The, the the guy from from it, well, I don't remember the gangster's name from uh, issue one hundred where he dove out the window. It's not as gravity defying as that, it's but it's pretty, it's pretty close. This is a little, I guess, a little bit more cooler. <laughs> yeah, but even though there's especially like in that panel, like the kids are like very close to the ground, so he would have had to like done a quick flip around or you know or another front flip. Well, they're, they're they're close to the ground, and then in the beginning of the issue, when um they when uh Dick and Bruce first see the kids, like they, they comment on how big the kids are. They go like, "Oh, there's some husky <laughs> kids." And then then that's when poor Alfred uh, gets pistol whipped in the back of the head. And okay, and then I think we both wanted to touch on this uh, the whole uh, when they're like hanging them upside down. And they plan to, like, okay, the the printer that they're trying to put him into is, you know, pretty much the same size as him, but it's a printer. Yeah. And and at, at 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 first I took it as them trying to like like where, where it sounds like you're headed. At first I took it as they were trying to lower him into the printer and crush him. And then I was like, well, maybe they're just trying to crush his head because. As big as he is, and as big as that printer is, like his head will go in there. That's but that's it. really pretty much about it. But even then, you see that they didn't think this far enough through because he ends up grabbing the gun <laughs> on the next page, and it's like his hands aren't oh, yeah, tied we'll together. There. But yeah, that, and that's when that's yeah, when yeah, we'll uh, get there. You know, fashionably uh, style Batman and Robin are they uh, bust in through the the plywood or the the, the wall essentially. In the window, uh, there is a window. Uh, you know what? It it it's a window, but it's like a boarded up window. Yeah. It, but this is supposed to be like the actual print shop that's being that's been used. Like it's it's in service. They don't say anywhere in the book like it's an no. abandoned print shop. Well, they obviously ain't making. But the window was boarded up, and they bust through the boarded up window. Must have not been making that much money. That's probably why they were stealing jewels. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> This ain't paying to put Alfred in. Maybe they stole the jewel so they can get a bigger printer. I'm just going 
seeing this, uh, looking through it again, Batman knocks one of the gangsters into a, a ink bucket, and the ink splashes. That's yeah, the bucket great. of ink. You know, Batman needs to be careful knocking people into stuff because that's how he got the Joker. First so, <laughs> if I was Batman, I'd be trying not to knock anybody into anything. Oh, maybe the first victim's in the next uh, issue. Oh, maybe. May, may think about that. <laughs> nice. But yeah, and then that's when, um, yeah, right before, uh, what's his name, Joe... Right before Joe's able to shoot him, that's when Alfred, you know, comes to and uh, grabs Tommy Gunn just in time, and you know, then Batman. Yeah, which, uh, and I'm 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 pretty sure he was he was thinking at that time like we probably should hide this game up. <laughs> probably, probably, that probably would have been a good idea. Yeah. Oh, and then um, they slips on the the ball that uh, the kids were playing with. Um, no, don't know how they got the ball, or don't know where they were this whole time. Um, but yeah, the the ball comes rolling out, and Alfred slips on it, and then that's that's when it's revealed. Um, you know, when he falls on the ball and it you know, breaks or busts open, uh, that there are more jewels um, in the ball, and the gangsters. Which is my biggest yeah. problem with this comic. <laughs> What's up? The biggest problem I have with this comic is the fact that. They had all them jewels and what looked to be like a beach ball, which just doesn't make any sense. This ball was bouncing and you know rolling around everywhere. And um, if you ever played a beach ball, like those things aren't. I'm even back in the forties. I'm pretty sure they weren't that thick and and no. that heavy. You probably would have heard it rattling. Like you would think it would weigh it down, and you would think you, you would think you would hear stuff inside of it jingling when you're when they're moving it and playing with it, and definitely you yeah, would think it wouldn't the bounce. Ra- the rattle in the beginning. That makes sense. But yes. Yeah, the rattle makes sense. Not at all. But yeah. And then, yeah, pretty much in that... Excuse me. um, That's when the the gangsters gave up their plan. You know, they pretty much... um, They didn't like the guy. So they wanted to set him up. And essentially that was it. And then we get back to uh, Wayne Manor. And, you know, the parents were thanking Bruce for all the work. Um, that he did taking care of him and Alfred's like he's thinking in the back of his head like a pleasure he says like motherfucker Alfred did he did all the work and he had had the best action in this issue in my opinion yeah he was kind of he was kind of the star yeah this was really Alfred issue almost and I believe if I'm correct he's even on the uh, the cover he's like facing off yep he's on the cover facing off Joe and Batman and Robin are there in the corner, that bottom corner, looking on. Laughing. Yeah. Because <laughs> the guy looks, yeah, because Joe looks scared. I, I, I think it's funny because um, for people who might not know, this is the time period when they wanted to soften Batman's image, which is why they introduced Robin. And the comics got a lot of lighthearted. They got a lot more lighthearted, so that's why I think these last couple issues, at least, we've been getting these stories where, yeah, they're battling gangsters, but they're cracking jokes, and it's 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 pretty campy, and 
you know, we have an issue where Alfred is essentially almost well. No, Alfred is the hero, even though he gets captured. Yeah, Alfred is the hero of this one because uh, Batman and Robin they would have they would have got the top they gun if uh, yeah, Alfred hadn't grabbed it real quick. Oh, and that's the one thing I forgot to mention when you know when they're busting through the boarded window, like Batman does not have the armor suit that he does right now. Like he he's got to be hurting. <laughs> Yeah, he's he got the cloth suit. He would, like, he would need at least 20 minutes before getting back up. <laughs> oh, boy. 40s, 40s Batman. Batman. These, are, these are really fun to uh, read and discuss. Um, but, yeah, that's... You got anything else? No, this is just pure comedy gold to me seeing these um, golden age Batman stories. Like These are just, yes, these are. are wonderful. And I know next week we'll be discussing um, Detective Comics uh, Volume 1, Issue 102 um, to correspond with the uh, the Weird Science Get Fresh Crew episode as well. So again, thanks for um, listening everyone and thanks for Weird Science again for always having us. And we will uh, see you again uh, next week. And you know, if you want to catch our podcast, um, just Google or Twitter uh, Columbus Comics Corner, and you'll be able to find us later. Yo yo yo. Yo, 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 what's yo, up, yo, yo, yo? Little fat boys. Going to send. Sounds like an asthmatic having sex all the time. I always wondered. I always thought. <laughs> to me, I always thought that the fat boys, what they did with the human beatbox, they just uh, made the guy run up the stairs for a donut and then recorded him at the top. He's like. <laughs> and then they just laughed at him. He's dead now, isn't he? Box. He died. He died literally rolling off of a couch. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, he like rolled off of a couch, and as I understand it, he basically like I don't know choked on his own spit. He oh, was really? Was he? He yeah. was he one of those guys that part of the couch was like fused into him as well? Maybe. And... Maybe the couch fell on top of him. He kind of rolled over. I don't know what's happening last week when I rolled off my goddamn chair. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. I know. When was it? Was that? Uh, it was a last couple week, years Jim. Ago? Well, you were there last <laughs> week. It was no. me. I, I'm coming from beyond the grave. Uh, Reggie. We're here with Reggie. Reggie, it's your Hi. section. Uh, welcome. Eric, uh, last time you were on with Reggie, Eric, you, you were a little bit drunk. A little uh, bit, a little bit. You uh, made me and uh, Reggie pretty much feel neglected uh, with your love <laughs> of Toby. A- at one point, me and Reggie were just going to get up and leave because of the love <laughs> affair going yeah. on. I wouldn't uh, have figured it out either. I what's that? I wouldn't yeah, have figured he, it out. You guys could have no. got up and left. I was so yeah. drunk, I would yeah. have no idea. I would have left three minutes ago, and you would have been like, Who is laughing? I hate them. Yeah, you would have been doing that. Segregation, uh, Reggie. <laughs> that is the hit of the podcast. Right there is, if anybody wants to know what episode 100 was all about, I just play them that. It's all about they, segregation. It puts a <laughs> smile on their face, and, and there they And how go. it's wrong, boys. How it's, it's wrong. Yes. It is, I don't it know, is but the way you say it, it's also oh right. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're against it. Uh, but yeah, we're here with Reggie, and we have a couple books, right? You have four books this week. 
Uh, yep. Not including your young animals, which would be at the end of this section as well. So you actually have That's five true. books. And I don't know. I, I've read three of the five. And, you know, we all, I always say this. I wonder who had the best books or whatever. Yours aren't horrible. Uh, no, that. Is that nice? Yeah. I'm being nice tonight. They were actually middle of the road, kind of like my books. That's what I'm saying. They're not. You're, I think that's the whole podcast. We are the middle of the road podcast. Cue up the <laughs> pretenders. That's our fucking nice. theme song now. Because really, if you ask me how to describe Rebirth as it's been the past month or so, middle of the road, it pretty much is. I don't know. I was actually, I was actually very happy with middle of the road this week because lately it's been really sucky. Yeah, I don't I know. It's, it's been the bottom out. of the road. Our our scores have all kind of hovered within like a six to an eight the whole time in the past couple months. My high score months, last week might have been like a six for all I know. Maybe I a seven was a high. But yeah, I didn't go higher than an eight again this week. I have not had an, a nine or a ten in a long time. But uh, Reggie's going to start out with a book that it may actually uh, it might fight for my pick of the week. And it's, I think it's, not, it's 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 had a good turn. You yeah, know, it's, it's uh, okay. Coming up from the depths or something. I don't know. I have no. Ooh, I have no. Coming clarity. up from the depths. It's okay. To it's, talk it's, about. Yeah, it's all right. I don't hate it. It's which floating is to than... the top. Uh, don't, don't forget, I had a certain other book this week that was uh, not. It was easy not to like, but not just this book. This is book true. is Aquaman number twelve, written by Dan Abnett, art by Philippe Briones and Gabe Altayeb. Meet Arthur Curry. He's half human, half Atlantean, and all Aquaman. He's the king of Atlantis, one of the toughest jobs on the planet, and it's about to get a whole lot tougher. <laughs> what do you do when when your subjects dislike you, America hates you, and a nautical-themed clandestine operation despises you? Even for Arthur Curry, that's a little overboard. It's Aquaman in Going Overboard, part one of the deluge appearing now in Aquaman number 12. I love that write-up. Yes, yes, that was pretty good, <laughs> Reggie. Usually in my write-up, I just curse and things like that. I, yeah. I get, a, I go blue in, in my that humor. That uh, that's the lazy man's humor, but that's me, <laughs> the lazy man. Uh, I yeah, usually like can't was, read what I wrote. Yeah, really. That's that's the whole humor <laughs> of yours. You squinting. Uh, it's not I'm bad. It's it's not bad. It's not a bad issue. Uh, I will well, say. Well, first of all, um, I do want to I do want to talk about the bait and switch of the main cover, which shows Aquaman and Mera over a the uh, the Statue of Liberty head. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's great. It's like a nod to Planet of the Apes, but yeah. this this never happens. This is totally. No. This is not a scene in the book or anything really. There's a scene where you can see the the Statue of Liberty in the background. Yeah. Yeah. But, I'd love uh, yeah, it if they said problem. that, and Mara started yelling, it, "It's this is our planet. What are you talking about? <laughs> now, as we go on in this issue, the one thing it, I had a problem with, but not a problem with that I didn't like it because the issue was Mara, I'm telling you right now, Aquaman should get the fuck away from her, get oh, far totally. away. She is the most <laughs> flaky of women I've ever witnessed in my life. She wow. is overly emotional. I'm telling you, at one point, they, they are in World War III, and, and she gets upset. She fucking walks away, you know, swims <laughs> away because she gets offended. We got bigger problems here, honey. Yeah, really. Oh, she, Aquaman's got 99 problems, and a bitch is one. Right? She oh, fucking man. goes away. It's nonsense. I'm just chasing all the ladies away. 
really? Uh, yes. But it, it and it's funny. I'm paging through this as I'm talking about it. You're right. The Statue of Liberty is prominently put when they have the Manhattan bit where people are right. flying by. But uh, yeah, shit's gone wrong. It pretty much is just about to be World War Three. Uh, they have something in here that I hate. They have Obama, and I don't hate Obama. <laughs> no, but they have not wrong. President. And they make it, it clear that it is, you know, I think they even say Barack Obama. Oh, they say President Obama. President right Obama. There. And, we had Obama during the uh, Superman True Story. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, no, it throws me out every time. I don't like that. I don't, no. I just, I don't like my real world shit going in. I'd rather it just be, you know, President, you know, Fanny. I don't, I well, don't it, know what it, the guy's it, name it is. President timeless. Smith. President Fanny. If it's someone's fake, it makes the story more timeless. And you never know, yeah. down the line, President Obama could, like, eat a child. And then whenever you read this story, you'll yeah, really. take this whole story. Really? It's like all like my, my old uh, podcast that I went on and on about how much I love Bill Cosby. Those things are yank now, Reggie. I can't have yeah. those up anymore. No one can hear that anymore. No, those are out. It's it's like it's said, I love the way anymore. he rapes. Yeah, yeah. No, that basically was what the podcasts were about then anyway. Uh, but uh, all of a sudden, the the popular opinion of that sort of thing went downhill. I, I had yeah. to I had to yank those rape. Pups Thanks up. a lot, Obama. But yeah, really. But yeah, here we have and we have the president. He's saying they're they're declaring war on Atlantis. And the only thing. Well, actually, not the only thing, because I already said that Mara. Uh, kind of gets on my nerves a bit in this, but uh, I wondered why Aquaman doesn't immediately call his own press conference. That that's what people do. You you would immediately call and say, "Listen, I'm not attacking. This isn't us. This is a you know a suicide bombing and shit. Whatever. This is an attack by it's a splinter cell. Yeah, it's not us. This I don't but know how what's would he going even on. Talk to the press. He can't even like get onto dry land without. No, I'm you saying you just got the he has yeah. capabilities yeah. down yeah, there. Yeah. You're you're right. Just send that shit out. You have yeah. to start playing spin right now, or shit's going to go wrong. And you immediately say, "Look, we have all of our troops. Nothing is gone." They say it later amongst themselves that nothing. Everybody's accounted for. They know yeah. it's not anybody from Atlantis. And that's what you have to announce. But instead, they're just their course of action is just wait till the U.S. arrives, and if they attack us, we attack back. I'm like, no, this is how that's wars. That's not a good course of action. No, this is and and I like the the thing where Aquaman seems to Be think proactive, that, buddy. Yeah, and yeah, and he <laughs> seems to think that okay, it's almost like the whole thing where you hear, listen, if I'm out on the road and and somebody comes up to me and they punch me, I'm allowed to kill them. Yeah. yeah. You you have to prove that then I'll, I'll later say, on. Or, or might have had some crazy ideas. I think he's better off serving this king right now from yeah, what I, I see I of Aquaman in this issue. Aquaman and really there is nobody even under him that's giving him this thing. They're either like – they all want to kill. They all want to yeah. go out and fucking raise hell and fight. And Everybody no, grew up in Atlantis with the thought like I might grow up one day and kill a surface dweller. That's I, all I just, ever I, yeah, I, I mean it, it goes now into the whole thing chance. now. It's been set up for fucking six years now of yeah. how these people are just waiting for the surface world to do something. They hate their guts, and it happens. It happens big time because one of the guys is out in the ship, and he's reporting Orcos? to Orcos. Orcos yeah. is reporting to Aquaman, and he's like, oh, you know, we're heading here. And they get they get destroyed. I, I'm assuming that he's dead. He looks oh, like yeah. he's not. It looks like he well, might have I well, you, technically, they wouldn't have drowned. So. That's what that's I'm saying. Thing. That's what I thought about the entire time, because this missile goes through his ship. It blows a big old hole. The place starts floating up with water. I'm like, oh, no. And then I thought, oh, wait, no, they're good. Yeah. 
Yeah, in yeah. fact, I would believe that that ship should have been filled with water beforehand. Yeah, that been, kind of would have made more sense. It should actually. have been filled with water. It makes no sense. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're going, and really this whole issue, though I didn't mind it because I, I just – we're getting some action. Uh, oh, yeah. They do point out even they, – they make the callback of, oh, my God, you know, we're not – the U.S. isn't going to sit back and just let shit happen like they did uh, way back in the Throne of Atlantis story. So they've been prepping things and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they're being but, proactive. Yeah, the yeah, the U.S. is. Uh, but in the meantime, Aquaman – uh, is they're they're just trying to figure out what's going on. They're trying to figure out who is involved. They know Nemo is, but they want to prove this. Uh, but yeah, really, other than that, well, you go on, Reggie. You talk. The thing oh, is, I mean, well, what, oh, go ahead, Derek. I'll say the one thing I really love from this issue because we're getting all this fucking the like the Atlanteans' response to the attacks, the U.S.'s response to the attacks, and every now and again, as we page through this, yeah, you just man. get the smiling black man and watching yep. it all go down. I'm like, yeah. I love that part of the book. That's his, uh, it's all coming together. And also, yeah. you know, this is not yet World War Three. This is just America versus yeah. Atlantis. Yeah, I like the idea that the rest of the world, they're like, ah, let's see how this plays out. You know, well, we'll, uh, China's getting ready for an attack, though. They know, yeah, they know. Once, once the seas are boiling, it's going to come up on everybody. But, uh, you know, even in this scene, uh, Aquaman goes to Elder Roa and uh, asks her what she's found out from those artifacts, uh, yeah. from the, the wreck of that freighter in the, in the, I think that was like the first issue, even or the second the part, issue. Ponchar train, huh? Yeah, the, <laughs> well, I wasn't yeah. trying to say it, but okay. <laughs> and she's discovered that that at least three out of five of them were bought off the black market. And Aquaman's like, you know, track down those other two. I'm like, why don't you just go come with the other three? Yeah, you I, have I, three. I, you have three items pointing to a, yes. you know, what looks like a conspiracy. I'd say that's enough to go to the press or to the government and say, look, yeah. there's something, something yeah. else is at work I here. I think Let's, one is enough. One that's, that's would be enough sad. to go and Put say, hey, look, up. something's here. You no, know, he's it's not track us. Down every yeah. artifact. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got to make sure for when he well, goes. Even, even the point where they're talking about going to the U.S. and telling them we need a representative of Mara's like, no, I'm not going back there. Meh. Yeah, yeah that's like, when Mara walks in. She like, goes off. Call and fucking Superman. Yeah, well, well even he, before he's that, like, though, I wasn't about to send you either, bitch. You know yeah, I mean? really. Well, even that that point where he's saying, like, oh, we need a representative. And right before that, fucking Aquaman, why does he make a joke about Zebel? He's like, oh, you know her and her fiery Zebel blood. Uh, you can't trust them. And oh, I'm come Zebel. on, Jim. Oh. You, know, you, you know you've done that a hundred times. That's just sexually awkward. Just having but, yeah. to say the, most, the worst thing at, at the most inopportune time in front of your wife. You know you've done that plenty of times. Well, and I and like it, too, because, yeah, well, yeah. But at that one point, Mara's like, oh, you know what? If you can't go, uh, I'm not going to go as a representative. And I'm like, I can't send you. You fucking did some bad shit, too. And she's like, ah, fuck you. And swims off. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus Christ. This is at a point where the, the whole world seems to be gathering to, to fight Aquaman and to kill him. And she's just like, ah, fuck you. She goes off. And at one point, he's like, somebody's got to find her. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised she didn't swim off saying, wedding's off. Yeah, well, she said, she's Going like, Going home ah. to mother. Yeah, she just swims off. And he's like, what the? He even, Aquaman goes, what the hell? Yeah, it's so right funny, on. but yeah. Then in the meantime, uh, one of the big U.S. ships gets attacked by this giant, you know, crocodile oh, type fucking scene. crazy oh, ass shit. Awesome. And again, uh, I like the idea of this because this shit happens, and all it's going to do is make people more afraid of Atlantis. They have no idea. Aquaman could look at this and go, "You know what? We don't have one of those." 
Nobody's going to believe yeah. them. Yeah, how would they know? So this is scary shit that's going down. In the meantime, it looks like uh, Black Mana is going to get Nemo to actually even look like heroes. They're going to go in and, and take care of shit at the one point where he says, you know, we're going to go and we're going to make ourselves look great and, and stuff like that. But the U.S. has a backup plan that they've been working on for a while. And it's crazy because I was reading it and there were a couple times in this issue. It happened a lot this week where a couple times where all of a sudden I thought there was a cliffhanger page, but they, yet there's five more pages in the thing yeah. because the U.S. has a, a covert ops type deal where they have made these crazy the street shark, shark. <laughs> the aquamarines yeah, they, yeah they've made the aquamarines and uh, <laughs> they <laughs> are they are people who are navy seals which they're they're navy sharks i guess but yeah they're yeah. almost like seal team six they they're being yeah. called in like the seal team went to get obama or obama fucking Osama. wow uh, yeah, really. Throwing in, throwing hey, in politics over yeah, here. really. That's why I don't talk about it. But yeah, they're <laughs> going to go and infiltrate Atlantis and kill Aquaman. They're going to go and kill him. And they have crazy powers. We see, what is it? We see phase one or two. I know. They have like and all these other it's phases. It's so stupid. They just transitional like, form, guys. Hard like, oh, they have enhanced a... skeletons, enhanced uh, musculature. Yeah. We yeah. can operate at ocean bed depths. You know, it's crazy. And we can even breathe smile. underwater, too. Everyone gets a creepy smile. They know yeah, that's oh, they get a real creepy smile. The only thing that I don't <laughs> like is you have, uh, I guess it's it's the Secretary of Defense, right? The guy who was talking yeah. to uh, Mara and oh, no, Aquaman no, no, that, before. No, he's the, um, he's the uh, Secretary yeah, what of is State. He? Secretary, Secretary of State. He's You're the right. guy that like, fought with Mara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, first it's the guy that we, we know, and they bring him in to show him, and these, these shark people, the aquamarines, are like, they say too much info for me. Like, you have them there, and the one's like, Atlantis is a rogue state, it's waging terror war. These people wouldn't be giving the spell. This is the secretary. No, man, they're hot shots. He knows what the fuck is going on. These people are just. This would be like the SEAL Team Six going in and start yelling at Obama about what you know what's going on in the world. It just it was a weird narration to me that we didn't need. We know Atlantis. Atlantis is this terrorist state, and you know what? It can be leaderless and helpless by yeah, breakfast time I'm telling tomorrow. You, it's, this is weird <laughs> that the people are actually yelling that out, the aquamarines to me. It's a, it's a little nitpick, but it's just odd sounding to me that they're, they're telling shots, the Secretary man. of State. Yeah, they are hot shots. They're uh, like the blood pack from Blade 2. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what they are. But yeah, it pretty much – and there's uh, Joanna Stubbs' dad is revealed. You see him that, then, so he wasn't the Fisher That is the, the problem King. I have with this issue is that her fucking father just turns out to be a schlub stub yeah. instead of yeah. freaking uh, Fisher yeah, King. Yeah, but I actually thought that that was better because it was the Maybe. Fisher King. It, it's too – that that would be too far in. Like all of a it's sudden Joanna that, like, Stubbs she – would, she, would she would take things personally now because black men had killed her father. Well, like, but that the, Joanna Stubbs is in the Royal Navy and her dad is the head of – of a huge fucking, you know, covert fucking criminal organization. Exactly. Covert, it's too yeah. much. No, it's too but, much but, but to see, me. The it's thing a is, secret. in a narrative sense, you know, if she was dead, she would have had to get revenge against Black Manta. But by having her his her dad alive, definitely later on, she's going to have to make a, a choice yeah. between and, her and dad also, and Black I, Black I actually Black like the dead. fact that. They probably are an organization that don't really talk about things like this. Like if the Fisher King said to Joanna Stubbs, listen, this is what I am. This is the group. Uh, you want to join? No, you're dead. 
He'd have to kill her. He would. Yeah, and this is just a low-level guy who probably isn't even supposed to have told her about it. But he's just, a, like you said, he's a schlub. So it makes more sense to me that he would have been like. Schlubs. Nah, yeah, he would have been like, hey, you know, baby. I'm a, I don't know why he'd call his daughter baby. But <laughs> hey, baby, look, look at me. I'm a, I'm a big shot. Like she may even think he's more important. It he might lead to something funny. He says baby a lot funny. when he's drunk, man. Calm yeah, down. Hey, happens. baby. But yeah, uh, you do meet him, and he's headed off to this whatever this thing that Black Mana has planned that is going to make them look better and things like that. He's in a sub that's going to disguise itself as a U.S. sub and kind of get behind lines and do things. Yeah. I, I don't know what his, his crazy plan is, but yeah, war has started. Uh, well, no, he, he wants to destroy everything using that sub. That's what it yeah. is. But yeah, in the end, he wants Nebo to look like the uh, heroes here. Yeah, yeah, he wants Nemo to look like heroes, which I think yep. they're going to come and kill Stubbs. He's fucking done. Uh, but yeah, at the end, then, the, the big thing, the big cliffhanger page is the rest of the Justice League shows up and says, you know, we gave you a chance, and it's, yeah, it's fucking Superman again. And that's why, right there is why he can't have him, you know, vouch for him. They're still I'm pissed though, at Aquaman. They should, I'm sorry, they came to, is it like one of those things where he was in the hospital? Okay, we all we all gotta go show face over here and tell Aquaman how much we love him. No, he's in the I think at that oh, point, no, no. I think that point issue, they were gonna legit. Be, Superman's gonna be like, hey buddy, you know, we gave you a chance. And we'll give you another one. Yeah, You're yeah. our friend. That's how the yeah, next issue is going to start. I don't know. Here's the thing. The, the way it leads, that cliffhanger almost makes it seem like they are looking at the watching the press. But uh, the thing about it is it's one of those where uh, even if, if you are a member of the Justice League, it doesn't matter if Aquaman is guilty or innocent, really. It, it's just bad PR for the rest of them. They'd be so pissed off. Like, God damn it, this Aquaman doesn't do shit anyway. And he's fucking making us look bad. <laughs> But yeah, the whole deal's there. Fucking hey. Batman. Batman shows up now when he's pissed. He didn't show up in that hospital room oh, when Aquaman not. was in trouble. But yeah, no. here, but, here but he Jim, shows up. Why does Cyborg need a, a breathing apparatus I here, but know. not when he's in space? You know why? Because I think that they would explain it the same way as Tom Taylor did. And who was the artist on that? I don't remember. Neither it was do a guy I. that we talked to uh, who said that that's probably mainly so they can talk. Remember he okay. said that whoever it yeah, was yeah, yeah. on that Tom Taylor Batman uh, Superman that we really liked, that couple-page story where That's Superman issue, yeah. had a mask in space, and he said – and even even in space with Superman, it gets a little you know, back and forth. Some people have him drawn that he can breathe in space. Sometimes you, you see different things, but it was spelled yeah. out then that he needed to to be able to talk in space. To talk they to can't Batman, hear you scream. But yeah, here maybe that's it. And especially Cyborg. That I would think that that is an art decision okay. so that they could talk. Though I don't no, think they're going to do I'm that saying, much that makes talking. Sense to me now. That's good enough, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Take that. So, see? I, I was just trying a to be a lesson. dick. I know. Well, I, I threw it right back at you. But yeah, <laughs> you uh, I sure, like uh, this. This issue was very quick. It, it was a, yeah. a a quick read, but it was exciting enough, and I did like like I said, Aquaman should call a, call a press conference, but I did like the continuing thing of seeing the other Atlanteans, you know, the 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 people in charge of the army, the, those guys, uh, dealing with yeah. Aquaman, and Aquaman kind of calming them down, saying, "No, we can't do this," but he better I really do like shit the way quick. That, you know, Aquaman, especially after that that scene where he's with whatever the hell her name is, and they're talking about the artifacts. Pretty much after that, Aquaman is it's like the, his busiest fucking day in months. You know, it's yeah. like oh, nonstop. Yeah. Everything, everything's coming at him at once. This person, that person, Mara's being a bitch. You know yeah. what I mean? We got, we got alligators attacking freighters. We got, you know, yeah, it's, shit's it's, going on. It really gave me an impression that 
this is like probably what happens, you know, to to leaders when well, on top yeah, of when all shit that, goes like, wrong. Like, all right, shit goes haywire. Black Man is almost pulling like a Bane situation in the beginning of Nightfall, where he let out all the criminals, so Batman yeah, would be worn down doing. because he Black Man really is, is Shaggy Ben after there. Now yeah. he has this whole thing, this whole like uh, the deluge of packing, making it look like Atlantis. Atlantis is doing it. It's yeah. really wearing his Aquaman down now, like physically, originally, now mentally, and especially yeah, and the the other thing that I like, I like that you're getting the whole thing where legitimately you can tell that Aquaman is the king of Atlantis. I mean, these people, every decision hinges on him. If they say, oh, we're going to do this, he goes, no. They go, okay. And they're, I like that there is less of this like, huh. You know, normally we'd have one of these guys walk away muttering about surface world. You know, you, no, it seems like they are legitimately. Now, they want to do some other trolley. things, but they're on the trolley. They are with him. Which I like. I, I'm sick of this whole back and forth deal. Everybody but Mara is all with them. She swam off. And who knows? I get the idea that we're going to have one of those scenes next issue where the whole U.S. fleet comes and Mara just swims out to them and like, please stop. And, and we'll have that nonsense. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. What did you give it, Reggie? Well, you know, in this issue, I always liked Philippe Briones, but I really felt like he went all out. Did you notice there was like a certain kind of cross hatching or some kind of a shading happening? That really brought I, me back yeah, to like. I really liked it. It's there's some there's some scenes that look like 1930s like Flash Gordon comic strips. They're, They're right. really like lush and something very old timey that I really enjoyed about the art. Beyond that, this is exactly what I wanted to see. I liked getting kind of like four issues of kind of a little bit of a slowdown too with Shaggy Man too that were like very Mara centric. And now we're hitting with a big bang, a lot of big mm-hmm. action scenes. This I feel like I have to give uh, Dan Abnett credit when it's due not with, plus with the art i gave this an 8.5 out of yeah, 10. i uh i love the art as well i lo- i always like philippe baroness's art and i really do think like you said the i like when a guy uh draws the shit out of an issue and doesn't have to use any fucking gimmicks this is just you know panels there's no mm-hmm. you know there's no tricks no fucking shock and all deal i like all the art i even have to admit that obama looks pretty goddamn good too <laughs> i just hate when real world oh shit comes the, in. you're I hating really, obama you have to <laughs> i really hate the real world stuff in it but uh even like like the the simple panel of that ship the uh the ship that orco was in it right. is awesome to me. And in fact, though, the worst, though, I thought that was Black Mana's ship at first. It kind of looks it, like it should be. It looks I like Black Mana. I was like, God damn it, that's awesome. But I like that. And when that goddamn crocodile fucking monster, it's like awesome. And even just the character model of Aquaman, which in this whole series, it's been up and down. And you hopefully the people drawing the book are going to get the main character right. It's really good. I love everything, the texture of his armor and all that. I was really impressed. And like you said, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Amnett did a pretty good job of setting all of this up. Now, that doesn't mean that I like the last couple issues better. It did drag a little, but mm-hmm. now it's full out. And I... I don't know about the Aquamarines. It seems like we already have Nemo that I don't right. really know too much about yet. And now you're adding these guys in. But they're kind of cool. They look crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see stage two, obviously. Yeah. We'll oh, see yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck happens stage two. Uh, but yeah, I really like it. I, I think the art <laughs> is is really is the better part of it. But the story itself is action-packed as well. So I'd give it an eight. Yeah, I like the art as well. It's just like uh, dealing with this whole thing. It seems like we're playing catch up a lot of the times, even though I did enjoy the story. It's like we're standing around assessing the situation and bringing stuff back up that we've already read about. But I still enjoyed it for the most part. I give it a 7.5 out of 10. 
Yeah. All right. Across oh. the board. Look at that. 7.58 yep. and 8.5. Yeah, and I'll tell you also, just looking at it again, like, uh, Philippe Baronis could definitely uh, draw the fucking Justice League because they oh, yeah, were definitely. awesome. Oh like, yeah, I, I, I think they if look they great. needed him to be on that on the Justice League book, like a fill-in or or later on, boy, uh, he may even be going at this like, oh god damn it, I better do this good, so maybe they'll take this me is my interview later. Yeah, because yeah, you just passed the test. I think yeah, I'd it be looks fun awesome. With it, yeah. But yeah, uh, sure. the next book is uh, obviously one of yours, Reggie's. I- I'm expecting a song coming up. Oh, am, yeah? am I mistaken? Uh, I, you're not mistaken. I, I have a lot of songs. So. It, and I gotta say, it just kind of went that way. I really, I, it, a song has to come to me for me to do this, but for all of these next two, my <laughs> last three. it's usually a song anyway. So, it is. And, and, and especially this issue with what happens, aka doesn't really happen in yeah, it. Yeah. I, I had to, what am is I gonna, gonna write? Is this gonna be some, somewhere over the rainbow? Is that, is that what it's You'd gonna like be? Based that. On? You, would, you would think that, wouldn't you? But I would. You wanted that. I would think that. Let's, let's hear it. It's uh, Harley Quinn number nine, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Brandon Peterson, Michael Kaluta, Alex Sinclair. Would you like to sit on a couch? Tell Frank Thierry why you're such a grouch, and let him say what makes your mind go ouch. Or would you rather break a face? At roller derby, you can get loose and be free, and send girls home with EMTs. Big Bertha's here, and she wants revenge. If she gets her hands on Harley, then she'll break her head. So if you take my advice and listen twice, you could be happy with a slice. Would you like a nice pizza pie while a robber has their hands to the sky? So you beat his ass and you don't even try. And you're the hero of the joint, la, 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 la. Free pizza queen, they will anoint, la, 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 la. And then you'll wonder, what's the point? Free pizza for life. That was, I guess that's why she did it. And then gave it to a homeless guy, so. Yeah, she did, yeah. but she has it for She's life. What, what is person. one pie? I actually, I was like, what, what the fuck? She's not being that nice. She could go I, right back and get another pie. I'm going to go, I'm going to go watch Hudson Hawk, guys. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to watch, uh, what was that I show? was really, what's that show with, uh, what the hell was that? Oh, Out of, God, Out of This World, right? When that yeah, damn yeah. show on UPN, that, that was the song on that, too. That was your guy's show. See, the first time, I, first time I actually, uh, no, first time I actually heard that song was a little Lulu cartoon. Wow. I was really hoping for Somewhere Over the Rainbow. But you I know, you're a big Wizard of Oz fan. What is that, a friend of Dorothy you call yes, it? I am. I might I'm be a friend of I'm thinking of a different Dorothy. show, Eric. you got to know this show where this girl had a father that was an alien, but she talked to him through a glowing box, and she could stop time. I have no idea what this is, but I want to watch it. Yeah, it was great. It, it was part of the UPN. This was in, this was not long after, uh, Homeboys in Outer Space. Gossip it was Gossip like, Girl. Uh, Gossip uh, Girl? Is that what it was? No, uh, it's not Gossip Felicity. Girl. No, um, no. I was a big Homeboys in Outer Space fan. Of course, I admit, love Homeboys. I was a huge fan of that. But, you don't uh, care where the Homeboys are. You love them. I, See, I always I, liked that uh, they came from outer space. Yeah, I liked them in outer space even better. That's what that. we that's what we we talked we bonded over that show. But that's there was right, another. Yeah. I think it was called Out of This it, World. It was called Out of This World. I just looked yeah, it up. Yeah, that's yeah. right, and it was it was great. And it's it's about a teenage girl who is half alien, which gives her unique superhuman uh, powers. It first aired in syndication from September seventeenth, nineteen eighty seven, and ended on May twenty fifth, nineteen ninety one. Damn, that had a long ass fucking runtime. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. It was a classic. Uh, and it was originally days. part of NBC's primetime. Oh, it was an NBC show. Did, it star, did it star Meredith Baxter Bernie? Is that possible? Uh, no. 
No, yeah. it did not change. And you mean Meredith Bernie? Okay, yeah, it's so. only Meredith oh, Bernie. No, no, no. I'm sorry, I, I, Meredith Baxter. It doesn't sound right saying Meredith Bernie. She yeah. was a uh, LLL, right? It's it What's stars that? Maureen a late Flanagan. life lesbian. They claim. Yes. <laughs> I don't, that's the there's some crazy term for that. I'm right. not saying it's crazy, but <laughs> getting very sensitive now. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I will say that right away I was looking at that variant cover. The uh, Did that make covers of the week? Didn't I see that it, on it, there? Frank Cho one, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's really Frank good, Cho. man. Yeah. He's so uh, good. He's, he, can really draw, he can really draw a human form and especially a lady form. He's just yeah. really good at it. Uh, let really me ask it. you a question. What the fuck was going on with this issue? Because it, it just like seemed like issue. an annual. It, it seemed like a loved, goddamn. I assume you loved the beginning because it was it was weird. I of, did, about. but it makes uh, no goddamn sense. This, this issue, is another one of these. This is another one of these issues between arcs. We had kind of the last issue is, was not unlike this, this but even, we had one of these. This is weirder the though. Thing. I know. But this is even more weird. This really felt like an annual. It's it, like it a really day was, in the life again yeah. of Harley Quinn, and, and of course, a day in the life of Harley Quinn is incredibly wacky. It's not. No, no, her. the day in the life is half her asleep and dreaming. Yeah. That's part of her day. She's in yeah. the Wizard of Oz. I wish I had a day like that. <laughs> I love the beginning where it's in the black and white. I, I thought it was great. Now, again, I wish there were a couple more uh, inside Wizard of Oz jokes, but you, yeah. you get enough. You, you get a bit of it, and it was kind of funny. But, yeah, I did like the beginning, but I was just confused. I, I was more – I wasn't confused. I know what we get from this book. I was just confused why they, why they bothered it's this so is just a weird. collection of scenes that were laid yeah. there. I feel like we're lying around. This is like a clip show together, of yeah. a show that never aired. So yeah. you're getting a clip show of new clips, but really, it really didn't make any sense. And you said it is true. It's leading till to the next arc. Uh, we're gonna have another, you know, extended arc or whatever extended means in this book. So they, uh, it is a placeholder kind of thing that goes, and it's it's nice enough, but. It's just so weird. It really, I can't even explain it anymore. The weirdest weirdest part to me is at the end of the dream when she's talking to Frank Frank about it, and then she's going down the yellow brick road in Joker's clothes, and Joker's going around in Harley's clothes. Power Girl is now wearing Glenda the Good Witch Poison Ivy's clothes, and Catwoman's wearing Power Girl's clothes. I have no idea what's going on. To me, I just think that she was still fucked up and and thinking of mixing. She was mixing and matching everybody in. And Dream I, world, man. Yeah, it yeah. Like, it was just more Poison Ivy is floating around doing, I guess, I don't know shit. what she's supposed to be. Maybe a flying... Oh, no, I she's, actually, she's, it's she's funny, though. Ivy close. Yeah, yeah. And, but I actually like that part only because it kind of was like a, a crazy dream. But shit gets... I mean, the Joker's in oh, yeah. a Harley skirt. I mean, shit, yeah. they, they switch clothes. It's all crazy. I kind of did like that where where dreams do get all mashed up and things like that. But, it, yeah, it continues this. You know what I just uh, remembered? Actually, I, I think the next issue is is connected to this Suicide Squad crossover. Yeah. With, so with that's Justice what it was. That, so that, that explains why we had why. to have these they needed something. Issues, yeah. yeah, they needed a placeholder to, to go that's to that, and then we'll get back to our deal. Yeah, it does actually, at the end, it does say that, that the next issue is that Justice League thing, the Justice League Suicide Squad. And then we'll get that, to this Joker yeah. thing that they've been teasing now for like a long time now. For yes, like they two, have. Two months, they you know. And just, yes. This is how they do it. I'm going to jump to the end. Did that seem like Joker to any one of you? No. No, no. it didn't. But it's even in this, it even pull, calls out like that might not be the Joker. And everybody's going to sit there and say, like, which one of the three is this? Yeah, I don't want to deal with that fucking nonsense. But it's right none. Now. It's, it's Harley. 
It, Harley doesn't deal with shit like that, really. Uh, when Joker was dead, he was in the Harley book. It, it oh, did, know. You know, and they even said, you know, eh, you know, Harley's a little, you know, that continuity's a little askew. But uh, though, the thing is, though, I, I know how I feel about it. I don't want to see everybody talking about this online, though, about yeah. the three goddamn well, Jokers right will. now. And Believe this. me, they will. But in the meantime. I can't say that people will hate this issue. If you're in the Harley, we say, again, I should okay, have a recording. Yeah. I should have a recording of us. If you're in the Harley, you kind of know what you're getting. And we, it's we should know like an acapella group or some shit like that. <laughs> if you're in the Harley. If you're in the Harley, you'll like this issue like every other one. We got to have that little, like, little sound. You Harley get. likes to play roller derby and she likes to have some fun. So you're going yeah. too far with it. We just need I will to tell say, everybody, if you like Carly, No, I'm, I'm like going to have a whole song. Jesus Christ. Brandon Me and Peterson, Reggie. the artist, is, uh, is, new, is new to this comic. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen him before, Brandon Peterson, or like yeah. not on this. I think he did a great job. Yeah, but, uh, I think he did I, as well. I'm a surprise, but uh, just because he hasn't been around normally. But, you know, a lot of these faces. So she goes to Roller Derby, which she hasn't done in a long time, and she goes yeah. against Big yep. Bertha. Big Bertha looks which was a big awesome call out. and crazy. And oh, it was yeah. a big call back to the beginning of the book. Um, big Bertha pretty much cracks her head. Then a guy that looks sort of like Joker in shadow shoots yeah. her in the head. Uh, big Bertha that is kills her. There's a real great psychedelic scene that is apropos of nothing. It's, um, it's crazy. At the beginning of that scene where they're dressed up in like the combat stuff, it yeah. almost looks like, like a Jim Lee art to me. And then all of a sudden it goes nuts. It goes <laughs> it nuts. Goes I, mean, bonkers. I, I love it. It looks like, like, like a young animal, to be were you, with you. Were you guys trying to put together what the hell the second dream sequence was? Yeah, that's what I we're talking while, about. Like, it, it, I know. I'm saying. Did you? Like, I think it's just nothing. It's like, an anime I slice. It's almost like Sucker Punch. You ever it's see like, that movie? Yeah. And it's even yeah. like a, a psychedelic uh, anime style. It has a yeah. little bit of a, a look like it would be uh, like through the look, through the looking glass type thing, Alice in Wonderland type deal that then morphs into all these things and it ends up being the painting that she's looking at. It's crazy. Yeah. It looks great. I thought it was it's, awesome. It's a but... great sequence of art. I almost to the point where I wish like, you could look. We could get it without word balloons. Yeah, without word. It, yep. it's, it really is. It really is cool, and it's I'll like say, something you would I see in Young Animal. I know the art change style, like a, a style change once we got to that fucking rainbow explosion. It's Poison yeah. Ivy and friggin' Harley sitting there. I did not like it, though. No, I know it's I supposed to it. look like this. I just like, it's just too out there. I'm like, we're not getting anything at all from it, really. No, it's, again, it definitely, it's it definitely just means a, nothing. Yeah, I mean, this one doesn't nothing. even give you the Joker shit. It just gives you her, you know, she wants to yeah. fuck Poison Ivy, which is fine. Also, that, yeah, by the way, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, okay. Is, but also, fine. Eric, just so you know, this, I know you have no experience with it, but this is kind of like what being on drugs is like. Yes, yes. So, hmm. so I've heard. You, you can sort of say. You, so, you, what you're you, saying you is Eric's it. view of episode 100 might have been that. Not drugs, but he was <laughs> fucked up enough that it might have <laughs> yeah. been like this a little. I've just done drugs instead. When he yeah. fell down <laughs> off his seat, lost his pants, and broke his lamp, he might have been seeing shit like this, yeah. right? Is that what lamp you're saying? Lamp shade. Lamp shade. Break lamp shade and not break the lamp. Segregation, Reggie! Again, this whole issue was nothing. I didn't. Yes. mind that sequence because it looks so oh. crazy it actually i don't mind shit like that when an issue like this i'm like holy shit it made me you know sit up and go holy crap and i liked it and then uh go ahead i'll say it was issues like this so that i wanted to drop the harley book in the last series because oh. i'm like it, it means nothing i'm just reading almost pretty much half pretty of pictures. every harley issue means nothing I, that's why again you're not I'm really saying, into they the started, book they started 
they started telling more stories. I feel in this new rebirth series, and I enjoyed it more because of that. Now, like this, like fill-in issue just did not do it for me at all, though. I mean, yeah. I think the reason the psychedelic part doesn't, you know, bother you so much because it doesn't take you out of the story because there's no real story here. It doesn't yeah. really matter, you know. It could just be Harley, you know, fighting in World War One, and then they could have yeah. Harley of the High Seas and. I mean, oh, yeah. this really, this really is. I mean, and which now did happen at one point. If you remember in right, the New Fifty Two, they had that high seas. It was just Pirate like Harley, this. Yeah. It was all dream sequences. So maybe that's the point. I, I've seen this before, so you know what you're getting. You know when this happens. Uh, and I, you also I, get Red I, Tool, I do though. I see it now as a real, as a real uh, placeholder, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, Justice League Suicide Squad thing. Yeah, is it over. definitely is. I like that. Well, Harley, she ends up waking up from this dream because she got hit on the head. And she's in the, oh, the one girl. Crushed, more like, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's in uh, Skies, uh, one of her roller derby uh, gals in her apartment. And she goes and she calls Red Tool. And I love, I love Red Tool. And I love yeah, it because all. she's trying to figure out who shot Bertha and her, who went into that deal and shot up the roller derby. And she thinks it's Red Tool and calls and asks him. He's like, what do you think? Did a, did a saw blade go at you or nails i mean i don't use bullets and i thought yeah, it was really. perfect in the meantime yeah. he's dangling a guy over a fucking you know building ledge that uh, you, you don't know what's going on and i like that because you don't need to that actually was pretty yeah. funny he calls uh the guy he's holding upside down it looks like you know if he shug knight and that's vanilla ice and he's, oh, he goes he tells the guy to shut up ass hat and then you know <laughs> that harley's on the other side he's like what the fuck no no not oh, you no, not and you, I, I really like that but i love the thing when he's says hey was it a screwdriver or a saw blade yeah. you, you know my thing he's like basically you know what my gimmick is god damn it it wasn't me i thought that was pretty funny i i really did, so did I. Uh, and then harley goes off she gets her head checked i don't this doctor seems like he he wants to get a little busy uh, i don't know he finds the brain bomb yes yep okay. that's called now, out I, I was happy to live in this world where and this Harley, even though there's been some crossover, we could play whatever you want. This is yep. before Suicide Squad. This is after whatever, however you want to do it. I was willing to just play pretend. But how the fuck is she here with the brain bomb? Yeah, like, I know. It yeah, doesn't I didn't make like any that. sense at all. I didn't Wouldn't like Amanda that at all. Have blown it up. Like what? What does she have? Like, like you said, is she on extended furlough? Yeah, she's on furlough. They, she squad? just goes to Coney Island. It, I, it's I'm weird. So. Maybe she was let go. She did all her suicide. Yeah, but they would have taken the bomb out. Take the bomb out. Yeah, you, you can't <laughs> let them go and not take the bomb out. That, that's, the bomb is yours to keep. No extra yeah. charge. Yeah, it's weird because, like you said, there was no reason to call that out except. That the next issue yep. is a tie-in to the Suicide yeah. Squad Justice League. That is the only reason it's here, and I didn't like that. I didn't like it either. I thought that that was ridiculous. I just like – this is where we were talking about a bunch of things carrying over from the New 52. If you're not going to do it, don't mention it. Don't even – you know. and I would have rather have had that not mentioned. Uh, but, yeah, this doctor's only there to find that neck bomb and kind of Even the idea so everybody for going to get an x-ray is ridiculous. She would never yeah. do that. You know, she's no. not, it's not, like, it's not like she's getting regular fucking doctor checkups. No. She's hardly no. Quinn she, we've there. never seen her go to the, yeah. and she mentions it like three times. Oh, I got to go. I better get my head checked. I better yeah. do this. They would never have that. But yeah, then she goes to get pizza, which they would have. Uh, sure. And you have it there, and the pizza place, Gino's Pizza, gets robbed, and she defeats the, you know, she takes you know, care I, of the I robbers to get too, pizza for life. If you look on her table in that first panel in the pizza place, she's got a whole pie, and it looks like she has like a thing of chicken wings. No, she's and got another chicken pie. wings? 
That's and so much shit. How else do you eat pizza? Yeah, I don't know what that other thing so is. So much shit. I have like a chocolate cake or something. Yeah, it looks like cardboard is. or something. Who knows what she's eating? But yeah, she's well, going to town. You would know. And it, well, yeah. But the the funny thing about it is, is normally to me, Carly would just be pissed that her meal was interrupted. That would be yeah. the thing that I thought she'd be more mad about. She, but she she does parlay it into pizza for life. Even though Gino or whatever the the son never really agrees that much with it. He does say done. Uh, yeah. But it's weird. Like I, I kept thinking that he's like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, they're already subdued. I'm good. Yeah. 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 But yeah, she gives the one pizza. Pizza for life is one pizza a week for the next five years. There are always stipulations. Fucking bullshit. Still still free pizza. Also, do you get the impression that whoever this is, Gino, is a real person? No. Uh, Oh, you mean in real life, that he has dealt with Jimmy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I think think that Jimmy Palmiotti goes and Jimmy Palmiotti is trying to get pizza for life. Is what he's (laughs) doing by putting Gino in there. This guy works at Gino. Oh, jeez. But yeah, she gives the pizza to a, a homeless guy and then heads home, and there's the Joker. And it does not look like any Joker I know. It looks like he has a long neck, and yeah. that's the it's one thing. The one hair. thing of, and the one thing of art. That's the only thing that kind of threw me off there. But who knows how they're playing it? But again, it does say at the end in two weeks, issue number ten, a holiday interlude inside Santa's brain. So it's not even really. A suicide oh, squad tie-in, but that's—I think that's what's going to be. They're doing that so that when this tie-in happens, they don't have anybody getting confused. I, I would think. But then in uh, in a month, you get the "What do you want, Joker?" Uh, story. Shouldn't have had Orlando season. write it. They don't want you to be confused. Shut Jesus. your mouth yeah, over right. there. Yeah. Right. Burn. What, what uh? What did you give it, Reggie? Uh, I, you know, I didn't love this issue. I didn't really hate this issue. It, it's, it's okay. A bunch of, there are funny moments. There are some yeah. things I really liked, like the psychedelic thing and the, the joke with Frank Thierry is all right. And the yeah. joke that you mentioned with Red it's Tool. continued. But, the, uh, the Frank Thierry thing is Frank, yeah. Frank, that, it's kind of getting I, I a little find, ultimate. I find it funny. Even the, even the Wizard of Odd dream secret. You know what I, I like it, about I the, the, oh. well, the yeah, only, the, before you say your score, the thing I like about that Frank, Frank thing, it's Frank Thierry. And, yeah. uh, I like how they have to spell it out that he's a married man with kids. Yeah, of course. Because, because he he's like, you know, I can't do that for you. I'm she sure. Thinks. I'm telling you, I bet his wife freaking started reading it and she fucking spells down. That's what my wife would do. I you are cheating on me in a comic book. bad that you're Fuck Harley Quinn. Because that would be <laughs> no, I'm telling you, that would be some if I was a comic writer and Jimmy Palmiotti did that, that would mean that somewhere in the office I was doing that and Jimmy Palmiotti was giving me the thumbs up or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, there'd there'd be a story around it. But uh, what did you give it? I gave it a seven out of ten. I think I'd give it a six five. I, I did really like the art, but nothing happens. So it's yeah. it's tough to give this anything, you know. You can't give it high marks because really nothing happens. I'm I'm guessing I have a score that in my mind of what Eric's going to give it, but I'm not going to reveal it until afterwards. Well, we're going to have the same kind of variation in our scores because I'm going to give it a six out of ten. I like the art enough, but the story didn't really yeah. go anywhere. But again, if you read Harley because you like Harley, you know what yeah. you're going to get pretty much. I thought you'd give it a six. Uh, and I'm yep. not even faking the funk. I, I pretty much, I usually. I'm telling you, as soon as you said 6.5, I'm like, here we go again. Yep. 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 Six. Six. But, six yeah. point five and a seven. Yep. Point five gang, we call yes. ourselves. You know, yes, we're always apart we by point five. Well, the next one though, Reggie, I think me and you are going to be right on the money. I think Eric liked it a little more than us. What do you think of that? What do you oh, think? Oh, well, interesting. Is there a song for this one, Reggie? Uh, there is a song. Oh. And, and I'm going to tell you, you guys are going to love this song. But uh, is, it, is it to Facts of Life? Because I always like that one. 
I did that one once before, but no, I know it's you not. That's I'm why I like for it. a repeat. Yeah, that was a, a classic. No, this is uh, Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love, book two, written by Sarah Vaughan, art by Lan Medina and Jose Villarubia. Villarubia. I was working in the mansion late nice. one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. Two spooky ghosts I could not surmise, and suddenly, to my surprise, it was Dead Man. It was my pal, Dead Man, old Boston Grant, holding Adelia's hand. It was was Dead dead Man. man. Then we came up with a plan, that daddy man, to learn about the man she had. Now Adelia (laughs) held the key to its storied past and told me some stuff that left me aghast. I did library research, the things I found, and Dead Man was pretty much standing around. It was Dead Man. Dead Man. Uh, it uh, was my pal, Dead Man. Oh, Boston, Boston Brand. Brand. He only wants to understand. It <laughs> was Dead Man. Though so he appreciates the look, that Daddy Dead Man. <laughs> why he's even in this comic book. Oh, wow. 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 Ah, yes. I wish I didn't like your song so much because now I'm in a I good mood. I was sitting here doing the twist the whole time. I'm in a good mood and I, I'm not really in a good mood about this book because. Well, let's book, open the book and get into a real there, bad There's nothing in this really to be a bad mood about. It's pretty straightforward and you go in knowing what you're going to get you out of it. You know what? There's a bad mood because I don't know why it exists. I said it last time. <laughs> this book drives me nuts. This is why one is of those Dead things Man where. in this book? I don't know. No because I'm he's trapped. It. You know what else drives me nuts? All these other reviewers. Woo, this Dead Man. I love that Dead Dead man, boy, I, I'm getting my dosage of dead man. Uh, what are you getting? Nothing. This is nothing. You're getting your dosage of Baronese. Like what you're getting. Man. Yeah. You know, Baronese. doesn't even have like the, the dead man accent where he talks like he's from Boston. They always used to make him, you know, kind yeah. of talk like this or whatever. You know, he doesn't even do that. It's, it's so, all I get he is literally that like, stands around and watches hey, shit happen. This this interface and is wicked hard. Does he say that at all? Is he? You know, no, I don't. Remember I didn't even that, know that dead man could kind of a. Uh, Meld with another dead person. I, that's yeah, how that much was, I, that's new. That's new. Okay, that was so yeah, that's I what say, this it, is. What gets me mad because I didn't think seems, he could I'm do though, that. It seems like something dead man would be able to do to a degree, uh, though. I it, think it that they would explain it. It's like a variation it. of his power that does not bother me. I would, yeah, I would it would actually really explain it that this much, person though. has not crossed over to the other side, and that's why he can do that because it's a trap soul. I, I still sure, think it's bullshit. I just really. This is Dead Man, the the forbidden love of the dark mansion of of forgotten yeah. dreams or whatever. There's no Dead Man. He's just standing around, floating around, moping Jim. around. Floating He's just around. moping around, and also he, he literally just watches shit happen yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. That's all these stairs. Yep. Why? What's going on? I don't know. Nothing. Let, Nothing's let going poor on. Dead Man, like rest, like let him go hang out in another room while you guys dick around with these old again, like artifacts. This is like, this is three issues. They are oversized, but I, you know, the thing that I wanted to know was why he's trapped in the mansion, and you you don't even get any sort of uh, idea that they've even remembered that kind of in here, except when Berenice goes out and he's just looking out the window like a kid yeah. who's fucking grounded, can't go out now, and play and football. When when you guys went into this issue, did you remember what happened at the end of the last Fuck issue? No, I didn't know what anything. I. I, I couldn't remember I'm like, anything okay, from last issue. Okay, they were swallowed issue. by darkness. Okay, yeah. I think I got that. Oh, All this right, whole issue was them talking about this darkness. Uh, you have what's her name, Berenice's fucking boyfriend, writing that book. And at the point, I got a little interested because it seemed like he was up to no good in that room. Like shit was right. going bad. Oh in yeah, that room. shit's going bad in that room. You're not. I don't think to there study. is now. 
because he just finished the book. Uh, you know, what is he? Uh, the but then they're going to go and could... it's going to be like all work and no play makes something something, yeah, you yeah, know? something, <laughs> something go crazy. <laughs> go crazy. All I can think of is that he's at this mansion, the, the boyfriend, to channel this fucking old spirit that killed the, what's her name? I, I don't even care. <laughs> That's really the nonsense. issue. Is that is that there, there's a story with this this uh, woman Adelia. Apparently, she was maybe killed in the house, and the guy that built it, Glencourt Manor, he left. And, Edward Ruskin. Yeah, yeah Edward had, Ruskin well, must have killed her. They never found the body. So but it's now still, Baroness trying to find out Baroness, about it. It's, yeah. It takes way too long. And it's to a Dahlia, right? It's a Dahlia. So the, the is that what it's a Dahlia? Yeah. A Yeah, and yeah. and she is a trap spirit because you know she can't move on because her either because of remains or whatnot or she was killed in yeah she doesn't even way. remember that she was killed yeah yeah I, and you know dead man at one point he kind of melts with her. yeah he melds with her and they see you know there was a knife involved and shit like that and it's just like i'm like i, I i'm telling you i would stay so clear of this book if it wasn't for this <laughs> podcast anybody who oh. listens to the podcast and sits there I, people will say to us occasionally like oh man you guys work so hard you know i really envy you guys not envy but i you know i appreciate the hard work you do please think of this book fucking reading this i'm downstairs reading it and i'm like what the fuck am i all reading right. this fucking okay, i want the time even, back even with your problems with all that you got to admit this was a quick read it's boring it it's was quick. Quicker Here's than the, the thing. One it's one of those there. where it's a quick read. Quick. It's a quick read, but it's not as quick because I just I was bored. I, I don't even get well, what I mean, this book is supposed to be doing. Let me pick apart one scene and why why this is sort of boring is okay. You know, the guy comes out of his office says I'm uh I'm actually this isn't is this when he says he's done with the book in the beginning? No, no. In the beginning, later. it's where he just like comes out to t- see what yeah. he's up to. He just comes out to say hello. He goes back in. And then, uh, you know, Dead Man and, and Adelaide, Adelie, whatever, Adeline, they're Adelia. on the floor. That, Adelia, Adelia. They've been all knocked out. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh. Berenice, says, Berenice says, I'm going to the library. And then it takes her three yeah. pages to leave. Yeah. It and, then it, and then she has to go through the... To leave the fucking mansion. Then it's the, the fucking best. Swiss Family Robinson through the leave goddamn the fucking... Then, then she's the over boulders. Mansion. She's climbing up trees. The best part of this is I didn't realize what she was doing because when Nathan walked, like right before Nathan walked in, there was this blast of energy that knocked Adelia and Dead Man out. So she's got to play like nothing's wrong because Nathan can't see these ghosts. She can. And then as soon as like he leaves, like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. She's like, cool. I got to get my purse. And then they just follow her up to a room, which they cannot enter because this part of the house yeah. was built. Yeah, that was built Adelia later. Died. And that's a big call and, out where yeah, you're gonna, that's yeah. going to come to play. But it takes all these pages for her yeah, to go it takes first, and, five or six pages. And yeah. then we find out, oh, I'm going to the library. I hope you guys are cool while I'm gone. I'm like, what? You, yeah. you could have told them before they followed you up here what your plans were because I nobody knew that you no, were planning on leaving. No, you could have written all of this out of it and you wouldn't have lost anything. No. You, you know, they get knocked down. The boyfriend got – you didn't need any of this nonsense. It really is. And I do like it, what it made me laugh. Up. It, it was a lot of filler in this book. I'm telling you, though, it's fast as hell to read, though. I did yeah, not because, mind it just well, because – most of the pages are three panels. Then you have really big panels. Like narration, in yeah. yeah. At one point, you have a thing where uh, – 
that the boyfriend's going to go back, hey, you know what, I'm going to go write my book, uh, I got something to tell you later, and then you have a full panel of her watching him leave to go back yeah. in that room. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> really? Why? And that's when you said, and even at the point where you had that thing where uh, Berenice has to kind of play it cool, she really doesn't. The boyfriend can't see that. You don't have to pretend. He's like, who, you've been busy. <laughs> like, I wish I was. I wish I was too busy to read this. I mean, I gotta it's, go it's do ridiculous. something. It's ridiculous. I, you know? I gotta I mean, go clean out my septic tank. Mood. <laughs> it's, it's just... I understand establishing a mood. Yeah, but yeah. It's too much just standing it's around. Nothing. And... This is a story about Berenice and not Dead Man at all because we have to find yeah. out that she was happy to go to this, like, you know, mansion of forbidden love because it was out in the middle of nowhere yeah. and she could always go outside to the woods where the nature is because she doesn't have to feel the. Like the emotions that people have left behind because nature just is and it's quiet and she likes that whole thing. But we have to spend a lot of time learning about this because the story is really about this Berenice character, which we didn't really care about going into this book because it says dead man. Yeah. 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 Right now, dead man seems to be a – it is bait and switch. It really yeah. is. You're, you're getting in like, oh, man, dead man. There hasn't been a dead man. I, I'm telling you, I listen to other podcasts, and I hear these podcasts talking about this book, and they're going on and on about how great it is to have a dead man book. I don't know what the fuck they're reading. I, I really no, don't. It's, because it's not this is Berenice, Dark Mansion for Ben yeah, But if you like, like this style, story, you know I mean? yeah, and like, if you like this style, like, story. yeah. If you like but, this, you know, this sort of gothic romance type thing, it might be your thing. It's not my thing. Right. That's uh, the thing. You might I like don't it. mind it for that aspect. I actually kind of find the story intriguing, uh, like outside of my normal superhero kind of comics, but no, it is a total bait and switch I think, kind of I idea. I think that less happens in this issue than Harley oh, no. that we just read. Saying, Nothing it, it, happens. It totally does. I'm saying, though, this is a character I don't know. I want to know what this story is about and, and why it and warrants three when fucking oversized books. When does books. this take place? What, what year do you think? Are, it's present I time in my mind. Nah, nah, it, there's nobody that goes to a library and they have a microfiche the fucking thing. Those That's things a, that, are I so you'd out. That though, Jim. Nah, you'd those be like, oh, I remember those. Where are the computers? <laughs> this is such nonsense that you have that. I'm telling you, this is 1985. All of a sudden, it, this mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me, and it just it made me laugh. I'm like, look, that, look it's, an, it's, an an it's an antiquing town. Of course, they'd have microfiche no, at the library. Not at a library. Not at a fucking library. They'd have some fucking, you know. What the hell there was, the was not, I haven't was seen one person the, the on Bob a Newhart phone. Show? What's that? What was the town in the Bob Newhart show? I don't remember. That little for fucking Vermont town, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, that, this is pretty much where that's at in my mind. Yeah, and yeah, that was also, cool. you know, that town today wouldn't have that thing. It wouldn't be like in the Bob Newhart show. Time has drawn. Hey, there it is. She goes from that to reading a newspaper. Who's reads newspaper? Berenice. She's old school. She's a there hipster. She is. She is old school. I, I'm seeing there. I don't see anybody on a cell phone or a tablet in the whole goddamn thing. It might be a nice town. Yeah, antiques. Then she goes and visits her fucking buddy. I gotta find yeah. out what that town was, the Bob Newhart show. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I don't think whatever. She goes to the <laughs> antique store. She goes to the antique store and uh, sees her uh, her fella. What? Sam. <laughs> I, Sam. What's his name? Sam. Not a fella, by the way. It's, it's not. Another it's, gender fluid. It's a, a gender uh, person. fluid person. Uh, and that's fine. It's and this is another weird, scene that takes too fucking long. It takes it forever. Is, it goes. I'm standing around in this bowl. It's like four pages, five pages. Yep. Six pages of Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, yep. And then out of nowhere, she has a what she thinks might be a premonition or a dream of them kissing, and then she freaks out, wow. leaves, and then he says, I'm going to take you home. No, no, that wouldn't be a great idea. Oh, yeah, maybe it will be. And then they go off. 
Wow, she must be psychic that she's huh? thinking about kissing the, the the person she has feelings for. Wow, yeah, that's really, amazing. that so must be ghostly. a psychic deal. Her, yeah, you know, she's having visions of the of the person has feelings for her. Yeah. Oh well, I guess yeah. that's uh, never have that, that would have been you know, useful when, in high school. Yeah, yeah something really. like that. Yeah, that kind of but, premonition. And you know what, Reggie? Though it wasn't the Bob Newhart show. That's the original one. I'm thinking Newhart itself. Yeah, no, oh, really? What was the town? It doesn't tell me here. Fuck, it just says a small rural town in Vermont. I'm going to say <laughs> Montpellier. He works at the Stafford Inn, I know that, so I'm thinking think it's it Stafford. Montpellier? It's been a Mont- long time since I watched New Newhart. Well, should remedy that. I'm I just agree. paging through this book as we go and just shaking my head. That's I'm talking about Newhart. I'm shaking my head at you guys. That right there shows you how interesting this fucking thing is. I'll, I'll just I'll just wrap it up. Uh, you know they they go they go back to Glencord Manor. Berenice goes in. She's all excited that Sam's gonna look at this uh, whatever the fuck some old artifacts from from uh, what's her name Adelaide Idly Adelia Adelia. <laughs> And, right there. Uh, now, I just want to point out something. Reggie, you are uh, usually good with names. I fuck I them up all the time. This shows how disinterested you are in this book. I'm like, I don't really yeah, give a you shit. You don't care. Uh, but when they get back, Nathan is uh, he's there to tell Berenice and, of course, Sam that not only has he finished the and first it's Sam, why book, did I think you said Sav? No, it's, it's like it's, Sav it's Raka, Sav, the Eagles exactly. punter. It's I Sam. Thought, I don't even know. I, I read was, this book. It's Sam like Gold Bond ointment cream or yeah, something. I, I want my, uh, I want my life back, <laughs> dead man. Now they can move back to the city, which is what. Did you want to go watch some Newhart? Yes. <laughs> Anything. He, he proposes marriage, and when yes. he does, a demon shows up and menaces him. And yeah, that demon uh, doesn't like marriage. It, see, the demon I, I turns out to be. It turns out to be Brandon. It's Brandon and Eric are the demon. I don't, again, the scene goes on forever. I was, I was actually thinking during the scene, though, because the, the ground starts shaking. Like I was started, I was wanting to think to myself, because you could see all the ghostly shit going on around. I was actually curious that they didn't do like a scene by itself without the ghost, because Sam's like an earthquake here, and freaking uh, Berenice is having visions of what the fuck's going on. And in the end, the darkness swarms. And I think to myself, from what we get here, that the darkness itself is the anger that uh, Adelia feels yeah, for being murdered. It probably is, because she and gets because upset and sees when the she marriage. Talks and... about, like, exactly. When she sees yeah. something happy going on with uh, romance, she, screams, she, and then shit she screams and goes becomes yeah. this fucking demonic yeah. kind of darkness figure. It's almost it's like, like an enchantress like type Jim. thing. But when Jim sees somebody happy, it just drives him into a, a, a problem. No, rage. no, I, I don't say, No, I immediately start plotting how to make them miserable like me. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. a man of action. I don't just yell and scream. I, I go into, I spring into action here. Now, by the way, this whole sequence of him, uh, gonna ask her, ask Berenice to marry him until the point where the, things calm down to six fucking pages. It, yeah, it's it just, it just time. goes on and on. This is why I think where Eric, a lot of points where you're saying that it, it moves quick, it's because half the time I'm just fucking flying through these pages. <laughs> <laughs> yep, here we go. Six pages. I mean, there are chunks of this book that you can fly through with, where there might be three words. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. I'm done. And then I, you know, but yeah, I, I do think that you're right. Eric, that that's the whole thing is yeah. that when she she senses you know somebody's having a good time where somebody, she didn't she senses somebody having something that she never got to have yeah yeah, yeah. like I, I, when I, I see agree. anybody had that attorney a place that i fucking hate them immediately yeah, really. i never had it no nope. yeah <laughs> it's like you know somebody i see they have a good job and a happy marriage i go nuts uh i get a uh no the one thing with uh this as well though i was really expecting by now 
that her boyfriend was going to get possessed by Baron or uh, Adelia. What's what's her name now? Now I Adelia. forgot Adelia's Adelia. Uh, Adelia's husband, who was the the guy who Edward. I think killed her. Ruskin. Uh, Edward Ruskin. Yeah, I thought that that was what was going to happen as well. Also, it's weird. No, I thought like, it was going to happen. The other thing that's weird about, and it's still May, but the other thing is like Berenice is going through this whole thing and never once like asked to see this book. That her now fiance is writing, like never even a like. Oh, what's it about? And, and, yeah. But not even what it's about. Like she it's is about not my concerned. Ass girlfriend. Yeah, That's right. right. It's about it's about how my nosy ass girlfriend ended up in the fucking bottom of a lake. <laughs> oh jeez, but yeah, uh, it all ends with the guy being attacked by the smoke monster, uh, uh, while Sam and Adelia look. Uh, or not a deal. Berenice look. Uh, I don't know. It's just weird. Shit's all going wrong. I, the yeah. art is okay. I was actually I like more impressed. I was book. actually impressed with it more last issue. I think I've already checked out on that as well. I think parts of it is way off. Dead Man it's looks good. crazy it's, it's, at points. It's inconsistent. That's my. That's yeah, my that's problem. what I'm saying. But, it's know, very in inconsistent. In some scenes it looks great. In some scenes it doesn't look as great. Yeah. Uh, some scenes look a little bit chintzy, and some are so lavishly done it, it like i say it, it runs a, yeah. the gamut and that that yeah, is worse than i think being universally mediocre yeah I, I, it, 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 drove like me that. it really takes you out of it, it there are some um, times where dead man just looks so off to me and, and that's, uh, that's the worst part this is not a de- this is nothing remotely close to a dead man book no 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 he nope. plays no role in this at all i mean he's there but he's yeah not he's there he doesn't do jack though he doesn't do, no, he doesn't do anything so uh, uh, did you? Uh, here's the thing. Now this is uh, it, this is not me being awful either. But uh, when oh, uh, when uh, Berenice went to see Sam in the in the uh, antique the shop. antique shop, did Sam not really go between looking very feminine to looking very masculine between panels? Because that was what really threw me off for the art. Like at points, look, and I don't know if that's on purpose because of you know his whole concept yeah. there, but uh, it just seemed odd. Uh, the way it was drawn, and, and it, even at points where the books seemed like different artists were jumping on. I, I don't know. I just it was very inconsistent to me. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I gave it, give it a uh, five point five out of ten. Yeah, I, I I have to give it a five. A fuck you five. I, Whoa, I a fuck I, you yeah, five. It's a fuck you five. Mainly because. It is a, a fucking complete lie. We have people yelling about, like you, not yelling, but you had the Aquaman cover. Oh, look, you had the cover, and that wasn't uh, – this is way beyond that sort of bait and oh, switch. Yeah. This is such nonsense that this is a dead man. This is a comic that should not even be – this should be an independent comic about Berenice. There shouldn't sure. be any dead man. She could be there and be somebody that can see dead people. Dead man could yeah. be taken out That'd of this, cool and it comic. would not change Anything, yep. but because so he's there, be a horror comic for image yeah. to be part and because yeah. he's and it's more and it's Even like a yeah, it's like a thriller sure. deal, a, a horror thriller type spiritual deal. But with Dead Man in, not only then does scenes get extended because you have to force him into them, but it's just nonsense the whole time, and it, it drives me nuts. But yeah, fuck you, five. What'd you give it? Right there? Right. I uh, I like the art in this book. I I found myself really enjoying it. And even though this is not a dead man book, this is complete bait and switch. I find myself actually curious to see how they're going to end it. And I don't mind reading it. So like I have to break our goddamn variation, our scores though. But I would give it a six point three out of ten. Yeah, I, I six point three. This, yeah, this I'm saying though, this issue <laughs> Very was a lot. He's a giving lot it a six point three two five. 
Well, yeah. I was gonna give it a six point five, but I thought Jim might freak the fuck out about that, so I went I'm down telling, two points. Six three, I'm about to come over and fucking slice your throat. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm, I'm about that, to kill I, you. I, I'm still interested in the story, but this issue, like I gave the last issue a seven. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of filler to this that was not needed, and that's yeah. what brought my score down. Now but again, if, if you're really, if you're gonna, if we're gonna get down in the nitty, the nitty gritty, this is the second issue of a three issue deal. Usually yeah. you're going to have a lot of filler in that second issue. This is the transition. For, you know what I mean? It's going to be a lot yeah, of setup. But it's double size, filler, so it's like but double Jesus filler. Christ, you know? <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's so filling. This could so easily have just been a, a uh, you know 22-page book or whatever, yeah. or 32-page altogether. Uh, it's it's just it's it's bloated. It's uh, and the story to me isn't that great, and it really pisses me off that the bait and switch with Dead Man. But yeah, agreed, that's really what, with, that's why it gets the fuck that, you five from me. Taking that away, though, I don't mind a story. I want to see where yeah, it goes. That's Dead the Man problem, does not though. do shit in this Yeah, I book. can't take that away. I, I really can't. I can't. This would be like having Death of Hawkman, and Hawkman's only there working a hot dog stand in the background. It really is nonsense. But uh, we're going to move on to a book that Reggie wants to talk a little bit about and kind of give mm. his synopsis of uh, what it's been uh, throughout its run because it, it actually is continuing. We're talking about Flintstones. It's yep. continuing, but not in Reggie's world. Not me. I am leaving the book after six issues, right? Yep, that's right. I'm going to leave uh, Flintstones after this issue, which is The Flintstones, number six, written by Mark Russell, art by Steve Pugh and Chris Chuckry. That's great. It starts with a milkshake made by an epileptic snake. It's living is all he says. Listening to Sargon, he's been working hard on certain calculations, looking at creations, double-checking compute, refute, resolute, mouthlings, hatching, trust in the apocus, uh-oh, this means go boom, real soon, like tomorrow, don't follow, it's a horror some, there's some drama in the comet, bearing down the planet, breathing down your, your neck. neck, it's the end of my time reviewing Flintstones, and I feel faith in my time reviewing Flintstones, <laughs> And I feel the end of my time reviewing Flintstones, and I, I feel, feel fine. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, that's basically just just real quick about what happens in this book is that their fake Carl Sagan thinks he he computes on an abacus that a comet is going to destroy bedrock and the Earth. So everyone acts like Carl maniacs. Sagan rock. He's it's Carl Sargon is why I mentioned okay. him. Yeah. Oh. Um. So. Everyone in town, everyone in Bedrock goes ballistic. They do the last things they want to do. They tell each other off. They rob shit. They're like having sex in the streets and whatever else. And then it turns out Buffalo he was wrong. There. He turns out really. he was wrong. And, and like just like in all Flintstones, though, like in the in a cartoon, if that happened, he would be wrong and everything would go back to normal. But here, it, it goes wrong, and then you see that everyone has to face each other the next day, and it's all really <laughs> awkward. And like, there's a whole thing where Slate invited all of his employees over, and they all like dismissed him and he was he was lonely and now he's like pissed off at them and it's it's shitty at work plus there's a whole like scene in here where you see how the animals that act as appliances in the flintstone world yeah. live like a pathetic horrible existence you know they're they're like based they're they're little more than just like unpaid slaves and it's they, about they hate time them. someone told us the truth yeah so, really so what so really i mean that that's that's basically what this issue was in, in a nutshell and, and it was it was okay it was not the best of the series i thought the last one was probably the best one this one was still good. It actually was different than the solicit, so something weird happened. But 
I just want to say that, you know, when I started this series, I, you know, as, as we've said before, I picked up the series because no one else wanted it. I was like, I'll yeah. take the one you guys don't well, want. We, yeah, remember we, we had kind of up for grabs for the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Yeah. And uh, you were late to the chat, and you got what was left, but I think you got the best one. I was, yeah, fine, uh, I was fine with that. I said, I'll take, you know, you, a lot of guy, other guys, a lot of other people wanted something specifically, and I didn't really care. So I took this, and at Not first this I, guy. I saw it yeah. as a... Uh, Eric stayed I, clear. Fuck yeah. Hanna-Barbera. I'm here for superheroes. You didn't take nothing. But, uh, you know, at first I saw it as just kind of a modern extension of the show. It was a lot, kind of lighthearted stories that seemed to wrap up in one issue. Uh, and they all still do wrap up in one issue, but they all seem like just kind of lighthearted, same kind of shit. But Not over last time, issue. Over time, it's become like, yeah, this examination of society, and it's this acute, dark look at society that, that says things about us that we might not really want to face. And uh, it's was such a weird, subtle change over six yeah. issues to go from something where I wouldn't have given this to a kid, but I would have given this to you know a 13-year-old, you know, oh, a, yeah. Yeah. a junior high school. I still would. It's not like there's, there's, not like there's something horrible for them, but now it has the stark truths of reality, namely that... There is no such thing as fate, and we are alone, and, you know, there's no... There is no God! God. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, these are things you usually don't learn until you're, like, you know, 21, 22, and here you you have the chance to learn... That's when when you give up, when you learn that shit. You give up. That's that's And once you give up like that, it's so annoying to see those people who haven't given up yet. They're like, you son of a bitch. Uh, The one thing, it made me laugh, because I do like that concept of, you know, they think the world's going to end, and we had had a thing... I forget why. Why were we going around, Eric, and asking – at one point that became a topic. Oh, it was uh, 2012 when, when all that shit. And, oh, 2012, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and people were going around uh, kind of saying what they would do at, at our work. Like, oh, you know, yeah, what would you do? It, and it me was and very Eric, scary how much oh, rape yeah. was talked yeah. about. Rape was ba- basically the most prominent thing and, from and the guys they would I come up to it. asking. Yeah, uh, oh, me and Eric, scary. all <laughs> mine was, uh, I told Eric I'd, I'd break into the, the fucking snack machine. That was basically my whole thing. <laughs> I'd break into the snack machine and eat a bunch of snacks because the world's going to end. It, we had at least three guys tell us specifically who they were going to rape and how they were going to rape them, and we got all oh. freaked out. And that was yep. pretty much right when I started working uh, at at our job. Around then, and I was like, "What the? I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm still." And I yelled at you. I said, "What did I tell you about talking to these fucks?" Yeah, yeah because people <laughs> would come over. I'm like, "Oh," and they would say to me, "Like, what would you do if then?" I'm like, "I'd break in the snack machine. I got my eye on that fucking Reese's peanut butter cup. I'm not gonna pay fucking a dollar twenty five for that shit. I'm gonna wait till I can just break it open." Yeah, you know who I'd rape. <laughs> like I, if it's not me wow. or any, I don't care. I'm out. Yeah, really. They uh, told uh, me I, you don't need to hear this. It's bad. We really go through our week where I'm telling you, it's not a full week until we hear about somebody wanting to rape another person. It's never wow. like, man, I'd like to date them. It's all rape. Well, I have a feeling These a lot of the guys work, assholes. but they don't. There's no hope of them dating anybody. So I think that's no, they go, they're they mostly married. Right the, yeah, they're mostly oh, okay. married guys who are they, crazy. They still go right to the rape well. That's great. Yeah. Right? yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the one guy at work this week was telling the retarded guy was telling him how he's going to take these martial arts classes and become a UFC fighter because he can get money. Yeah. Oh. Yep. 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 Fair enough. And uh, I, I'm I'm not a, a mean fella. Eric, how how angry <laughs> did I get? You're not a mean fella. No, I'm not a mean fella to people in person. I usually try to be, you know, somewhat nice. 
He this guy he comes up and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I talk to this guy. He's going. I have to pay him eighty dollars, and then I'm going to be in the UFC. And I, first off, I said, right now, me and you are going out back, and we're, I'm going to beat the fucking living shit out of you, and you will. Fu- I'll kill you. And he's like, wow. oh no, no. And then I just started screaming. At Eric had to walk away. I was screaming wow. at the top of my lungs at this <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, I actually put, I burned my eyes down and walked the fuck yeah. away because I could not do it. I was screaming. Eric, you got to record these things. This I was is when so you pull angry. Out the old, uh, I told him. Yeah, I, I told him. You punch me in the face. I wanted him to punch me in the face so I could fuck. I fucking kill him. And he's like, he's a twenty. What is he? Probably twenty two now. Twenty three. Twenty four. Uh, the guy is the biggest pussy I've ever met in my life. He comes in oh, yeah. all the time saying that somebody has beat him up from his girlfriend to his son to his brother. He's always hurt, but yet he's going to be in the UFC. He's going to be a millionaire. So angry. I'm getting angry about it now. The fucking guy. <laughs> fucking, I'm telling you, I wanted him to punch me in the goddamn face, and then I would have killed him. I'd be in jail now. Podcast over. And then again, I said earlier, somebody punches you, you're, you're allowed to kill him, right? Isn't, no, that, isn't that what they say? I don't, I don't, I don't Plus, think that's... When I, when I, but when I go into work, I yell, hey, this is my house, and you're allowed to kill somebody who comes in your house, right? Nope. I see. No, I don't I, think I, so. I don't have an out there. Oh. I can't. I can't just. Also, I don't people. see. I don't see why you think you being in prison precludes you being from the podcast. We do have well, a rant and rave line. That is just true. Call in. Use your I phone call, call every day to That'd call into the, the rant and rave line. That would. You be know good. what grinds my gears? My cellmate. Yeah, he grinds my gears every night at ten thirty, and that's not my rant. That's actually oh, a rave. Oh my aching gears! Oh, that's a rave, baby. Oh goodness. Uh, well, Reggie, you want to tell us what you gave? Uh, you want to you want to give a score for this issue? I really, well, I, I gave the same score for this issue, but I definitely did bump it up like I do often at the end of a yeah. series. I gave it a, a eight out of ten. Okay. Which I, what would you I, say I, I, in general for the series? I would say in general, I would say an eight out of ten. Eight really, out of this 10. issue, to be honest, probably I should give it a, a seven point five. It really is not amazing. It's all right. It's got a couple of good jokes in it. Eric overall, said probably a seven point three. Would be better, right? Probably, yeah. You would, fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, it's this. This series has surprised me, and it is more than than you expect it to be. I don't know if I would walk around recommending it to people. In fact, at one time I said, if you're a Flintstones fan, you know, check it out. Now I'm like, eh, maybe if you're a Flintstones fan, you don't want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of takes these characters another way, but, but it's if definitely. It, I, would you say that if you were a Prez fan, that you might want to check this out? It would be closer. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's like a more of a vertigo type. Because Mark Russell, he kind of is going to me. This is like his uh, his second chance when Prez yeah. got canceled. He's on this, and he's kind of going that whole route as well. No, that was a great double shot the last time we talked about this and had Prez right before it. Yeah. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to move on to well, – I just, uh, just want to say I want to oh. tell people, though, that uh, oh. Flintstones will still be reviewed <laughs> on the site. Ooh. Oh. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. So it will still be reviewed. Dylan from DC Bros Podcast is going to be reviewing it yep. from the site. So I, I hand it over to him. He takes the baton, and I hope he does the town of Bedrock some justice. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> look at you. Go. But yeah, we're going to move on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, we're going to move on to the next bit, which, Reggie, you are going to be talking with Chris. Uh, uh, doing the Young Animals book, uh, Shave the Changing Girl. I know that a lot of people, uh, I, I heard a lot of hype for Shave the Changing Girl at first. That kind of seems like Doom Patrol is gathering hype as it goes on. It's a snowball all I down see the is mountain. People are picking up Doom Patrol left yeah. and right now. Yeah, I don't see much about Shade anymore. But before you go, Reggie, I just want to tell you and Chris, you do a bang up job. 
bang up job, Reggie. I just want to stop. You guys do good stuff. I want to stop and tell you that I really, really enjoy it. I I really do. Excellent. Thanks very much, Jim. I just want to say, I just want to tell you this. I I, I don't often get to tell you this. I just want to let you know, okay? And I tell Eric all the time. I get to tell Eric how great a job, a bang up job he does all the time. Thank you, baby. Yeah. You hear him over there? <laughs> Fucking nonsense. But yes, we're going to go <laughs> off to uh, Reggie's Young Animal Set. Well, Reggie and Chris's Young Animal That's Set. Right. And I, sometimes I, I slip a little there. I don't want to slip. I don't want to slip. And, and, you know, I love it. I love it, Reggie. Can you tell? I do. I can. You're very, very sincere. I like that. I am always sincere. I am always <laughs> sincere. Uh, did I ever tell you about Sally Starr? Have you ever heard uh, about Sally Starr? I don't. Maybe I something about yeah a my local. My grandfather fucked her. Oh, so, and, is that and, right? Well, yep, and my my old boss fucked her ooh. as well. Uh, but we would never segue into a comic oh. section talking about Sally Starr because that causes uh, trouble. I'll never Toby's I'll section. never hear from you again, Reggie. Now, That's also right. before before we do go, actually, I do want to say that you should check out Reggie on Thursday on her Mixler channel. I'll talk about it earlier in the podcast as well, but since I have you here, Reggie, I just want to mention that you were rave reviews. And I actually, I can't even, and Eric, we don't even have to say we heard you do good stuff. I was going to say, I can't say I listen to the whole show. I was there. I, I was actually there as well. And at one point, Reggie, I think I made, did I tell you, I think I screwed you. Uh, remember that, that one point when you ended up going, uh, it was silent. Where you had some technical right, right, difficulty. Right. I think I accidentally logged in <laughs> to the account. Oh, really? Well, I wanted to listen to it on my phone while I was doing some stuff. And I ended up pl- putting the app on for the phone. And I it think I logged, logged myself in, yeah. in and it, it made me be, you know, it kind of took you out of the deal. I was like, That'd I think cool I if you just came that. on and you were like, I'm Spoon James. And yeah, I'm and here I, to say. Or that or I'm yelling at my kids. But yeah, yeah I loved better. it. And it is, it's Reggie's Rap Attack and it's on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Reggie is the professor of rap music. And yep, I, I really professor had a lot of time. And if you are listening, again, I'm going to be, put, I pushed this earlier in the <laughs> podcast, but uh, if you are interested, come on Mixer because everybody gathers in the chat room. It's a lot of fun. Reggie he yep. sits there and drops knowledge. And, and we all have shows except Eric. Eric is still trying to figure out his show. No, it's just that I didn't thing. know we were doing that like that all of a sudden. Yeah, well, we you are. Know, you went on out the, of nowhere. Yeah, we're, we're doing that to the point where every night is taken now. So, Eric, you're going to have to <laughs> jump on the goddamn thing. We have six shows scheduled for next week now. Be, the the thing is taken off. But yeah, we're going to go off to Reggie and Chris. Once in every lifetime, comes a love like this. Oh, I need you, you need me. Oh, my darling, can't you see? Young one, darling with a young one. A young one, shouldn't be afraid to live. Welcome back to the Young Animals segment. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And, uh, you know, you hear us every time. There is a Young Animal book on uh, coming out this week on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. And even when there isn't a Young Animal book, you still hear us doing something. Uh, as you heard last <laughs> week, we did the uh, 
Shade, the Changing Woman, and uh, Doom Patrol issues 100. Yep. Uh, I was glad to see that kind of tripped a couple of people up. They thought it was a straight review I at first. Thought it was legit. Yep. Until <laughs> got, you know, which I thought was pretty interesting. That means that they were first of all totally fine with the date being uh, 2024. <laughs> but uh, you know, it all you know, it all starts out. They were perfectly fine with like Squirrel Girl being on the Doom Patrol and mm-hmm. uh, Marvel having sold, uh, having bought DC, but licensed the characters to Dark Horse. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that they were all like, I guess I didn't read about that, but all right, that's fine, you know. But uh, bleeding cool is behind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this week we do actually have an actual young animal book that came out, we do. and uh, Chris and I are going to talk about it. What's the book, Chris? This is Shade the Changing Girl number three, written by Cecil Castellucci, with art by Molly Zarcon and Kelly Fitzpatrick. Came out the 7th, $3.99 cover price. Now, they say when you fall off a horse, you gotta get back on. But what then, when you almost drown, do you just jump back in? Well, if you're Megan Boyer, better known to us as Shade, that's exactly what you do. It's not what you want to do, it's what you have to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it's not as though the body inhabiting Metton that we know as Loma has anything to worry about. She knows she can swim just fine. It's not until she dives in that she realizes that the body may be willing, but the flesh ain't hers. Uh, during this issue of Shade, we join Loma as she learns that before Shade can find her place in the world, she must find her own place within Shade. Yeah, that's uh, pretty deep stuff. I, you know, I really love the way this book starts. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, you know, Shade, aka Megan, aka Loma, uh, standing on the side of the pool. But all the caption thinking that Loma's doing and explaining that, like you said, she she knows how to swim, mm-hmm. but she has feathers. Yeah, and uh, you know, she doesn't know how to swim in a in a human in a body. human body. So uh, it, it's just it's just it's just one page of pretty cool dialogue and you know art that is shade esque. I think we could call it now. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, let's see here. Yeah, we like you said, shade sitting here poolside. But the funny thing is, her coach, the swim coach, is relentlessly tooting on her whistle, trying to get her to hop in the pool. Yeah. You know, you know, she just came out of a coma. What yesterday? Two days ago? Uh, even if it was a week, I mean, I, <laughs> even if it was I, a month ago, <laughs> you'd think she would get the the rest of the year off at least from the swim team. You know, like, all right, you're off a of PE. You almost died in the pool, uh, but nope, she's uh, got to get back in. You, you son of a gun, you know, get in there. You figure you should be like, ooh, ooh, I got a note. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, doesn't work. So the uh, the coach is kind of a dick. Um, like you said, Loma feels confident. But, uh, you know, she's not in her own body. Uh, Shade jumps in and immediately begins flailing and uh, maybe drowning again, only to be saved by the little girl teacup. Uh, while she flails, the pool becomes uh, infested with that odd, gloppy madness that we become uh, familiar with. Yeah, eyeballs and... And like a weird, bumpy tongue. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it looks like teeth. I'm not sure. But yeah, Yeah. some sort of a goopy monster has appeared in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while she's drowning and Teacup is saving her, the rest of the team laughs at her. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, I wonder, like, was Megan just such a terror that that people hate her? Or do people hate her that caused her to become, you know, an asshole? Yeah. Well, this issue definitely does solidify that people hate her for sure yes uh you know as to the extent of why and you know all the details i I assume that'll come out but 
this one shows that her relationship with pretty much everyone except for her one boyfriend was antagonistic. So yes. as we go on, we'll show more of that. <laughs> now the coach <laughs> starts yelling at her for not being able to swim. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're you're out for today. It's like, That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is this, the army? Yes. Uh, uh, Megan gets approached by her uh, pre-drowning boyfriend, uh, Wes, and he offers to help her swim again. Um, so Shade asks, you know, if I'm such a good swimmer and I'm part of the team, how did I drown? But doesn't get a uh, adequate reply. Yeah. He, he, he gets, she gets three dots, which is, you know. She gets the ellipsis, yeah. Ma- manga for, hmm. <laughs> it's manganese. Yeah. Um, now we get a little bit of psychedelia, and then we meet up with Lapuck and his band on Meta. They they got uh, some good sound, huh? Yeah, seems like it. <laughs> what what is the uh, what is the sound effect here? It's like doot doot doot. Yeah, doot. Yeah. Uh, and they, he's playing what I the instrument that uh, this guy's playing. I don't know what, what it is. A saxophone guitar. Saxophone guitar. Uh, yeah. Something that maybe even like a. Uh, a, a uh, sousaphone in there or something and even even the woman playing some sort of a I don't know what it is and a recorder yeah they go to like the HR Geiger uh, music show or something <laughs> yeah it looks like that <laughs> to be honest what, what she's it looks like what she's playing looks like something you smoke more than you play to be honest with you it does it does <laughs> <laughs> now uh, after the little uh, their rock performance a reporter who Looks like she could be Hellboy's sister, uh, being sniffing around and asks about the whereabouts of the M vest. Uh, Lapuck says he has no idea. He's still hung up on Loma, uh, even though she dumped him for a coat. Uh, <laughs> he tells a, one of his pals that he's got something to show him if he promises not to freak out. I wonder what that could be. Mm. Uh, we shift back to Earth and we uh, we see poor Teacup. She's she's going through her computer. And uh, scrolls through a bunch of uh, nasty notes Megan had sent her, or nasty emails. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you save these? Uh, there's so many of them, too. It's there unbelievable. Are. And, like, the titles are uh, K- Kill Yourself, I'll yes. Tell Everyone I Have Pictures of You, Grow Gills Next Time. It <laughs> must is, be hard being must ugly. Must be hard being <laughs> ugly. It's, uh, a cups, you have teacups, something like that. It's like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like, like, what, every day she were Several times a day. Several times a day. Good God. These people, you know, I tell you, teenagers have a lot of free time. Too much free time to be harassing each other this much, you know. They do, and too much much data on their phones. Yeah, really. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, we shift over to the cool kids sitting on a uh, sitting on a uh, couch like they're sitting at the the, the central park on Friends or something. They're uh, discussing Megan, and the old boyfriend is there. Asked, and he's asked why he still digs her. Doesn't really have an answer. No. Uh, we go back to Shade as she returns home, and uh, she decides, or Loma decides, that it's time to perform some metan meditation. Uh, to, and she goes up to her bedroom to do so, but uh, <laughs> drops a weird bit of a pseudo talk towards her parents as she walks in, and they claim that they don't they don't understand her anymore. And the father says, oh, "I never understood her." So we get an idea that the uh, the family life isn't that tight. No, and and this metan meditation is really illuminating too. It's she kind of goes into. Uh... I guess even we'll talk about it in a minute, but you know, goes into her memories. I, I really like in this first part of it, though. This definitely is a nod to Windsor McKay, don't you think? 
I you think see, so. Do you see what I'm talking about? Just the way her face is. I might be reading so much into it, but just that. I kind of wish they had carried it along more. Uh, some mm-hmm. other pals like that, but anyway. Looks like Little Nemo in Slumberland. That's what all I'm getting at, slightly. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, we, uh, this, is, this is, like you said, this is very, very well done. The, uh, the panel progression is cool here because, mm-hmm. you know, we actually get, we get the, uh, the idea that there's actually movement. You know, we got Loma crawling into the mouth and going and actually like walking or floating through these memories. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very nice expositional tool where like we're getting this background, but it's entertaining and it's not it's not an info dump um, or it is an info dump, but it's disguised as storytelling. It is exactly just, and, just fine. Yeah. And it's like your eye has to do something instead of just read text. You know, your eyes. Yeah, you're actually around. traveling. You're yeah. seeing scenes happen. So it's cool. Yeah, we go all the way back to her uh, young childhood, and uh, she's scared of monsters under a bed, and her, her mom's kind of an asshole to her, saying, yeah. don't be stupid, <laughs> or, or, or you're stupid. There's no, no such thing as monsters. Um, now, we see her mom being an asshole to her, and the next scene, we see her being an asshole to Teacup. Says that, uh, you know, I'm in charge here. You do what I tell you. If I tell you to drown, you drown. Uh <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, we get a little we get a little bit with her and her uh, boyfriend. Uh, we get them uh, kind of having a good time on the bed and then pointing up to Maz. Yeah, I kind of uh, see maybe what he sees in her now is that she <laughs> is that she she'll lie on the bed with him and straddle him. But, you know, I, I don't want to. This isn't sex happening, but it's teenage makeout time, and you, I start yeah. to see his interest in this. There you go. <laughs> uh, now, just before we get to the good stuff here, the meditation is interrupted. She's got to go walk the dog. Uh, yeah, so she uh, goes outside, and as luck would have it, it's the same time that her next-door neighbor, River, is throwing out the garbage. Um, since uh, he's the only person that could even be bothered to be semi-nice to her, she asks him for information on her prior life. She wants to know, you know, why, what, what is this? What's going on with this body? Uh, he uh, reluctantly shows her the uh, Megan Boyer Toxic Human Safe Space fake book page. Unbelievable. Uh, wow. Yes. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure these things exist in the real world, which is kind of precious, isn't it? It is very much so, yeah. But, you know, this uh, <laughs> you know, this whole thing with her, her neighbor, too, like being kind to her, I think it's because he doesn't really know her. Right? He yes, he's, he, uh, he's new, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess he's new to the neighborhood, and I, it, seems yeah. like, it seems like he knows about her enough to have wanted to avoid her, but he doesn't know enough about her to, like, First you know, hand, yeah. exactly, I don't think she's ever done anything to him. I also, no. the fact that he's, is Die Die My Darling a band now, or is that just the Misfits song, do you think? He's wearing a Die Die My Darling sweatshirt. I'm, that's probably the Misfits song, right? I was curious, anyway, yeah, I would, yeah. I would think so, but I'm, it was, uh... It's not seeing the Misfits skull. I wasn't sure what to make of it. That's true. That wasn't there. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, copywritten. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, on this fake book page, uh, classmates or uh, acquaintances with Megan share their horror stories with their dealings with her. And three of them are uh, editors on this title. Uh, oh, <laughs> we yeah. Get, uh... I didn't realize that. Holy cow. Good. And actually, a lot of them. Becky did the cover. Yep. Gerard yep. It's, uh... Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna go with three here. We got uh, Molly, who I think is probably editor Molly Mahan. She said that Megan dared me to take a cup of water from the toilet she left to turn in. <laughs> God damn, that's weird. Yeah, that's uh, bad. <laughs> Jamie, who I'm guessing is Jamie S. Rich, says she said I was the ugliest on the inside four semesters in a row. Wow. Yes, and uh, Gerard, which is probably our guy, says holler if she had incriminating pictures of you. Anyone know how to hack her computer? Wow. 
So uh, yeah, she's a. Uh... She's not well liked. She's not well regarded, and uh, she's left an impression on a lot of different people. <laughs> not, a, not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> now, moving into here is where this is where I, I kind of got lost here. Um, we get this strange scene where you know uh, Shade is still looking at the computer screen, but inside her head, I guess, we got Loma hanging out in a desert with like Thelma and Louise or something. Um, they're, they're drinking. Uh, what are they drinking, like martinis, martinis or whatever? Yeah, some sort of mart, or maybe a cosmopolitan. I'm not sure. Maybe no, it looks like yeah. a martini because it has olives. In that glass, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, there's a mushroom cloud explosion on the horizon, and then Megan starts to seize. Yeah. Uh, the uh, madness begins infiltrating River's bedroom, and uh, now we know that River can see it. This, he sees this goop. This was such an important scene. This little stupid yes. panel is like the question we've had all along. Like, do people mm-hmm. see this stuff? And yeah. Yes, uh, you know, I, and or at least the, he does. Well, that's true. It could it could just be him. Maybe it's just people that you know already don't hate her can see it, or so, some sort of he has mm. a special ability. Also, I still I don't get the impression like so when she has the seizure, you can see fingers coming through the floor. There's an eyeball. There's goop yep. kind of rising behind him. I don't get the impression he sees the extent of it, or maybe he doesn't see what we're seeing exactly, but. It's enough that he knows there's some goop. There's something. There's some, something going on. Something yeah. weird has happened. It's it's so it's so hard to explain because you know you're so used to what you see on panel is. Yeah. You know that's if if you see it and, and if it's invisible you you draw it with a dotted outline. You know sure, that's, sure. that's how we do it. You know. <laughs> uh, but you know pretty much you know what you see what what the action everyone can see it. But it, there seems to be a the, the line is blurred here. Like we can see things that. Not everyone, I think, is seeing it in the same way, and uh, yeah. hopefully this. And that's going to become clear towards the end of the issue. Definitely, gonna, yeah, it will. <laughs> that becomes a very vital point. Um, now, you know, he he holds this stuff in his hand. He's like, "What is this?" And she just goes, "It's your room." Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if she realizes he can't see it, or maybe she can't see it. Who knows? Maybe the madness makes it so she can't see this stuff. Um, I don't even know. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> now we uh, we fly back to Meta, and uh, Lapuck shows his buddy what he's got, and it's Loma under glass. Uh, Loma wearing the M vest, actually under glass. The pair try to break into this tomb where she lays, and their muscle and their flamethrowers and all their stuff doesn't doesn't prove to be enough. So they call in Grimace from McDonald Land, otherwise known <laughs> as Thump. <laughs> and uh, you know their combined muscle. We it's it's left to our imagination if they're able to get in, or maybe it'll continue next issue. Yeah. Uh, we pop back to uh, to Earth. River is reading about aliens, perhaps thinking that Shade is one. Um, Shade calls her ex-boyfriend Wes and agrees to let him show her how to swim. And the next day is the swim lesson. Uh, Shade proves to be a pretty quick study. Uh, Wes still is hung up on her, wants to get back together. And she claims that while she knows, you know, in her head she only knows that they have some sort of connection, the body remembers him. Hmm. Which doesn't freak him out in the least. No, well, he's probably thinking sex, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I remember that too. Mm-hmm. Dry humping on your bed, woo. <laughs> now, uh, so, this is great. Yeah, some of Megan's uh, teammates enter the scene and they just start bitching her out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you don't belong here anymore. You're gone. You don't. You, you can't hack it anymore. Um, 
At this point, Loma decides to tap into Megan's rage and embraces it, which causes all sorts of madness to fill the scene. And it's a it's a pretty wild scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Shade. Uh, you know, she's in the pool. She begins to hover out of the pool, or at least she's like able to stand on the water. I guess. Yeah. It's or yeah. It's like it's, she's standing on the madness, something like that. <laughs> Maybe. <much>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just pounces on one of the mean girls and just starts beating the hell out of her. Uh, you know, from what we see, she's like, she's just like digging her fingers into her skull. Uh, bugs start crawling out of her mouth. It, yeah. it, it's pretty wild. She's sharing, she's sharing the madness with her is the idea. Yes. But in the next panel, it looks like she's just beating her in the yeah, face. Yeah, from, from what the bystanders can see, it's just she's kind of uh, straddling her and punching her in the face. Um, and you know, it, it, it didn't, it clearly didn't get that wild because the coach just walks in and gives them detention. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, you tried to kill her. Yeah, you have some, have some detention. All right, this is a t- this this coach is tough as nails. Let me tell you, this this is the the original walk it off coach. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Put some dirt on it. Uh, and uh, at this point, Shade begins to feel a hunger for the madness. The madness is calling to her. And I'm hopeful that maybe next issue takes place in detention. Yeah, I, I think I, that could be interesting. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and then see what kind of madness can be infected in there. You know, I, I basically I'm giving this, you know, I'd say six issues to come a lot clearer for me. Yeah, uh, it seems to be going. It's progressing pretty well as we go along. Where I'm learning more each issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, if if by the end of six we're we're still not positive whether <laughs> what the nature of the but you know the way this this last uh, panel is done the way you mentioned, like you say, we see her kind of reach into this girl's skull. And draw her, uh, presumably make her crazy. Uh, and then in the last panel, it's unclear the way she's even holding her head, whether she's crazy or whether she's just... Just shielding herself. Shielding her eyes, you know what I mean? It, it's it's well done in that way. It really could still go either way right now yeah. as to like how much this madness leaks into our reality or you know whatever mm-hmm. it is. So uh, I really appreciated that. Keeps the mystery going. And, uh, sure. But, and, but, but moves it forward at the same time. This, uh, you know, of. we mentioned it before we recorded that I said this issue really helped to put a lot of pieces together for me and kind of solidify the story that's happening. You know, it's it was mm-hmm. really getting, it was a little amorphous. I was, you know, like I say, I was still enjoying it, but we're really starting to kind of circle the drain on on the point of what's going on here. The, the main characters that are interested in this MVest and uh, invested in Loma and yeah. this whole ongoing so uh it was good time and then of course there was the lovely backup it was a riff on dial h for hero yeah uh i thought it made pretty clever use of the dial because you know it just made a it it put together a whole bunch of words that had h e r and o in it Mm. or or some combination of those letters but overall it was pretty boring I agree. Uh, uh, didn't really love the art either, although I can't. No, the art was kind of sketchy. Yeah, I can't really claim to hate it, but it that didn't help either, you know. Uh, no, didn't call to me. I mean, I felt I felt like the the premise was clever to re, to use the letters in this way. Yeah, but not every instance of using them was that clever. No, no, <laughs> it was it was kind of like they 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 dropped it into Google and tried to. Yeah. <laughs> tried to like, what can I use? What can I make with these letters? Uh, much and, better. Uh, I just I, went from there. Much better. I enjoyed the uh, who's who. 
in DC things in the back as they, as they have in this one all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really wish they would just do a full-size version of that so I can file them away with my ones from the uh, 80s. That must be killing you, right? right. <laughs> it is, because I, I got that little freebie they gave out, but I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Oh, I can't no. put this anywhere. Oh, I got to go to the Xerox. I got to go pay a nickel at the <laughs> Xerox machine. Up. I got to do it, you know? <laughs> um, but... But anyway, but as usual, the backup didn't didn't detract or add to this book no, for me. I, I have no no real huge complaints about it, but I don't really like it that much either. So no, nah, if it wasn't here, it wouldn't have changed any of my thoughts no. on it. And if it, and if it was a great story, it probably wouldn't have changed it either because it's only two or three pages. So. Yeah, so it's 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 not a, it's not anything to uh, really comment on too much. But <laughs> uh, you like the issue, huh? I did. I thought this was uh, probably the strongest issue yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, uh, things are becoming uh, nebulously more more clear. <laughs> so it's uh, it's not. Uh, you know, we we don't know. We can't go from A to B yet. But yeah. uh, it, you know, it's it's still intriguing. Um, I do like that there is. You know, like a lot of people use odd psychological stuff in their stories to make it seem deep. But uh, one of the things that I, one of the main themes of this series, I think, is finding oneself. And uh, I really like that we've got two disparate characters in one body, both trying to find themselves in a way. Yeah. Like uh, we don't, like I said in the intro here, we don't know Shade's place in the world, and we don't know Loma's place in Shade. Yeah. So it's uh. It's it's it is a lot of uh, it's a lot of uh, potential for uh, just some interesting uh, debate, interesting conversation, um, and I, I look forward to it. I, I, uh, I, I think finding out more about Megan too, and that she's not a nice person, is something. Also, I think you expect the protagonist to be nice. Uh, but well, she, at least redeemable. Exactly. And it doesn't seem like she is yet. You know, yeah. I mean, and that's uh, we're, we're also going to find out possibly. You know, that that little scene with her mother, and then you know, with her friend when she's younger. They kind of give a little background as to why she's uh, such an unpleasant well, person is. now. But um, as it is now, I mean, you know, as far as I believe and understand it, she's not. She's dead. You know, Loma has yeah. it has taken over her body, but without Loma, there is just a you know dead body. So. You know, Megan is done. Uh, yeah. So we're we're yeah, learning just about some memories a, hanging on, and that's yeah. it's a, it's a resonance basically. And, and and that's all what we we're learning about is a set person, and like and so discovering that person also is very interesting, much more interesting, I think, than just a you know a kind, polite person sure. usually would be. <laughs> <laughs> But what I what I'm really looking forward to is if next issue is a young animal take on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. I, I I hope that that's where we're going with this. Yeah, you want the you want uh, Loma to come in with the fingers out. Two months, I got you for yeah. two months. Shade. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. This is a really well constructed uh, story yeah. and a, and a well constructed book. I think the pacing is spot on, even though it leaves us in the darker and the psychedelic Paisley uh, design yeah. for <laughs> a lot of things. It's it's still, it it's comes into focus, I feel like, at a good rate. Here at issue three, I feel like I know enough for, to be in, disinvested in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, specifically saying it to be $12 invested in this thing, essentially. I feel like I, I've gotten a good half a story here, so I'm ready mm-hmm. to take some more on. And uh, I, I also like, you know, I mentioned, you know, Megan is not a kind person. 
but also Loma is sort of portrayed as like a you know selfish uh, yeah as a selfish t- teenager really or teenage type yeah. person it's unclear whether they, they all seem young that whole band I'm not sure what age they are it's, it's sort of aliens so yeah uh, I don't know what would translate but yeah a selfish narcissistic person uh, mm-hmm. prone to like you know heady poetry and all kinds of things that are not unique uh, but you know you'd associate usually with kind of a space cadet or or yeah, or, or someone who who's fallen in love with their first year college uh, philosophy professor or something. Yeah, I think that's exactly you know. There's something very, even though even though Loma's an alien, something very human about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we and we and we all have been there at some to some extent at some point in our lives. Uh, sure. Thought we had all the answers. Thought we you know understood truth and beauty. You have to you yeah. have to hit thought about age. Source, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we saw something in something that no one else noticed. Yeah, exa- exactly. Or, or, you know, that we could change somebody. That's always a good one. But uh, mm-hmm. it's when you hit uh, age 30, folks, is when you start to realize that uh, life is just a series of disconnected events. There's no such <laughs> thing as fate, and we are all adrift in the blackness of the world. So it's uh, that's, in, that's in a couple of your futures. So uh, <laughs> look forward to that. That's, that's Welcome that one. What is a man? Just a despicable pile of lies. Exactly. That's what you, right around right around thirty you start to get that going. I think so. Yeah, so, maybe twenty eight. But, but before then, it's uh, you could be very optimistic. So, uh, what did you give this one? I gave it. I I, I even cranked it above the halfway point here. Yeah. I gave it an eight point six. I saw that you were like, whoa, yes. you give that point one. Just give it out. No big deal. Uh, me, I, I'm a little bit more conservative. I went eight point five. <laughs> but uh, I'd say we're pretty close. A little bit, yeah. Margin of error, point one percent. Yeah, we're within each other's margin of error. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought I thought it was yeah. a real fun issue. The art has never been in contention. I like it a lot, and I like the trippy scenes and. Uh, and I like that the trippy scenes are they're more condensed now. It's not like it, like it feels like earlier the psychedelia was used kind of willy nilly. Yeah. By comparison, where now it's kind of it's purposeful because it's condensed. And it was sort uh, of I, always kind of hanging that. around her before. Like, yeah. But now it seems to be uh, happening for a reason. Yeah, it wasn't just it wasn't just psychedelic because this is a weird book. Now it's psychedelic because it's something is going on that that you know requires it yeah it's uh yeah exactly like when she's in the pool and that weird yeah. tongue monster or or the whole memory scene is, is just mm-hmm. really well done so uh kudos to this book it's definitely sure. a good deal if you are enjoying the weirder side of things this is uh, a book you should definitely check out and it's definitely colorful if you like that it is colors are in it, it. But, you know, next week we do not, it's another week we don't have a Young Animal book, believe it or not. Aye, aye, aye. So we are going to do something crazy, folks, that we will mm-hmm. not reveal right now, but I, I have a plan. And uh, after that, I think we start to get a couple of books. Uh, I know Doom Patrol's the end of the month. I, I'm guessing yeah. Dave Carson and Mother Panic will slip in there somewhere. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we get all three the same week. <laughs> I have a feeling. I, I have this. I, I, I should just look, but I, I, I'm almost dreading looking. I just know we're going to yeah. be like. All right, folks. Here is the Young Animal podcast. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have we have four weeks of nothing, and then one week with everything. Settle in to hear Chris and Reggie <laughs> talk about Young Animal for the next t- two hours. Three days. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, if that's what we got to do, that's what we're gonna do, guys. Uh, you know, we're enjoying this line uh, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it's great. Definitely has been a good fun, and Shade is 
the second best book. I think we can both. I think definitely. Uh, that one. So. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think Doom Patrol is in any kind of peril of getting knocked off the throne at this not, point. Not yet. Although you know, I I hate to, even though I gave it a ten out of ten last week. I uh, there's still a part of me that's just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. But I think that's just maybe, yeah. maybe my nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just suspicious of something going off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think, I'm with you. I think that buttons it up for us this week. Got anything else for him, Chris? No, that'll that'll do us. Well, until next time, I want you to keep it young and animalistic. We'll have to listen to it when it's fucking in a podcast. We're recording, Eric. Jesus uh-huh. Christ! <laughs> that, you know that's what we do. We we record it, put it out live, so they don't have to listen to half of it when it goes on. They're gonna be like, I heard this shit already. Why do I have to hear these fucking idiots again? Oh uh, yes, let me get my notes. See, this is behind the scenes, Eric. This is the behind the scenes that nobody wants to hear. Nope. Really, Just us behind- being mortified. Why is there so much rape in our lives? Yeah, really. Really, I, it's weird because usually I, I want to do an impersonation of me usually before we get to a section or continue it. This is me. Boosh. And then I start playing random sound bites. You like yeah. it, baby? Yeah, the, I got to uh, fix your drunk Eric soundboard. A lot of them are very low. No, it's cool the way they are. People don't need no, to hear that no. shit. Watch your profanity. Ooh. Like I told you. Hello, Weird Science! There we go. Favorite one. My new favorite is this, Aaron. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that Get Aaron. fresh crew.
That's awesome. That is <laughs> the, the best. best. I think I like that more. Actually, when I come home from work, if I, I'm having a down day, I listen to Frenny say that, and you say all your crazy junk and Segregation, Reggie. I got to get more. Segregation, Reggie. That and this. Who is laughing? I hate them. The best is, that's one clip, really. I, I just made it into two. You actually just go off. Oh, it's so good. Thinking, I'm hearing myself here. If I, when I used to go to the bars and pick up girls and show them, how did I ever get laid? Were they just as drunk as I was and just yeah. made poor decisions? And now we're back to the top five rapes. No! <laughs> oh, no! Yes! Man. No! <laughs> and we're back, Eric. And we're back. Mail section number four. Mail section number four. Uh, it's getting close to the end, right? Number sure four. Is. This first one at mail section number four is by Alex M. Alex M, Eric, it's almost as if I'm talking to him live right now. Alex M. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Alex Rich. M says, sup, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the Get Fresh Prince crew. What's up, Alex? <laughs> this is a quick one, as I always, oh, as I always only able to pick up my books today, read them, and make time for this email. So it's very quick. Okay, Superman with Frankenstein was awesome, although I think I enjoyed Frankenstein's encounter with Batman more. The fight that went down is pretty tight, especially with Frankenstein being quite tricky with the gun of his. We, we oh, mentioned yeah. that. And I thought the pacing in that fight was great. Really? Uh, but seriously, do you remember when Frankenstein dropped that hint about the Forever War and the issue of Batman and Frankenstein, also by Tomasi and Gleason, during the hunt for Robin? Anyways, I wonder if that will all come up in the next issue. I give this issue a 7 out of 10. Hey, how about this latest issue of Batman? In a Russian accent, he was. What a crazy experience, Eric. I'm like Dracula. What a crazy experience. Hey. From the posse at the beginning. Uh, from the pose. That, posse, pose? Posse. <laughs> from the pose at the beginning, the pose in front of Bane, the posse. At the end and everything in between, including the sequential movement throughout the pages. I felt that I got an entire tour of Santa Prisca. Throughout this tour, we also got a letter from Bruce that was sent to Selena, or was it? While she Not was a lot in of furnishings game. in that place. I mean, where are the sofas at? There are no sofas. Where's the kitchenette? The minute that you have a sofa, Eric, they start. It's like you know when they ask to have that uh, fucking pole, the railing. We're gonna lean on it. They have sofas. <laughs> the next thing you know, these guys are big say, fat though, guys. What are these guys doing? They're working at Santa Prisca. There's a whole fucking army. Are they sleeping there? Are they? Do they have a rec uh, room? Actually, like you say, what is their job? If, if no, if Batman does not Put on a show goddamn up there, door mask and stand around. I just, gun. I just think that they like run up and down hallways and stuff and you know doing the i've been here but i've been hey, told um, he wants a drink who's bringing to him not it because he's fucking sitting there naked all damn day yeah, and, then, and, then the old bane just, and then they're like you know what we could use mr bane uh we could use a sofa he's like look at me i made a fucking you know, a, a fucking throne of skulls Improvise, fellas. Improvise. Listen. Listen. Yeah, actually, he says, you know what, guys? I know that you want a sofa. I can't afford a fucking pair of fucking jorts here. A fucking <laughs> nude. I made a chair out of skulls. You guys got to go fucking improvise, yeah, all right? I'm saying improvise and make something else. They, next thing you know, they kill some guy and make a fucking sofa out of his rib cage. All of a sudden, Santa Prisk is like the goddamn Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is. Oh, my goodness. Which was kind of careless, uh, since I'm pretty sure prison guards read the letters sent to prisoners, especially those prone to escapes. And he's saying about the letter. That's why I don't think that letter was ever sent. Eight point 
7.2 out of 10. Moving on, let me ask you guys this. How much of a psychopath does black man have to be to kill thousands of people in order to get back at Aquaman for hurting his daddy? Aside from that, I really enjoyed Aquaman's role. Yeah, he's an asshole. Role in the situation room as he tried to strategize what his officials with his officials on how to deal with the different ongoings during the invasion. I agree. The comic wasn't too much of a clusterfuck. It was actually was pretty easy to follow, even as the different battles in the ocean and coast, coastal cities. Eight out of ten. I agree there, too. Speaking of coastal cities, I'm still digging Green Lanterns. This was fun and grounded the way it has been. But let me tell you, I would read a Frank Leminski miniseries if he got one, especially if it covered this time, uh, his time as a vigilante street version of Green Lantern. I want to say he did that one time, got his face beat, and never did it again. Trying to stop crime and instead uh, getting his ass beat. Of course, it would include Bibbo Babowski in that lame-ass Superman outfit as he and Frank roam the streets of Coast City. (laughs) It would be called... What was Bibbo uh, doing at Coast City? I don't know. It would be called Street Lantern and Superman for Leminski and Bibowski, a.k.a. two (laughs) Polacks try to be heroes and fail fucking miserably. (laughs) 10 out of 10 for that comic. 7.5 out of 10 for Green Lanterns. He's pretty much right on our scores as well. Yeah. Uh, finally, I just wanted to point that the latest issue of Flintstones had a great gag. If you have a chance, check out the third page of the preview that we uh, that you can find in Reggie's awesome review. Read that alone, and you will see why Mark Russell might be a heart, uh, at heart a comic strip a genius. Reggie really liked it. Sure well, did. that's it. Not quite done with cover uh, for 101. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you better get on that, Alex. But yeah. it will be at your doorstep tomorrow, Jim. Oh, and Eric, I don't blame you for quitting drinking. As you say at the end of each of your episodes, fuck your dreams. There you go. <laughs> fuck your dreams, Eric. Written and lettered by Alex M. Uh, the next mail is a second mail from Hakeem. And Hakeem says, hello, Jim, Ray, Ed, Ed, blah, 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 blah. Jim, Eric, and Reggie. This is my second email, the first one being the late congratulatory email for episode 100. Wanted to give some random thoughts and questions about the free direct currents issue that came out, and I'm just interested in what you guys think. Is this... If this was DC's attempt to get people excited on the upcoming slate for 2017, for the most part, it did the job for me. What intrigued me the most was not Super Sons, JLA, Justice uh, League versus Suicide Squad or Batwoman, but it was the description of an upcoming Titans issue where it will focus on Wally West and pre-Flashpoint and Superman. This is the email that caused a little bit of, not arguments between us. We did talk about it a lot this week. I'm kicking myself for having not thought of this before, but Superman and Wally... Uh, they are two pre-Flashpoint characters in Rebirth. And Lois as well that we uh, know of so far. So I'm really uh, excited to see their interaction. To be honest, though, I feel like it's a wasted point for just one filler issue, Titans number 7. We really could have benefited from an entire three to four issue storyline in Superman's book that focuses on the mysteries surrounding Rebirth with these two characters. Who knows, maybe this issue will set up a story like that in the near future, but if it's going to be a one-shot deal between them, what a wasted opportunity that will be. Any thoughts on that? Well, our thoughts are this is not pre-Flashpoint Wally West and this no, is going to be not. something where people are going to rack their brains and try to figure out but number one sure he's a little younger where are his kids he isn't married you know what I mean this isn't this is what we thought was when things kind of started getting reset with uh, it, it's hard to even explain my, I know I've done it I've tried to come up with a way to but actually the way down, I would explain it, it takes is, way too much explanation yes, because you have to flat, deal with the whole here's what I'm going to try to say flashpoint had a reset while it was being put back together while he was with them. All of these heroes being kind of thrown about. Now, you, you can say to me, like, Wally is outside of town. I, you can't go with this because this is not that Wally. Why wouldn't he be asked about his kids? 
the pre flashpoint yeah. Wally West had kids, was married. Uh, he did come back, never said, you know, he when he came back, he's looking for Linda as she's always this base for me. She's always the thing. So he does have memories of something. I think that it's very hokey the way it, the it, only, you can't really... The only really... two characters to survive pre Flashpoint was Superman and Superman Lois Lane, and Lois. but they had their kid as well. And John isn't even really pre-Flashpoint because he was born. He in was born Convergence. in Convergence, exactly. and that's where this all comes from. Basically, what we saw was if you were reading Convergence or not, Convergence grabbed every you know all these timelines and put them on a planet, and then that's where Superman and Lois came from. That's how they got here. Uh, a lot of people are reading the uh, you know the rebirth and never really question how Superman got there. And they have not told you. They they aren't going to. I don't think they're ever going to reference bring up Convergence, Convergence again uh, because it's so hokey and whatever. So, yeah, think to yourself, like, okay, I know it's pre-Flashpoint Superman, but why do you know this and where is it from? Because they don't explain it. But it is Convergence. At the end of Convergence, uh, Barry, Supergirl, and Lois and, and uh, Lois so, yes, Clark the thing. and it's, uh, it's John. Superman, Superman and Lois from pre-Flashpoint. Yes. They survived. Yes. Supergirl from pre-crisis from pre-crisis. and Barry from pre-crisis. And, they survived. And Zero and, Hour Parallax. And Parallax from Zero Hour survived yeah. as well. Now, we have not seen Supergirl or Barry Allen yet. They could be in this universe too, hiding out like fucking Superman yeah. did. We don't know. Yep. We ha- we do know for a fact that Zero Hour Parallax and pre-Flashpoint Superman and Lois and John are in yes. this universe. And, and the whole thing was, again, you can say to me, oh, this was the plan all along. Uh, to me, was Dan Jurgens Superman, uh, the Lois and Clark thing in Convergence was awesome. I, I yeah. think I averaged a 9.9 for two issues. I think I gave like a I don't think I gave a 10. I think I gave a 9.9 and a 9.8. So it was between the I loved it. And in that John was born. And yes. then they came and you know I don't think this was the plan of oh we'll get pre-Flashpoint Superman and we'll do all this and that. No. They just thought that those were great characters that Dan Jurgens was writing the shit out of. So they wanted to bring them in. So they had that you know mini series whatever you would call it. The 12 issue I think it ended yeah. up being. I wouldn't uh, even call Lewis it a mini Clark series. No, it just keeps going on because yeah. it's been really good. Uh, but yeah, pre-Flashpoint, they are the only ones that you know came through from pre pre-Flashpoint. This, this Wally, is New Fifty Two Wally yes, West. This is the New Fifty Two Wally West that yeah, you never had because he was taken out taken out of time because he is younger. They're all of the traits that you have for all of those New Fifty Two heroes at the beginning of the New Fifty Two. He has. He yes. didn't. He wasn't married then. He didn't have kids. He, you know, all this down the line. Just as weird that he knows he is, that he, I'm saying Linda though, he is, is aware of the 10-year difference, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, he's not pre-Flashpoint, though, right? We're, no, we're he is not. That? No. All right. He says then, he goes on, I bit on Wonder Woman uh, versus Harley okay. Quinn and how they will square off in Justice League versus Suicide Squad seems a tad forced, in my opinion, or the, the bit on that. Here I think DC is just trying to make advantage of the positive reaction both these characters are getting in the movie universe and nothing more. I don't mind it. I just see no point other than publicly or publicity and pointless hype. And yeah, that was the weird one where they they, they have to have people go against you each know, other the and they're going to have two foes, Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn. Yeah, they pretty much spelled that out, you know, long time ago. fuck out of here. I usually like to get... I want the sto- <laughs> I'm sorry, I want the storyline to come out. Wonder Woman and Harley square off. Wonder Woman punches Harley in the face. Fight over. Yeah, yeah, really dead yeah I, I usually like to give a title six issues before i decide to drop it at least temporarily with jla knowing steve orlando will be the man behind it that leash is down to one issue i'll wow. buy the first if i don't like it i'm dropping it without hesitation he's out <laughs> 
Super Sun still looks promising. One thing I noticed since coming back in the comic world is a how I hated Damien. Uh, how hated Damien is by all the fans. I'm having problems reading. You guys, you guys think if this series takes off, will it redeem the character in the eyes of his haters? I think and, a lot of people who hate Damian Wayne hated Damian Wayne from the get-go, even before uh, yeah. Flashpoint and the New 52, yeah. like I was. If you read the Batman and Robin New 52 story, I really think that redeemed the character and made him a lot more likable yep. than he used to be. I don't think Super Sons will redeem him quickly. If it does, I think he's already redeemed, honestly. Well, no, I'm saying, but he's right, though. Most of the people that I hear about Super Sons, the majority, besides, you know, me, you, Reggie, and a couple of guys in the Get Fresh crew, hate Damien and won't read this book. I I had it. I put the thing up, can't wait for this, and had the picture of Super Sons and probably got eight quotes or eight things. Seven of them are, I fucking hate Damien. I will not read a book with him. When they had him in the. The, you know, the Superman, whether it's a preview to Super Sons, I heard other podcasts. I hate Damien. I won't even deal with him in a book. And it, it drives me nuts. Uh, to me, that makes more of a character. You get this a is, chance, man. Now, this is why I like Guy Gardner. Uh, he's my favorite Green Lantern because that's different. It's different to have a guy. And, yeah, you can say, oh, he's an asshole. You know what he is? He's more realistic of somebody. I know more people like Guy Gardner or Damien than I do like Superman. People like yeah, Superman, people that's why, and that's why Superman is a hero, because he isn't an asshole, but I like that whole juxtaposition of the thing, and I love Damien, where he has a chip on his shoulder, he is pissed off at everyone, but then that makes it so when he does something good, or starts liking somebody, like when he eventually accepts John fully, it'll be a great moment, it always is with him, it, it's so good. I mean, even the things where, when after he died, and, and Dick Grayson got that package of that tusk, it oh, was yeah. fucking awesome. And, he, and even then, he was a dick from beyond the grave because he said, hey, you know, <laughs> I knew this bothered you, and you couldn't do what I do anyway, so I did it for you. And it was so great. So good. He, he's a fully fleshed out character. He's a dick. But yeah, that's it for this week. Enjoy your weekend, boys. And what I'm saying is I don't think he's going to be fully redeemed because people love John, and he's going to treat John like shit, and people are going to get so angry. But it's Damien. That's, uh, Damien's that's the fall guy for this, just to, so you can love John more? Yeah. yeah. I just think, yeah, uh, when you have that light in the dark of Batman and Superman, this is going to be the, the nth degree. Oh, because seriously. John is just, he has nothing bad about him, and Damien is an asshole. It's perfect. Ah, Ryan. Like we said, Teen Titans, I'll just keep yelling about Damien. (laughs) Teen Titans was so good because it's not that Damien went and captured them all and kidnapped them. It's that he thinks that's the right way to do it. I'm telling you, when he let them out, he probably first expected them to just hug him. But also, then he was counting on them coming uh, as a team to fight him. But that's, that's him. He's awesome. I love him. Uh, the last email of the night is for Ryan, from Ryan. Ryan says, Sup, Weird Science and the Get Fresh crew? Yep. This is my second attempt to send this, so here we go. I'm at the eight-hour mark of episode 100. Oh, that's halfway, Eric. And it's solid gold. The part where you played Eric's girlfriend yelling at him while Jim is still putting his two cents in had me laughing out loud at work. I was, I was giving it to her. I was, no, you were not. her. I was showing her who was boss. Yeah, she she couldn't hear you. No, yeah, I think that really she did, but I'm telling you. I should have pulled my headphones out at that point and just let it play through the speaker. Then she said this, Aaron. You hear me, Jim? And my dick went right up inside. My dick played suitcase (laughs) by itself. (laughs) By itself, Eric, suitcase. 
Hey, I got the fuck out of town. Congrats again on making it to episode 100. I wanted to touch on something someone brought up last week. You guys really are involved with your fan base, whether it be conversing on Twitter or read every single email sent. Before finding weird science, I followed support of a certain podcast where they claim to love their followers. They, that's the other thing. Right there just shows you I would never even say that. Because they're not followers, right? No, they're listeners. They're friends, they're Eric. Friends. Friends. I told you. That's branding. Oh, I got you. Friends, man. What what do we have these meetings for? I'll tell you, when people I actually really hate it when people say fans. Yeah, I hate it. Oh, too. these are fans of mine. No, oh, look at no. you. Fucking you're a performer. Toity toity motherfucker up there was goddamn really, if, pedestal. If anything, I hope that it comes through that really the only reason that we ever did this podcast or thing was because we were so angry at people like that. And <laughs> Just we to wanted, make people look like assholes. Wanted, yeah, that's uh, mainly it came it became something a little more that I love the people who listen to us and like I said, I consider them friends. Um but really, we wanted to do this to fucking shove it right down all those other fucking assholes' throats. It really was. I'd listen to these podcasts. They're fucking pretentious. Oh, look at me. I Remember we used to say a certain podcast that he, he would pull up and he must be ha- – what did we say? Oh, he's got all that comic reviewing money because <laughs> the guy was acting like he was fucking king of England. Jeez. Now I'm getting angry. They mainly focus on comic book, movie, TV shows. But when it comes to giving you uh, their support, no love. They recently even started charging to hear their comic book movie reviews. What the fuck? I could spend the same amount of money to go see the movies and review it myself. They were the reason I decided to start a podcast to focus on comic books. Look at you, Ryan. (laughs) Uh, now ryan's gonna get me mad i'll be yelling about him (laughs) three weeks from now needless to say thanks for everything you do even when eric isn't falling out of his chair and passing out whoop and really if you want to from now on anybody who mentions that you have to mention that his pants were half off that's my favorite part that one leg was half off it was it was over time yeah but how what, what did they because fucking... I think I was trying to get undressed to go to bed, but and I why? kind of fell onto the... You were laying on I... the floor. That should no, no, be your I got, least no, no. amount. I got up from the floor. As I got up, I crushed the goddamn lamp shit you, against the wall. You crushed the I lamp. made it to the bathroom, puked in the sink, spent some time in there for a while. I guess I eventually came back into the bedroom, was getting yeah, undressed yeah, to go to sure, bed, and then... Wreck. That fucking Jesus pant leg would not come Christ. off. You are a fucking wreck. I drank a bottle of gin in what, four hours? Listen to you, you lightweight. After not drinking liquor for years? Yeah, yeah. liquor in the rear and something in the front. And letting my dumbass write reviews. Oh, yeah, and we also let him, he says, letting my dumbass write reviews for your site and even throwing a segment on the show, which we heard earlier. Current DC Bow. And I also, I have a review of his that I forgot to put up. Now Now that he said that, I'm like, oh, shit, it's that faith. That That's right. Talk about yeah, I'm gonna get on that. Jesus Christ, this weekend there, nothing happens at all except this shit for the weekend. It's all it's the lost weekend every weekend. Current DC twenty five dollar pull list: Batman, Doom Patrol, Shade the Changing Girl, Teen Titans, Detective Comics, Cape Carson. P.S. I'm very glad I skipped Monster Men's. Dag was the first thing I've read from Orlando, and it was complete garbage. How can you say that? It's the honest signal. Yeah. I'm the honest <laughs> signal. <laughs> you actually just I don't know. <laughs> What were you God. doing? Were you drinking gin? No, I wasn't even drinking anything. Really? I went to go say that, and I started laughing and choking on my own goddamn spit, I think. <laughs> on a signal, Eric. You're on a signal. Keep, keep it weird. Get fresh crew on weird sounds. Also, Jim, I know you said you're a sci-fi fan, but what this is a question for all you guys. <laughs> Remember I said that 
I couldn't remember if he if Stag said I am the honest signal or I am a honest signal, and it was the second, which makes even less sense. <laughs> I am a honest signal. Hmm, Good. Really, it's Thanks, like Stag. that's what my dad used to say when we had like the the uh, rabbit ears on the TV. We'd get mash in. Oh, that's an honest I'm signal. I'm just saying though, apparently, yeah. honest signal means I'm going to take a knife and just stab you yeah, in the forehead. I don't want an honest signal. <laughs> no, you get slashed. I have uh, slash, I tell you, it was just a straight stab yeah, in the know forehead. Was. It didn't make sense. He asked about the sci-fi. Have you seen Arrival, Eric? No, I have not. I heard from a guy that comes to our truck and yep. uh, truck guy who comes to our fucking company and delivers stuff that he thought it was nonsense. So yeah, I, he did. I don't know. I'm kind of out of Alien movies at this point because they're really disappointing me with everyone that well, comes out. You're not going to like the rest of this because it's uh, it's one of the best sci-fi flicks he's seen in some time. And then he All asked, right. "Are you excited for the new Alien Covenant movie?" I, I can't say excited, well, but I'll eventually watch it. You just said you didn't want it. alien movies. You I said don't, you were sick of aliens. Now, I you're, am. but you, you're not sick of Alien Covenant. You, you just to me, you seem like you don't mind it. You're gonna say. I'm saying though, aliens. We have a whole fucking series to go with. Honestly, I think it would probably be garbage. I'll watch it yeah. anyway. But all these generic ones, like uh, was it Jupiter Ascending? Uh, yeah, yeah. Friggin', I can't even think of the other ones at this point. But the ascent, uh, the arrival. There's just a bunch that just come out that just feel like. Retreads the stuff we've already like, done. Like, like the girl past on a years. train, you like that? <laughs> what? Girl, girl on, on a train. train. Yeah, yeah. It's an alien movie, right? Girl on a train. Don't uh, know what you're talking about. How about uh, uh, that movie? I'm trying to think of other movies. <laughs> Was that a movie? Yeah, Bad oh, Moms. No, talk That's about an alien that. movie, right. right? Bad Moms. No. No, it isn't. Oh, really? No. No. How about no. Bridesmaids? That's an alien movie, right? It's alien to me. Those Seriously. ladies. My wife saw that and said that she heard it was laugh out loud funny, and it wasn't as funny as she thought. She was a little upset. She did not laugh out loud? No, she didn't. She did not laugh out loud at all. Or did she do it only once and think, no. oh, you know what, I expected a little bit more no, LOLs out of this? None. She didn't have any LOLs. Uh, she said that she heard it was YOLO, and it was not her. Uh, she did like. Um, make sense. She did like Suicide Squad, though, and she said that when she watched that, it was, uh, it was the GOAT, Eric. Actually, that it was bad. Sense. No, that makes sense in the thing. So I, she didn't really say that, but she did like it. She said directing is I don't know. I'm not even gonna. Be. <laughs> oh yeah, last thing. Sorry, Reggie. My wife said I have a deeper, sexier voice than you. I made her listen to a bit of the live show I caught on our way home. So he's listening to Reggie's sexy tones. Nice. Uh, I hear those every night. Whispers. Uh, no tears, baby. Reggie says to me and makes me bite the pillow, Eric. I'm telling I don't you, he know. fucking holds your go. You'd be so quiet and he so does. still. Like, bite that pillow, baby. I'm like, boy, he loves me. He <laughs> loves me a lot. But yeah, he treats me like a fancy lady. Yes, he does. But that is the last male section of the night. And we're going to go off to more books, Eric. Is it sure your book is. of the week, you think? No, I don't think it is. No, I don't either. Uh, what is it? 
It's not, I'm telling you, it's not a bad one, though. Cyborg number <laughs> it's six. It's not bad. It, it really isn't bad. It's no, just, again, uh, this it, is where... It's a Dan Abnett well, issue, while well, it's not written by Dan Abnett. Here's the problem is, is that everybody on Twitter, even, and the people that get fresh, they're, they're talking, uh, and they are even see... They, it's not just me and you that are realizing that a lot of these books are in a lull. Like even, yeah. you know, I saw a, a bunch, bunch of people say today on the chat line that they've already dropped Cyborg. Yeah, they, they've dropped, and it is Cyborg we're talking about. But even this, a lot of these books are just at this point. I don't know. It's weird because this is only the sixth. It's number six, the sixth issue of this. It feels like we've had way more there, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the problem is all of these that started later, all even – I mean, I'm telling you, you – Hold a gun to my head, and I don't think real quick. I'm a dummy. You say how many Blue Beetles have there been? Eh, eight. I we don't actually know, struggled with that the other really, day. Yeah, it really seems like a lot of these books are the, you know, because they're dragging a bit. And this one, I don't mind what we're getting here. But Which it is, is weird. Dragging. This is dragging because it's a bi-weekly issue. Yeah, and, and also we're not getting any answers. We're just getting nope. more questions. This, this uh, imitation of life story will not fucking end. No, it won't. It's part six of what? Six of 40, I think. I don't know. <laughs> it's a long-form storytelling they're going. And really, that's the other thing where people were thinking that, okay, there, there was a lot of talk between things. People saying, okay, with the twice a month, I think that a lot of arcs are going to be 12 issues. And right. they're like, oh, then other people are like, no, no, no. I heard they're going to be six issues, but they're going to be like supercharged. You know what I mean? Like shit's going to fucking – every two two weeks you're getting more and then fucking, yeah, we're done. We're done. In, in, I'm not reading those issues, split. I guess. No, they've gone with the op the other one where these are drawn the out a bit. Yeah, I'd actually like supercharge, supercharge, baby. Yeah, supercharge my Bat shit, man. Flash. No, 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 well, get on with it. Let's hear about Cyborg it. Cyborg number six, written by John Semper Jr. with art by Will Conrad, Ivan Nunes, and Rob Lee. Now that Dr. Stone and Vic have created another cyborg, the world will never be the same. Well, it probably will, but for those few days that Scarlett Taylor seemed to be on top, on the up and up, it sure did seem different. Since, you know, Cyborg had to try and sell this whole new life to Scarlet, even though he spends the majority of the series bitching about how, is I, am I man or machine? <laughs> yeah, no. In, in the end, though, as we all probably knew, Scarlet turned out to be ba a bad guy and walked what? right here right to a trap. Spoilers. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, was anybody fooled by that? No, I'm telling you. As soon as you tell me, oh, we're making another Cyborg, this shit ain't going to end well for you. Mm -hmm. Especially, not only that. Even if everything else was on the up and up, I'd be like, "Oh, that shit's gonna go wrong. They're well, not gonna have it." When you have a when you have a fake Silas doing yeah, it, we have an yeah. evil doppelganger. We have a damaged mother box. We yeah. have all these things already working against us, and not everybody is Vic Stone, who's an up and up kind it's of guy. It's so funny, and when we get to that. Uh, is that now before we thought the damaged mother box was going to be the reason why the this catalyst, was all yeah. going to fail? It didn't. So now is it that the damaged mother box has to be damaged? They have to point that out for what Silas, the fake Silas, is going to do later. It has to be. I, I, it has to be. He is so happy to have that. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's got so ecstatic. Yeah, it burned up. That's what I told them. But yeah, it, where we go into this, we continue on where they're creating the. The lady cyborg. The yeah, the sheborg here. And cyborg's there. And like you said, it's weird because at points, even when you just said that, but while I was reading this issue and it did come up to me as well in my head, like, boy, cyborg's really painting this picture. A little rose colored glasses Seriously. going on. And in the meantime, 
that's where I kind of have an issue of him doing it in the first place, that I didn't really have the last issue. Like my whole thing, the last issue, hey, Cyborg, are you going to help? Yeah, I'll help because he, the, uh, the doppelganger Silas said, we need your help now. We have your help. It's great because the whole building can go up. We can, you know, everything could go wrong. But I really think that he went quickly into this without really thinking of the implications of what will happen to her when all he has done in every – I'm not just talking this series, but I'm talking back in the New 52 – has been him struggling, being yeah. cyborg. But Even yet in the Justice League New 52, I'm stuck yeah. on this watchtower the whole time hooked up to the internet. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have a life. To blah, a blah, point blah. where he even My seems to make me. it seem like – and he, he even spells it out in this. Like, this isn't your you know, your birth. This is like a death. I'm like, yeah, thanks for telling me now, buddy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And yeah, Thanks, man. Even, and the the big thing that is always pushed with him, and it was pushed, I think it was in the Justice League book a lot better in the New 52, was the fact that everything's going, you know, he gets an overload of info all the time, and that just drives him nuts. That's And it was even in this series, because remember when he went in that dead room, it oh, yeah. really, he was relieved there. And I'm actually shocked that he doesn't go in there more since then to kind of calm down. I'm surprised start meditating in there. Yeah, that's shit. what I'm saying, to go in there and calm down and, and get his thoughts together. Now, again, was that spelled out for later use when shit's going wrong and they go in there again? Because he did go in there, uh, what was, I, I forget the, malware. When he malware, went in, yeah. that was how he was able to defeat malware because he was in that dead room. Is that going to happen again? I don't know, but he's there with his lady and boy uh things get sexy in, well, I'm this you, right off the bat when she first becomes the she borg she starts flipping out like any fucking yeah. monster yeah. does when they're first made yeah. and cyborg has to subdue her and when si- she that fought. happened to cyborg as well yeah so and he even says jesus christ did this happen to me as well and i like that where you're getting a different thing where you had cyborg remembering stuff being asked like did you take this from me or whatever and he is seeing something in a different way with her that he's like, boy, did, did that happen to me? Uh, she's a monster, and we're the same. I do like that, but this issue tends to kind of drag on because what we're getting is more of, you know, cyborg, am I man, human, but through her, and it well, does God, get it, a little When she long-winded. finally comes to, we realize that, you know, the reason the, the government made the Star Labs make her like this is because she had information yeah. about a terrorist group in Iraq, yeah. and they wanted that information, so they saved her life, made her into the she-borg, but when she comes to, she has no memory of any of no. that. So yeah, we have to work her yeah. our way back to that kind of memory, like and also train her for this new body that she has. Yes. And I like to call this whole middle of the section a training montage. If you have fucking uh, fight to survive on a fucking like a Walkman while you're fucking reading this, put your headphones on, put out that on, and fucking just go to town because you need a fight to survive. Yeah. See, <laughs> finally, all these, all these fucking episodes with the thing i never could get in here we go baby we're gonna fight to survive you're doing that and i'm fumbling with it to get it on yes you know the best is it never occurred to me for that you would actually i had it yeah i Uh, I knew you had it never occurred to me though (laughs) how about i still believe can we do that too this actually works for me too yeah does it all right here we go yeah come on eric i'm dancing Dancing. How about this? You gotta one? do some hip thrust for this. Is this a good no, montage song? It's not a, no, it's not a, it's not. No. Right, unless I, she keeps fucking up. Well, she is kind of messing up a little here, so, so I went a little too far, huh? A little too far, man. <laughs> how about this one? I like this I a montage song. This is not a really good montage song, but I'd like it as one. Can can we just have a this? One? Like if we have if we have a lot of like sit ups going on and maybe some fucking pull ups, maybe. Would this be good just dancing? They're dancing. Absolutely not. Up. 
This is celebratory after you learn how to like fight the way you want to. I get it. Can we do this one? Segregation, Reggie. Okay, does that be a good one? We will never do that one again. <laughs> oh, we can't do that one? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm looking desperately for other songs. <laughs> they was great that I had Fight to Survive, though. But, yeah, it is a montage. Uh, I was just trying to come up with something I knew was a goddamn montage. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, and that's where you even see where there's some training going on whatnot. And then there's, you know, everybody has their little bits and pieces that they have to tell her. Like, you got to watch yourself. You, you're going to blow things up and this and that. But in the meantime, well, sorry, Silas. The new shit was not on the up and up. And she's like, hey, I'm really interested in them boom tubes. How do you yeah, make those? Yeah. No, no, and no. You're so, not ready for it's that. It's really heavy hit like that is something where a guy who d- does not think very you know th- that happens in everyday life where some you know what it reminds me of like you're there you have a girlfriend your girlfriend comes in you have a guy that you really don't know but he's there and you're like hey man who's that oh it's my girlfriend and then they keep well how old she, how long have you been dating like they keep going on and on you're like buddy fucking back off jesus well, christ I, but yeah so you went that way i was actually thinking like hey jim do you know anything about making bombs? No. <laughs> right off the bat, you know it's a bad fucking idea. Do you know anything about like commandeering a plane and then crashing it? <laughs> no, I really don't. That's odd that you ask. Uh, that in the meantime, Silas is there with the his, the real Silas, kind of taunting him and shit, and he has that mother box, and it's pretty funny. He's like, it's "I like, got the real I, prize." The, the government thought this was burned out because that's yeah. what I told him. Guess what? It's not. It's not. <laughs> he's laughing, and the thing is, it's like he thought that he had won like a scratch card. He thought he was gonna win like the ten dollar card. He, he got the three million. Yeah, he right. has seen how to make these cyborgs, and he even got a mother box. It's like the worst thing. Like. The, the FBI doing this and the CIA, they're fucking nonsense. This is causing all sorts of problems. Now, I do have a problem then later. Well, even before that, Cyborg is showing this woman. Uh, what's her Scarlet. name? I, uh, Scarlett. Showing her just too much. It really, she has just become a cyborg. I know that he's probably like, oh my god, I've always wanted this, and she is hot. I'll give her, I'll give well, her that. You, but there's got to be one big thing that is the crux to how he takes her down, or you know, or she actually becomes a threat because while she's sleeping or trying to sleep, because you know, now that she's a sheborg, she can't really yeah, you sleep. Can, you like don't we really see have a door. reason to so sleep. So Vic talks to her like you know, within her head, wirelessly yeah. with digital, whatever you want to do with your yeah, fucking yeah. techno mumbo jumbo. I'm telling you, they go into the matrix world, yeah. They yeah. go into the Matrix pretty much. It's like, this is where I you go. Nobody else has ever been here before. It's yeah. pretty much my world. Well, now it's our world. Yeah, it's our world. And uh, it's funny, too, because he does teach her a couple things, and I'm really hoping. It's like, yeah, you can't defeat me, Cyborg. You taught me everything. Not everything. We were talking about that earlier this know. week. I didn't teach you yeah. everything. Oh, I you know, know, this is when the student said, you think I've taught you everything? <laughs> Whatever happens. But they are training, and they kind of get a little sexy because Cyborg shows her that uh, ability that he – that took him his whole yeah. goddamn life and time five, as a Cyborg years, you know. to, to figure out that he can concentrate enough to make himself look human again, and she does it in two seconds. I'm right yeah. there. I, if I'm she Cyborg, I'm like, I better back off. She's – a little too because really to me it is a competition i would want to be the best cyborg i would not teach her everything and i don't know does. i'm telling you she freaking like morphs back into a person or brown pennies. Hot, I, you yeah, know what yeah. i'm all right you know yeah what, and, what, and, what do you want to learn next baby yeah yeah and then he's like uh who yeah you're beautiful and she's like good thing i have clothes on i'm like no it isn't yeah well i'd like to see that but then they they go home with each other but before then uh what's her name sasha comes in and, oh no uh, sarah 
or Sarah. I mean, I, I have the worst time in this book with the. I I don't know if that just shows that I don't care about the individual <laughs> characters in this because I never can tell their names. But yeah, Sarah comes in and gives her the warning. Also, she's a little jealous. Yeah, uh, she's totally because jealous. of what we'd found out before that she was Cyborg's girlfriend before he lost his memory. And he's like, you know, just watch out. The things can go wrong, and you can end up and fucking. If blowing she up the only whole knew town. that later that night, Vic would take a oh, friggin' uh, Scarlet to the friggin' yeah. blues nightclub and hear some jazz music. I'm yeah. like, you two timing motherfucker. Yeah, he goes, and that's his go-to move. He takes and that's people you, to go to like that a jazz club. Sarah's there in the freaking alleyway. This was our place. Yeah, yeah. And then they fuck, Eric. It, it seems, yeah, and they go yeah. home and fuck. I, I would like to say that they interface is what I would say that they do because they turn into the cyborgs and shit. And it's, I'm like, boy, cyborgs really going for it. And I, you, I guess that's to show you that he really was waiting for somebody to be like him that he can kind of spend some well, time it, it's with. It's the Bride of Frankenstein. It is. I'm and, telling but you, there's so many similarities yes. between this arc and Frankenstein in general. It's creepy to me. Well, and in the meantime, she has a dream, creepy, a nightmare. Stupid, huh? Yeah, but she has a dream and remembers something about Iraq. She jumps up. I'm more. I remembered something about Iraq. This is where I have a lot of problems with this. Why is she going? Spell out what? No, no, also that. But why would they let her go? There's no reason to let her go. Because she's a goddamn superhero now. Yeah, but now, but she's not. They they don't even know anything about her. They they don't know if she's been corrupted by that mother box. They have no idea. And they oh, just let you, her. I know she's with Cyborg, shit. but she is a wild card now. That to me, she goes. I just remembered where we. I, oh, well, the I'm CIA. I, I remember I, I the will, CIA would say, will, "What the fuck did you remember?" Saying the C- exactly the CIA in my mind, this is still Agent Scarlet Taylor. They trust her. She had the yeah, intel. I don't. I don't that been- the problem is, is that because of what happened and her coming out of it as a cyborg, where we've already seen they don't trust Vic and they've had problems with him. Her coming and not knowing and remembering shit, I think that grounds her indefinitely. Until she, not just, oh, I just had a dream and remembered something. I don't think that that puts her fully into send her back to Iraq and see what's going on. There is no way in my mind they would do that. Even a day before, the night before, they said, you know, Sarah said, listen, you don't know what's going on. You could blow up a whole fucking city. They, and they, they send just, her there. They were just allowing her to go out and have a nightlife, for Christ's sake. It's not like and she's that, like, actually, in for testing. We go to that. I don't think they would have allowed that either. No. She would have not have been allowed to do it. They're, they're really, they better get hands on with this woman <laughs> because they, it's a I'm telling you, she doesn't have memory. She's a cyborg now with technology that isn't human. It's not nope. from Earth. She has crazy shit going saw on. saw her freak out earlier. Yeah. They, this is nonsense. This is the one part where I don't mind this issue that much. This is the part that kind of drove me nuts because it's really uh, a forced thing to get her to go to Iraq. After all this happened, I don't oh, think we, they we would allow that. We spell it out. That freaking because uh, we don't want to call her Sheborg in this book. Yeah. Uh, Cyborg says you're a variation of what I am. And with yeah. that word, she said, okay, call me Variant. So call this character's variant. code name is yeah, Variant. It's Variant. And even to the point where, yes, yeah, Cyborg's there. Cyborg might be a member of the Justice League. He's not. The CIA are kind of, you know, they don't play that. I think they would have sent somebody with them as well. Now, that guy right. probably would have been killed. Uh, but, yeah, they, they just let them go. So they basically, you. boom, to I, boom, they're there. I did not worry about the whole aspect of what the government agency would actually do in a situation like this because I have no idea. Yeah, but, I'm like, just, the part but that just I think have the biggest it. problem with is when they went to the freaking Iraq and they walked into this trap – the bad guy who's like the uh, Scarlet turns out to be a double agent for. Yeah. 
is one of the most over the top villains I've ever seen oh, in my yeah. goddamn life. No, no, uh, yeah, it's uh, but but it's Terrence Fisher. Uh, Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Terrence Fisher. It's, Welcome to my private army base. It's from yeah, here he that I intend to on. launch an invasion force to take over America first. And ultimately, if you'll pardon the cliche, the world. I'm like, I like, get the it's, fuck it's, out of you, here. You do, when you read his dialogue, you do think that he's possibly British. That's oh, how yeah, I get yeah. it. Sorry, old sport. I, he's like the most over-the-top fucking Bond villain. I'm like, why oh, yeah, are you telling yeah. us this? Yeah, I, I, he just needs a funny... He's Terrence Fisher. Is he the Fisher King now? Is he? Oh, I, yeah. I want him to have a crazy-ass name. But yeah, really, they boom tube into Iraq. They walk for what appears to be maybe, you know, a, a half hour. A, a and then just clicks? go into yeah, And know. just go into a fucking base, and, the, and she's bad. It did not take long. I'll give him that. Uh, I'm not going to complain uh, about how quickly or not because no, it no, doesn't no, no, drag on she's there she's fucking it seems to it's the weirdest thing too where she seems to be a bit overpowered very quickly like how would she know how to drain the power from cyborg because she no does idea. that he wakes up and his power has been drained lesson. after, after and, she like you know just showed up in a bra and penny's like let me tell you how about to yeah, drain my power yeah, it's also too is it looks as if maybe even it was drained too maybe. from this apparatus that he's in how would they have had this set up like really if are we gonna go for a full thing where she is such they thought so far ahead that they had her almost die become a how would they if that's know the that case i'd be so angry how, that how would so, they know that, that they would like ever the have made her into a cyborg? long game yeah. i've ever heard of yeah like this is like okay uh you're gonna burn up you're gonna almost die they're gonna fly you to the u.s they're gonna turn you into variants and since you're they gonna have learn the damaged mother box yeah the damaged mother them. box will do this cyborg will teach you all he has to do and you make lump to him because that'll yeah. get him fooled and you know whatever and we'll go from there it would be i think that's what well, they almost are make, pointing I'm at telling you, this has become a bond movie at this point, no, yeah. well, you know, it, double agent lady the, and the fucking um, over the top bad guy. The thing that he is hooked into looks like a specific thing that's meant it to looks trap like something seeing bond yeah and it's he's got wires and shit from that thing into him i mean it's really over the top will be the goddamn laser and gold it, it is pretty crazy uh, if you go with it that uh, that way i but i didn't you mind can't the move issue. my partner oh, i'm sorry you can't move my partner has drained all non-essential power from your limbs yeah, yeah like yeah. sorry old sport but perhaps it's time <laughs> for you to meet my co-conspirator yes. in all of this you yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you. It, like, like he would, he would have. Is he the dumbest person in the world? Really? I want you to thank you for turning Scarlet into one of the most powerful fighting machines on the planet. Now there it's time it to reduce that number to only one. One. <laughs> if only he would like. Do you expect me to talk? Scarlet, no, Cyborg. With our plan and kill Cyborg. I, ex <laughs> I expect you to run out of battery. Yes. Really ridiculous. It, it, it is ridiculous. It but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. It it is kind of funny. It, it's fun. You know what I mean? It yeah. is ridiculous. And I, you don't have the problem with them going to Iraq. I even have that problem. Yeah. It ends kind of fun, though. I'm telling you, though, the CIA is not going to let. But number one, oh, the what the CIA does. now has, like you this guy just said. What the CIA said, does from American Dad. Well, here's the thing, though. They the guy just spelled it out. They they have now. She is the second most powerful weapon in the world, oh, yeah. and I believe she is. 
The so CIA I. just let her go after what appears to be a week. Eh, just go to Iraq. Oh, what? Why? Well, can't you tell us what you found in your dream? No, no, no. I, I can't. Uh, whatever she said, they don't even go there. Like, you don't think they would have said, like, let us know and we'll go in then. Because all she says is what she knows is there's a base and yep. leads Cyborg there. You don't even get the idea that Cyborg even asked her. Cyborg's nope. just like, okay, let's go. Oh, it's over here. Because she's like, over here. Turn right here. There's the marketplace I saw in my nightmare. So basically hey, to me. Hey, where'd you go? Over here. <laughs> over here. The, I, to <laughs> me, it seems like she woke up. Oh, my God. Here. I found I had a nightmare. Oh, what was that? Now, again, also, we were told before that. They don't really have nightmares as a cyborg, and that cyborg was having well, them I don't such know, an aberration. I'm telling you, two like two issues ago, I think it was. He kept having all those goddamn. Well, that nightmares. was because, but they didn't know they why he was doing down. this. Why yeah. didn't he even say, "Whoa, that must be important"? Because I usually don't have them either. But really, the, the nightmares he had made no goddamn sense. It was just made up shit in his head. It was like I'm a just regular saying, somehow nightmare. cyborg fucked her hard enough that she fell asleep. I guess. But I'm telling the the way it's spelled out because she does say when they get to Iraq about the food market place so she wakes up oh my god well you know i'm a little sore cyborg you're, you're a little bigger than i thought and i also had this nightmare <laughs> it's about iraq oh what's it about thanks a for market, telling me the good news first, a marketplace <laughs> it was a food market uh what is what do you mean a food market what else no just a where, food market where they sell food yeah, it's just a food market it, it they, that's where i think it threatens the country this is what she says and then they be like okay let's roll they go to the CIA. We've cracked the code. It's a food market. They're like, what What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. She's fucking hot, so I'm just going with whatever the fuck she says. And then, Seriously. okay, off to Iraq. Yeah, you're you're a big weapon that is so, like, not even just that she is uh, unstable because she really only trained with Cyborg for a day, it seemed. Uh, they're going to let her man. go. She could training be captured. Montage, it could have been a couple of days. I don't weeks, know. For all it I looks know. like the whole thing was in one progression hey, of her, hey, and all hey, it was was I try to punch me. In my mind. I'm telling you, try to punch me, try to kick, wax on, wax off, grab the goldfish, fucking eat dinner with a blindfold uh, hey, on. Boom, you're in. Did, how long did freaking uh, Jean-Claude train with Mr. Tanaka? I'm telling you, that was a, we saw him as a kid. He the trained same, forever. It's all montage. All and he montage. said to him, I am not a punching bag. <laughs> if you not want to train me, I will go. See, that's what happened. I too will fight in the Kumite. It was a lifelong dream of Frank Dukes. Uh, I, too, will wear a San Francisco Giants hat and a New York Giants jersey because I am so confused. That's what I happens. like Giants. <laughs> I just like Giants, and I'm still going to steal that I sword. Think, I think one day I will grow up to be Giant, and then we see what Jean called how tall he is. No, I'm sorry, Frank Dukes. I was Didn't wrong that time. I, I do not tell the future. I'm telling you, the, the trading montage, it was a week. It was a weekend, actually. Like, Jean-Claude, he, he, you know, when they're doing that where he's spreading in that fucking, oh, yeah. by the, you know, that was, a, that was, fish, you know, that was an things. afternoon. That all happened fucking in an afternoon. Walking around pouring tea blindfolded. Yep. Yeah, that's all it is. And then Mrs. Tanaka fucking licking her lips, wanting <laughs> a little of that fucking Frank put up your dukes. But yeah, it ends with uh, it ends with the double agent deal, and and she's gonna kick some ass, and I I don't mind that, but I do think that at this point now, 
uh, you're going to have a little bit of a thing where I think that the doppelganger Silas is going to want to help Cyborg a bit because I do think he's going to want to get her back. I Really, didn't you think that she, that was the the thing that yeah, he I was did. going to implant something and make her bad, but he just wants his fucking – he wants to make his army. Saying, it's exactly. going to be fucking army against army. Now he has a way to make army. his own goddamn Cyborg army. And how is this army just in Iraq – it's this crazy-ass army just there. And you look, they have a hangar with fucking 20 planes. Where did they get this shit? So stupid. Iran? I am not a punching bag. It's my favorite scene. When he gets so mad that the he Mr. Tanaka's letting his kid beat the shit out of Jean-Claude. Oh, that, that young Jean-Claude. Whew, that guy should have won an Oscar. Huh? That guy was uh, acting genius. But, yeah, uh, what did you give this? I did say I love the art in this issue. I and too I did, love I the say, art in this issue. It was a pretty standard issue. Nothing to really ex- like excite me, and nothing to really I get too me believe that it's a standard issue. Seven out of ten. I too give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, seven out of ten is a good score, and it, it's weird. I always want to defend our scores, uh, but. I will say in general, uh, people have been listening since Rebirth have to realize that the scores are kind of like if the average score of our things were about an eight, I would say when Rebirth started, they are pretty much a seven now. It oh, has yeah. gone down a notch. It has gone down a notch. I am not a punching bag, Eric. I love in, in Bloodsport as well when Mr. Tanaka is pretty much spelling out what he's going to do for uh, Jean-Claude. As a kid, and it basically it's like, oh, you let me have your son as a slave, where my son can beat the shit out of him, and I teach him a few things. uh, Where were those parents then? I'm saying he does wear Giants hat and (laughs) a a different team Giants jersey, so beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Beat some sense to that young man. As I can see from the way he dresses, he is retarded. Am I wrong? No, 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 Mr. No. Tanaka, you're you're pretty much right on. He also tried to steal sword of a famous karate man as myself. That is not smart, is it? No, you got me there too, Mr. Tanaka. Just take him, please. Take him off our hands, this fucking guy. We have three other kids. We'll, we'll fucking put all our eggs in those baskets. Take Jean-Claude. Take Frank Dukes, please. Because he goes, and you never see those parents again. They are Have gone. Yeah, he seems, he seems to live at the fucking thing. And to me, the trick is, like the wax on, wax off, it's, listen, listen, Frank, I'm going to teach you how to pour tea blindfolded. Like, But why do you want me to pour tea? Is it just because you and your wife like it tea? tea time. Yeah, it's tea time. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all he's doing. And then for a little fun and games, he says to Mrs. Tanaka, hey, I'm going to get Round Eye over here. We're going to tie him up to those trees again and fucking pull his fucking cock apart. Ah, that sounds like a good time at the Tanaka house. That's actually how I think that the son died from laughter. He laughed himself to death at John Clark because he's such a fucking retard. I got to go see Bloodsport again. I love that movie. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move on to the next book. Midnighter and Apollo number three. Boosh. Midnighter and Apollo number three, Eric. You know who's in this book? Midnighter and Apollo. And Neuron. And Neuron. Don't forget and, poor old Neuron. And uh, uh, Mal- Mauser. 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 I don't think it's Zer. With the I-R, it would probably be ear to me. Mauser. That's how I pronounce it. It, it would Fair be enough. an E-R. It would be Mauser. Or an A-R. I just A-R. think it's a fancy way of spelling it. Yeah, I, I think you're wrong. I'll right. have to find out what people say, but I think that I-R means something else. Of course, we'll never find out. 
But yeah, nope. uh, this has been Nighter and Apollo number three. I know how to pronounce the writer. That is Steve Orlando. Written by Steve Orlando, art by Fernando Blanco, Romalo Fajardo Jr., and Josh Reed. Not the tight end for the Washington Redskins, Josh Reed. Uh, not that Josh Reed. Are you sure? Are you I, positive? I am not positive, <laughs> but I'm saying that it's Dude possible. Dude is a talented that, fellow. Possible that it is not. Uh, Midnighter's off to hell, and while this miniseries is moving a little slower than I'd like, I'm enjoying it enough. I guess it's because I'm totally behind Midnighter's quest to get his man back, because the dialogue and the fact that we are told Midnighter is a flight computer for a brain a hundred million times isn't really upsetting me that much. Uh, I do hope next issue picks up the pace, but the art and story are making this a better book than I would have imagined going in. And I say, I mean, stuff happens in this book, but... I was hoping that maybe – here's the thing. I have to wrap my head around the fact that I believe that that last issue was going to be him saving Apollo. I actually thought that possibly he was going to save Apollo a little bit and earlier. And then, they, and then they do some other thing or maybe just you know go through kicking ass. I say, it hell. is only a six-issue mini. For Honestly, I think this is moving on a perfect pace for what I we know. have for six we're issues. At, we're at three issues, yeah. and it doesn't look like he's getting – it's going to be – if this is the whole story where Apollo dies and then we spend five issues of him getting him back – I I I don't like it. I think that it's going a little too slow. It makes sense for a six issue. Yeah. Uh, but as a full arc, not much is going on. I'm telling you, last issue was all him just figuring out, you know, being told by Gregorio how to get to hell. And now this issue, half of it is spent doing the same thing. And then he finally gets to there at the end. I'm telling you, I, I think that it's moving. Yeah, it, a it's little a little slow. padded with him trying to find out like, where well, that's the what I'm saying. I think that last issue is. now, and just think that, like I'm saying the first issue, you had half the issue of people being recruited to kill Apollo. Then right. you go last issue. It's the second issue. You have half of the issue with Gregorio trying to show him what he's going to have to do. Like each issue has a huge padding in the middle that's why i think that this whole thing if you really sped it up could have been three issues that last issue wasn't bad though because we did deal with the fact that you know midnighter has lost apollo and what he's going to do to get him back like he first we had to have that whole thing where he laid him out in that slab to get the solar yeah. energy and shit like that and then of course he went over to gregario to try to get some answers about going to hell once he yeah. found out that's like where i apollo said though was. that was 10 pages and yeah. there was 10 pages the issue before was all the people being recruited Dude, with, I, I'm, it's just, just, I'm just surprised and happy that i'm in Enjoying the series. Yeah, I just did. I'm wondering if this is going to be one where we like it more than other people because when Midnighter was out, it was all nonsense action yeah. and people loved it and we didn't. This is a little, you know, you're getting some character moments. Even this the is part an actual where, story. <laughs> well, it is, but even at the part where, uh, and we'll go through the whole thing when Midnighter goes back to Owls and uh, talks there. It's like three pages. It doesn't do much. See, when he goes honestly, to get the bullet, that that's another. That kind of pissed me off. That but even when he gets the bullet, from, when he gets the bullet, it's another four pages of pretty much nothing. It, it, I'm telling you, the whole thing is based on like four big scenes, and not much is going on. I, I, you, I, you might disagree. You already said you did, but we're going to go. What happens is it opens up, and there is Midnighter and Gregorio. If you remember, the issue, last issue ended with uh, Gregorio using magic, kind of uh, getting him to have a way to go to hell. And you had called it out with the candle, yes. the black candle and all that. So you were right. That was the whole deal of what's going on. And right away, Midnighter has to remind everybody 
that he has a fight computer for a brain. And that <laughs> is, it, it, I'm telling you, it is getting well over the point of oversaturation. I, I think of that, that is comment. more used at this point than fucking the pearls dropping when Bruce yeah, Wayne's mother it, dies. It happens, I think, four times. Even when Midnighter doesn't say it. Yeah, uh, the demons the, say it when he goes to yeah, hell. The demons say it. It, it just everywhere he goes. I'm that like, his, I get it, dude. Shut the he fuck doesn't, up. He must have it on his calling card. It's like Midnighter. <laughs> He's got a t-shirt. I have a fight computer, <laughs> a fight for, computer a brain. for a brain. It, it's like, I went to hell and all I got was this fight computer for a brain. That, that's what he has. With it written yeah, on it. The t-shirt. <laughs> That's what he has that he sells them uh, because he introduces himself to everybody with that. And I'm pretty sure – I didn't go back and check, but I'm pretty sure he's already said it at least once to Gregorio himself. And here we go. He says now, it again. Say Now, talking about this, like the padding of the series that you think, though, I do think this beginning is a little bit – because I don't understand what's exactly going on with Gregorio and Midnighter here because we already saw them take that vision quest in the last issue here – it's like a altered version of what we had before. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's still doing some kind of mystical well, mumbo-jumbo, well, which I don't really quite get. The, the thing that uh, Steve Orlando does, he's very heavy-handed when he does have that story going, and this is more of a repeat of everything. Like you said, here's the candle. That's the way you get to hell. Here's what you're going to face. We already see. Mal, I, I'm telling you, I don't know how to pronounce Mauser, Mauser. Uh, but here's who you're going to face. We already know that. Here is yeah. the Ace of Winchesters. It's, it's very much catch up see, in the, the third the issue. Ace of, of Winchesters is okay for me just because he is not privy to that information. We saw it. We don't really know every, anything about it, though, except that it was given away. And now it's, you know, like Midnighter has to find it in order to yeah, take it, on Mauser. It, it's weird. I, again, I didn't go back. I think that Midnighter. Was I think they already talked about it, uh, Midnighter and Gagario. He's just telling them then, here it is. I know where it might be because he says, right. here it is. The last owner was this guy. Uh, he talked years ago. They kind of, I don't know. That's kind of an illusion to me that they were sleeping together. And that's he, what I got you as know, well. He has pillow talk and and talks about things. And he his, says, why does then, his pillow talk always got to be about guns? I know about guns, about the fucking Ace of Winchesters. Uh, but then in the meantime, he also does drop the thing with, hey, when you're in hell, when you use your power to its full, you you're not going to be able to keep up with it. Your healing ability, which Midnighter has, will not be able to keep up with this. It's funny because. I, I would think that just going to hell is pretty taxing on that. You know what I'm saying? I would it's say like, so. To me, I I just would imagine that going to hell kind of starts killing you, and, and he has a healing factor, so it might be able it's to It's almost stay. like going to fucking uh, Apocalypse without the hell bat suit. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like going to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. You, you don't want to go. Or Buffalo. And, yeah, or Buffalo. It's too cold. You need the healing ability. Uh, but yeah, he says you're going to have seven minutes. And it's so weird to spell out that seven minutes, but yeah. it's fine. And I like uh, Midnighter says to Gregorio, listen, I don't, I don't give a shit. You can tell me that I'm going to last 30 seconds. That, I'm going to go funny. do it. You know what? That's funny to me, too, because you're talking about how shit needs to start speeding up for you. If we know now that we have seven minutes... That next issue better be in and out of hell right quick because yeah. Midnight See, does here's not the have thing. the time This there. is where I got confused, and I think that I was not thinking right, and I don't know that you are as well. He does point out when you activate it till it's full power, I don't think he's going to do that until the very end. Like him being in hell now, 
at the end of this issue, I don't think he is, quote-unquote, activating his full power. I think that that's a spell out to kind of show you, okay, he's going to be in hell for a while, but once he activates that, you know what I'm saying? It's very odd. I thought that what he was saying at first is, when you get to hell, you got seven fucking minutes. Yeah, that's right. That's how I read it. Well, in this issue, he's already spent more than seven minutes. I, I'm telling you, when he says, but when you activate its full power in bold, Right. Uh, we'll see whatever the hell. And also, that's what's funny. He says, listen, I performed a dangerous ritual on you. Uh, it's At its baseline, it will let you fight in hell, mortify of internal flesh. But when you activate its full power, your body will burn up, you know, in seven minutes. And it's, again, it's so, it's not spelled out enough to me. I'm it's guessing that so it's going to be the final battle with Neron, but like yeah. the whole thing is, it is very unclear to me because you know what I'm saying? we are dealing with so much. We have the Black Candle to get Midnighter to hell. He's already yeah. a badass, so that's how honestly yeah. I took it. Well, the spell is going to allow him to fight in hell that's in his the physical thing. power. And earlier, and just a second ago, when I said, oh, when you go in hell, you're already going to be in trouble or whatever. I see now, Gregorio has given him the spell, so he can go there. Yeah, uh, yeah. And but, then like he's, I say, but he has the Black Candle to get him there. But he has to go and find the Ace of Winchesters to defeat Mauser. Yeah. So I'm telling you, this has become a scavenger hunt, almost like the no, God Garden. And tech. not only to the point where even when you said, I don't know how he's spelling this out, but you also have the the wild card of when that candle burns out, you're done, right? You oh, gotta yeah. get the fuck back. And so you have this seven minutes. I don't even know that at that point See, when he hits that full power, he's gonna even I'm, have seven I'm minutes. I'm telling left. you, I guess I read it like a little wrong or just completely fucking wrong because in my mind, the seven minutes was you light this candle, yeah. it fucking burns out in seven minutes, you gotta come back. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, I thought that what I'm I think that he's going to, you know, superpower up at one point, and that's yeah, where yeah. it's going to burn him from inside. Okay, and, that makes sense. You know, and that's, again, I, Steve Orlando is kind of setting you up. If you look at it the way that I thought after the fifth time I've read it, right. um, it really does point out a very straight path of what's going to happen. Like you said, he's going to fight, 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 get the Neuron. He can't beat Neuron without... He's going to go Super Saiyan. Yeah, he's got to go Super Saiyan and go... That's what I thought as well, and, and go ballistic. But it is kind of it is kind of heavy-handed, that setup, if that's what comes to be. But in right. the meantime, we go off to hell. And I actually... I think it's funny to have it just spelled out hell and then a period yeah. when you go to hell. And I like the I like the visions of hell in the borders of what's going on in here. I think it's I. pretty cool. Uh, Neron's playing a game. I hate board I like, games. I like all of the artwork in this fucking book. No, I do too. Uh, it's funny, in my review I said, uh, if they were playing Monopoly, that would actually be my version of Hell. That I'm sounds not, like Hell. Yeah, I'm not a big board game fan anymore. Neither I was I. at a point. Remember that uh, one Christmas little article you had where yeah, his parents bought him all well, board games? And even, even the case, when we were kids... Board games were pretty, you know, you had Stratego even, yeah. or Risk got a little better, but they were I'm very basic. I used to love playing Risk with my family. My uncles used to it come over and we forever. still all play. It does. It takes It forever. was pretty much, they would come over and drink and we'd all play I mean, Risk. Am I the, I I'm not the only one who's like, oh, board games? More like board games. <laughs> I used to say, I hate Monopoly. I'd cheat like a fucking mother. I, uh, of course... I would go to play Monopoly with anybody, and if you know me, like, you know me as well I as uh, my other friend. Would you ever let me be the banker? Absolutely ever. not. They don't let me. I'd actually convince them, and uh, that's how I got away with shit. I was very sly. Uh, I in think the meantime, your friends were just dumb. Yeah, well, yeah, in the, well, that's why I won. I'm, I'm only going to play with people who are dumber than me, and I'm a fucking retard, Eric, so, you know, where you, where do I go? Uh 
the, uh, nowadays Monopoly has that credit card thing, and you yep. can't really cheat it. So I don't. No, no, my, I made my sister Can you the cheat freaking. It? Uh, she cheated it. Okay, I I haven't even played it. I assume. I'm sorry, this is probably like fucking ten years well, ago. I so. assume that the credit card didn't allow you to cheat. So no cheating, no gym. I'm out. Uh, but this game is uh, the greatest game ever made, The Mansion of Happiness. It actually reminded me of the newer game. Like, you have some of those crazy board games now. You got that one. What was that mansion oh, the one? The Mansion of Madness? Yeah, yeah. Now, that's crazy. That like that is, that is the up the ante of board games. Motherfucker takes that's eight better. hours to play. It's yeah, amazing, yeah, though. It does. It's like Risk, fucking 17 trillion days that fucking takes. But yeah, the Mansion of Happiness is there, and Neron is playing with Apollo, and it's basically a game. It's like, now, I told you, now, I explained to you, it's you like a tarot seen, card game. Have you ever seen this dreidel kind of die before? No, no I don't I know how it would work. No, I, I think I know exactly how it would work. No, I guess it you would. You spin it and of... it would fall over, and there, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I guess. It's it's funny. You I actually looked at it more to see because that is something that really cannot be told or shown in a comic. Uh, oh, no. I just thought you just threw it up in the air. I didn't even know you would spin it. It reminds me of the four-sided die in uh, Dungeons & Dragons, the old school right. Dungeons & Dragons, that I still don't fully understand how to read that thing. <laughs> you pick it up and you look at the bottom left. I don't know. But they're playing this game. It's like a tarot card thing that is supposed to show Apollo why he's in hell and why he deserves I, to be in hell. That's the and worst part, like though. Is I just don't understand how this game is played because I spin my little dreidel as a die yep. attached to it. I move my piece, and then it just lands on something. And say yeah. it lands on, like... I don't pride. know. It's the first say, one. The first one lands I'm on just pride. Saying, I'm just saying personally. Say I land on, you know, murder. Yeah. I haven't murdered anybody. So what does Neron do then? But, because it like, won't land on right. that. Here's uh, the thing. It, it, first off, number one, the See, game's I'm fixed. A, number I'm two, an actual game. it is based on what you've done. It, this it is definitely Bill and Ted is. Playing the fucking yeah, Reaper this, no, this is not. This is not like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna spin it and it's gonna land on you know something crazy that I've never done. That's the basis of the game. Is skip it's, your turn. Fuck. It, and it's it's the quote unquote mansion of happiness, but yet it's all set up to show exactly all of the sins that you have done. And in the meantime, the Neron, Neron almost makes it seem like you number one could win. Number yeah. two, you can explain yourself away. You can't. He's not going for it because Apollo does explain things. They, you know, it's pride. Oh, you think you're a god? No, I took that uh, whole thing. I I called myself Apollo so inspire I can inspire hope. people and things yeah. like that. Neron does want to play that. He's like, ah, it's <laughs> not my game. Yeah, he's like, ah, and it's funny because Neron only really gets like one one turn. It seems, and he lands <laughs> on an empty space. He's cheating. It's, it, the, the whole thing's a cheat. And then he's like, he lands on murder. Uh, Apollo does, and this is like he even says, "You and your friend, meaning Midnighter. Oh, you know this very well." And that's where Apollo says, "Like I know, I, I've murdered some people, but this is the price to pay." To, you know, to have a good you world, know, I'm gonna it's protect thing, though, people. It's like I, I'm willing to murder these bad people so nobody else has to, has like, to. you know, die and go yeah. to hell themselves. I'm yeah, it, willing to go to hell myself by doing this so nobody yeah. else has to. Yeah. And I'm telling you, at that point, I would, I wanted Paolo just to drop the mic and Neron had nothing to say, but Neron yeah. pretty much like, well. You deserve to be here. Fuck yeah, out. No, we're I'm telling we're done. you, it doesn't matter if if he landed on like here it is. It there's I see on the one speech. thing, the, one of the only thing. There's honesty. There's poverty. I'm looking at the 
the board where Neron went to that blank space. Now, if he yeah. goes on poverty, which what sin is that? But he's like, oh, I don't you know, this, but I'm fucking. Yeah. I have that sin. Yeah, space, really. I'm, I'm right playing out that sin every fucking day. But if he land all poverty, oh, you know what? Because I don't think that whatever he says, Neron's going to go. Nope, you you deserve to be here. It's it's this. This is why I'm saying. It's padding. Nothing is happening here. It's, it's just padding. It's decent dialogue, though. It, I don't it's mind okay. it. It's okay. You, if I but it's okay. If I get decent dialogue in a Steve Orlando book, I'm happy you, as fuck. You fun. have a plus. Uh, this is all just – they might as well show them – like it has this scene. They go, and when they come back, Apollo and Neron don't realize that you've come back to their scene, and they're standing there smoking, sitting there because they're not – they're only <laughs> – all they're doing is freaking wasting time until Apollo or Midnighter gets there. Yeah. It, it goes with mythology, though, with the whole weighing of it the does. sins. It's just, I'm telling you, it, it's nonsense. It, it really is. But it does make me laugh. We'll just go through that whole thing before we get back to Midnight. Uh, the game goes on, and as Neron says, listen, I've never lost. He doesn't lose because when he seems like he's going to lose, he takes his board. In this game. <laughs> he, yeah, he takes the board and goes home. He makes it disappear. He goes, nope, I've never lost in this game, and you it's know, so it's ridiculous. Him. I want to play a game with you. I've never lost. It's pretty much where you roll the die and anything you land on, I berate you. Yeah, I the berate end. you. And then if somehow after four turns you haven't gone and cried, well, the game's over and I win anyway. I don't want to play anymore. No, I did like I, – I actually forgot to even mention at the very beginning I did like the one point where Neron's talking to Apollo and he's like, hey, I like you. Uh, the last time I had somebody like this was the Lightbringer, which is Lucifer. Yes. Uh, that was pretty cool. I, I even glanced over that. I had it in my notes. But I thought that was pretty cool. And it, it almost – it points out, like, you know, Neron doesn't mind having Apollo there. It's like his new plaything. You can play with him. But you, you go back to Midnighter. Midnighter's going to start asking the fist questions and pressing the flesh. He goes to a door. This is where uh, Gregorio had sent him. And he goes and he's like, hey, buddy, what's going on? This guy answers this old guy as a keep calm, uh, keep calm and drink uh, something, Linden or whatever, on his no, no, cup. No, he's no, just, keep calm and drink. Uh, what is that? It looks like Linden. I don't know if that's a form of tea or whatever. I have whatever. no idea. I, I had to get know. the magnifying glass yeah, out know. here. I have no idea. I, I don't still even can't know why tell. I brought it up. But yeah, he's <laughs> he answers. He actually looks like Tanya's uncle. Uh, and he's like, hey, what's going on? I the think test, you, the, the fighter pilot. Yeah, 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 the fighter pilot. He, he's the astronaut. He, uh, the guy's like, hey, you know, I, I think you might be at the wrong spot. Uh, you know, might, you might have the wrong house. He's like, yeah, you know what? I, there's two problems, buddy. One, I've got a fake computer for a brain, and two, that's not your face. I'm like, here we go. He, now, he now does. He introduces himself. His true name is Vadyanar. I would say is what his true name is, <laughs> and he turns into a. Uh, green monster that looks like he has a, t a tooth vagina uh, for a mouth, not even honestly, a mouth. I think I think it's a tooth ball sack for yeah, a chip. It's, it's crazy. A midnighter just goes to town on him, and I felt bad. I actually felt bad for this guy. Really, he's kind of like a green shaggy man yeah, to me. This guy just answers the door. He's been living here. I don't know that he's bad. Look, he's a demon. He's, he's a bad a guy. He's a demon. But Gregorio, they were friends or possibly lovers at one point, and he punches him. Doesn't punch his Gregorio face. Gregorio does not keep good company. He punches through his face. But really, I know that, that this demon Vagnar, he starts to <laughs> taunt. Uh, Minericus is like, yeah, I want the the uh, Ace of Winchesters. Ah, you don't have it. They took it. It was stolen. <laughs> and then he says, uh, there goes your revenge. You got no teeth to bite. What now, asshole? I'm like, what the fuck is he? Or, this, this issue was funny because when it came in, I started reading. And I told you, when I read 
um, Midnight or anything Steve Orlando, even the other books that he does. I do go right for looking for nonsense oh, yeah. uh, dialogue. You gotta start there really, there really isn't much here. There is the starts. Uh, he actually pulls himself back, I think, from the, the precipice of awful dialogue. Because, I agree. I'm telling you, there is some nonsense dialogue when Midnight is talking. But it doesn't but go it, too far. No, and it's only when he is kicking some serious yes, ass. Yes, and even then, it's not horrible. Like no. I'm telling you, at points, he would go – like he really is being a little more subtle with the dialogue in this issue, and, and I, I, I liked it more of it. because of that. I, I do, and I'm, I'm bad-mouthing the issue when I get to my score – uh, I did like it, and I even said in my review that I like these three issues a lot more than I did like any of the Midnight or any three issues of the Midnighter series that we yeah, got in the New 52. I think that it is a lot better, and it is probably because it's more and focused on that issue. story. And I, this is not my favorite issue. I actually like the first issue a lot. Uh, that was, you, issue that too, was yeah. when I was talking uh, I think was that when I was talking about myself on the the podcast or was I can't remember it I don't was remember one of, I don't know if that was the second one but yeah the, this issue to me though it's like I said it's just a couple of scenes where not a lot happens it's just leading and it is the third issue of a six issue mini we get this a lot where that middle part is going to be all set up for the grand finale so oh, yeah. Uh, so it makes sense, but what happens I, is he... I, and I like the stage they're setting for the most part. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes Now, I'm telling because... you, but after he punches through that goddamn demon's face, yeah. I don't know what the fuck happens. No, it seems, well, he says to the guy while he's trash-talking, Midnighter says, listen, I know you got pockets. I, I, Whatever he says, you have pockets of space in there where you keep things, and in the meantime... Well, I, I get that part. Yeah, well, in the meantime, Gagario even told him that, you know, he's a, you know, he's a pompous ass. He'll never give up everything. He always likes to keep fucking keepsakes, it seems. The guy likes knickknacks. So he punches him, and I don't know what happens either. All of a sudden, he opens up, and I told you when I was talking about it, it reminds me of those cans of slime, where when you would open up the the slime and it had the pieces of trash in it, the plastic pieces, that's what this seems like. But then all of a sudden... The the fucking neighborhood's flooded. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole house fills yeah, up with water. I wish I and I and... looked up this guy too to see what the deal was with this guy. Like, and I was, was like hoping the Archbishop Demon of fucking yeah, floods. Yeah, no, there's nothing. I was desperately I was saying, hoping yeah. there'd be something. But yeah, I get the idea that he is a water elemental. I don't know. Sure, he, he just opens up and again. It's funny because if they even spelled it out that he likes these knickknacks, and one of the knickknacks was the Atlantic Ocean, Eric. I, I don't know. It seems that way. There's a big guy, goddamn flood in points where Midnighter is swimming through the fucking living room, and he sees it. He sees one of the bullets. And he's one of the like, bullets Ooh. is the Ace of Winchesters. Yep, the Ace of Winchesters. And that's I, I have a big problem with that that I'll, I'll tell you later. But before then, he goes to Al's. Uh, Al's Massey, where he goes, it's Al's bar, uh, where it's pretty much his hub, where he goes and talks to Al, Al's his best friend, you know, besides Apollo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And he goes to talk, and it's, it is, again, it is very, uh, it's padding. Uh, I don't, it's padding, but it gives it more, it has been done. Now, I don't understand why he gets this bullet, then undresses and goes to the bar. It seems like you get that bullet, get the fuck going. No, like, see, that's what I, this is my biggest problem with this thing because I can understand him trying to get his affairs in order if he does yeah. not come back. Yeah, but he doesn't really get any to, affairs in order. He I, just exactly, says goodbye. No. I'm just trying to. He's trying to find his lover. 
Yeah. You want to get there as soon as yeah. fucking possible. Yeah, and that's why you don't want to I, dally dally around yes, and have a I like drink. the part, I like the fact that he does go to Al's, and I I would guess that Al is going to come into play in a you know maybe the last issue. I don't think he's going to be in hell, but I do think that we're going to see him again. And I think Steve Orlando is trying to remind us who is important. Right, to right. Midnighter like all of a sudden, like like Midnighter and Paul get back and they go and have a drink with Al. Yeah, and they and and maybe Al has some fucking hex that's I don't know because it is weird. He's there. He he takes the time to undress and go have a drink, a last drink, which is nice enough. But I wish that somehow Steve Orlando would have set something up. Say it was like, listen, you have this candle, you have to use it at midnight. Maybe there's some rule you that kill would, some time. you know what I mean? That would allow, okay, I I have an hour, I I'm gonna go say goodbye to Al because it does seem weird that yeah. he's at, at this moment he's having a I drink with Al. Apollo is in hell. For? You don't know what he's doing. Yes, he's playing a board game in hell, uh, but you don't know. He could have buzzards eating out his innards as you speak, or he could be shitting out hell a fucking buzzards. shit that goes right back into his mouth. Uh, you, uh, who knows what hell is? Of. It's not like heaven. That's your sexiest bit. You're in hell, Eric. You don't get that. To, you're not privy to that. But yeah, I really thought that this was weird that he would go have a drink. But if you kind of forget that, it's okay, he says. Yeah. And then Al's like, I, you know, I, you, you get the idea that Al has heard this speech I'll a keep fucking a clean trillion glass times. You, yeah, you know, I'm telling you, and it's weird too that he says that. And was it weird that I thought that this was some kind of other spell, like Al might be some fucking magic user that this glass is now his soul? And then when he goes back, I'm telling you, I started wow. thinking crazy shit. Jesus but Christ, dude. The, the only reason I thought that is there's no reason oh, why he would go there. That's his soul, Eric. It's a bell jar of a soul. I, I, it's a goddamn whiskey glass of a yeah. soul. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, some people's souls are like that. Yeah, look, look at you. You were, you were oh. drunk last week. I don't I, know. I was hoping we were past You had this. your soul at the bottom of a fucking gin bottle. But yeah, Midnighter goes back to his apartment where he I does have the body. body he, he has Apollo's <laughs> body there. He kind of says, I'm on my way. And he goes. Now, he, he lights the candle. You get a little... Uh, I, I don't know if it's if you could say it's kind of confusing where it's... Apollo doing what Gregorio has told him. You know, he has it there. Uh, the one thing, though, is weird that he's going to go to hell and going to get this Ace of Winchesters this whole time. He goes to get the Ace of Winchesters, and and unfortunately it's gone. But then he gets a, a, a bullet. It's just a weird transition of what he's doing. Like, if the guy had the Ace of Winchesters, he'd go with that. But he has yeah. a bullet, and he's all happy with himself. Like, oh, I got a bullet. I, well, 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 I'm saying, the guy was talking about how I believe it's the Lords of the Gun habit, who he knows yeah. are in hell, yeah. I guess. So he is taking the bullet, so when he yeah. gets there, he has but a shot But it's weird, fire. because before he went to see that guy, he didn't know that he needed a bullet. He was going yeah. to get the, the gun. But I'm saying, he was just going to go get the gun. You never thought that you, you had a two-part thing well, of this. Honestly, I never actually thought of a special bullet at all. I thought the gun did all the no, magic. No, well, that's – and what I'm saying is uh, Gregorio tells him, hey, this is the guy who has the gun. Go get yeah, yeah. it. Oh, okay. I'll go get it. Oh, you don't have the gun. Here, I'm going to go inside you and grab a bullet. And, and I'm like, where did you go from step one to two where, where you were going for this gun? Now all of a sudden he's so happy because I got the bullet now. And when when did this pop up? Because I would assume that the gun had bullets and this was never a problem. But 
we go down the hell. Never and he assume just a gun is unloaded. I, it's just, I got I'm telling you, though, it's weird because there was never a talk about it being unloaded you. or loaded. It just seemed like he is being very positive with the, with the steps that he's taking. Uh, but they go down to hell. He, he goes down to hell, and it, it's pretty good art, like you said. And it even gets, like, smudgy. In yeah. the coloring thing, and it almost like very bloody and like and even disgusting. like the pure red backgrounds I like. Usually yeah. I hate like blank backgrounds like that. Yeah. I don't mind them here. Yeah, and he just goes and just starts kicking ass. He just starts oh, beating God. shit out of you, you know, the whole deal. And he's heading to. Uh, he wants to find Mauser. All, all what's it called? Uh, of course, he's going, but he's going to have to find the way. And he goes and he's just ripping people apart. And you see those demons that were from the first. Uh, issue that got the gun of uh, the Winchester, the Ace of Winchesters, and it kind of confused me a little about them. Like he's there, hey, welcome. You know what? Mauser's in the Vascular Gardens, and it's weird. It's almost like they're just taunting him. But why are they telling him that? I, I don't understand. Oh, because Mauser's their boy. They got yeah. full faith in him. Well, I get, but really, they could have full faith in him and just kind of say, like, I don't know where he is. <laughs> you you gotta uh, find I, out. I think he's back the way you came. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. You just they say where he is, and yeah, I think that's the whole thing. They're so oh pompous. Who doesn't want to see something like you need some entertainment in hell? Not a lot goes I on guess. there except for the torture and whatnot. Here yeah. you actually have a fight. And to I the guess death these other sort. guys. There's like a crocodile guy. Crocodile man. All... I tell you, all of a sudden, Midnighter is in hell. He walks from a plains into a fucking old west town full yeah, of crocodiles. Yeah, it's an old west demons. town <laughs> of crocodiles and some weird demons, and they're like, yak man. Face from the and it's Tantina funny. They're scene. like. Yeah, they, he dressed the part. Hey, rumor once he wants the Lords of the Gun. And the Lords of the Gun, uh, if I'm not mistaken, are those goddamn yeah. fucking zombie guys. And they're just like, eh, Mauser's in the vascular guards. Go, maybe it's like they don't want to get fucked with. <laughs> they're like, the fuck well, no, of course, they don't even, look, they're flying above them. They're not coming down to talk yeah. to them. Yeah, it's above funny, them. too. It's like they're half there. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not coming down. But then they say, hey, they're, hey there are no fight computers in hell. <laughs> Just fighting. Oh, here we go again. But they say you're walking into a slaughterhouse, and you know, Midnighter. He doesn't care. He says it'll. It won't be the first. He's he's a fucking kick-ass guy. I have to admit, uh, all the shit that we know about him. Decent dialogue. Yeah, he's pretty badass. He just is a badass, and he goes. And I really don't know what Mauser's getting at, and I don't know what's going to happen because to me, that fight computer is in full check. Mauser throws the broken gun, uh, the Ace of Winchester. Oh, just broken apart. And all I think of is he's now going to be Forrest Gump and put that fucking thing back together in two seconds and then shoot him. I, again, I don't understand. If this thing doesn't have bullets, there's no re- – I don't know. This whole gun thing is so wacky. But to actually break it and then just throw it at him, it seems odd to me. It really does because it seemed like that was the thing that they really were trying to get in the first place. And now they find out Midnighter's coming, so they just break it? I, I don't know. If, I don't if know he either. thinks he's such a, a kick-ass deal, I don't even know why they just don't shoot Midnighter with the Ace of Winchesters. I don't know that it doesn't Because they don't have a bullet. I get, but that's the thing. We didn't know that before. So, <laughs> like, they, uh, Even if it was like something like, oh, the Ace of Winchesters, yeah, you know what? It's worthless without bullets and just hands it to Midnighter. Fucking Here you done. Go. Aha. Yeah, done. Uh, but yeah, he Yo, has I the talked to your boy Yaga earlier. Yeah, I talked about Yaga Banco Bonka. And here I am. He's like, good job, Mauser. No, it's Mauser. <laughs> but he has the bullet. The, the gun at his feet. Understand this dialogue. Yeah, I'm telling you, not even the dialogue. The dialogue isn't the thing. It's all these items. This fucking Ace of Winchester, yeah, the Lord of the Gun. Hunt. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, but he throws it at his feet, and then basically you see the guy, and this is the guy from before. Well, Mauser is the guy from before that has like 17 fucking arms with guns and shit like that. Yeah, I don't and, even know what he is. Yeah, and now he has a cow. I don't remember if he had that cowboy hat before. I want to say he did, but I, I, would don't, hope I can't that he say did. for certain. But actually, I really hope that he did, because now he's in this old west town in hell. Oh, he's yeah. going to fucking went in Rome, my friend. But he has that, and he's like, you know what? Let's dance. And that's how it ends. And it, and, we I danced. Said, yeah, and I said in my review that at least it ends with like, yeah, we're going to have some fucking fights the next time. It says uh, next, fists to a gunfight. I don't know. Midnighter's fists are pretty powerful. And in fact, earlier when he's beating the shit out of all those demons, the, the fucking crocodile and all those demons even. chopping dudes' yeah, heads just in, half. in half. And the guys in that old west town even say, he hits harder than a mortal. Yeah. somehow and i don't know if that's because of the spell that gregarios put gave him or he's just that kick ass but they have spelled it out that he's a little tougher than the Don't normal you, mortal when i when i read that for some reason it took me all the way back to dc versus marvel when all of a sudden like when the the universes were originally combining yeah. and bullseye wound up in the bat cave and he went after freaking uh batman and batman yeah, yeah. punched him in the face like he hits harder than Daredevil and just goes yeah. down. I don't yeah, know why. This, this has nothing to do with the book. But yeah, Maybe but it, laugh, it, it was it. That's kind of a you know a little wink, wink that Midnighter is gonna kick some ass, and oh, I yeah, don't boy. mind it. Also, I don't mind because they do he say might, that he might start spending his weekends here to kick some yeah. ass. I well, don't know. they do say that while he's walking through town, and it also gives you a reason why they're not attacking. But the the funny thing too is how many mortals go to fucking you know hell because he hits Constantine. harder than a mortal. It seems like they get a lot of mortals down there. Well, I, that or they keep going up to Earth because we saw yeah. fucking Yard of Ruler up in true. there. true. We don't. That's the other thing. If we really, if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, how did they go to Earth and why? And all this eh. well they went to get the gun but they were well, already in we, hell why did they need it as we saw in that new town showcase there is a freaking passageway in a kansas yes, fucking cemetery is. yes there is but i did like i like the art a lot and right. i i like it i we said it already i like that steve orlando kind of he turns it down a little uh he turns it down He's to eight dude, it, it's not it. up to 11 it's a little more and even as midnighter's kicking ass you don't have this crazy dialogue where steve orlando really desperately wants to make midnighter a action move a movie action hero with great one-liners they're never good they no. really aren't it's it always ends up being fucking eye-rolling bad and so i'm glad he doesn't do that here and i gave it a 7.5 eric I give it a seven point five as well. Yeah, I think that that and that's a that's a positive score in my mind. Hell yeah, it really me too. is. There, I did saying, enjoy it. There was some it. nonsense to this, yeah. but for the overall, yeah, I can't I can't issue. go too high on this, but I really did enjoy it for what it was. And I'm not that where this book. It's funny. The book that comes to mind when I read Midnighter every time is Deathstroke for some reason. Maybe it's because uh -huh. of the characters, whatever. And I have so much more fun reading Midnighter than I ever do De uh, Deathstroke. I really Definitely. do. But but yet I might be able to easily convince you that Deathstroke is a better written book. Uh, this is better. The, to me, this Midnighter Apollo is better. And yet you look at my scores, I, I do score Deathstroke better. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm talking about. But it, it the does. funk. Yeah, no, I just – when I'm reading it, it may not have the – you know, it's not gripping to the point where when I'm done, I'm thinking about it a week later. But I enjoy it when it pops up, so I don't oh, yeah. mind. 
Uh, but and we'll this move is a on. way better yes. series than the last one was. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I really do enjoy this. And I, I'm actually, uh, the first issue, I don't know if I looked what the second issue, if the sales of the, the number two came out yet. It's probably going to be out soon uh, as we record, probably like next week. And I really am afraid that it's not going to even sell as good eventually as the last series. And I think oh, of course not, because we better. like it. Yeah, that, that's the problem. When I like it, everybody bails. Uh, but we'll move on. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. We got, uh, uh, what am I doing? What character I don't know. Are you? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It sounds Fucking a little like, like Urkel a little. I don't know. I, I was thinking it's fucking his it goddamn sounds name. Like a, it's Barney, uh, fucking, um, God damn it, Gomer Pyle. Yeah, actually, I was thinking it was more like, uh, what's it? Howdy ho. <laughs> Mr. Hanky? Mr. Hanky. Handy cow! Ah, uh, yes. Let me get my notes. Hey, Sarge! Hey! <laughs> hey, Sarge! Look at here! I'm about to sing a song. When the moon <laughs> hits your eye. Like... Oh, classic Gomer. <laughs> Golly, Sarge! I Shazam. don't know what you're talking about. Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> Guy should just sing everything. I'll have a triple well. cheeseburger. That's what he says. Listen, I don't want to have sex tonight. That's what he says to his partner, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Partner, this is weird science after dark. The sun's going down. It's still a bit of light outside. Not that chat room. Not that oh. awful chat room I have to get out of. <laughs> the I had to save my marriage. Podcast. Yeah, that's called, holy shit, I like my balls. Right I don't where like they being stabbed are. out of nowhere in the middle of the yes, night. I do not want to have a, a Lorena Bobbitt situation going on here. Uh, I'd be originally horrified, but then you'd be held against you the rest of your life. You know that, right? Yes, it would. Uh, yeah. Oh, you would be horrified and then you'd make fun of me? Oh yes, definitely. Oh Jesus Christ! It's like you—you you, every time you I walk knew in, this you're would playing. Happen, uh, you just anyway. You're playing that song by uh, what's it called? Stone Temple Pilots. A half a man I used to be. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be my theme from now on. Half the man, half the man I used to be till I lost my balls. All right, <laughs> and we're back, Eric. I don't know why I'm saying we're back because we're coming right out of books, right? This is the last book. We've done a bunch yeah, of books. What are we back, we're back. from? We're fucking back. Knucklehead. We're back. It's like we're backstreet. Backstreet's back too. So All we, right. I'm allowed to say it. All right. We have one last book, and it's a doozy. Is it a doozy? doozy. It's oh, you're a, a doodle, doozy. mama. I didn't mind it. This is probably this is a good book to end with because it kind of spells out everything about this week. Everything's kind of just eh. eh. I read this there, issue. There, and I don't I don't mind it either way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like Dead Man where I wanted to kill somebody and get my fucking life back. Uh, but it it wasn't great either. It no, just kind of it it's there. I'm good. We're gonna be reading it obviously for the podcast uh, until it's over. It's only six issues long. It is Death of Hawkman, by the way, and. Uh, when it gets to the point where it's done, I will not miss it. But no, I'll probably either. sit back and say, oh, well, yeah, I, I read it. There well, we go. At least you got some Hawkman for a little while. I, I, yeah. I wish that when we do things like this, we would get like a uh, Girl Scout badge. I have a little Hawkman badge. Boop. Right on my fucking satchel. Got my Hawkman badge. It's on my here, satchel. My I'm like, there you go. I did my did time. Did my 80 I got, hours of Hawkman. Yeah, I, I got my shit. We talked about it on the podcast. I'm in. I fucking that right next to like the one for origami. I wish I, I could say, do Oregon. Plus, you can get some Adam Strange badge for this, too. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess you How could. How often do you deal with Adam Strange anymore? I would think it would be a duel, Adam Strange, Hawkman badge together. Oh, that's a tough badge to get. It is a tough badge. What, what is this, Pokemon now? They're just going <laughs> to give us a badge. You get, you take a guy, you help an old guy across the street, you get a badge. There's no fucking, you're not out in the woods trying to fucking get this badge. You read right. six, you go six out issues of a comic. You go out to build your fire so you can get a badge, all right? I never make a fire, get that Jim. badge. I'd no. never get that badge. I, I couldn't make a fire. I couldn't. Death of Hawkman, Eric. Tell me about it. Death of Hawkman, number three, written by Mark Andreco, with art by A.A. Ron Lopresti, John Livesay, Rodney Buscemi, Blonde, and Dave Sharp. Adam Strange and Hawkman are marked for death now that they've gone against both the Thanagarians and the Ranians, as they look for answers about what Despero is up to. I don't think they'll like what they answer. I can't fucking do it. I'm out. I tried so hard, Jim. <laughs> Despero is rich. I don't think they'll like what the answer they find, though, because as they... Who is as we saw this, I hate them. As they saw this issue, I tell you, I was like, I'm going to be focused. I'm going to read this goddamn thing. You can't and then see. It, I can't, he can't just, see without I, his glasses. I had the glasses. I was waiting yeah, to like, matter. I'm going to pull this off. It's going to be so good. You're the Thomas anyway. J of podcasting. Yeah, I am. I'm going to die. Thomas J. He was allergic to bees. Why was he fucking the, around with that beehive there? Because he didn't Why? know anybody. I kid. knew shit was going down. I, I was there on the did. theater screaming. Movie. You've seen movies. Stay away from it. I've seen Lucas. Okay. Despero has raised an army of his people together. <laughs> he comment on Lucas. And it's not like Hawkman and Adam Strange are two of the heavy hitters of the DCU. No, they are not. Uh, I figured out this issue mainly. This is an issue where Hawkman, he talked to his agent. He said, listen, I know I have this series. It's only six issues. We have to get things going. I know that. But I really have been working out, and I want to show my naked body. And really, there's uh, a more pages. There is more pages in this issue about him being nude in his apartment than there needs to be in just a six-issue mini. That We say nonsense about that dead man where they had a lot of things. At least those are oversized. That actually, in page count, kind of ends up being almost like a nine-issue thing. So you can have this. There's limited time, and you do get a lot of that. You see well, the woman like, like – Now that Adam Strange has finally gotten to Hawkman, he has, he's at like a buddy of his now, right? Yeah. Now we got to add a bunch of jokes and levity because his two old friends hanging out. I'm like, no, no we don't they're need just this. Hanging. There is a war brewing. Get on the goddamn yeah, trolley. Tell Hawkman, don't talk about his dick. Tell him the problems we have. Suit yeah, up. And not only go, that, but, but you're there to try to stop things. Your wife is at her home planet. Her dad is dead. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot her of shit going dead. down here. There's a lot of shit going down, and he's more concerned about uh, Hawkman being nude and that he's seen you know, too much and where is hey, all no this hair. hair. There. Yeah, it like, just keeps going boy, and going. Uh, it's funny. I only have one note for this, and I didn't understand what it meant. Now I realize <laughs> going through, I have, he forgot he had it. It's propped on his wallet. That's what I wrote. I'm like, the fuck am I talking about? But yeah, there's the part where they're there, the and card. it's the JLU card, and he's like, I didn't even remember I had that. Bullshit. You have it propped on your fucking wallet right there on your goddamn table. Uh, that was that just got to me. It got to me. But yeah, if you remember, Hawkman was getting busy. He's pissed off. He's getting busy. Uh, and he, he got goes busy. Off. He's setting her up. Well, he got busy, now. but in the meantime, that lady sells him out or sells both him and Adam Strange out. She's she just sees. doing her civic duty, man. She's yeah, walking yeah, down know. the street. She sees That's a, what the, the Nazis is, said, Eric. The Nazis. <laughs> the thing I want to know is 
How do the Thanagarians know that Adam Strange is there and have a picture of him in the broadcast and what I want to say, their Times Square over yeah, there? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I know it doesn't. It also, just the fact, I don't know. The, the whole thing with them being here and not there, and the, when when they go back and Alana's there, she has to convince everyone, basically, that her husband is not a traitor, he's not no. there. But then then it's really thrown in her face. He is. He really is. I uh, wouldn't even say that. All of the month, I'm telling you, everything could have been squashed here. Adam is trying to get to the bottom of what's going on yeah he's all trying to he figure out what's to going do, on all he had to do though was answer his goddamn apple watch phone yep. until all he, had to do. he fucking sent alana the voicemail in front of all of the high council of ron he just made yeah. her look like a dick and made himself look yeah. like a dick. Well, to she everybody. tries to she tries to call and it's denied, and that to them, uh, you know, oh. lack of communication can only mean one thing. <laughs> I learned in fucking Phantom Menace. That's invasion, Eric. And this is what they're like. Oh, they can't do it. Also, I really love it because he does go to Adam Strange goes to Hawkman. He's trying to figure out what's going on, and they're like, oh, you know, we do this and that. That's when Adam goes, hey, you know what? There's something weird. Look familiar, and he pulls up. I thought that that was Bigfoot. They're like that that phrase. How do they know how does hawkman know that's desperate how I don't, I, i'm telling you i don't know how any of them thought that was it desperate. It's, it's such never a, a non-descript deal that's what i'm saying he goes look familiar and yeah he knows no. right away oh my god it is and this leads them to say like oh i thought he was you know we put him away he was on on earth and they go to check it out well say they send cyborg and i actually he, he like didn't that. do shit Fucking yeah. Martian Manhunter put him down when fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, before really. Forever Evil. That is true. But yeah, they're, they're going to take the credit there. But I do like that they call the Justice League, but Cyborg's the only one there because he has nothing to do ever. And he's like, oh, I'll go check it out. I, I did like that. And he goes to check it out. This one guy's like, no way. There's no way. We have him locked up there. You know, they have all these special things. We already know that he's out. Uh, really, that this scene is even extended as two pages because we know what's going on, but then it's confirmed. They're not there. Yeah. And he's like, Adam, Qatar, we have a problem. And yeah, he is gone. And they're going to go. And really, now you have a fight because now that woman, she's a Nazi, Eric. She turned them in. No, and the there police is an alien job. menace on her fucking planet. <laughs> she is doing her civic goddamn duty is what it is. Nazi. But yeah, this whole thing ends up being, now it's been all the time, if you weren't reading it or whatever, that, you know, the Desperate setting up the Thanagarians to make it look like they're suicide bombers and, and causing all sorts of problems. And well, it's he just, goes off to his okay. own planet of Calador and kills yeah. all the freaking, like, the elders of his yeah, planet. Yeah, so that, to take Tony, care I don't know a lot about Despero and his people back on Calador. It seems that... The the elders are the only ones who get to walk around and have a good time because the rest of the people seem to be in some kind of stasis. Yeah, they, they, have they to look like they're in stasis. This is, it's there as bad as the people sitting around with Bane in, in the fucking Santa Prisca. Yeah. Nobody has fun unless you're – if you're the ruler, you get to sit on your throne of skulls. If you're not, you're like you're the just from Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, you don't really do much. So, yeah, he shows up there. In the meantime, you get a Madeline Stowe reference, and, you know, I'm sure everybody appreciated that. Uh, but not a lot happens here. It's really not a lot going on no. in this fucking book. Fucking Hawkman and Adam Strange, they steal a freaking ha- Thanagarian ship, and they're going to go to Calador, which is a bad goddamn plan because, yeah, as we saw, Despero has raised an army of his people, uh, and he's killed all the elders. He is now the leader of Calador, yes. and, and he has a whole the way, fucking planet full of people behind him. In the in the meantime, earlier when we were talking with Reggie, I was talking about books this week that I thought had false cliffhangers. It's when they all hail Desmond. Right. <laughs> I thought that was it. I'm like, okay, and that's like it's almost well, the see, end of the not book. Not only that, it's the hail Despero. Okay, good cliffhanger. Then we turn the page. 
oh shit, it moves on. Then at the end, it's Despero a close one to six. It begins. Yeah. I'm like, okay, and then there's another one. I'm like, oh, okay, shit, that's pretty cool. Uh, nope, we go back to the fucking guitar and then freaking Adam Strange, and that's where a guitar finds his uh, ex partner. You know, he, he's yeah. too old for this shit, I guess, Eric. I, I don't know, but it, the guy helps him out. He was yeah. going to help him out. And it's funny, too. I, I kind of laugh when they go away. And what's his partner? Uh, it's Crawl, right? Yeah. Uh, when they go off and crawl, somebody's like, "Hey, did you see him?" And, yeah, I saw that. I, I was. I made it. It made me laugh thinking that he was going a little over the top with what he called Hawkman's Hulk. probably like, "You son of a bitch!" Greetings, like, yeah, Batak. This Just piece of shit's down here. This partner of mine. <laughs> it made me laugh. You know the dickhead. The dickhead. You know that fucking asshole. It made me laugh so much. I don't know why because it was so ridiculous. Uh, but then you have Alana, and Alana says, "Listen, if it shows." That Adam is bad. Listen, I'm I'm not gonna stop anybody from doing it. And they're like, oh, you, what will you do? You know, if this is the play, if he's with Carter Hall, you know. And she basically says, I'll fucking kill him myself. Oh, and yeah. I don't I don't agree with it. But then Put again, a bounty on their heads. Maybe I nowhere do, to hide. Maybe I do agree because really, you know, her her dad's dead, and it it was all from what she I thinks. Feel is. Obviously, they're all this. It's so funny, too. I, I really like Mark and Draco. He's one of my favorite writers, actually. But this story, it not a lot is going on. Like you not said, though, it's not bad enough. I think Mark and Draco is almost like what we say about Dan Abnett. I even think when so he as was well. on, You know what I'm saying? When like, even Batwoman? when he was on Batwoman, it was yeah. good enough for me to enjoy it. It was fun. It wasn't great, though. And I think this is what's going on here. What I do think about this is... I don't think there's – where is the mystery? Like the mystery would have been Despero and what's going on or whatever. There's no mystery here. No. We, we know what's going on. You know 100% of what's going. You just So it ends up almost like, okay, let's get on with it. Let You know, we know this. We know the all this bullshit. Is, what let's going to Hawkman do something? Yeah, well, yeah, and basically though it's going to lead to them trying to prove that Despero was behind all this and, and then somehow, everybody's shaking you know, hands. Possibly lead to the death of Hawkman. Yeah, yeah. Such a weird title for this. Hawkman's barely in it. I'm telling you, I think that he dies because he is he's brought a new Eric. He realizes his past sins like and becomes a new Phoenix, man. Like the fiery Phoenix, he shall he is. rise He's going to rise from the ashes. Hawkman, Eric. It's death of Hawkman, and then it ends with the end, the birth of Hawkman. And Ooh. now, Eric, you just passed the test. <laughs> you did it. Congratulations, Eric. But yeah, there's not much to say about this. That's pretty much all, right? I like the art. Yeah, it's good. Right? I I really like the um. It, it like happened the art, a little the in this. Good. It happened a little in this issue. I wanted to go to make sure uh, because I really do usually like the beginnings of the book because that's where we get some action. Oh yeah, and it did happen right forward. there. That's when Adam is uh all upset about killing and he thinks that uh, Hawkman does it too easily. That part of the book is always the best because that's sure what is. I want to get to. I want to have a lot of fun like that. Yeah, and then it goes to him being nude and he is built. Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna f Mary kill him. That's it, Hawkman. All in one night. All in one goddamn fucking hour, Eric. Hopefully Whew. the fucking Ooh. f comes before the k. Yeah, really. I Hopefully, don't care. I'm not promising I don't nothing. care. That's the death of Hawkman, Eric. 
Sure is. <laughs> it's me doing an end of strange bedfellow. Man, I want to fuck Hawkman. Better kill him first so he lets yeah, me. Yeah, better kill. Yeah, because uh, but then you go through that whole thing when you do the ep- this is oh, when God, Reggie gets back. upset. All these people with us uh, upset at me and you because when we do this, we have thoughts in our heads. You know, yeah. God forbid. But whole you have that scenario. You have that thought that if you do have to kill somebody, you have to take an account that you have to kill them and they're not into that. <laughs> No. So you have to overpower like all of a sudden, in my mind, I'm sneaking up behind him with a fucking huh. candlestick. There's no way you're, kill, you're never going to be able to kill Hawkman. No. You're never going to kill Hawkman. There is no way. I just got to make him fall in love with me first. You see, you see Adam Strange is almost like a, a geek kind of deal. Look at that guy's fucking abs. Jesus yeah, Christ. Jesus I want to be Christ. a geek like that. Holy moly. Where's my... I'd give him my Zeta beam. Hooey. Comic humor, Eric. <laughs> oh, that's it. What what did you give it? I want me a little Adam Strange. Ooh, you're gonna get some Adam Strange. Wink wink. I'm gonna give him my Zeta beam. <laughs> did I say that? Zeta Zeta Beam. Is, is this thing on? Zeta Beam, Eric. Hello. Try the bean dip. What did you give it? I gave it a six point eight out of ten. I'd probably give it a six five. And that, I'm telling you, it's that's not a negative thing either. No, it's, it, it, this is good enough. It is what it is. I'm going to fu- keep reading it. I want to see where the story goes. But if it ended here, I probably wouldn't care either. No. I, I, yeah, really, I really like it, it. It actually, this could be the finale. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I guess well, I'll see Despero, you sometime in the future, Hawkman. Oh, that Despero. You got us again. Oh, goodness. Yeah, he got but back yeah, to his home world. Death it is a shame. One. The, the one thing that uh, – the only thing that upsets me is, you know, I care so much about you. And you are a big Hawkman fan. And yeah. so you wanted to see, tough, you know, man. Hawkman. It's really tough. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's tough it's like being a Hawkman fan. fan. No, it is. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what's your pick of the week, Eric? My pick of the week is Superman number 12. Yeah, was that the one that I said I went higher because I knew yes. that I wanted? Yes. So that is, it is my, that was my favorite issue of the week. Superman number 12. And I'm going to pull up my app and tell you what we have next week. I have a lot of books, I'll tell you that. I know that. Uh, we have a lot in general as well. So if this would load up, this is great stuff. We have Action Comics 969, Background Birds of Prey number 5, DC Rebirth Holiday Special number 1. Ooh-wee, there's a Steve Orlando uh, thing in there, Eric. Oh, yeah, a goody. Steve Orlando story. Santa's there, and he says, I am not the honest signal. And then it ends. And then he slashes a fucking elf in the head. Deathstroke number eight, Detective Comics nine forty six, Earth two Society number nineteen, and Eric of all these books coming out, I read that one. What do you really? think of that? It's the only one I read. I think you'll be pleased. I, I huh. think you'll be. Uh, that's a little hint. Gotham <laughs> Academy second semester number four, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number ten, New Superman number six, Red Hood and the Outlaws number five. Uh, Scooby Apocalypse number eight. I don't know if that'll be on the site. That will not be on the the. Uh, Absolutely not. Suicide Squad number eight. I'm expecting fully that Boomerang is back. How about you? Me as well. Well, you need him for the goddamn crossover. I didn't didn't even look at that. I'm just saying it it must be. Um, Supergirl number four. Superwoman number five that Dylan will be reviewing. The Flash number 12. And Wonder Woman number 12. We go back to the year one story. And that's it, Eric. Congratulations. Another job well done. Man, you got a lot of books next week. Yeah, I know. I have seven. Seven fucking books. I might have to take that holiday special off you. Maybe you will. Maybe you'll take it out of my cold, dead hands. 
All right, I got three books. You got seven. Have fun no, with that. You, my cold dead hands are now open. Take it from me. <laughs> take it from me, please. Hey, how about take that uh, holiday special, please? Uh, but yes, I do want to mention one thing before we go off. Uh, again, I mentioned that Mixler a uh, hundred million times earlier, so you get the point there. But also coming up, our real um, big show that we're going to have live, which will probably be the entire show, is going to be our year-end reward uh, show, and that will be Friday, December thirtieth at eight p.m. Uh, Eastern time, and I may be drinking, Eric. I think it's my turn to I shine. I don't think you're gonna. I think it's my turn to you're shine, Eric. It's time for Jimmy to shine. My man. Well, thankfully, it'll all be live, so we can always have a backup recording yeah. in case something goes fucking wrong. Yes, because on a little bit of a side note, we are <laughs> recording some of this live, this last sections that we did today, and I fucked up the recording. And if we weren't doing it live, we would have missed out on probably 30 minutes of uh, mail. So luckily, I did that. Thank goodness. But yeah, uh, why I'm bringing this up as well is I do want to get some user picks, listener picks, fan picks. You know, they are fans. Picks. User not, picks. They're not friends or fans. See, well, they are friends. That's, I don't like. I don't even say <laughs> listeners. Users. It's a bunch of fucking users you out there. Users. Uh, no, friend picks, Eric. Friend okay. picks. But I do want to have listener uh, mail for the picks or rent and raves. We'll, we'll figure it out. Do what you want. But here it is. We're going to have a bunch of categories for the year-end awards for the listeners. I had to narrow it down. Last year, we had to have a separate podcast just for the listener picks. This oh, year, I, we're just going to have. Now, listen up, people. We just need you to pick the book of the year, the writer of the year, and the artist of the year. That's Penciler. it. Book, writer, Artiste. I'm still penciler. saying artist. That penciler. That there's okay. So then I guess one for Eric because he does it all. He's not just a penciler, Eric. So I think you're wrong. He is also. I, I never penciler. actually. I don't think I've ever heard it on or listened or whatever, and it's spelled out fully as penciler. If they just go with those three, they just say artist and go with it. Fuck that. I think the anchor colorist. is an artist as well, Jim, and the colors. All artists fuck to me. Those people. And yeah, the letter. Yeah, I, I didn't say shit about the letter. I said yeah. the artists are the colors. Oh, they're a the team, pencil. are they? It's like <laughs> I think of. I'm like, Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Jim. That's all I think of, man. Oh, I know. Jim. Just oh, you me. tell me about it work all week. Me, should, me, me. Hey, Eric, you should hear this fucking podcast. I, I should hear say, it. I, this guy on this podcast is fucking hilarious. And then all of a sudden, I, I feel avarice, Eric. Mine. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to uh, mail those in at weirdsciencedccomics.com and put in the subject year-end awards. Do me a favor, please. Yeah. I, I get like seven trillion mails. I'm fucking, I'm so fucking popular, Eric. Look at me. But yeah, we'll be recording that live again on Mixler on Friday, December 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, hey, go over to Mixler and follow us at Weird Science DC for that. Ooh-wee. And then you could listen to all of those radio shows that we have as well, and even some uh, kind of like impromptu sneak peeks at the podcast, because I, I just felt like recording some things live this week. And at first, you didn't even know I was doing it, I that, had no you? idea. I'm telling you, you nope. just had some free time. Reggie bailed on one night. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch some horror movies. Jim's like, yep. I'm going to have a radio show. Really? I'm a radio. I, I'm a DJ who doesn't talk. I didn't talk a lot on that. I was I actually curious to... about that, because I was like muting a lot, because I was watching some Yeah, I, did, I only talked twice. And one time, did the you? mic okay. was so low that nobody could hear it. And when I did talk, I made fun of you. Oh, good. <laughs> I did. And the, I don't know if you heard a bunch of songs. I had a bunch of remixes because as the songs were going, I was inserting your drunken quotes into the songs. <laughs> oh, it was I a lot of fun. It was so fun. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it, Eric. I'm going to pull up the soundboard as I do at the end, and you're going to say your goodbyes. All right, everybody. Have a great week. 
Keep it weird. Weird. And fuck your dreams. And fuck your dreams. I do every night, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Goodbye. Oh, here we go.